a hold of the escape we're about to bring you and don't let go for the next bunch of hours because it might just your life just might depend on it well maybe not all of that we just just hang out with us a bit we're lonely folks just hang out you messed up already. Uh, I already one's... did. Yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah. it. You know, we were already talking before we started. Jeez, I am. I'm having my issues tonight. Uh, this might be off the rails already. Can it be <laughs> off the rails before it even gets on the rails? Is that it possible? I guess if it's not on the rails yet, it's off the rails. Well, there you go. It, it, was it built on the rails originally? No. No, then it was built in a factory and then put on the rails. So before it's put on the rails, it is technically off the rails. So we might get on eventually just to get off again. What are we talking about, Eric? Well, I'm, I'm America's Friday. sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner. And I'm, I'm also on a, a friggin' muscle relaxers, by the way. So. Calm down, druggie. Uh, yes. This is episode uh, number 97 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast for anybody who might still be interested. Three more, Eric. Three, three more, more. druggie. <laughs> I, I could just imagine somebody who has never listened to us, and they tune in. They're like, I don't know. I, I've heard some good things about these guys. They they tune in like, what the fuck is this all about? The fucking yeah. ramblings on. But, yes, uh, I'm Jim Warner. I said that, yep. right? Hello, and welcome to the official, oh, unofficial right. podcast of <laughs> WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of November 12th, 2016. WeirdScienceComicsBlogs.Blogspot.com. You yes. fucked it up, yes. Christina. Thanks, Christine. Thanks a lot. We're proud members of the Comic Podcast Network, uh, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Batman Podcast Network. I have almost very, got very, my very voice bad. back. I almost got my voice back fully. Um, that might mean when we do that uh, final episode, Eric, I'll be singing, singing songs, right? Singing yeah, songs. Singing final, ep- that final episode. I, I thought tonight, boy, I wish we were ending at a certain episode because I could really stand to go to bed. But you can That's find like You're on with- drugs. I've been tired of shit all goddamn day. You were tired even before you were on yeah, drugs. Yeah, I was tired. Then I'm on drugs. I am on drugs, Eric. I, I was going to put a little sound here. How about this one? The guy is drunk. Yes. I, drunk I feel, on pills. I feel like I'm Hello, drunk. Hello, weird science. Yeah, I'll tell you what happened in a minute. Uh, bef- I, I got to pay the bills here. Pay Email bill. us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And you will get on. And clicks. Yes, we'll, we'll pay everything in clicks and downloads. I, I called Podbean. They said, "Hey, uh, your year subscription is due soon." I said, "I can pay in clicks, right?" And, and they they said, "No." I, they I didn't laughed understand. in your fat face. That's not what I signed up for. I wanted to pay in clicks. <laughs> you can uh, find us on Twitter at Weird Science DC. You can talk. I, I have to apologize to people this week. Near the end of the week, I got very, very tired. I could not keep up with the conversations going on at that Weird happens. Science DC. I, I had a lot of problems. Facebook, Jim Warner problems. Jim Warner problems, indeed. Facebook, <laughs> like us at Weird Science DC Comics, and find us on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com. Also, if you get our podcast on some sort of player, like iTunes, Pod Addict, I think is the thing I podcast Stitchers Addict, and all them good things. Stitchers or whatever, you could subscribe, rate, and review us if you want. That's fine. We didn't really get any reviews this week. Uh, no reviews is good reviews, I heard one time in class. They said I that. I think they're wrong, honestly. I think they are as well. You can also call us at the Weird Science Rant and Rave Line, which is 641-715-3900. The College of Hard Knocks, they call it, or or the College of Hard Knockers, Eric. That was the stripper college I went to. It was weird. You go there, you learn how to work the pole and to burn a couch on the fucking porch. That's what you learn. Then you win. I learned how to work the pole in Philly. 
How did you? You worked the pole, did you? You under yeah. I didn't even finish I the whole home. rant and rave line. The rant and rave line, 641-715-3900, and enter extension 452-328, followed by the pound sign. There you go. I was waiting for that. We have a lot of rent and raves. Uh, this week, we're going to start with Christian. Hey, Weird Science, uh, DC Comics podcast. Up, Is that Christine? <laughs> uh, that was no. weird kind of for some reason. don't know why. Uh, hello, Jim and Eric. Hello, Reggie and Chris and whoever else is of the Get Fresh crew that's listening. Um, just calling in. Well, not really calling, but sending no. this in, so I mean... Call him, baby. Would that be uh, mailing in? There we go. I guess I I don't know. I don't know. Um, now I'm meandering. He's anyway. off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, calling yeah. in to talk about uh, Justice League and Brian Hitch's run. Mm. Uh, oh, just no. really want to rant about that for a little bit because honestly, um, Repairman Jack talked about it on Twitter a little bit that it's like. Like, uh, Hitch may be terrible at writing, but at least we get to hear Jim be so angry about it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yes. it's nice hearing Jim get angry about shit every now and then because he <laughs> gets angry get over, angry this comes from a good place, Jim. Oh, yeah. But you get angry at some of the weirdest stuff. And yeah. that's what, and for me, that's what makes it funny. But now it's, when you're legitimately angry, it was funny. And now it's just made me angry. Listening yeah. I dropped Justice League back in issue, I think, three, because of how just god-awful it was. Terrible. And, and I've been keeping up because you guys, you know, review it every time it comes out. And now now your reviews make me angry, not because yeah. of you, but because Please. I am also angry at everything you're angry at. I don't know why Hitch is still on this book. I mean, people are dropping it. Left and right, I other podcasts I listen to other than you. I mean, I mean not to Whoa. tell tales out of school are also Man, uh, dropping it too. So I know it's not, and I'm, so I know it's not just uh, you guys that think this way. So what what is what is DC's deal? I mean, do they not know? Do they live in some sort of weird uh, echo chamber where where they only hear themselves go, "Oh yes, Hitch is a good writer"? Because honestly, I'm really tired of it. I want. Hitch off the book because more than anything else, Justice League should be a book that I want to buy. Everybody it should be a book that is yep. should honestly be the best out of all the books because not only is it kind of the mainline title of of DC because it's got you know the big the big Trinity and others, but this is also DC's uh, showcase really. When someone goes to check out a comic book nowadays, do you want to get, like Eric said, little Eric Shea, does he want to just get one that has just Batman in it? Or is he going to grab, you know, the book that has Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Green Lanterns, you know, all that that stuff. That's the type of, that's the book that anyone that has just maybe two or three dollars, you know, that week to spend on a comic, well, actually it had to be three dollars, but, you know, what, anyway... If they only have like three dollars that week to spend on a comic, they're gonna buy. Ju- they they should be buying Justice League, yeah. but they're not going to be because the book is such a pile of fucking garbage, and that's what really pisses me off. I it it just it, when Justice League as a title is bad, it brings down the whole really DCU, and it I should agree. it should be the, it should be the, the, one the, the forefront of all of the, the DC's comic books. Well, anyway, that's my rant, at least 
for this week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, um, uh, hope everything. I hope the podcast is. Uh, it's going great. Oh, I hate yeah. ending these things. I Jim's never on drugs, Christian. I hope everything is good this week awesome. and have fun on the podcast. Well, I I agree fully. Yeah, uh, right. Number one, I don't know why Hitch is still on, but yes, I do think they live in a bubble. Uh, one thing, though, that I noticed, and I was actually trying to, that's why you heard that crazy sound effect. And yeah. <laughs> I was trying to pull some up. Uh, in the books this week, uh, we talked later when we're with Reggie that we were pissed off that they have all these quotes. There's like 30 quotes in the, in the books this week about all the rebirth titles or whatever. Don't think Justice League is one of those, that it has a page devoted to it. And the quotes, I think it's just like Batman. It's some of the big books. I think they avoided the Justice League because they are aware. They have to be, they have to be aware. And you can still, I can go right now and probably find a quote about that book for, you know, from last week saying that it's, uh, you know, I could grab just a thing. And yeah, some, oh, you know, this is the book where it all hinges, you know, stuff like that, that, you know, it's bullshit. And I think that they, want to kind of avoid it. I think it's one of those where I DC to me uh, is doing something along the lines of if they don't mention it, people will still think it's that big book because like Christian said, like you always say, like little Eric Shea whispers in my ear at night when we're cuddling together, we're spooning. He whoa, says whoa. to me, he says, Jim, uh, <laughs> what, what is that? A flashlight? No, that, that's in big mama's place. Sir. No, what do you, what they think I, what I'm house? trying to say, see, I'm on drugs. Sir. What I, I think that they it's want to just say, place. if we don't say anything, people just buy it anyway, because it's the big book. Little Eric well, Shea we, would. We said I it a hundred times where DC is very reactionary, but they're very reactionary late. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, get, they, they figure, Oh my God, we, this is like not doing good. We got to do it. But it's six months after everybody's dropped it. Here's the thing right now. The justice league is the Cleveland Browns sitting at Owen 10. Everybody is waiting for Brian Hitch, the coach to get fired, but it's gonna, it's one of those fire them now. Wait till the end of the season when the season's when, over, when which I would believe the Justice end of the League. season, which would be whatever arcs he's already got planned. I mean, they had these plans. If these plans go beyond, like up until the JLA, maybe the JLA and the Justice League have a crossover set for April. Yeah, whatever. But there might be plans set that getting rid of the coach in the middle of the season, now you're going to have to work. He's going to have to work a new system in and stuff like that. And it's more of a hassle. And you look at the sales. Yes, Justice League is not the number one book. The sales appear to be going down. Uh, but besides that, it's still selling enough. So yeah. I, I think they're just going to, you know, go with this as, as of now and hopefully things will change. And I do think, it will be one of the first books to change, uh, along with maybe that Superwoman book, Eric. Get, get uh, rid of that thing. Can we just uh, say canceled instead of change? Oh, my God. Well, that's why it, that should just be canceled. It, I read these reviews for that, too. People love it. If you love the Superwoman book, all the power to you. That book is a mess. I don't know what's more of a mess. That's the beginning of this podcast or that book. It's a toss-up, Eric. Can we cancel <laughs> this now? You're canceled, Eric. You're fired. episode 100. We got plans. All we got to see right. it through. Well, here is the next Rant Rave. It's Dirty Drew. Hey, guys. Hey, Jim. Hey, Hello. Eric. What's up, Drew? This is Dirty Drew What's here. Up? I'm loving the podcast so far. Um, this is you. He wrote this. This came in last week. Like, but, uh, right uh, I got a question for you guys. Actually, specifically, I have a question for Eric. 
Ooh. Oh, so, Jim, if you could go ahead and just plug your ears with your fingers. I am. I just So I can ask Eric a private question. I uh, really not, appreciate I'm it. I'm not plugging them, Eric. Plug it up. Are they in there? Cool. Eric. Yeah. Eric. Yeah. Jim's been making a lot of beeps, boops, and whistles. Yep, sure has. I think he might be a robot. I I've been watching a lot of the, I've been watching a lot of Westworld. <laughs> and I'm not sure if you can tell for sure that he's a robot, but I've never seen a picture of him. I've only heard his voice. You don't want to. You're the only one who's seen him in Fuck real you, life. Eric. <laughs> Shut up, plug the mirrors. Oh. Is he a robot? You no, know I've never seen sure a robot take the drugs he's doing. But I don't know what that is. <laughs> Eric. Yeah. He's a robot. He could he's be a fucking robot, man. <laughs> All right, Jim, you can go ahead and take uh, your fingers out of your ears. Okay, I don't know um, how I'd know that if I had my fingers Eric, in my ears. if uh, you want to give me a quick uh, yes or no to that question, and well, just be between you and me, and uh, no one else needs what to know question? what happened. Uh, now that I, I'm just going to say Thanks, yes, guys. just to be, you know, good guy. But there's only three left. Damien and John Prava, peace <laughs> He's out. He's now, peace, peace. Oh, my goodness. Beep, a boop, Eric. Beep. Shut up, Blue XL. Boop. Yeah. Are we getting back to the joke of, of episode 100? <laughs> People see you're going to have to wait till 101 and just see if, if there is one, right? That'd Maybe be amazing we'd... if something bad happened to us and it didn't come out. Oh, my God. Everybody. That's what happened. Or just as the joke, we just skip that one week without saying anything. That'd be funny. People would bail on us like, I don't <laughs> know. Immediately. Yes, the next one, uh, the Rent Raven, thanks, Dirty Drew. The Thank next you, Drew. bit, and peep a boop. The be, next. Be afraid, be very afraid. Yes. Drew. Uh, I'm the beady, beady, beady. Ooh okay. la la. How about that? A little. Which twig. one Rogers at? Uh, it's a little twiggy. Uh, no, I want to know where Wilma is. Beady, beady, ooh la la. Wilma. Oh, yes. The next one is Dancing Mike. Here we go. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello. Mother! Not yeah, about to see your lie. If you want to find hell with me, I can show you what it's like. Do your bleeding. Anyway, I was oh, to the, uh, just for a public podcast yeah. about video games. So this is a rant and rave uh, or a little diatribe all about video games. Um, I am very old school when it comes to the arcade games. So um was surprised pleasantly surprised to hear jim mentioned star castle uh that did not make my top five but it was very close uh with the arcade which was not a scary arcade back in the day um actually had star castle was a one of the popular games there and there was one guy that stood there and played it overnight i guess he played for like 20 hours straight until i think they finally Jeez. had him stop because i guess he had some kind of pattern on star castle so that was kind of impressive back in the day um this was around cool 1980 81 ish so i was probably about uh, 12 13 years old um, my top five from back in the day arcade games, and well, I guess all time because that was back when I played, was uh, Galaga because that took Galaxia to a whole new level. Don't love the double ships, the challenge stages, things go. like that. Double ships, um, Gauntlet. I love the double ships. It was ship. my number four. Um, to this day, whenever I'm hungry, I still say Elf needs food, and uh, my wife, he's an elf caretaker sister, has no idea what I am talking about. 
Um, <laughs> Wizard of War. I loved it. That's W O R. Wizard of War was an early game. I don't know that shoot one. Shoot 'em up, kind of. Yeah. You're spacemen, but there's a wizard guy, and yep. you're shooting monsters in a maze. Um, there was a sit-down tabletop version of this, which was great at our our arcade because you could get back-to-back in the corridor, teamwork, blowing away monsters. Very nice. My number two game, Matt Mania, which was a wrestling game, a one-on-one wrestling game. You would just progress through a series of wrestlers. It wasn't licensed by WWF or anything like that. I loved Matt Mania. Never actually won the game completely, though. Um, and my number one game, 1980 Nihon Busan Company, it's Crazy Climber. I was really, really good at this game. I was not the best at the arcade. Um, There was one guy who was like probably in his 20s, maybe close to 30, who was a master at this game. I was probably the second best player there, so I would always have the, you know, some of the lower high scores. Um, Crazy Climber, you're climbing buildings. And you have no weapons. You have no offensive abilities whatsoever. It's completely defensive. Uh, there are people dropping plant, uh, pot, yep. you know, potted plants on you, closing windows on you. Like Signs are coming down. A bird is dropping eggs and bird crap on you. A, cra- a crazy game. And it had the something you could never duplicate really in a home system, which was the uh, it used two joysticks to great effect. I love that. And yeah, my number mm-hmm. one game is the. Not not a very popular one for anyone but me, but I loved Crazy Climber. My other arcade story is about this little kid that hung out at the arcade. It was him. He was always there. He must have lived close by. You. And someone him. asked him his name once, and me. apparently he said, My name is Roy, but you can call me Brian for short. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's my uh, top five arcade games of all time. And uh, spotlight off. Keep it weird, and I will see you in seven. All right. Yeah, that's like my buddy Pete with the uh, do you walk to school or take your lunch. Uh, (laughs) The next, Rant and Rave. Thanks, Mike. It's not see you in seven. It's like see you in seven seconds because the next one, uh, Mike, he called in again. Here it is. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello. Mother, do you think she's good enough for me? Mother, do you think she's dangerous to me? So I bought three and a half DC comic books this week, four books in total. I say three and a half because one of the books was... Uh, DC and IDW, Batman animated series, uh, Nickelodeon's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles team up. Enjoying it, good enough. Nice to see the animated Batman back in comics. Um, I love those new turtles. I liked the first series a lot better. Would really like to return to that universe. I don't watch this new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's awesome. uh, I love it series on Nickelodeon. It's good enough story. I'll, I'll buy the whole series, I think, because it's a, it's a, it's, it's a good story. I mean, right. like I said, I enjoyed. The, I think I enjoyed the other one, the first, uh, the first one a bit better. Also, about Detective yeah, Comics, great looking book. I really enjoyed the artwork. Really enjoyed the story. I think I gave it a minus fourteen on the site because it has Harper Row, which automatically <laughs> takes at least ten points off. She's a book. barely in it, man. Um, also, bought Wonder Woman, the continuation of the Year One storyline. Great-looking book, as Jim said. Great-looking, great story. Really like where this is going. 
Also, Earth 2, number 18, Earth 2 Society, number 18. I liked it. I thought the artwork, just as Eric said on the side, I liked the artwork a lot. It was very, it looks beautiful. The story is actually starting to make sense in a weird metaphysical kind of way. It's coming together. The one thing I noticed, which wasn't in Eric's review, at, when oh. they get to Metropolis, everything is like Metropolis Boys, which is obviously kind of a rip off, you know, knock on Jersey Boys. Um, also, the Daily Planet, all the little Metropolis things. And then on the side of this one building, it's Welcome to Gotham, Embrace Its Greatness. Now, yeah, I did is not that, see that a mistake or is that some kind of clue like to something thing? that is going Maybe. on later? So I don't know. I guess I'll have to wait and see if it's. If it's mentioned again sometime, if it comes up again, maybe it's something about this world being wonky, yeah. which is quite possible, seeing I where the story's the going. Or not maybe one. it's just they threw that in by accident. Don't know. It just seemed very odd. And um, that was the books I bought this week. And if you want to see what my comments on them, please visit weirdsciencedccomics.com where you can comment on the reviews and read the reviews. Here's the order. You read the books, read the reviews, and then you listen to the podcast. That's how it's done, people. (laughs) Anyway... Right, I'm glad Mike. to see that I was able to run Reggie off the podcast, at least his Cosmic Treadmill se- uh, segment off the podcast, simply yeah. because he was he's afraid that the tide is high will be being used as the theme song <laughs> for that segment. So uh, I consider that a victory. Woohoo! Stay off my turf. Um, and also the Lost Boys. Let's talk about the Lost Boys, which I could talk about the Lost Boys all, all day and all freaking night. Um, I am not epic sax man. <laughs> I am so, sort of a Luddite. I only learn new technology when I absolutely have to. Me as well. I, I cannot imagine how, I could not imagine how annoying and difficult and impossible it would be to try to set up another Twitter account. I have trouble enough with one. And actually the only reason I ever got back on Twitter after being basically off of it for several years is I got back on, I had to look up my password, which I'd completely forgotten and um, got on to vote for you guys in the podcast of the week. Mm-hmm. And then I I've been on pretty up again. regularly since then because I can always yeah. come up with enough ridiculousness during the week. Um, and also the lost boys. So I saw that about uh, three, at least three times, probably th- closer to four or five times when it was on first run in the theaters. Nice. And uh, took a friend of mine who said, oh, I see why you like this movie so much when they get to the part in the cave where they're chanting, Michael, Michael, (laughs) Michael, which that, hey, I don't mind that one bit at all. And um, then there was a theater in town called the Terrace Tap House, which would show Rocky Horror, but also would show movies when they came out of the theater when they were kind of second run. Mm -hmm. So I went to see um, Lost Boys at Terrace Tap House. Probably it was on there for quite a while, probably at least another 10 times. Um, Actually met a girl there that I dated for a while. And um, yeah, saw it a lot of times. And several months ago, I was on Facebook posting a picture of Jim's favorite thing, which is flavored water, because, you know, you put the little packet of, you know, stuff and make your water taste like, 
uh, whatever it is, Jerry Strawberry. Anyway, it was really, really dark. And I posted a picture of it, said I was having flashbacks to the Lost Boys. Drink the wine, be one of us. Um, And that same friend actually, after some other people's comments, said, okay, if no one else is going to say it, I will. Michael, Michael, (laughs) Michael. Yeah, so I saw the Lost Boys a lot. Love, love, love that movie. Um, We used to quote long speeches from it all the time. And yeah, it's one of my favorites. I never did see the sequels. Uh, The comic book sounds like pure, horrible rubbish. And I look at the sequels kind of like I look at any sequels to Highlander. It is complete and it, it doesn't exist to Highlander me. It's Endgame like, okay, had there's the Lost Boys. It's a movie. It happened, and that's a standalone thing, kind of like the first Highlander. There can be only one. That's how I feel about the movie and what about the, TV the show? Highlander himself. Uh, Connor McLeod from The Clan McLeod. But anyway, yeah, um, I am not Epic Sax Man. Right. And I know it took about, what, 10, 15 minutes to sell that? No, not quite that long. But like anyway, um, that's all I have podcast, to talk about this week. Before. A few of the comics I read and The Lost Boys, and I guess it will be Spotlight Off, Keep It Weird, and See You in Seven. Yeah, you said before we started recording tonight that you thought Epic Saxman was Dancing Mike. I said yep. I did not think so. I It's not his style, but the next rant and rave is... From Epic Saxman, and it kind of is his style, but he just said it's not him, and I do not think Dancing Mike is a liar, Eric. You're calling him a liar, aren't you? I would never. I just want to know what never. the timestamps are in between these freaking yes. raves. Oh, I can, I can look at the phone number. I have the <laughs> phone number, but you know what's funny? I don't want to know. It's like a Christmas. I usually want to know things, and spoilers. Yeah. I don't want to know, but here it is. It's here like is Epic hole. Saxman with his first rant and rave. Hey, hey, this is Epic Saxman. People always ask me, Epic Saxman, what do I do to achieve in life? I tell them, just believe in the power of Epic Sax and still believe. I still believe! Just like I believe in my boys, Jim and Eric. Hope you guys have a great Epic Sax show. See you at the Santa Clara Pier. Peace! Peace. <laughs> little careless whisper in the back for Epic Saxman. I'm starting to think that when I heard it this time, because we listened to it a couple times before, I think it might be Corey Feldman, Eric. It sounds a little like Corey. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Nico to me. It's Nico like Petropoulos? Nico. Isn't that uh, Uncle Jesse's cousin, Nico? Here, <laughs> But yeah, that is Epic Saxman. And yeah, I do not think that that is Dancing Mike. We're going to have to figure it out. It's, the, it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. But here's the next... Uh, Rent Rave, another person who people might be wondering who it is, uh, but I think it's Jess, Eric. Oh, Stop playing Star Wars Arcade Trilogy. Go under the seat and get my dildo. I want you to pleasure me. (laughs) Pleasure So lifelike. Oh, my goodness. Is that that what you hear all the time? That is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. You hear me, Jim? Uh, yes, oh, yes, I hear you. Uh, yes, but the next one is another mystery. The Rant Rave has turned into the guess who is who. It's a who's who of, of what and what not. I don't know. That's a crazy Here, characters on yeah, the podcast. Here's the next one. It is Richard Richardson, Eric. Uh, Jim. Jim. Richard it's like my own version of Mama. I'm not Seriously. happy with you. I am your mortal enemy, Jim. Beware. 
Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson is coming for you. He's coming for me. Good. Yeah, that, he, Good. <laughs> yes, he is coming for me. Get in line. Get in line. Mortal enemy. I, I have like seven of those. Isn't there only that? There should only be one, right? I, I have too many. Oh, You're one so. of them, Eric. You, Aww. Richard Richardson, some people at work that I told never to talk to me again. Yeah. You know, I had a bad week. Here is the next one. It is, and the last one. Uh, we saved the best for last. I'm not putting down Richard Richardson, Eric, but this not. is this is Toby. Hey guys, it's your friend Toby calling from the UK. Um, it's Saturday okay. night. I know I'm cutting it close for this week's uh, rant and rave, so I apologize for uh, the delay. But uh, how's the week been? Um, I think Jim will attest to uh, how traumatic mine has been yeah, with the uh, the lady issues that I had. Um, <laughs> I sent him some screenshots of a text exchange yes. between myself and the lady, and uh, well, he saw what happened there. So. Uh, Anyway, um, we're going to get, uh, get beyond the psycho ladies because uh, we need to talk about what's been going on this week in Twitter. Um, I wanted to shout out to the Get Fresh crew. Um, there's been some buzz about a possible gamer group, um, possibly playing Dungeons and Dragons together over Skype, maybe doing it as a podcast. This um, is new to me. I think Christian was talking about that. <laughs> I, like I thought he was talking about playing X-Men. how you but... say his name. So, uh, yeah, shout out to I'd him like and to, shout out to I'd everyone like to who's uh, been very active on Twitter this week. I apologize for my Snapchat drawings. They weren't the uh, the greatest thing to look at. But, um, I like yeah, those. People seem to like yeah. those. So I, what I do is like I'll lie in bed and um, I'm delirious because I'm <laughs> having like massive uh, not nostalgia. What's it called? What? Insomnia. Um, <laughs> so yeah, when uh, when when you can't sleep, <laughs> so that, that's what happens. <laughs> I get really creative, and uh, yeah, Snapchat is uh, is apparently where it's at at I'd the moment for, for Antissa. Toby when he's in bed alone. Speaking Patient. of Twitter, I just wanted to also shout out to uh, to Eric. Don't feel bad about that um, Jason tweet. Got um, it. <laughs> it was really sweet that you felt horrible about it, but you know you've got nothing to worry about. Uh, you're still my you're still my brother, and um, you know. Don't feel bad. Right. So yeah, I just wanted to uh, uh, catch he up does. on a couple of things. I'm not going to review comic books this week. I had a busy day today. I went to the uh, the local comic book store, as some of you saw on Twitter as well. Um, I picked up I the uh, the Final Fantasy card game. Um, I highly recommend that to anyone who's into uh, Magic the Gathering and stuff. It's um, if you play Magic the Gathering, you can pretty much play it straight away. It's uh, I wouldn't say it's a direct ripoff, but it shares a lot of game mechanics. Um, if you're into the Final Fantasy world then uh, I highly recommend Which picking Final it up. It's, uh, it's good fun. I played um, one game with a friend, and um, we're uh, we're eager to play it again. So go check out the Final Fantasy card game. Right. We also, that after that, we went to see Doctor Strange. I finally no. got to see Doctor Strange. Um, I really, really liked it. I have to say, um, I wouldn't say that the plot was... Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, it's just like Iron Man and all this kind of thing. It's like, yeah, it's an origin story. What are you going to do? It's very similar. But... Um, it was, I think if it was any other character, that film would have been the first kind of possible misstep for Marvel's uh, cinematic universe because I just think that, you know, there is a, a specific format that they seem to follow. And um, yeah, you know, visually, format. that film was very arresting. Like, it was fascinating to, to look at, especially when the, they start doing the spells. But, you know, I just thought that if it was any other character, then they would have lost that um, visual edge and then the rest of the film wouldn't have much going for it. But the performances were great. Rachel McAdam, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, everyone in it I thought was really good. 
So and yeah, definitely uh, check yeah. out Doctor Strange if you've that. not seen that. Um, and then I'm just funny. Looking at my I, notes I really want to see Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, since it's been released, the uh, totally top five arcade games. Um, I actually wanted to chime in with my own ones. These are not in any particular order. Um, also, I'm I'm kind of with uh, with uh, Jim in that. You know, consoles are really where it's at. Like, I do like Hell the arcades, yeah. but the arcade was video game arcades were never as big over here in the UK as they were in America. So, our um, exposure to those kinds of things isn't nearly as um, sort of tied into our nostalgia as it is over there. Even know puppet but, right, so um, I did like going to the arcades, and um, I've written out my top five. So, what these are in no particular thing? order. In my uh, the first one was the Simpsons arcade game. Um, it's kind of like Streets of Rage. But with uh, like, you, you know the like Simpsons, Simpsons characters, I know it made me angry. you guys. I think it was Eric was saying that he wasn't a fan of it with Homer <laughs> with the bowling ball and Marge with the vacuum, vacuum cleaner. But cleaner, it was yeah. um, it was just a a great fun game as a Simpsons like, fan at the time. It was uh, kind of it was um, definitely an enjoyable experience. <laughs> After that, I've got uh, Point Blank, which was a Namco game with a light gun, and the gun was know. like they were like a baby blue or a, a, a pink or a pink. gun, yeah. And when you pull the trigger, like the uh, the top bit slides back. We don't have oh, guns yeah, in this country, cool. so uh, you guys will probably know what I'm talking about. That bit that slides back that the bullet would fly out. Mm-hmm. But you'd be like firing that gun like crazy, and you just hear, badass. no matter where you were in the arcade, if someone was playing point blank, you'd hear those guns going dak 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 with this thing I sliding back and forth. Just like that too. Um, I love point blank. Then there was another light game, Time Crisis. Um, that yeah, one you had like a foot that. pedal. Um, and you'd be amazing. police officers like going through warehouses and stuff and then to pop out of cover you'd have to push down on the foot pedal to pop up and then shoot the bad guys i always thought that was really cool after that um, oh yeah the first time i ever went to america was when i was 10 years old i went to florida and there was a, a restaurant across the street from our hotel and i think it was called Bennigan's, or it might yeah. have been Brannigan's, right. I'm not Bennigan's. sure. I'm sure you guys all know what it is, because I think it's a chain, or it is. maybe was a chain. Going down, I think it was Bennigan's. But it is And um, they had like this bo- this bowling game, and it was the only arcade game I've ever played that had a rollerball. But you uh, put your quarter in or whatever, and then you could uh, roll the ball down and uh, knock over the pins if you want. Also, that trip was the uh, the only time I've ever been to an arcade where you would play things and then it would give you those pink tickets. Can I imagine? And I like didn't know what the fuck they were. Game, you know? So it, these things just kept giving me pink tickets. I was like, "What the hell is the all this?" And then eventually, I saw like this guy who seemed to be selling toys, and I wandered over and I was like, "Oh hi, uh, how much are all these toys?" He's like, "Oh, you get the tickets and then you, you give can it have to us." Race, and I was like, "Oh sweet!" So me and my yeah. brother went and spent a shitload of money on uh, ski ball and stuff like that because <laughs> yeah. I love ski ball to get a race uh, got all these tickets went over pencil. and basically the only thing that we could get for all of our money was a pack of gum <laughs> and uh, which came with I think like a Bazooka yeah. Joe comic or something <laughs> and that was about it so um, yeah that was when we were like fuck American arcades <laughs> like it's a rip off <laughs> they give you that. pink tickets for shit so yeah we never went back to that. And then finally, um, a game called Snow Brothers or Snow Bros or Snow Bros. I don't know if you know this one. It's kind of like um, Bubble Bobble, but you uh, were like two little um, snowmen who would like run around and throw snowballs at people. I don't know and, this. Um, unlike, no, like Bubble Bobble had like very cutesy but very basic graphics, and Snow what Brothers actually dinosaurs. had like quite, they were quite detailed sprites, and uh, the boss fights were immense. Definitely worth checking that out. If you ever, if you use an emulator, if you have an arcade in town, definitely go check out Snow Bros. Um, so yeah, and that's uh, I'm just looking through my notes, and I think that's about it. So um, yeah, guys, uh, have a great show. 
Um, episode 97, we're now three away from episode 100. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Dancing Mike, I love you. Sorry you came number five on my top five list last week. Doesn't mean I love you any less. But yeah, now you're stalking me, I, th I feel like I should uh, give you more of a shout out in case, you know, I wake up with a horse's head next to me or even worse, Jim. That's so uh, yeah, I hope I you guys have a good smiling. show and uh, rock hey, on. Toby. I'll speak to you guys soon. <laughs> he, ah, he, he gets up screaming. Everybody's talking about the Just for the Hell of an Arcade uh, podcast yeah. we did. One thing that we didn't touch on that I actually was really bothered about was the idea of tokens. When they introduced yeah. tokens, oh, I actually when he taught when he was talking about the tickets, I almost yeah. stopped. I it's hard for me to say. I, I don't like to pause the rant and raves because it fucks yeah. everything up. But tokens are worse. Uh, and I, it, it, I those got drive these me nuts. And I had no idea what to do with them the first time. I was at some goddamn big chain place, maybe like a yeah. Chuck E. Cheese's, and I yeah, had no idea Chuck what e. the Cheese. fuck these things were. Yeah, and then you leave. And the worst is. The way they make some sort of black magic voodoo that you always end up with one left, and then yeah. you're like, ah, I might as well get a couple more so you can play a game because the games are usually like two or three tokens, usually yeah. three. That's what fucks you. you. You make the games three tokens. You know, you get four tokens for a dollar. It just oh, forces you to keep going. And, oh, it's the worst. I hate. I those. hated tokens so much. And then much. yeah, you look at it and it has like a Chuck E. Cheese symbol on it. You fucking asshole. And then you got. Uh, it gets me so angry. Those goddamn tokens. Yeah, but that's an ingenious plan. But I fucking it is. It. It's great. Yeah. It, it makes total sense that then you can only use it. You know, well, it's not like you're like, oh, I have seventy five cents left. I'm gonna go buy a candy bar somewhere else. You have these fucking tokens. I was I at know. this club a couple years ago though. They had it was like a one section of it was a big stage area for a live band. The next section was an arcade, and then further down it was like a bowling alley. Yeah, and like all around was a bars area and shit like that. But they had a thing where it was credit cards you bought to slide really? into the games. You put money on these cards. Yeah, so you can only I, use them. Like, I don't like that What the either. fuck is the I world like coming quarters. to? Uh, yeah, and then Damn what do you right. do? When when you want next game, what do you put that card on there? The fucking, I'm, I don't know. I'm next. Fucking assholes. I, I don't like arcades anymore. Uh, even when, when Toby was saying, I almost laughed when he's like, yeah, if you have an arcade in town, I'm like, what the fuck town has that anymore? <laughs> it, it, the, the only things now would be like a Dave and Buster's here in the yeah. U.S., I think, and then possibly some places like Retro uh, Deal. But yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever go to an arcade again. I, I didn't, and I hope I stressed it enough of how much more I am a console gaming fan yeah, than an arcade well. fan. Every, I don't even look back, like Toby said, oh, they're not big in the UK. We don't have that nostalgia factor. I do look back and think, but it, it's not anything like that. I think back uh, with fond memories. I just kind of think back, and it's something that that I did. But yeah, I, I prefer. I'm a huge gaming fan, but it's it's all console. And when we do re return to the gaming, just for the hell of it, I don't even know if we're gonna do it next or whatever. We're gonna try to figure out that we might go specific consoles or uh, genres. We don't know. We we've been trying to think about it uh, because I do love gaming in general. Oh yeah. More than the silly comics, Aaron. The silly comics. <laughs> I actually, the other day I was I was talking to my son Rafe, and I said that boy, if if I could have had the choice, and we could have had a gaming uh, podcast and site where they would send us consoles and games <laughs> instead of getting the digital copies of the comics, and oh, oh my god, that'd be that'd be great. Because yeah, I went the other day at lunch. I guess it was yesterday, right, when yeah. I left at lunch to try to get that mini NES. Uh, that came out and I went all over the place. I, not, no place, it, nobody even knew what the fuck I was talking about. Uh, yes, but Eric, um, I just, in general, my, I'm doing these, uh, freaking 
this muscle relaxers right now because I actually am trying to get in shape. And I was thinking today, it's almost uh, my getting in shape is almost like a guy who has quit heroin and then went back on it and then died because yeah. I tried to not be in shape. And now I've gone back and I went to the gym and tried to just go back like two years ago and tried to you work know out. No, not to do this. Holy what is wrong crap. With you? I, I fuck myself up. My whole back is all fucked up and I, I just, I'm in pain. I'm uh, like crunched over. Like I'm fucking goddamn Igor. <laughs> that podcast, you rang? I don't, I'm so fucked up. But yeah, we're going to stop now, a little break, and go on to the news. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the news. Oh, yeah, and I guess Eric's there, too. Yeah. You're here, Eric? I didn't fuck it up this time. I didn't put the mail song in for the news. <laughs> there you go. That. that is a plus. Uh, we have one news item this week, one uh, comic book news item, and that is this, Eric. Artist Frank Cho kind uh -huh. of announces he'll be doing a Wonder Woman book soon. Oh, and shit. Toby's getting hard right now. We heard this earlier this week, and I think I saw the headline, and I said to you, oh, Frank Cho, and you're like, great. That's all we need, another Wonder Woman book. Uh, basically, that's what you said, right? You you said something I, along I those being lines. I that, like, uh, that negative, but all right. Man, yeah. It was kind of like you, you didn't – I don't know if what you meant was like, hey, there's a lot of other books we could have before yeah. that, whatever. But you did not look up this news item, correct? I did you not. You didn't look into it. Neither did I. I get, I get my today. news from Weird Science. Well, here goes the news because this story takes a left turn at a point where you are going to be shocked. Are you, okay. Are you ready to be shocked? Are you sitting Sh down now? Are you me, podcasting standing up like you I'm, usually do? Yeah, I'm a weirdo like that. You standing up? Let, yeah. let, sit down right now. Get ready for this news. Frank Wind Cho. against the wall, got my leg up smoking like a badass. Now, here's the deal. This is going to be a little background. I did get this from Newsarama, but Frank right. Cho, if you are aware, he was the lead Wonder Woman cover artist when Rebirth happened. That is where I think Toby was getting a lot of his Wonder Woman, you know, Photos that he liked, or you know, drawings that he liked of Frank Cho. Well, Frank Cho, uh, do you know anything about Frank Cho other than that? Not at all. Have you ever listened to Frank Cho talk? Have you ever read an interview with Frank Cho? I can't say that I have. So what you're telling me is that you're not sure if Frank Cho's a nice guy. You don't know if he's a dick. You don't know if he's right down the middle. Right? This is what you're assume, telling me. I just assume he's just a guy. I don't really have an no, opinion based on him. Well, at the end of this news story, I am going to quiz you again of what you think Frank Cho is. Okay? All right. All right. Frank Cho was announced as Rebirth's lead Wonder Woman cover artist earlier this year. And although he left prematurely, which I was not aware of as well, I'm not a big cover artist fan. You know no, what I mean? I just the, I the cover the cover shows up and there it is. But the artist oh, has said what a pretty cover. there is plans for him to return. 
Okay. Okay. Writing and drawing Wonder Woman after current series writer Greg Rucka leaves. Okay. What? I'm telling you, you think that's the left turn? That's the right turn. Come on, Wait till the left turn. Here's what he says. These are all going to be quotes. We're in Uh, negotiation. It's almost there, pretty much. Cho told Fumitologica. Oh, Fumitologica? F-U-M-E-T-T-O-L-O-G-I-C-A. I'm like a child. You can't spell shit in front of me. I have no idea what you're talking about. He told this site, I guess, or this newspaper, whatever it is, of the reported negotiations with DC Comics. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It's going to happen. You know, I have a huge fan base, and I have the story already written. Okay? So it, this is not the worst part, I'm telling you. This is pretty standard so far. It says, DC has not confirmed Cho's claims, but the cartoonist says he's already written the story, a pretty much genderless superhero action story. Although Cho declined to say what the plot was, that way he described it seemed to be in response to other recent Wonder Woman stories. Recent okay. Wonder Woman stories. Are, I can't tell you that, but it's not going to be an origin story because I hate origin stories. Every single Wonder Woman book that you pick, there's a goddamn origin story where nothing happens. I'm going to treat Wonder Woman as I treat all superheroes as a superhero, said Cho. It's pretty right. much genderless. She'll be fighting bad guys. It's going to be action, nonstop action from start to finish. And all these female political agenda, I'm not even addressing that. She's okay. Wonder Woman. Where there's a bad guy, she's going to Fight the bad guy and beat him. That's all it is. That's what comic books Spoiler should be. Order, man. Yeah. Okay. You're getting a little bit more of a glimpse of, of Frank Cho because yeah, it continues. When asked why he stopped being the rebirth cover artist, Cho said, DC recruited me to do the Wonder Woman covers originally, and that didn't work out because of the writer. But they want me back to Wonder Woman as soon as possible. As soon as that writer is gone, said Cho. So that's why I've already written the Wonder Woman story to go uh, with as soon as the writer is gone. And I'm pretty sure DC and Marvel want me to draw, and it makes sense. It's really the project's kind of play to my strength as an artist. But at this point in my life, I want to write and draw my own stuff. So that's why I pitched the Wonder Woman story to DC, and they really liked it. And they said, all right, it's not an origin story. It's actually fun. So that's why they picked it up right away, or they will. <laughs> the this is the fuck best. is going on in the world of Frank Cho? Here, here's the thing that makes me laugh, is these are the type of things. This is, Frank Cho has now uh, gone onto uh, the shelf with Rob Liefeld, with a guy who just seems like he, he doesn't care. And he's going to say, and what Seriously? I really like, the best part is, he won't even say Greg Rucka. He won't no. even say the name. Now, this is where, where do you put him now? Do you think he sounds like a dick? You think he sounds a like a bit. pretty cool a guy? Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't mind most of it. It was the, the part at the beginning with the, hey, I have a huge fan base. Hey, I've been reading comics all my life, and, Jim. Yeah, but if you, if personally, and more of me and you on the site, uh, we have, had a run-in with Greg Rucka, sure and have. seriously, if he's listening, which I know he isn't, uh, I don't think he likes us. I actually don't even think he knows who we are. Uh, but but our run-in with him, he was a real dick. He was a yeah. dickhead, and I still am mad about that. It doesn't affect any of my scores, but he was a real asshole. And if you weren't listening back to the podcast, what happened was he was doing the convergence question yes. uh, book, which in in fact was one of our favorite. 
convergent sure stories. Uh, but the, we had uh, gotten a hold of a preview, and the preview was just art. It had no dialogue it like, bubbles. It was like one page of uh, art. Actually, it was four. It was four pages. Was it four? Uh, yeah, it was, it was okay. four pages, but it had no dialogue. It was just the art. And this wasn't like part of a book that wouldn't have dialogue eventually. It was the, the part of the book. You know, it was just the art. And yeah, we no, sent it no out as... Words. We sent it out as a preview, and it even had a solicit with, you know, the whole official thing. And then he ripped us apart on Twitter and We're basically it a and basi- basically made us look like we were idiots and morons and assholes. And then when we tried to explain kind of what this was, like, no, this is what DC sent out. DC as sent this preview. out as a preview. He kind of just fucking, eh, whatever. And, and then to this day... I gave Wonder Woman uh, the one issue. I think I gave it a nine eight. He won't retweet it. He won't touch no, things. Absolutely uh, not. So basically, in my mind, uh, Frank Cho and him are both kind of in the same boat, the dickhead boat. That's, that's how I feel, Eric. And really, what do we care what we say about these people? Because they all hate our guts. Yeah, and, and all, I don't DC give a doesn't fuck care as long as they can do a decent Wonder and, Woman. And DC doesn't care anything about what we say. It seems uh, when no. maybe either they they concentrate on the negative stuff they say we say and they don't even want to hear the good stuff but i i'm telling you that this week when these books came out and they had all these quotes from every site there is uh it just got me angry also the coming of superman trade came out i actually got that and it has a couple quotes in the back reggie reviewed every single issue of that i think he's the only one he loved it rave reviews they they couldn't even put like reggie's quote like probably was something like this book is is my favorite of all time they they won't even put that they don't care nope. about they hate our guts they really do why know. do they hate us so much i don't know why jimmy they, you know why because every book isn't this wow I couldn't believe it. It's a roller coaster ride of emotions. Don't be like that. Yeah, it really, uh, it's just nonsense. It really is. And and also, like the Young Animals books, they have all these quotes on that. Reggie and Chris do those. They really like them. I think they are the most knowledgeable of those books of anybody who does them. I'm not even going to say that uh, I do Batman and I'm the best. I know I'm not. But Reggie and Chris, they might be. Especially with those books. Doom Patrol, Reggie is a Doom Patrol freaking fanboy who couldn't wait for that book. Just have that. I, I don't know. Well, really, though, what does it matter? It doesn't matter. It just gets me mad. It gets me mad, Eric. I see all these other fucking sites on there. It's not even, again, it's not even that I, I see that and I'm like, oh man, if we had that, people would really listen to our podcast then, Eric. It's not even that. It's just. Yeah. It's almost like it would just be nice. I'd, I'd smile for once. One time I'd have a smile on my face. You deserve a smile once, Jim. You do. Once. Once ever. Everybody deserves one smile, right? Just one. That's all I want there. Just one. But yeah, we're, we're never going to be on the back of a book or whatever. No, they don't like us. And these, these individual, we do have people who are creators listen, and I give them full respect. Because most of them, if they listen, eventually we're going to get angry at something and whatever. And most that, that seem to get the whole deal, right? Yeah. They know that everybody isn't going to kiss. We're not yes men. We're not going to kiss their ass all the time. But yet, if we like something, I think we might go over the top God enthusiastic for it than other. You know, you hear somebody with, if everybody's happy, right, then letters. nobody's happy, right? Infamous. <sighs> Infamous. 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 No, I'm really tired. 
I, so I, I don't need to get this angry. This is why if we if we don't stop this podcast, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. I do. <laughs> I think I'm going to be dead. It's nothing to do with the shitty eating I do and all this fried food. It's not. It's my no. anger at the, this podcast, and I just hurt my back. Here. It might be a I bunch just, of things. I'm, I'm the, as I'm doing this, I'm, my fucking arms are waving around, and now my back really hurts. <laughs> It really hurts. I'm gonna have to go get another muscle relaxer. Really off the rails. The, I, I read the the thing and it says. Uh, I think the instructions said you're allowed to take ten an hour. I said, yeah, that's that sounds like a challenge, right? Actually, it said only take one a day. That is a challenge. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna go off to the mail section and finally get to the people who love us, Eric. Not this DC nonsense. I don't hear DC call. Mister DC is never calling in that rant. Right. He isn't, right? I don't see Mr. DC mailing shit. Yeah, really. He's there. He's all pissed off. Ah, fuck him. You, you yeah, can't dial be... it on a rotary phone, Jim. Uh, Mr. DC, you do when you, you're thinking of him right now. You are thinking of the Monopoly Man, right? Because that's who I'm thinking man. of. It's the Monopoly Man, and he's got this thimble and a fucking little car, and, and then he's trying to use his rotary phone. He can't. His monocle just fell out because he's an asshole. But yeah, we'll be back with the mail. <laughs> Eric, anybody tell you you're sweeter than a Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie? Anybody no ever one's tell ever you that? told me that. They never said that you're sweeter than sweet a Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie. I just had a piece of a Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie. What do you think of that? It was a big craze. They, they I, went I, I know it was a craze. I've never yes. had it, but I heard it's pretty goddamn good. Yeah, I like it. It's a little, um, it's a little, it's not, I can't, I say spicy, not spicy okay. hot. Just like spices in it. I'm oh, not spices. a big no. I'm not a big sweet potato fan. Uh, but I like this pie. Patty Labelle makes a hell of a sweet potato pie, Eric. I want Patty Labelle to sponsor this podcast so I can eat more of her sweet potato yeah, pie. Yeah, because that's what you need. Yes, sweet potato pie. I went down. I had a. Pink, or a, a, I want to say painkiller, but it's more of a muscle relaxer, which is probably yes. worse for me than a painkiller. And uh, you gotta poop your pants. Well, no, I'm just saying it, it really no, is making me. I am relaxed right now. To yeah, you, you're saying my sphincter might relax so much that That's I poop I my pants. I yeah. told Rafe the story tonight about when I crap my pants because <laughs> Logan, my youngest son, seems to really been. I know that kids, you know, once you realize you can kind of fart on command at points, it's yeah. very funny to like click your heels while you're farting or lift your. He, it's over the top. He, that's all he does. He just walks around and farts. And Rafe said that he was hoping that Ray, uh, Logan craps his pants. And then I said, but then it's going to go in his socks. And then Rafe didn't understand. I told him the story about when I crapped my pants as a kid and yep. he was crying laughing. And he, he just, he didn't understand. He, he really couldn't grasp that there was a bathroom at the supermarket that I was at and they wouldn't let me go in because that really home. isn't a thing really anymore. And yeah, I was telling him the tight cheek walk home. <laughs> 
Oh, it was awesome. It's a long walk. I'm telling you, I used to work right next to it. We lived in the same neighborhood. It's not that long, but it's long. It's, you it's take long a when you have to take a dump. I didn't make it. I did not make it. And the worst is when I realized I wasn't going to make it. And then you have to make the, you know, you gotta you make, make a, a decision. decision. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, do I just shit my pants right now and get on with it? Or, but no, it, it would be like if you're drowning. You know, you're on the Titanic. Yeah. You kind of know you're going to go down, but you're you're, you're going to fight it every step of the way. You're going to fight it all the way. Or you're just yeah, going to let go. Or you're just going to let go, like Jack. Eric, he was frozen. He Never just let went go, into Jim. the water. Never let go. I let go. Right in my socks. Right in the socks. <laughs> but yes, this is mail section number one. If you want to be on the mail, Eric, you yourself. The only way okay. you're going to get on this mail is to write into Weird Science DC Comics what at gmail.com. And uh, you know, then you'll be on because you can write in anything you want. You could give us your I don't know, list I, I've of sent groceries. You emails and you've never said it on the podcast. No, because uh, there is one last filter, and that's me. And when you write them in, I'm like, why the fuck do I have to write? Because you his said it. You're I on want to write in. No, I mean everybody podcast. else, not you. Oh, You're, you right. are not included. You I've and those tried. Canadians, Eric. Makes sense. Actually, the Canadians are allowed in because no, uh, I don't know. You and Reggie, I thought you guys by now would have moved to Canada. You guys all want to move to Canada for having problems with that election, Eric. Oh, that election! All the the sights you saw. I don't know what I'm saying. I was on a lot of websites. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, the first email is from Kev from 365 Flex Podcast, and you should go listen to them uh, because they're pretty awesome. But Kev says, hey, Jim, Reginald, Cosmic Chris, and oh, yeah, I guess Eric is there, too. The fuck, man? Goddamn. That is right. We're friends. I'm telling you, here's the thing. Toby is your uh, friend from across the pond. Kev is mine, so don't you try to, like, weasel in on him. He's my buddy. He's Redemption. So I was going to write you guys a super awesome, amazing email. But you know what? I've been super busy at work. Chris and I have been super busy with 365 Flicks Podcast, the greatest and best movie, TV, and geek-related <laughs> podcast out there. Sure and is. we invaded someone else's podcast and took that shit over like a couple hard-ass some bitches. I heard. Yes. Add to this, I got your 22-hour podcast each week, and I'm three fucking weeks behind on my books. Spending the weekend catching up, though. He did. He usually, every week, he would say, hey, what books are good? And I would tell him he hasn't been able to even ask me because he's been behind, but I could tell he's, he's catching up. Anyway, I'm off to fight my body against sleep. Sleep is for raging pussies. I know. And right? Eric L. Shea. Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck you indeed. Also, top five arcade right games. Now. Y'all can suck it, this is funny because remember, this is another guy, you know, in the UK at least, and this is his top five arcade games. Number five, point blank. Yeah. It, it, this must Big have deal. been huge over there. Uh, shooty gunny game. Now, I think you were talking when Toby was talking about it. Uh, the funny thing is n- no guns over there. So I, I think that that really does throw a little something in there. That it's exotic. It, you know, it's intriguing. A gun. Yeah, and even with, especially the police, you have like a freaking, you know, virtual cop or something like that probably really gets really exciting because now that's like the time you can pretend you're in those action movies there. Action movies. Number four, OutRun. Any version. 
Number three, Street Fighter. Number two, Virtual Tennis. And I told you the Virtual Tennis on the Dreamcast yeah. it was one at one point one of my favorite games. Me and my son Alex would play all the time and really never argued with that game. We had so much fun. It was uh, doubles in that. I, I, I is don't know if I ever saw awesome. a Virtual Tennis arcade game though. Um, no, I, I may not have. I, I was out of the arcade by then. And number one, Bubble Bobble, Eric. People with their bubble bobble. I've never played bubble bobble on arcade, only on NES. Yeah, yeah, bubble bobble. But that is Kev from 365 Flicks. And yeah, Thanks, go Kev. listen to them. And bubble bobble, I just, I'm not a big fan. I'll talk to you I later, really, Kev. And it's funny. <laughs> bubble bobble is not even something I could say, like, I hate that game. I just never really played it. I, I never did. Uh, You're more next, of a joust man. I got you. I don't. I actually, I told you, I don't like joust one bit. Uh, I'm te- I like Centipede. How about that? That's the only game that I probably liked that had a trackball. And I, I still, don't even think you like Centipede that much. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really like it. I, I hated Missile Command. I, I just, I don't know what it is. I, there's, it takes a lot for me to like you anything, pinch your hand? really. Yeah, I would. I'd pinch my hand. When I would play that Atari X's and O's football, and, and that's American football, Kev. Don't uh, you go start uh, thinking we're talking <laughs> soccer. Uh, it would pinch the shit out of my hand. I'd get so upset. I'd, I'd start crying. And then people are like, oh, you know, your son's over there. Why are you crying? I'm like, I, I can't help it. That was last Just week. Just I have yeah. a son. That was last week. Uh, but now the next one is Christian. Christian uh, says, so I was thinking as I was listening to the beginning of the podcast where you guys name all the networks you are a part of. And I got to thinking, you have at least three people that have podcasts that listen to you guys. And I and you have Dylan, DC Bros Podcast, Toby from 42 Shades of Geek, and me with Salty Playground, which I was going to say, Christian, is from the Salty Playground yes. podcast. I know that some others have also written in, but they are not uh, a part of the Twitter conversation as much. Anyway, my idea is you guys should go ahead and make your own network like the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Batman Podcast podcasting network because your guys network would be the best because you are all uh you are all the best anyway we'll probably write in later this week but i don't if i don't keep in touch and uh go back to work <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't read now i'm having problems you're sincerely Christian. Pills, uh, that sounds like a lot of work that's what i was thinking the whole time like, network. it would network. it would be a lot of work and network i i just i told you before my big goal when we started the podcast like Here's the funny thing. Quite frankly, seriously, you had the idea of having a comics network when we first started the site before we were even aware there was such a thing. I'm yeah. not saying that you created them or you yeah. had the idea before anybody else. Like Underworld. You did, you did, yeah. Did, what it, oh, my idea is going to come up fucking this, this podcast. Wait till you hear when I go off on Deathstroke <laughs> because they stole my idea. I won't even say what it is. But you know I had that idea. That has been a joke of mine for fucking about, years. But yeah, the thing is I will. See, I'm even giving you credit with this comic podcast network thing and you're fucking shitting in my face. You're shitting down my throat. Uh, you had the idea. Does this make sense? You had the idea before you knew that others had the idea. So it was yes. completely original for you. It's very innocent. It was, it was just too late. But yeah, yes. you you did say that. And even then, I think I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? That's so much work." And yeah. this was more of a written review type network. We were yeah. going to have all these sites and all, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, what I 
said when we first started the podcast and why I like to do what we do, uh, like my grandfather told me to do, mm-hmm. is that I like to have a network within this podcast. Like we have the podcast, and tonight we are going to have Christian himself has a review on the podcast. We have uh, stuff from Ben from Nerd Church, and I like that. And I told you, one of the things that I really like doing, uh, why we read all this mail and things like that, is because we like to talk to people. And I like to do things different uh, than other podcasts, uh, only to make them angry. In my mind, that makes them angry. They may not, they might not listen. But what other podcasts like welcome other podcasters to be on? And so I think it's great. It's awesome. And plus, we're lazy fellas. Let other people do work, right? Yeah. yeah. Thanks. It takes Christian. away from us. Uh, next week, someone's know. gonna have like a whole section besides us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everybody. Anybody want to review Batman next week? Just call in. Fucking yeah. review Batman for me. I can go to, to fucking go to sleep. Uh, the other thing though, now Christian wants this network. Other people want the uh, the fucking message board back on the site. I, that's a lot of work. I'm not. I'm, I got too much work here. I'm too tired. Uh, the next email is a new listener. Denver. I like that name. Denver. 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 It'd be awesome if his last name was Colorado, but it is not. Denver says, hey, Jim. (laughs) This is great. I sent this to you when you pointed. (laughs) Hey, Jim and the Weird Science Gang. You're only in the gang, Eric. You're not one of the main. You're you're only the gang. I'm 43 and started uh, back to reading comics after 30 years of not reading. I never read any superhero. I was getting old Dennis the Menace and Dagwood at the thrift junk store when I was 13. It's weird because he's 43. I'm older than him. And it seems like he was in some time warp getting (laughs) Dennis the Menace and Dagwood. He He, was 13. He got at the five and dime getting his malt name. Yeah, he was having his his fucking malt. He was having his uh, fucking, I don't know. I was going to say something. That's what I was going to The egg cream. Soda and cream, yeah. He, the egg cream is I'm not a big fan and my brother got me a subscription of the first three years of G.I. Joe I got all my superhero fix on Saturday morning cartoons and the cheesy 70s live action shows and I'm telling he he probably really liked uh, well he he's probably talking about the Wonder Woman and stuff but I wonder if Denver also liked Dr. Shrinker Eric Dr. Shrinker what's that yeah but Dr. Shrinker was the best Uh, and now the movies so I went to my local comic shop. His local comic shop is Elite Comics, Aaron, to get the preacher trade to read up before the show started. Holy crap, I was overwhelmed on the amount of stuff out there. As I bought Preacher, the first issue of Rebirth was on the counter, so I grabbed it. The next week, the first wave of Rebirth came out, and I was only committing to four of them. Superman, Batman, Detective Comics, and Action Comics. That's fucking good four. I needed help decoding what the hell was going on. That's when I stumbled upon your website and then the podcast. I apologize to you, Denver. He says, oh, the podcast. Normally, it would take five to six episodes to get hooked to a show, not yours. After one show at nine plus hours, I'm in. See, that's the thing. It is like six other episodes. Yep. You don't each have week time since, to listen to other fucking shit. No. Each week since Rebirth started, I tried to grab a book. I think it's go- is going to be the spotlight of the week. He's been off only twice. That's pretty good. Because really, Denver, send me an email and tell me what we should do. Because half the time we have no fucking idea. Like, we fucking what are we going to do? I guess we're going to do it just for the hell of it this week. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this week we have the Just Phenomenal. You guys are great. And shout out to Reggie and Chris on the history shows. I just finished the pre and post code episode and very informative. I'm a huge Bill Gaines fan and still love and read Mad Magazine. In the late 80s, I got addicted to the EC reprints, which was something I wanted since I saw the Creep Show movie. I had a couple of those. Yeah, some of my pull list is Briggs Land. Black Monday Murders, Moonshine, that's Toby's fucking yeah. thing, The Killer Inside the only Inside one I recognize. Yep. The Lone Ranger, and Outcast. Here, uh, here we go. Candy Bar Opinion. Fifth Avenue is superior over Butterfinger, as is Heath over Score. Now, I, I agree Heath over all Score. Right, all right. Fifth this Avenue over Butterfinger. Like saying that a human turd is better than a dog Yeah, that's turd, what I was right? going to say. You, you were really, you know... Yeah, splitting hairs of shittiness. Uh, it's funny you mentioned this, Denver. It makes me the fucking vending machine at work yeah, has a was, fucking fifth he's right, on. right next to a right next to the Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Right now oh, at our work, they oh, have so in much. our fucking vending machine. There's Fifth Avenue right next to Butterfinger, and I went in and saw that, and I came out to say and yelled to you like, "You see that fucking Fifth Avenue and Butterfinger?" Oh, I, I fucking say, yeah, you know because this past two weeks, Shut I think mouth. you've eaten thirty fucking whatchamacallits. That's <laughs> All you eat. Every second I turn around, this guy's eating a whatchamacallit. I'm addicted to him. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I need help, Jimmy. Uh, we, we really, we still should have the Just for the Hell of It candy episode. I, I don't care what you say. Help your pill addiction. We'll get my help for yeah, my whatchamacallit addiction. I'm not even going to start talking. I have a huge personal story with the whatchamacallit bar that is fucking awesome. It's one of my best stories ever. It's an ever, awesome story. Ever. And uh, I won't tell you that I was part of the test group, Aaron. I won't tell you that. But, yeah, I think – actually, I think you're on the test group now of how many fucking whatchamacallits can somebody eat before they die. I've gained a lot of weight over the last two weeks, I'll tell you I, that. I think the one day you ate five and yeah, because I that, think I that, said that to you – That keeps going up. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think the one day – at least you ate four because Maybe. I think I said, you've eaten three of those, and you go, oh, keep going. I said, I don't know, maybe four. Yeah, yeah. Who keeps track when it gets it's this funny. fucking it's insane? Like, you always have to get it too and you're like, wait for me to see you. And then you start eating it. You're like, just sit there with that. Watch him call it. Uh, Denver says, thanks for the endless hours of free entertainment. Keep it up. Well past 100. Please see you in seven. Denver G in KC. That's Thank you, Denver. Cool. I like that name. That's an awesome name. The next one is Ray. And Ray is another new listener. Hey, guys. Yeah, Ray, or Ray. A, new, a new email. He's been listening. I've been listening to your podcast, mainly the spotlights, because I love hearing your reviews and great commentary. I was wondering about the timeline in some of these comics, though, mainly the Batman, Justice League, Superman, Batman family, etc. For example, where does the All-Star Batman series fit in with the Rebirth Batman series? When did Batman have time to get abducted in Nightwing number seven? Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you. Now, I've already sent a mail back to Ray, but I told him I would read this. First off, I told him he's got to, you know, stop with just the spotlight and listen to the whole goddamn podcast, right? Yeah. That's number one. Number two, this is one of those things where you almost just have to not think about it. Yeah, that is my best things. advice. My best advice is to worry about continuity and timeline within each book itself. Like, yes, Batman, the book Batman should maintain a timeline and continuity that makes sense to you every time you pick up that book. If you want to pick up All-Star Batman as well and you start getting upset about it, it's just going to lead to more upset because, number one, it's different writers. You have all these things. But, but All-Star Batman and Robin is the craziest. It really is. But the other crazy one is, to me, that I these aren't – we. I told you about this email earlier in the yep. week, and we really didn't discuss it, but I don't know if you agree with me. 
team books, you got to throw out any bit of timeline, really, if, like a Justice League. You can't say to Judge, like, oh, what, why is Aquaman here when he's supposed to be well, doing it's, it's that? It's kind of like we talk about in, like, uh, what we will, when we talk about the Flash later on, where Wally yeah. West is now part of the Teen Titans. Yes. You know, yeah. where does he have the time? Does Now, it makes more sense with Wally because he is a speedster. He can get here and there. Yes, and he can get eye, there. But... And they kind of mention it just, they'll mention it, like in that book. They want you to know that they're aware of it. But you can't really, you can't hold them on that because if you're going to hold them on that, you're not going to get these books. You're not going to get a Teen Titans or, or that sort of thing, right? You, it would be near impossible to have them. And plus, then you'd have these weird stories where nothing really happens to lead them to go okay, to the next thing. Right now, the Justice League is the worst because from where we started in the Justice League series, it seems like within a week, they have not had even time to take off their goddamn no, boots, it seems no. like, in between stories. But even that, where you're more upset about is the timeline in that book itself. I yeah. don't think you're like, how, how does Wonder Woman no, take I, the time I, to I do this? I stopped worrying about that yeah. years ago because it fucking drove me nuts. Yeah, you really do have to, and, and then when you have crossovers and, and guest uh, appearances, like a Bruce Wayne being kidnapped in Nightwing, again, it's... I, I, I know, know that you're after you're a continuity ago. whore. You that's all you are. But you, you even you have to be like, well, if I'm going to enjoy this book, you just have to go with it, right? You, it as just, long as they don't contradict one another, I'm good. Well, that's what I'm saying. If all of a sudden uh, Tim Drake showed up in the Teen Titans book, you might Bullshit. have some problems. And yeah, that would be issues. If uh, I don't know, if if Shazam out of nowhere shows up in a book, you'd be like, where the fuck was he? And it wouldn't make sense and stuff like that. So uh, my advice, Ray, is. You kind of have to just hope that they maintain something within the actual single book that you're reading uh, once you try to piece them all together. Like this would be like when they they had in the New 52, the Batman Superman book. Uh, To me, I almost treated that book. It it was in continuity, but I always treated that like almost like annuals, how I treat that. Like there are side stories. They found time to do this. I don't know. But that's that's how you kind of have to go. Think about All-Star Batman as well. There's like we have Two-Face in that book. And the last time we saw Two-Face before that, it seemed like he committed suicide. Now they brought it up. They addressed it a little bit. They didn't go on how he survived or whatever, but – we have it at least. We know yeah. that this happened and it led into this somewhere down yeah, the line. Yeah, and, and even and that's that with all, all, that concerns with, me. Even that with All Star Batman, you even get like some of these books now. You get a little bit of a pass because you can go. Well, it's Rebirth. Yep. <laughs> You're just hey, it's a pretzel. Uh, though of all the books that we're talking about, uh, All Star really shocks me that that's that was put into the Rebirth. I I think that that was just done. So that uh, it just goes in with it and gets sales from that because a lot of these books that aren't branded Rebirth books uh, are looked at kind of by people as like, eh, it's not necessary. Yeah, why whatever. bother? Earth because because All-Star Batman, it here. does not have to be. That should be a book that's just like a, you know, not out of continuity, but you can Especially go since it's $4.99. Yeah, really. But yeah, yeah, that, that threw a little weird thing. But you get that back up, Eric. You oh. get that back up. The next email is not a new uh, mailer. It's Thanks, a right, second right. time mailer, Hakeem, who emailed okay. us for the first time last week. And Hakeem says, hey, Jim and Eric, just wanted to clarify something in regards to my last email where I mentioned you helped me see some of the flaws in a few of DC Rebirth storylines and how I cut my pull list by half. And if you remember when Hakeem said that we kind of point out things and make him not like the books as much. <laughs> and I apologize because it I don't well. want to be that asshole. But he says, I really wasn't accusing you guys of being negative, And I'm really sorry. 
if I gave that impression. The only thing you did was help me refine my list. See, I don't mind that, right? No, not we at don't, all. We don't have a service like DCBS up here in the Great White North. Oh, no, he's Canadian, Eric. He's sure going to be mad at me. And my bank account isn't exactly overflowing with cash. So as much as I want to follow all the DC Rebertellos, you just can't afford an arm and a leg right now. Four to seven dollars per issue in my LCS. Uh, so I used your reviews along with my personal preferences to make my list more affordable. That's all I meant by what I said. I consider you guys to be realists, not negative. Hope that clarifies that. Yes, we're realistic, Eric. We said that. Right. Sure. That's what so we that every today. goddamn time we have to Again. keep our monster to keep us going. Yeah. yeah. We're not I'm telling you, that's now. the why we tell. Yeah, we just say it. We're, we're not. <laughs> thank Again, thank you for making my Mondays tolerable. Hakeem from Montreal, Canada. You think he's seen Thanks, Serge LaPointe anywhere around there? I think that guy might be from Montreal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just had something I was going to say. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm very positive. I'd like to try to be positive. I can't say I'm very positive. Unless you're going to bring try, up, if you're going to bring up dioramas, though, Eric, that's trouble. I do love a <sighs> diorama. Yeah, they're ridiculous. They're not. It's funny too. I've been watching a lot of Community lately. And yeah. they keep making all these dioramas. And I'm like, yeah. man, I, those look yeah, awesome. Because it's a joke because how bad they are. Next one's Taylor. Taylor says, hey, guys, what's up? I apologize ahead of time for the long email. To start, I am pumped dancing Micah's back. Now, remember, Taylor is a Taylor's little behind. bit behind. Yes. Uh, Michael was like the brunt. Michael. Remember, Michael. <laughs> Michael, you're eating maggots. Michael was like the Brian Hitch version of Dancing Mike, except Michael could still explain something. Next, I've gotten through the first two issues of Monster Men, and so far it's very meh. My biggest complaint was that in Detective Comics, when Tim is about to die, and Spoiler calls Batman and says Tim is about to die or whatever, and Batman says no names over the intercom. The entire Monster Men so far has been him calling everyone by their first name over the damn thing. Make up your mind, Bruce. Speaking of that, boy. This week in Earth 2, they have that fucking issue as well. It made me laugh, too. <laughs> After listening to the serial just for the hell of it podcast, I thought I would throw my votes in. Best serial of all time, unfortunately, got discontinued for some stupid reason. Oreos. You ever have the Oreos? I'd like to say I have, but I can't say I for have. sure. I've had them. Oreos with marshmallows. Now it would be Marshmallow Mateys, generic brand of Lucky Charms at three. My kids actually like the Marshmallow Mateys. I, I hate to admit that they like a generic cereal. They love the Marshmallow Mateys. No kids of mine. They, but the, the best part of it is I like the name. It actually, I, I, I giggle every time Logan says it. He's like, can we get marshmallow mateys? And I, it just makes me laugh. But yeah, it is basically, it, it's full out generic brand of Lucky Charms. Oh yeah. At three, uh, that would be at three. At two would be Cookie Crisp, which me and you both said sucks anymore. We're not very Yeah, I'm big telling you, they that. changed the recipe at some point and it was awful. Yeah. Number one would be Reese's Puffs. I do love uh, Reese's Puffs. I don't. I'm not a big fan. The worst would probably have to be Raisin Bran. And I'm not a I I don't mind raisin bread. Occasionally, I do like me. I do like raisin bread. I'm telling you, I ate so much as a kid just to get all yeah. the freaking California raisins figures that came with it. You you were the one guy. I, I was. I like raisin bran. Tanya eats raisin bran and she pours like two a fucking you. pound. She pours a, two scoops of fucking sugar on that. And it makes me <laughs> sick. I'm telling that that cereal is one that I don't need to be overly sweet. No, no, I actually, not at all. I don't mind raisin bran, though. The raisins I'll tell you. do it for you, baby. Yeah, they it's do. Nature's candy. Uh, 
Raisin Bran is one of the cereals, though, that I cannot eat a generic version of it. For some reason, they cannot get it right, a generic version of it. And here's the weird thing. You think about it, and uh, you would think, like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're raisins. It's the bran part that it just, I don't know. They can't, they can't perfect it, Eric. They cannot perfect it. Uh, he says, Eric, what would be your One day top we'll get three? That brand technology uh, here, down. here, uh, what would be your top three favorite horror movies, Taylor? Oh, Rennes? fuck. You know this. You, you no, fucking make up 800 lists. What? I the know, only but thing they it would change, change all the goddamn time. Yeah, but it would change. But still, you know that, you know, your top three. Just go. You want to hear his first little get your thing? His yeah, first, yeah. the original paranormal activity, okay. sinister, and Oculus. These oh, are I, fairly I, I, new. I do love me some Oculus. So those are yeah. all very new. It's not in your uh, top three, though. No, definitely not. I do like Sinister a lot. I'm not allowed to watch it in my house anymore because it yeah. scared my girlfriend way too goddamn bad. Yeah. But no, my favorites would probably just be because I'm a fucking nutcase. But Evil Dead 2, Puppet Master 2, and probably Phantasm. Edit that out. Oh, Jess says edit that out, Eric. <laughs> what was the last one I was desperately trying to find? Did you say that last one was uh, uh, Wrong Turn? Is that no, what I heard? No, definitely not. No. Wrong turn. The guy Fantastic. at work. The guy at work is the best when he talks to Eric about uh, horror movies because he thinks like the character. All, all the villains are every, the names of the movie. Yeah, the movie is the character and the villain. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to dress up for for Halloween. I'm going to be wrong turn. <laughs> like what? <laughs> you mean three fingers salt? Wrong, what do you mean wrong here? turn sounds like the worst villain ever. <laughs> wrong you turn. Wanna go, you want to be Jimmy? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be Paranormal Activity. And then he just <laughs> says that. And the best about this guy is you'll say, you, you, like, his best thing is, I'm going to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And you're like, you're going to be Leatherface? And he looks at you so confused. <laughs> no. No, I'm going to be Texas Chainsaw. And that's what he actually says. He doesn't even go with it. It's the new. I'm going to be Texas Chainsaw there. That's because that last be Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre movie was just Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. so he goes with that. Now, I'm going to be... I'm going to be Lord of the Rings, Eric. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be, be Saul. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm going to be Point Break. I'm going to be fucking Bill and that makes sense. I'm going to be. I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm going to be I'm Forrest I'm Gump, be. Eric. But it, when he says that, he means <laughs> that he's going to be He's gonna be Jenny. That's uh, what he means. This is getting back to the Coke. I want to be Coke. It's hard to find a good scary movie anymore, though. We we watched It Follows the other day, and that was the most god-awful piece of crap I've seen in a it long time. It had a decent premise. It did not go the way it should. I, it just yeah. fell flat. Yo, I'm going to be It Follows for Halloween. I'm going to be It Follows. I do a pretty good impersonation of the guy, I think. I'm pretty, pretty good. good at that. It was almost like Brian Hitch wrote it because it made no sense. Nothing got explained, and it was fucking stupid. Sorry for bringing up his name twice. What? If you haven't watched Trick or Treat yet, check out Trick or Treat as well. Yeah. Sorry for bringing up... I'm going to be Trick or Treat, Eric. Sorry for bringing up his name twice, but I finished Just League 5 and it was horrible. I never thought there could be a worse story than All-Star Batman. And Robin... uh, All-Star Batman and Robin, he said. Okay. But Hitch... I was like, holy crap. But Hitch hilariously proved me wrong. For the love of God, DC, get him the fuck off that book. Is it just people who talk to us that think this because it really is a huge thing. Nobody likes the Justice League book that we know, right? 
I'm gonna be Have Justice we, League, Eric. That's I'm gonna be Justice League. You gotta be a mediocre book that doesn't make sense. That's right. That. No, no, Justice League. That means that I'm gonna be oh, Wonder Superman. Woman. Wonder oh. Woman. <laughs> Lastly, I laugh hysterically every time I hear you guys call someone uh, mongoloid. <laughs> that was always been one of my favorite insults. I'm always having to explain it afterwards, and I've never heard anyone else say it. Again, sorry for the long email. You guys kick ass and have a great week. Ah, oh, mongoloid, Eric. I'm gonna be mongoloid. <laughs> Mongoloid. Wasn't that that movie with uh, fucking Tom Cruise? Mongoloid? No, what? No. Eyes wide shut? What are we talking about? <laughs> no, there's some movie that's. Cocktail? Like... No. I'm going to be cocktail, Eric. I go around <laughs> flipping fucking drinks all around. I'm cocktail, Eric. You're a disaster, actually, uh... is what you are. What's that? You're a disaster, is what you I are. You keep breaking disaster. fucking bottles. Uh, yeah, really. Can you imagine me as cocktail? <laughs> Not only would I break the the bottle would break somehow, stab me in my fucking jugular. Fucking, there'd be blood all over the place, and then I'd trip, and there'd be shit in my sock. I couldn't explain it, but that is the mail error. We're gonna be back now uh, with the books. You, you're a, excited, right? The books. I'm gonna be Mission Impossible. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be True Lies, Eric. I'm True Lies. I'm True Lies for Christmas. For Christmas. Yeah, Tom Arnold. I, I, I'm trying to think about it. I'm going to be, see, I say commando. That makes sense. I'm going to be Christmas I'm gonna be, story. I'm, <laughs> what a fucking mongoloid, Eric. <laughs> a mongoloid. But yeah, we're going to be back with the books. And I'm going to be the books, Eric. I'm going to be the books. I'm going to be Detective Comics. But Shut yeah, up, we'll Brian. Be, we'll be back in a minute. Listen that solo. I've done it. It was some, really, it was some hot licks. Earlier What's today, that? I freaking was going grocery shopping with Jess, and the freaking yeah. this song came on, the actual song. And I'm sitting there, I started snickering. She's like, what's so funny? I started singing the song for her yeah. to the cut. <laughs> yeah, bad-mouthing yourself. Hot yeah, licks yeah. gone. It is the time for the books, though, Eric, and this is what I say for that. I have a lot of songs tonight. You gotta like do a little that. bit better than Britney. Come on, do something else. You don't like that one? How about I know, I like this one? Yeah, come on. No, 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 no. 
Here's the best intro of any song. The best intro of any song is this one, and I love it, and it gets me fired up. And here we go. So fucking good. Oh, oh. I love that. Yeah, I got, I got them all here. But uh, you know what? We're just gonna have to go with the standard. Yeah. This is like the unofficial theme, right? All right. I love it. Yeah, this is part of It always gets me fired up. But yeah, this is the books part of the podcast. I need something to pump me up only because I am falling asleep. Because Dude, I don't of know how you're still awake. Things. Whenever I take yeah, muscle makers, I pass the whew. fuck out. I am. I'm in pro- Look at that little girl. Look at all them chickens. Yeah, little dummy. Little dummy. They aren't (laughs) chickens. They aren't chickens, girl. Let's, you know, that's one of those things that if it was my kid, I'd be yelling at her because I don't want her to think that she's smart. Uh, That came out wrong, but I don't, I, I wouldn't want to. Think, let her think that any, yeah, just anything she says comes true. That's not how this life works, Eric. That's not how it works, does it? I don't know. I've been wishing for DC to recognize us for a while. It's not happening. No, that's that's what I'm saying. That's you know what I think. DC's my daddy, and they will not fucking call me back. No, you're just sitting on the curb waiting for Daddy DC to show up and take you out to the arcade, Eric. And it's not happening. Daddy DC's not calling. Daddy (laughs) DC. I, I, how can I explain it? Daddy DC might call you on the phone occasionally and, and pretend they care. They don't care. Daddy That's it. DC. You know, for now Daddy on, it's no longer Mr. Coming. DC. It's Big Daddy DC. It's, it's Big Daddy DC now. You just there. There's little Eric J. Tear rolling down his fucking cheek like he's some fucking Indian and somebody just threw fucking goddamn fucking trash Garbage? at you. Garbage? There you go. Yeah, I, can't, I can't think. <laughs> I cannot think right now. The guy is drunk. <sighs> I am. I'm drunk, Eric. Because I tell I you that you know it. Yes, he was. A lot of those Indians in the 70s and early 80s were Italians. Uh, that's the spaghetti westerns as well. That's, that's Indigenous little, people, Jim. Indigenous people. That's, that's fucking American Indians, Eric. American Indians. I, I hate the dot not feather comment. That is one of my least favorite things ever. Uh, and it really shows your age. If you say that still, number one, slap yourself in the face because you're awful. But number two, nobody thinks American Indian anymore. It's it's a no. sad thing. But if I hear Indian, I'm not thinking American Indian. I am Absolutely in fact, not. thinking the dot section of that yeah, you know that twofer, but uh, that's even. I actually awful. got yelled at too today because like while we we're out, we got some Chinese and Jess oh. got some curry chicken at the Chinese place. I'm like, yeah, it, the whole car just smelled like fucking curry. Then I hate Indian food. She loves it. I'm like, yeah. it's fucking Indian food. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start up my own American Indian goddamn restaurant. It's oh, have an American Indian. And You're corn. gonna have maize. Call, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna call the corn maize, and the whole place is gonna be called a powwow. Oh, she no, said, "You're no. awful. Don't that talk is to awful. me anymore." You, you're gonna have a fucking this restaurant. Uh, make it just a a food truck that has a fucking teepee on it. Why don't you? Yeah, and fucking <laughs> just. It's the wigwam, Jim. Yeah, you're out there doing a fucking. Next thing you know, you're serving up shit. It starts raining. You're dancing around. You're fucking serving fire water. No, no, you don't have a liquor license. No fire water there. No fire water. You just say no smoke fire water. Pipe they don't know. No There's, smoke on the peace pipe. No, it no, might no. as well be awful. What me, him who shits pants. That's my Indian name, and I'm very proud of it, Eric. You know what I'm gonna go for this? Uh, well, it's already passed. I can't say this Halloween. I'm gonna be Tropic Thunder, Eric. I'm going as Tropic Thunder. Whew. 
I, I, I'm, I'm done with that one. Right. <laughs> Where's my jazz should, flute? Should have gone out on a high note. Uh, that's the thing. I told you that is not the weird science way. You always, have to go, always go out on a low note. But speaking of low notes, Eric. Meat and cheese. Meat and cheese. We're going to be talking about the books right now. If you want to see our written reviews, go to weirdsciencedccomics.com. We do have the reviews that come out uh, each week. Me, him who writes them, reviews. Uh, they come out. We usually try to get them out there at midnight on Wednesday. But, you know, you can come stop by every other day, see what we're up to. Uh, lately, I haven't been up to that much. Him who like them sleep is what I like to call myself yeah, right. as an Indian. I have no American Indian whatsoever in me. You know you what? But but I do, I also like uh, unlike Indians, Eric. I don't have any reservations. Boom boom. You like that one? You I like do. that joke? That was pretty good. Uh, the books this about week what? in general about anything oh, okay. uh, about having a good podcast. I I had podcasting. I don't know about these books this week. I had a I think I personally had a pretty positive week with them. I, I didn't had a like, middle of the road with I didn't like Reggie's books at all. No. Um, no, I can't say not at all, but uh, his were a little down this week. I think my books were better than, you know, I had the winners, uh, but even then, I, I don't know. I don't know if this rebirth is starting to get me down. Hey, how about you? You, you get just, worn down by this rebirth? There's just not a lot happening anymore because the, the amount of books that are coming out at us, yeah. it's kind of like we're just, just treading water now waiting for this oh, goddamn oh, event yes. to happen. LeBron James. <laughs> Tell you, the, uh, I'm just thinking while you were saying that, that Reggie wants us to be drunk on episode 100. I think it started early. I think right now those but seven. You told me ahead of time. Those seven fucking relaxers. Throw this chip away. Let's killing get to me. It. I am in trouble. I don't think I'm going to last this podcast. I might fall asleep. I'll just be snoring and really, I'd probably, that'd probably be the most intelligent thing I've said on the podcast since we started. Me just snoring. I, I did, uh, Dancing Mike is going back and listening to all the old podcasts and just a so uh, shout out to Dirty Drew as well. I think if you want to hear me as a robot, listen to those first couple podcasts. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> Hello, Eric. I was so bad. Remember the one guy at work started bad, like fucking making fun of me because my robotic delivery. No, I got so upset. Yeah, Ben. Ben would really? say that I was so robotic and I was so depressed. It almost ended there. And then Reggie was giving me shit. It almost ended there as well. And then a couple times I got so mad at you that it almost ended there. <laughs> and it really. Yeah, ever since anytime anything happens, yeah. you threaten me to shut down the podcast. Yep. Yeah. This week I told you like three times that if you talk to this one guy at work, I was shutting down the podcast and I would sit there and stare at you. This this guy, the guy at work, I basically uh, he. How could I explain this? He trash talks everyone. He's a shit talker. He, he's a shit talker, but in a shit talker like a piece of shit talker that he is a almost a 70 year old man i would guess yeah. by now right and he is like a little girl who tattles on people so if he sees somebody and then this guy's the worst worker who has ever lived in the existence of planet earth he is the worst and he is an awful human being i have told you a hundred times he might be the most awful piece of shit human being I've ever met in my life. I've heard we him. We equate him to Steven, Samuel Steven Jackson's on, character yeah, in, in Django. Yup, in Django. Because he'll act like your best friend and then he turns evil and he will just go and tell on you and make up shit. Uh, yep. And this week, 
he did that, or it was like last, like a two it weeks was last ago. Week, yeah. He did that where he tried to get Eric in trouble, and I said I'm never going to talk to this guy again. And then I fucking I failed myself, and I did. <laughs> but then the, on Thursday or Wednesday, whenever it was, we heard him trash talking us. And he was making fun of you and me because we both went to the bathroom. And it was like, oh, where one goes, the other follows. And he was fucking trying to get us in trouble and whatnot. So I went off on him and started screaming and told him he was an awful fucking human being and never talked to me again or whatever. But then I said to you, you had solidarity. I said, and I told you right away, if you talk to this motherfucker, podcast over. That's yep. a, I don't. What else do I have to, to put over you? Yeah, yeah. So I saw you talk to him and I said, it's over. I, it's I was looking related. from across. You said the, work nope. It was okay. No, but I saw you laughing. Oh, Mr. Fucking Laughter. I and the worst had a is. smile on my face. The worst is. Yeah, that is not allowed. Because the worst is I called this guy on and I said, you talk a lot of shit, don't you? And he tried to walk away and I said, yeah, you fucking piece of shit. And then he said, and you were getting all upset because you said I was making things awkward because I was oh, screaming yeah, I can't at deal him. With fucking and th- I the can't minute do it all. that I started, I'm like, that's all you do. You talk shit. You're a fucking piece of shit, motherfucking asshole who's the worst person I've ever met. The first thing he says to me, yeah, but Eric's the worst worker who ever lived and he's an ass. I'm, Fuck you. I was so mad. I'm getting and mad now. The guy now. tries to be my buddy all the time. Yeah. Oh, always. Oh, to me, it's always. Oh, what are you having for dinner tonight, Jimmy? You know what I'm? You're gonna have a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> you fucking jerk. Yeah, I told him. I said I don't want you to ask me about fucking food. I don't want your goddamn coupons. Also, this is a guy who brings in coupons and says, "Hey, do you ever see this?" And then it, it, the coupon's not for you. He just no. brings it in to show you that he has the coupon. It doesn't make sense. The guy's, he's a moron. Yeah. I hate that guy. Shrimp scompi? Yeah, yeah. He, shrimp scompi. I've never oh. had that. Jimmy, huh? we can't have this here because if Asha showed up, they'd shut yeah, us down. Yeah, he thinks Asha, Asha is, is pronounced Asha, and we had no idea. And also, if, if you want to talk about, like, some people are like, hey, you guys should, you know, start collecting money for the podcast. You should go on Patreon. The only reason we ever would, really, is so that we could throw it in this fucking asshole's face. I don't know why we're talking this about this cunt. guy tonight. I don't know why we're talking about it. I hate that guy. You know what I don't hate? This first book, Eric. Good. Detective Comics number 944. He said that you were a piece of shit, Eric, and that yeah. really upset me. I flipped out, screaming at him, yelling. And it's funny because I've taken over all of his jobs over the years. Yeah, yeah, because he can't. It's and he's useless, a piece yeah. of shit. He's useless. He and oh, I, I can't stand – the guy can't even walk. He's got a club foot, walks around with a goddamn <laughs> limp, and every day I tell you I hope he has a fucking stroke, and then I can make fun of him. I want it's him like to show up It's like every time he gets off a forklift, you stop everyone you're doing. It's yeah, hoping he'll I just watch drop him dead right there. Because the guy rides on a fork truck and cannot get off the fork truck. He has to throw <laughs> himself off and then almost fucking falls on his face every time I'm waiting for that time. I, I am. I'm waiting. I said to you, like some people like, man, I wish that guy dies. I'm more into, like I said, I don't wish he dies. I hope he has a stroke so I can make fun of him every fucking day. I want him to come in, hey, girl, what to do? Uh, what the fuck are you talking about? This guy shits his pants every other day at work and brags to people about it. Says, yup, I shit my pants again. There goes another pair of underwear. I mean, the guy shits his pants so many times that he has a method where he cuts his underwear off of himself so that he doesn't wipe the sh- I, Who comes up with that? 
He carries, he has a fucking pair of scissors in his car, he's told me, because that is to cut his underwear off when he shits his pants. Why? Guy's almost <laughs> 70, shitting his pants. Nonstop, all these years. He walks by and you, you gag because all you smell is a fucking feces. Jesus Christ. I say shit about me having diarrhea. At least I get to the goddamn toilet. The guy fucking... Oh, plus, here, you want to get, get... Why I'm talking about this guy now, I don't know why. I don't... The guy, we have a factory we work in. There are two, three bathrooms in the yes. factory. This guy, where there are women working, where there are other people outside, the guy will go out the back door and take a piss out the back door of the factory. Because he can't make it to the bathroom. That is fucking nonsense. He's a fucking animal. <laughs> Detective Comics number 940. Am, am I lying? No, it's awful. None of this this guy lie. takes a piss out the back door of a factory. He should be arrested. And on I top of that, his entire family. Every Monday I go into work hoping that he has had a stroke. One day my dream will come true. Well, the other guy who used to work there who was just like him, he just had a stroke, too. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Shit's coming down. And just to tell you, and if you think that we're faking the funk any time in the podcast about what we say, what happened when they came around with the card to sign for that guy? <laughs> you, you wouldn't sign <laughs> it, and not. I fucking went ballistic. I'm like, <laughs> why would I sign a card for that piece of shit? And then remember I asked the guy, because, in, in fact, the guy who I'm yelling about tonight is the guy who brought around the card. Yeah. And I said, oh, does he talk funny? And then he's like, yeah, kind of. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. And then remember, he's like, that's me. And I'm like, I don't believe believe me. When this happens to you, I'm going to feel the same way. <laughs> fucking jerk. Jerk. Yeah, you don't sign any cards, though. The one lady, poor lady, her her sister died. And they came around. Now, we don't, don't even, even know, know her. That lady. We don't know her. And uh, she, they came around. And I never know what to write on these cards. So uh, I looked. And there's... Uh, another gym in the factory so when they came by uh the guy's like hey do you want to sign this and i look and i see that other gym just wrote gym and i yeah. put times two <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna make her feel better detective comics not for sure i still don't know which lady it is i don't either i don't know they they say these names and they're names i've never heard this is well, like my, my they, wife they will don't be like, use the nicknames we yeah, have. Well, my wife will, will go and say stuff about like, oh, you remember we went to school and she says a name and legitimately I have never heard this name in my entire life. And then she gets mad at me. She gets so angry because she thinks I'm messing with her that I just want to make her seem dumb. I know that's what she says. I just I don't remember these people. Listen, I, I was getting cues and, you know, I, I was a cool dude, Eric. A oh, yeah. cool dude. Yes. The Cool dude with a, a kick-ass mood is what they used to say to me when I walked down the hall snapping my finger. Yeah, that makes sense. Detective Comics, 944. I'm going to get to it eventually. i, I got to get all this anger out because I, I did like this enough. Written by James Tyne in the fourth. Another guy who hates us, Eric. Art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Adriano Lucas, and Marilyn Patrizio. 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 James Tynan shows us all that the victim syndicate is a force to be reckoned with and that there is never a moment's rest for Gotham's vigilantes. For me, the best parts are the personal bits with Clayface and Luke Fox joining the team and the art. Can you tell I was, I was 
full out on fucking muscle relaxers. I'm reading this. I'm like, that is the worst fucking blurb I've ever written in my life. It, it ends with, uh, for me, the best parts of the personal bit with Clayface, Luke Fox joining the team and the art. Hmm. Yeah, that yeah. was. I came up lame. I I think actually the the rest of my blurbs they, they get worse. I, really I was really minor half decent because I don't remember what I wrote now, and yeah. I'm not on drugs. Yeah, I, I was having a lot of problems. Uh, Detective Comics, Aaron, the Victim Syndicate. They're full in effect. They're in full effect. I I'd like to say I I like this issue enough. I think that possibly when we get to the end score, I may have reviewed it a little higher than I should have. When I went and reread it. It really is a continuation of a lot of setup. Oh uh, yes, definitely. From the last issue, there is not. Uh, there, there are some new things, but it's really it's setting up. But I'll have to tell you, I like the pace. I like how James Tynan gives us because we're going to learn about the victim syndicate. And instead of him just full out like here they are, boom, 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 he's going to gradually go and give it, but not. A ton really happens in, you know, really, it's like 10 minutes, it seems, and then they, you know, it is ended. But uh, what was that? When when the victim syndicates show up and we had the whole confrontation with our team here, I uh, was a little upset that we didn't learn anything new about them, but... When we get back to the Belfry and we yeah. have a whole file and all of yeah, these guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, actually, I like that reveal yeah. the way it happened. I like the pace of, of learning that instead yeah. of it, you know, because it does, it makes it seem a lot more natural. Now, it starts off, it, it kind of is a weird start because it starts off with Stephanie Cassandra Harper there with Dancing Mike and Clayface. And the, the funny thing is I always forget Clayface is, is you know, looking dapper and, yeah. and sexy so you know, with his crowbar it, it, arms yeah yeah then that's when i'm like oh yeah i forgot but yeah they're oh, yeah. going <laughs> basically they want to see luke fox's flying car Harper i actually wants like to this see little it. side plot we have going on where they break away from the party just to have a look at this yeah. car and it's weird though because if you think about it this was something where almost like a diehard where you would think that they're cutting away to do that, and that would lead into something in the comic like, oh, everybody gets knocked out, but they weren't there. It doesn't really have anything to well, do with that. It's really. a good goddamn thing they did because, actually, I didn't realize this the first time I read it. When they go in, they they open up the special security doors with uh, yeah. Clayface as the crowbar arms they, go, yeah. and yep. they go in and look. And this is where the pieces of the Batwing uniform fly off of and yep. go and find and Luke that, yeah. If they yeah. hadn't opened this goddamn door, they would just be bouncing off this goddamn security yeah, it, door. You would think it's weird because they don't really even call that out, really. But I agree with you. It's funny, though, because Luke then is an idiot to me. Because he, if he, because he just, he takes it for granted that shit's going out. But yeah, it, it's kind of a neat thing. I think it's supposed to. I didn't realize what was happening at first. I actually think that the main thing was is to just show you that it is realistic that these pieces did go. I don't know if they even thought through. It's very Iron Man 3 about it. And it is. It is very Iron Man 3. And it's weird because this happens in this and in the next book, in Action Comics with Lex. Uh, the same kind of thing that this. I don't know. Is, I kind of you know, like that more. I actually, I can't even say that because I like this as well. It's just different I like takes it. on it, which it's I, just I like so, both of them. It, it continues because we said in the last time we talked to Detective Comics that Luke Fox definitely is Tony Stark in this. Oh, he yeah. really does seem he's and they prove you know, it from over the top. Here. And boy, this. But I always love, and I even when uh, Batwing had his own book, anytime you have that Batwing's, Batwing suit in a dark environment, it was it, the it's best. solid gold. It's, uh, it's, what, it's the best looking thing ever. 
when I he jumps it. off the building and the the suit and wraps him there, yeah. and it freaking we get the full suit at the end. I love the way the suit looks, and yeah. I miss seeing. It. I'm like, yeah. God damn it! What, so what have you been cool. for a while, Bat? When yeah, he's come back, I love it. So it looks like he's back. I mean, this issue really does spell out to me that yeah, he's full in. Uh, as the tech guy, I was never a fan of David when he was battling, but I love Luke. No, Fox no, I love Luke Fox as the deal. But yeah, he even then, like when he's like, and that Mister Fox is why they pay you the big bucks. I'm like, who are you talking to, Luke? But yeah, this is all Batman. Like said, hey, go get your suit. We're gonna go do this. So he does. He just jumps off the building to get the suit. Uh, it's a weird thing too because. It really, it ends up him out of the. He he's got to come back there. You know what I mean? It's like I'm gonna jump up. It's so for effect because he's just gonna circle around and come back. Now, I, I like it too, though. It's like imagine you know, everybody's panicking. The victim syndicate is busted into this gala, and then all of a sudden, if you happen to be running away, you just have to see Luke Fox jump out a goddamn window. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, and the, oh, I get. Yeah, really. If anybody's around, they know now that Luke Fox is <laughs> Batwing, and you know. Cover blown, but yeah, you have the victim syndicate, and they're there. And and basically, if you had been reading or haven't, uh, they're there saying that we're representing all the people who got caught in the crossfire of Batman and his vigilantism, and we also are going to take care of business with the people who support this vigilante who is causing all these problems. Uh, I like the idea. This idea is not very uh, new. Uh, You know what I mean? But the weird thing is, is as you go through this uh, issue, you find out a little bit about these people. Like you said, later on, you find even more when they go back to the Belfry. And I don't know. The people don't really seem to be, quote unquote, caught in the crossfire as much as I thought. Uh, They all seem to be involved with bad things or around a bad person. But I don't really know. I don't see Batman's real connection to that. That's them. what they I'm saying. Seem to be That's victim, the, like they should be the victims of the villain syndicate. You yes, know what I'm saying? They and should Batman be that or have... or this is like you're gonna get back to that uh thing, which they don't spell it out, but this is more of the victims of Batman has made this city full of villains and look what happened to us because of them. It's really like this is not a one plus one equals two connection. Like we you talked know, about it's that, down the line. Almost that. I can't remember what they were called, but almost like the victim syndicate and the Batman and Robin, where yes. the people who got together because Batman beat the shit out of them and scarred them terribly. Yeah, and that that makes That's more real sense motivation than these in guys. My mind. Uh, yeah. These these guys are odd the way they're spelling out. Well, Renee Montoya is the first to kind of confront them. Now she's a badass. Uh, yeah, and it's funny because they spell it out in Luke, and and they even I think Renee does as well, where they say, "Listen, are, are you dumb? You have." It's a gala that is introducing these weapons, and it is. I and it's funny cops, that James yeah. and James Tynan calls this out, and it made me laugh because I'm like, yeah, you know what? They did jump into this gala <laughs> where, like you said, every cop is there, and they are showing these new weapons, and they don't care though. They are there to tell everyone, listen, this is what. Now, this is where I go back to last issue that I thought, and it, it does continue here. There is a lot of forced bits of people like last issue was people protesting batman you know down with the bats and things like that and coming out of monster men to me that doesn't play out really well he people don't know the behind the scenes like me and you if we lived in gotham we don't know that the monster men are there because uh hugo Hugo strange Strange wanted to prove a point because of this and that all we would have known is hey there were goddamn godzillas batman beat them thank god but, I want to know what's printed in the Gotham Gazette because apparently yeah. they have some badass reporters there. Yeah, they must. There. And here's the thing is if you even look back at the beginning of the 
uh, Monster Man's story, I think that was the bit of setup. Remember when Batman's like, hey, we're going to help you? And Gordon was like, no, no. It's like one of the only times Gordon was even in the whole story when he was like, no, no, you know what? You are vigilantes. People don't, you know, they, they kind of pointed towards it and then it yeah, goes. Yeah, we, we had there. a big laugh about that because yeah. that in Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, fucking Batgirl's riding shotgun in Gordon's yeah, police car. Yeah, with Gordon. Uh, but, and it's funny that it just. Coming out of Monster Men, the story just does not fully ring true uh, to me. And then when you get the victim syndicate and where they tell you like what these, what the victims, how they origins. were, yeah, what's going on, it doesn't really ring true as well. But you do, they have, you have all the vigilantes there. Luke comes back, he circles around, clears out the smoke that Batman threw because you know he's got to change into his Batman. And I'm suit. telling That's you, I really actually like this section a lot because this came off badass where you have the victim syndicate surrounded in smoke and you have Batman just kind of in the freaking darkness and he comes through the freaking smoke. Yeah, yeah. I think it looks really badass. And now, like, is, Batman is it, going in and out of the smoke as well? Is it funny to you that at one point they're there and it's Bruce Wayne and Kate Kane and then there's smoke and then those two are gone and now Batman and Batwoman are there? Like somebody would be like, huh, where did Bruce Wayne go? Where, where is that guy? I guess he's standing behind that Batman yeah, over there. he's somewhere over there. But yeah, they're all there. They're ready to kick ass. It looks like there's going to be a showdown. And that's where you get the first bit of the victim syndicate's powers. And you have Mr. Noxious, who basically just looks at Stephanie Brown and makes her vomit. And it's it's pretty gruesome. I yeah, mean, she is terrible. vomiting all over, passes out. And then there's, there, you know, there's going to be a fight. But before uh, they could do that, Batman wants to, like, you know, badmouth him or whatever. And that's where they use the, now, what's his, is mute. it mute? Yeah. It I is mute. You, I don't know what Mudface can do, but out of all these so far... Mute is has the worst power possible. Yeah, mute's mute's awful. Mute just he can make so you, you not talk. talk. Now, you can't if talk. If he was a Zatanna villain, okay, yeah. I could see that. But yeah, really. Yeah, it, Batman, it, 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 Batman asks fist questions. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. And even to that point, like you said, at uh, the main girl. I think it's a girl. Do you think it's a girl? No, it's, Do you... They say it's a guy later it's, on. No, it says guy or girl. They don't oh, know. It? I thought it was yeah, a guy. They, okay. I they actually it was a girl say. I actually, I, I actually think it's a girl. So do um, I. But, well, Rich, but I saw he or, yeah, he or she actually even says, listen, I, I'm a problem that you can't punch. And Batman goes to punch, it goes right through, phases through. But the weird thing about this whole story, again, is Batwing comes and really everything that this leader announces. That says, listen, you know what? This city's gone to hell because you were caught in the crosshair. How many of you have lost jobs? How many of you have lost people going on? But it, it's, you know, it's a decent enough speech for what oh, this yeah. person's saying. Batman then calls out like, yeah, you know what? The, the speech, nobody hears the speech. We've cut the, the fucking thing. And, you know, the you're not being broadcast. Up a like, a, like a broadcast to the yeah, whole You're not city being broadcast now. And by the way, uh, my man battling over there figured out a way to f stop your facing. I'm going to punch the shit out of you. And then good starts like that. punching. Yeah, starts punching them. And then it, it's fight on. They're all going to battle each other. The problem I have as well is that it seems like Noxious would really just be able to make them all. Noxious you know, seems really overpowered, right? Yeah, but like, they make Cassandra the hat, kick them yeah. in the back of the head. And but he really is overpowered. I mean, like, he could is, make what everybody. What was Mute going to do there after freaking Cassandra knocked know. out uh, Mister Noxious? She's, like it's funny then he, too. And she's in front of fucking Mute there, and he's got his hands up, but he's going to yeah. do something. Like, and then Batwoman kicks him in the head, and it's like yep. she doesn't talk much anyway. So what? 
Yeah, really. So Wait, what? Ask the fist questions. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to talk to punch a guy in the face because that's what no. she's going to do. She is about to punch the shit out of him. You're and not going to have a supposed... civil argument here. Come Again, on. where do you think that this – because when you see these villains, you think that all of them are going to have to have a play. Like is, is the only thing – that mute was there for is because Batman was going to interrupt them and then she can make a mute and say, oh, there you go. Batman always trying to talk over us. I hope that that's not the big scene for him because it wasn't very big. No, uh, I would kick Mute off this goddamn team. Yeah, he has no yeah, purpose here. Yeah, he should be gone. But uh, as they're fighting, you go then and you see uh, Mudface, uh, who I thought looked like a toad, uh, yeah. Goes and I finds thought it was like Clayface. A goddamn troll or fucking yeah. something. Goes and finds Clayface, and I did like this part, and I like this part as well because it calls out right before you get this confrontation where Stephanie is sick, Harper and Clayface are taking her away, and Harper out of it's it's a little force with Harper. Why don't you Clayface it up, and so you can help me? I don't know how much that's going to help. There, she he's there helping. He's dragging her out, uh, but Clayface says then. Hey, you know Batman doesn't want me to do that. I'm not allowed to show my real face and uh, my real person because I'm a wanted criminal. Yeah. And I think that is that's definitely going to happen. This is going to be well, something gotta that happen. I'm telling he, you. Yeah. That's why it doesn't bother me. When we talked about freaking um, what the hell was it? Oh, Batman last week with his Suicide Squad working with Catwoman because. Yeah. We've seen it with Clayface already. Yeah. I, I just think, though, that they, they really spell this out. This is going to be the next thing in this whole arc where there's people protesting. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to show that Clayface is with them. And oh, yeah, now that's going with one of his that's gonna, now. That's going to up the ante, and it's really set up. And I hope that doesn't lead to Clayface saying, like, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm jeopardizing this whole thing. I'm gonna leave because I really do like him, though. I'm telling you, that would be a nightmare in my mind for Dancing Mike because in my mind, like uh, now that Red Robin's gone, Batwing's gonna take his place. If Clayface, then Harper's gonna take Harper's his place. Uh, I like Clayface is so good because of all those though. He is really the only one who can have a retribute, you know, that can oh, yeah. fucking prove himself and, and have a retribution redemption of, story. A redemption, I meant. Uh, that that's why I really like him, and that's kind of what this happens, where you have and this that, mud face who's like, "Hey, you know what? Show your true self because you're a murderer and you're a piece of shit." And he, this lady's name is Glory because he keeps going, "Glory, uh, please, I didn't mean it. I I didn't mean to do that." What? And she's like, "No, no, call me Mud Face." I'm like, "Really, Mud Face? You couldn't come up with anything better." And later on, we do find out her origin. And basically, she was she was caught in the quote unquote crossfire, but it was just it was Clayface pissed off at what happened, and he went back to the uh, the studio where he did it, and the same thing happened to her, but she can't control it. Again, no. I can't say that she should this be is upset Batman's with fault. Batman. Yeah. She, now the yeah. thing is too, besides for the redemption story, I like this as well because. Since we started this whole thing with the blog and podcast, you have hated Clayface yeah, because he's yeah. a one-trick pony. Yeah, Here yes. you get something new with Clayface yep. where he's just not yeah. impersonating somebody and, until and the really, last that's The minute. best thing is he's trying to impersonate himself. He yeah. wants people to t accept him as just being a person. I love it. I hate Clayface. He just Clayface. wants to be Basil Carlo. 
Yeah, I hate Clayface. This Clayface is good because it's Clayface. You're not having this every fight. Even at the points where during the Monster Men, one of my favorite scenes was when he was trying to pretend he was Batman to help people get that out. So and they're like, huh, Batman doesn't talk like that. And he's like, ah, fuck it. Look, I'm Clayface. Ah. And they ran away. And he's like, and it upset him a bit. I mean, there's all, and also last issue, when they had the back computer, he's like, hey, give me the biggest, ugliest piece of shit. My, and it's him. And yep. he's so sad because he doesn't want to be that this is really james Tynion. to me eric can i go and say that this is my favorite clayface story i've ever read could i, I say that you can at that point best ever it is i really like it i i don't like the character but yeah you go back and there's batman and it's weird too because as this fight goes on it never really it doesn't end satisfying it, it doesn't satisfy me by the end because they kind of just part ways yeah <laughs> the, the it's like a and on the birds of prey where the freaking yeah. snake men just run off okay we're done with this fight yeah. and this is where batman grabs the the main the leader by the neck and that's where they say listen i'm your first victim the first of hundreds now the the when it goes later we don't find out who that is do you have any do, do, I, do i have to go back and read year one again or year zero i'm again? saying i or I'm zero year, to, i think that it should be because all the other things with these these characters all are like iconic things you know what i mean it's like uh the one is uh when Poison uh, Ivy first came about. Poison Ivy deal. The Mr. other no was uh, Jonathan Crane, uh, yeah. like an apprentice, not an apprentice, like a, a student, things yep. like this. Uh, and Clayface. So you would you would expect that, and even even a mute was something with uh, the Joker, with Joker toxin and stuff. Yeah. So who do you think that she or he is connected to? Because I don't know. I have no I, idea. Off the top I don't of my really head right have now. any theories. Usually, I have crazy theories. I don't have any theories here. Uh, but yeah, they're all talking, and Batman seems to like remember them out of nowhere later. Uh, but he gets paralyzed. Uh, this leader just starts talking, and it's funny because they all they want they want Batman to take off the mask, tell who he is, and then say, "Fuck it, I'm done." And that, that's what their claim is, what they want. But really, nothing really ends in this fight. They kind of just go. They use an no. anti-fear toxin on the police because the claim is the police are too scared to catch anybody See, in the crossfire. I, I kind of like this, and I don't like it at the same time. I don't I remember, like when it they at first, all. When they first said it's like an anti-fear, I'm like, what the fuck is that going to Yeah, yeah, do? it and seems then so the police weird. Aren't, the police aren't worried about, you know, like a friendly fire or cash. Yeah. At the point, yeah. so they start opening fire. Yes. And it doesn't go anywhere because this is all Luke Tech stuff that has safety protocols yeah so well, it only that's, shoots that's rubber the problem out. It, it only shoots rubber bullets and doesn't have anything that happens but it's weird that it's like if i'm if i'm there with these guns the the fear yes i might fear that i'm gonna get somebody in the crossfire but the way they spell it out is almost like without that fear they're gonna shoot each other like full out shoot each other i they seem to get a lot of it, people caught in the crossfire, right? A lot of friendly fire because there's a lot of policemen oh, yeah. in the in the hospital. Why aren't these villains hit? They seem to just walk away. Uh, Anti-fear toxin. Say these guys disappear. The victim syndicate, the, they shoot the anti-fear toxin and go away. That doesn't make the policemen open fire on themselves. They, no. All it did was say, like, you know what? Well, They're nervous. They don't want to get the, anybody the caught. The gas did freaking cause, like, a smoke screen in the room, so they it might have did, just opened but fire, just you know? It's weird that even then, like, here I am. I'm a policeman there, and I am afraid of getting somebody in the crossfire. Yeah. That will not make me – if the fear goes away – 
that doesn't make me insane. It doesn't make me and I'm just now like, okay, I'm going to take care of business. That doesn't mean I'm going to fire. Yeah, it's not going to make me though fire into a mist hoping somebody's there. The 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 fear away. I can kind of get behind it. I don't know. I can't. I I cannot. If I was outside right now and I the fear was crossing the street, I might get hit by a car. And you give me the. The anti-fear toxin, that's not going to make me go back and forth across the street 1,600 times. I'm going to cross the street. I might get hit. I might not. This is so weird that it makes them like almost come out as insane because they do. There are – how many people they say? Like 40-some people yeah, in the hospital because they were going to shoot like five people? It doesn't make sense. And that's where you get this hokey thing then because the Luke Tech – was the you know his technology it was yeah. rubber bullets and things so there really was no consequence to it not at all and it it kind of came out but it was really a decent hokey. cliffhanger when we go to black and it says blam i'm like oh shit and oh i see and it was yeah it was 14 it said so it wasn't oh, was many yeah, i actually says, thought it was more than that too. it says I don't know we're why. down i thought it was 40 some we're <laughs> down to 14 just spoke to my Pete father. Well, it says they let another three out a half hour ago. So there were more, but it's yeah. just, it's so weird. But this is back at the Belfry where you have Batman, Batwoman, and Luke. And if you remember. the officers firing blindly into the dark and nobody died tonight. All right. Yeah, yeah. So there was a bunch. But yeah, it says we're down to 14 still in the hospital. But yeah, you, you have the whole thing where, if you remember, Batwoman was very against Luke being oh, yeah. involved with them at all. She, thinks she doesn't see him happier here. No, no, and uh, I'll tell you one thing. If she's going to be angry about anything, and she even says he is making himself way too comfortable very quick, but he is he's a bat family guy. Yeah. He, he knows, but it's weird. He did more just, stuff with Batman than fucking Batwoman ever did in the New 52. He's there. I would have thought that he would have shown up here, though, and been more of a, like, oh, man, yeah, oh, man, Red Rock, you know, Tim Drake did all this. Oh, this is cool. He kind of just – he. He blends too much into the group right away. Like, he even goes like, yeah, you know what this button does? Boop, and the table comes up. Like, it's weird. Like, did that button just say table? You know what I I mean? He's like, what? It looks like it activates, and you're like, oh, no. You know know what's weird to me is that, like, because the table act, like, comes up through the ground. Everybody has their own chair with their symbol on it. Why does Batman's chair have his old 90s symbol on it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at him now, too, and it's like – I hate uh, Cassandra Kane's symbol there. And, and uh, also, uh, is Clayface just a fist? Is that his know. symbol? I don't it's know. Weird. But yeah, it's just a brown smudge. He just left yeah. something behind me. Really, yeah, it's really that to me. It's that's to show you. Oh, Luke knows shit. He knows what's going on. He can. I he can see a, what I Tim's doing. I actually found doing. it very odd that he came in and knew everything right off the bat. That's what I'm like, saying. You know, Okay, let's talk about this. And starts the table up, and then he yeah, sits down and red robs the goddamn like, chair. That's why I thought that this would be like, huh. What does this do? And he yeah. hits something, and it's like something so fucked up starts firing or something. You know, you never got that. He's just there. Uh, freaking uh, Kate says, you know, he's making himself so comfortable, and he is. And he seems to know like, everything right away. Was there a table away. symbol on that button like you'd have over like the McDonald's? That's what I said. That's what I said. Does it, on it? does it say table? Because <laughs> he just goes, this button looks like it. And then a table comes up. They sit down. And then also it's like, oh, here we go. Everything – he works everything a little too quickly. Uh, but, again, if it's going to push the story forward, whatever. But uh, yeah. that's where we see 
the victim syndicate and batman recognizes he's, he's like i remember i remember all of them they were caught in the crossfire and like oh, really? really that it just seems weird because you they, have they were just victims yeah you have the mute that had a joke store eric did he what, what was our joke store freaking Fucking, uh, uh pranks and pranks, pranks and pranks he might have been the he might have owned pranks shop. and pranks uh but yeah he had an allergic reaction to the first batch of joker's laughing gas how is that being caught in the crossfire the only thing you can say how does that is lead that to fucking mute powers yeah well he said he needed a, a fucking extreme tracheotomy uh, there yeah, he goes i understand he now. got he can't talk anymore how the fuck does he make everybody else fucking I, mute? Hey, I guess that's some extreme ass tracheotomy. You, you have you have Madame Crow, yeah, really, yeah, Madame <laughs> Crow, who was a graduate student of of Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow, and that he she was one of his first guinea pigs in his you know experiments. Yeah, it's kind of cool. How is that getting Batman in the crossfire? How is Batman? How is that? All uh, you, I'm telling you, it's more of the. Batman created these villains, and then these villains did this to them, but they don't want to say that. It, it's very weird. There's no crossfire in my mind to these. And in my, and mis- my mind, it's like, you know, yeah, maybe like Batman created the Joker at this point, but Batman, in my mind, did not create the Scarecrow doing his goddamn fear experiments on yeah. this fucking guy. Yeah. Or then this the, woman. The next one's Mr. Noxious, who we said. I, I actually like him. I think he's pretty cool, but he is overpowered. But... It seems that uh, Poison Ivy had him under her control at some point, briefly. When she says. first came out. He yeah. was a stockbroker. She first came out. You get the idea that maybe he was a, uh, a hostage or something like that. Um, but really, where is it? Why isn't she? Why isn't he going after Poison Ivy? Why aren't all of these joining together and you have she's a... She's over at Coney Island. Yeah, well, why couldn't you have the story... Now nah, she's killing dog owners, Eric. Why Why couldn't they have a story where, to me, it would be more interesting? I know I always do this about the story that I would find more interesting. Yeah, yeah. But wouldn't it be interesting where these characters are going after the villains and Batman actually has to step in and protect, say, oh, Scarecrow yeah, cool and I Poison think that's, Ivy. that's something that's like been around for a while, yeah, too, yeah. though, as long I as just, things, you know? I think that if you're going to go with that, because these people, I don't know, are you supposed to think that this first victim maybe it's, is the one that's kind of convincing them? And then, then you have Mudface, which we said. It's funny, though. Like, when I'm reading this story, though, I really thought when, like, their, their demands are for Batman to take off his cowl and give it up and shit like that, yeah. it reminded me of the Dark Knight movie. And then at your story about these uh, vigilantes going after the villains reminds me of yeah. Dark Knight as well with the, all the people dressed as Batman in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, everything well, just comes back to the Dark Knight for go. me in this But book. yeah, I think that this, that's the, the whole concept behind this with this victim syndicate. It just, it doesn't really hit for me yeah, full out. Yeah, there's no out. real motivation that feels no, right. No, and that, I said, mud face you have where she was there at the set when uh, Basil Carlo came back uh, when he was after he became Clayface, and she's just a less of a Clayface. Uh, when he attacked the studio, yeah, her skin became mud. pliable. But she can't control it, and that's where Batman's like, "I remember them all." And uh, are you supposed Except to be like, man? He's a great guy. Yeah, he he can't remember that, but uh, yeah. In the meantime, they pretty much spell out Luke is pretty much welcome to the team uh, as long as any sort of upgrades or anything he does with uh, Tim Drake's stuff. He has to go through Kate and Batman first. I think that's just a hokey way so that we know what's going on. You know kind of. I, mean? so, I don't know. It's it, like you know, it's almost in my mind saying like we're not done grieving uh, Tim Drake right it now. It is, so. but it's weird because they've already spelled out, especially Kate in this whole scene, that she has no clue what anything that – 
Tim Drake was doing. She has no, no idea and says it right after that because they're talking about the computer. And she's like, I think it's as be- good as the Batcave computer. And he's like, oh, if you say might, then I know you don't know anything about it. So they're basically saying you have to come back to us when Batman should know some things. Really, yeah. to me, Batman knows everything that Tim Drake did and understands it. But he wants Luke on the team as well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Kate does With not boundaries. like him. Kate does not like him. So I imagine at after all. he says that, he's like, "You smug son of a bitch." Yeah, yeah. she is so <laughs> mad. Uh, she, but it's Tony, funny. She has a fucking scowl on her face oh every time God. we see her. She is, she so, is so angry so at every and, panel. And Luke just is smiling. And you <laughs> here, you want to go back to something though that's been a trend. All of a sudden, Luke starts talking about branding. What yeah. is with I, that this? That bothers me too. All yeah. through our fucking DC shit right now, everybody wants to talk everybody about branding. Wants I'm like, this what is branding. up with this? And he's like, you know what? You need a name to call yourself. So you need a brand. And that's when Kate's like, you son of a bitch. We're out fighting. We don't need no goddamn brand. But yeah, so she's guess, though, mad. As much as I hate that, I'm like, so, yeah, I, I kind of want a name too. I don't know. I, I, I want to like be able to call this team something. The Detective Comics team. Is that the what they're Outsiders. Yeah, that I, actually, the way they say this, they're going to come out with a name. I bet you it is the Outsiders. I really do think it will be. Uh, but yeah, Bruce goes Where's off. Geo Force, Jim. Bru- Geo Bruce, Force. Geo Force. Bruce wants oh. to go and and check in on spoiler. At that point, uh, Leslie Tompkins is taking care of her. And She's when fucking Bruce, Batman yeah, out. when Bruce shows up, this is the this is this issue's forced bit about people being mad about Batman because she shows up. Now, she has had this before as well. In this How many book. of these kids am I going to have to fucking take care of because yeah, you keep yeah. them hurt? She's just mad at him, and he's like, yeah, whatever, i got to see, uh, you know, spoiler. And basically, Leslie's like, you're a piece of shit. You keep throwing these now. Red Robin died. What's going on? You know, you better stop this shit. In the meantime, freaking Stephanie is in bed, and the first victim comes in, and it ends with him or her climbing through the the window saying you know hey stephanie we have to have a chat i gotta go with guy now yeah i don't know i'm telling you i wanted while we were saying that i wanted to find where luke's luke's the one who says it where he says uh oh it says uh we know all their stories because they did say that they know who all these people are because they did release these to the public they released all of their profiles except the leader it says except the leader there's nothing on him her them so they, you know what I mean? He has right. no idea. Or actually, Kate says it. I'm sorry. She says it. Nothing on the first victim. So they don't even know. They're just saying I'm just they, looking they at this no face, idea. though, like when Stephanie's laying in bed. I'm like, that's a dude's face. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, from the very get-go, I just took it as a woman. Well, I'll tell you, last we'll issue, see. I thought it was a woman all yeah, the time. We'll see. But, yeah, uh, I like the art in this a lot. I think I like this it was, a lot, too. And it's Eddie Barrows back again. And I think that this is his best issue of the whole series when he was on. And then, you know, he took a little break. But I think this is his best issue. I thought it was awesome uh, art-wise. The story, like I said, I gave it an 8.5 on the site. I probably would go down to maybe an 8, even a 7.5 if I really, really sat and picked it apart. Only because... You had a big scene that didn't mean anything with the police opening fire. Yeah, uh, because of it was the just an introduction to the bad guys. I, and I just, I don't really Look know. What we the, can do. The, back, the bad guys just must have walked away then. 
And uh, but I like the team. I like seeing who they are. I do like them. I think that everything is well written. I like the pacing of it. I like the reveal of who the syndicate is by the way they do it. Like we said, I didn't need them to announce their names. Though they did that a little bit at the beginning, but I do like it. I'm interested to see who the first victim is. I just don't know if I can really wrap my head around them being the the victims. Uh, of oh, Batman, no, the motivation is all the, off for me. Yeah, it's very odd to me, but we'll see. I think that what we're going to find out is the first victim is going to be somebody who got caught in some sort of crossfire at the beginning, and maybe it's like zero even, year, right? It yeah, has to be yeah. Something doing Savage City or something. I guess if they even call that back, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know who it would be. But hopefully, it's like one of those that you're like, okay, I get it, and this makes sense. They're the leader. They're the one that really has you know a bone to pick. Uh, in the meantime, I think we're going to see Gotham really turn on Batman even more. I think that Clayface is, you know, him with Clayface is going to get out there, and that's going to give you know, people more Do you more know who fuel. the first victim is, Jim? Who the is first it? victim of Batman is Bruce Wayne. Actually, I was thinking, like, could it be somebody who was in the alley? And <laughs> It's Joe Chill, Eric. I don't know. But uh, I gave it an 8.5 on the site. So I what liked everything that you said about it, too, Em, but I think I'd go closer to a 7.5. Yeah, I think that I think I went a little too high when I did review it on the site. Just When I first read it, I really, really did enjoy it. But, the, you know, this happens all the it's time. It's still a good usually, issue. I'm saying, usually, as I read these for the podcast, they're always going to go down a bit uh, because, you know, all of a sudden I see these things that I really don't like that I – kind of the first reading and and really the way people would normally just read it uh i'm usually a little more positive then but uh the next issue i'm torn on i don't even know if i like it eric but i i really usually when we do these i have a score written on my notes don't have a score yet so we'll see how it goes what is it action comics number 967 written by dan jurgens with art by tyler kirkham harif prianto and rob lee our action comic stories are finally converging in this issue, and while we still don't get any answers here, we do get the continuation of Lex's title as God of Apocalypse from the Dark Side War, yep. which might actually get him killed. Yeah, it seems that Lex is believed to be the great annihilator by a couple of Apocalyptians, and it looks like Superman will have to team up with someone he doesn't trust at all to make sure that he can survive. Yes. Uh, just uh, as an aside at the beginning, if you hadn't been reading in the New 52 and don't, you know, they they kind of give you that whole thing with Lex being the, you know, the god of apocalypse. Kind of, but they don't do a great job. But I'm saying, though, the only thing I can tell you that isn't bad is they just kind of make it look like a prophecy. And if you haven't read it, you're like, okay, I want to see how that is. The problem is he already was that. He already was that scene that they show you we've already seen in the, the Dark Side War. He actually did become the god of apocalypse at a point. So it's weird how they're spelling it out. It's almost like it didn't happen already and it's a prophecy but i don't know if well, you prophecy, didn't read that I guess, story is for him the prophecy to destroy I guess, everything that, to destroy yeah, yeah countless worlds but it's funny the the picture that they show though is almost like this is what you'll become and it's him on that throne that was pretty much oh, yeah, what he looked like in the yeah we've already seen that i just i think that actually the way they play it is not that bad for people who didn't read that story they're just they're not going to go through that whole story exactly they can't do the whole thing but i I really think that people should read that well here's the thing that i don't i i don't know that they have i think that they should because it was a great story yeah that's the only thing that i 
I'm upset that they have all these callbacks all the time, and this one they kind of just play it loose yeah. and just want to go forward. But it'd be funny an editor's note, like, hey, you know what? You should read this because it really is pretty good, but we'll try to make it so you don't have to read it, but you should anyway because it really is good. If, if anything, if in going into Rebirth, that's probably the most important story of all of New 52. Like going into Rebirth, dark side nobody – like if you start at Rebirth, I don't think you know that Lex got his suit from Apocalypse. No, no, but they, they just go with it that, you know, it's mother box technology and things like that. But yeah, like I said, I think that that dark side war is almost – you know, almost to the point of necessary reading for people in reading Rebirth, and the I dark think that side some war, people, Final Days of Superman yeah, and the DC yeah, Rebirth yeah. special, and yeah, if some people didn't read that, they might even go back and be like, "Holy crap! Now I see, I see this and that and whatever." But it starts off with this crazy prophecy deal, and the, the funny thing is, there's Simon and Jessica dead. <laughs> And I was like, holy crap. There's everybody dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying just that first page, you see them just yeah. floating in space dead. And it made me laugh. First off, the ring would be gone anyway, and they'd probably be, you know, the the thing. But not even nitpicking. I like that because to me, it, right away, it makes it very, uh, very not specific, but very timely. Like, shit's going to happen soon. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it throws that out right away. And then, yeah, then it goes up and shows this whole prophecy. And, yeah, you see the whole Justice League fucking annihilated. And it goes... Pretty much how the our... world looked at the end of, like, Earth 2 World's End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, shit's gone wrong. There's parademons flying in. Like, all this stuff's happening. Well, and... We find out, though, that the old red cat that we've seen throughout the series so far, who, like, made Geneticron disappear yeah. and was just in the background and shit like that... He is known as the God Slayer of Apocalypse, yeah. and he wants to retire. This is like his one last yep. job, like two weeks to I retirement. It's two and weeks to retirement, which means that he's in big trouble, Eric. I know. Those guys him, never, his name is Lacall. Yeah, Lacall. And, and uh, the guys with him is Zaid. Zaid and Lacall. And Lacall is the God Slayer, the Slayer of Gods. And Zaid's like, you can't stop, Lacall. You're the Slayer of Gods. No, no, my friend. Uh, two weeks to retirement. But yeah, <laughs> uh, you go from that. It's a pretty good it's a pretty, I know, once you say that you're done, but it's a pretty cool, like, cold open. Oh, it's uh, right. You see, it's it's gets you excited because there's just destruction, but then it goes off to John and Clark, which I always like, John and, and Superman. And the Amazon jungle. Yep. Just and, kicking and it's, it. It's even funny as uh, the big thing is John kind of just wants to know why his dad wears the super suit that he wears uh, besides his old one with the one. underwear or the black yeah. one. And it's a weird couple of pages i like it i do like it but it's just kind of like something that dan jurgens wanted to spell out why he doesn't it to me it's more of a, a deal with the old underwear the underwear honestly, over the suit it's, it's, it is a weird thing but honestly it does come off to me something that a kid would ask it is funny but not it's weird where they're do, they're walking on a tree branch thing in the yeah. rainforest and he's just like hey dad why don't you wear the these suits anymore like john is so flaky with what he's thinking about because they are going through the rainforest and this is what you're thinking about but i do think it's something that Dan Jurgens, like you know, it, it's all it's a joke. It, it is a joke with the underwear bit. Yeah. And I think that he just wanted to address it for some reason. He's like, and Superman says to him, "Hey, that's not underwear. It's all stitched together." I'm like, it doesn't matter where it's stitched, my friend. It's still <laughs> underwear. It is still underwear. But yeah, they're going you know, through it's funny the though, Amazon. It, you always get that joke about it being underwear. As a kid, 
Never once thought that was underwear for some reason. Yeah, I didn't either. Crossed my mind. I actually didn't either. But yeah, uh, it's weird though because they're just they're going through the uh, the Amazon jungle. Amazon jungle, and you don't know why at this point. But then you get into the discussion with John talking to Superman about, hey, you know, hey, Dad, what's it like being Superman? Isn't it hard? And you know, he says, you know what, it's hard, but, you know, you have to do what you got to do. And, you know, even that, he's like, what do you mean? And John's like, you don't get paid. You got to be on call 24-7. It's so weird where Superman's like, you know what, I, I still have time as a family man. I always have you're, to have you're time. You're right, John. I'm doing a Patreon. Yeah, and it's great. And then John goes... <laughs> Yeah, but when when you're you know when you're on your downtime, when you hear the screams, it doesn't that bother you? And then Superman's almost like, well, you know what? You kind of tune them out. It just yeah. at, at, when it's Superman Can't save time. Everybody, yeah, Superman time is Superman time. <laughs> when I'm Clark time, yeah, I don't listen to them screams. You know, I'm busy you, you hear your them. Mama. I can tune it out, and it seems such a weird thing. And yeah, that's where John's like, that's like when I tune mom out. And like, don't let her hear that. Yeah, you know when she's drunk, Dad. Yeah, she, I like those jokes throws... about they have against them. Uh, Lois, though, it just yeah. seems like a father-son yeah, thing. I really it's dig kind that. Of a bond, bonding thing. But in the meantime, all this is going on. You have no idea what they're doing. They're nope. just walking through the forest. I actually thought it was just them kind of walking around, whatever, in the middle of the Amazon. They there's Genetocron. It's yep. there, the building half that the disappeared. Lot, half the street. Yeah, it's exactly how it was lifted up. Even half cars. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's pretty cool. But yeah, it's there, and they want to find out, and it is very odd. Uh, later on now. As, de- as we saw previously, Lacall went and freaking transported all of Genetocron away, and there was just a big gaping hole where the building yeah, used to it's be. It's just there. And it was just uh, left at that, apparently, Amazon jungle. Okay. Yep, in the Amazon jungle, which is weird later because even Lex kind of calls out about how that can kind of happen when he has his, you know, his suit and the mother box and stuff. It's a weird deal, but it's there. I I don't get exactly why. You you know what I mean? Like, I don't, do you think we're going to find out? Do you think that we're going to find out? Because it's just weird because it's just there. Where are the people that were there? Where are they there? It couldn't have been completely empty. There are cars there. Why aren't the they concerned? Now, Why aren't they concerned about where these people would be? That's One a car very is just good there. Question. They don't care. John doesn't even say, man, there might be people in there. Nope. It, it looks to be completely empty. I think everybody died. And yeah. nobody says they that's what he was talking about. That's what he was talking about. about the, screams. It's the jungle version He's of like, Alive in yeah. there. Yeah, he's like, speaking of the screams, I, I heard these people scream, and then, you know what, John, you can't save them all. Daddy it can't save t- everybody. It was dinner time, Jono. Yeah, yeah, really. What, your what mom was I was, supposed to do? Your mom was making meatloaf. Uh, I was hungry. But yeah, they go in, uh, and they're going to find out what's going on with Geneticron, and you're going to get uh, a couple more mysteries uh, than answers. Though, in this issue, for some reason, I don't know about you, uh, I didn't mind the mysteries in this as much now, as all it, the other it bothers, issues. It bothers me overall just because of the amount we're getting with no answers. The only saving grace I think there is to this issue is that all the stories that we had just left on the table, they're yeah. all converging here that's finally. What I think, and that's why I, I like actually, I think that that's what I did like about this issue, that you did get more of a convergence of stories because you go back and there's Lois. She's pretending to be... Uh, the, the doppelganger this, Lois Lane, the new 52 Lois Lane, which we know, and she's and there. She's going to have her interview Lex. with Lex. And uh, the, the weird thing Clark about Kent it, showing up. so weird. Clark's there. He's in his uh, lazy pants and his Daily Planet. It's, it's the weekend, baby. It is the weekend, but what does he do 
He was there to drop off papers for Lex, and that's what it. Is he, what is he doing now? Hey, so he's he's just a standing there. Yeah, but it seems like she just walked in the room and he was standing there. It, it's so weird. His whole part of being here is so forced to me because even the fact that it seems like Lex comes out like he just showed up. Like, did he sign those papers that Clark and then went back in for a grand entrance? It seems very weird to me. Well, honestly, uh, the way it's all set up. When Lois walks in and we see inside Lois's, uh, Lois, Lex's secret, like, office slash lab that he's been monitoring Clark Kent. I'm telling you. I imagine he came in, he gave the papers. All right, uh, Kent, what I want you to do is I want you to hang out here for a good 15 minutes. That's why it got me kind of angry because it seems so forced that he's just hanging out. He's just there. He even says, man, don't want to be here on the weekends. I gotta get some papers signed. On, I do Lois. think, Everybody like knows. you said, I do think that I do think that Lex called him in just to, to you know, oh, to monitor him. But it's just weird him just standing around. He's just standing there. He's not he doing might, anything. He might as well said, "Hey, Ken, where's bring these papers? Boy, He's supposed to have these year. papers. I don't see papers on him. I don't Ken, see I want you to papers. bring in your sophomore year yearbook so I can sign it for you. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah I want to sign it, baby. So weird. It, it just, it's such a forced thing because when she goes into, uh, Lex's big, you know, lab. Office uh, slash lab. Yeah, office. It's a weird thing to it, have at the Daily Planet. It is weird. And then she's like, uh, Lois is like, man, this looks crazy. What do you mean? You've been here. And I know I said before last issue, Lex knows. I know Lex knows that this is not the Lois Lane that he knows. He knows that the doppelganger, like you said, he and knows I it's something it's too, he's trying timeline- to figure it out. The timeline's weird to me because I know that Lex Luthor bought the Daily Planet uh, before the New 52 Lois was dead, but the yeah. idea that she would have been in here because yeah, this it had seems to take weird. a while to fucking be put together. And it, it also is weird because uh, she goes out on a limb and he's like, what do you mean you've been here? And, oh, not since that suit was here. How would she know? You know what I mean? She, yeah, that is a, a good, you, that's a good guess. You're just opening yourself up. You're just yeah. opening yourself up to get caught with that kind yeah, of talk. That you, you don't go specific. This is what no. I said. Like some of these people on podcasts, they start going real specific and that's what fucks them. Just go in generalities and then, you know, go, Oh, you know, Lex, it's, it's so impressive in here. Every time I come in, it's like the first time. And then be like, huh. Yeah. That's impressive. Boy, yeah. howdy. Yeah, I think that uh, he knows what's going on now. In the meantime, uh, the well, one panel where it shows him and when he says, I'm the ultimate self-made man, when he's yeah. talking to himself, fucking awesome art. I love the way Lex looks in this. Uh, well, Tyler yeah. Kirkham kills it every yeah. time he's on yeah, fucking I love too. the way it looks. Uh, but yeah, you, you continue this force thing where he's showing Lois the, the whole thing in the suit and he's like, I'm the ultimate self-made man that, that he says. And all this is, is to push the mother box. It really is. Cause then she says, Hey, what's that thing there? She knows what it is. Does she just want him to admit what it is? She, she's Be- got to play dumb. It, it's weird though. Why even bring that up? Why even say that? If you're going to play dumb, you're like, boy, Lex, that suit looks great. What the fuck's that crazy hovering box shooting shit What's that box? Uh, In the meantime, she does say the first thing is like, why, you know, why did you want to be Superman? And he does say, listen, Superman should be a man, not an alien. Uh, This is what the world deserves. I'm going to be that. I'm here to, you know. I agree. I've always been a Lex booster. I like to tell you, if there was an argument about, like, whether we should praise this fucking alien hero who has, like, godlike abilities... Or this guy over here who just wants the best. I'm on Lex's side because I'm not going to trust Superman yeah. at all. 
Yeah, he could turn then, on us just like he did an injustice. Yeah, and he even says to her like that should be your next interview, the Superman. And it's weird because it, even that she says like, oh, you don't accept that he's here to protect us, and and he's like, no, nope, that's speculation. That has never been proven. Uh, you know, I'm here. I'm the ultimate man, and I like it. I like See, Lex. The- the problem I have with this section, though, is while during the interview, he talks about, you know, the self-made man came up from yeah. nothing, him and his sister. And Lois says, hey, where is Lena? Can I talk to her? Yeah. Oh, she's uh, she's away right now. Well, and it says, see the Superwoman book for the complete story. Yes. I need to know where this takes place because in the last day or the two issues ago of Superwoman, because we talk about it this podcast, um, it was revealed that Lex has made everybody believe that she was dead and hid her away yeah. for years. Yep. Yeah. So, like, this is not just, like, knowledge that you can just throw out. I'm because telling you. This is like this is what Ray was talking about earlier when he asked us about timelines and things. It's one of those where Dan Jurgens, you have to address it because of what's going on. It's so weird because they they tell you to see a book that contradicts what this does. Saying, I think that Dan Jurgens just it's not his story to tell. So there, he's just going to say, see that, and really, I wouldn't have brought Lena up at all. You're not going to get that scoop. I I guess they want to make it seem that. That Lois, because she's such a kick-ass reporter, that she's asking the tough questions. Because that is a pretty tough question, especially if you were reading Superwoman and seeing what's going on. In the meantime, you would think that that Superwoman story is going to end up that most people are going to know about Lena, right? Yeah. So if this happens later, after that, like you're saying, I, I think that it'll end up not making any goddamn sense. No, That's not the no, only problem there's I there's no have. way that Lena can come out of that story at this point and be just somebody that he can say, oh, she's away. Yeah, yeah, unless this happens right before and he doesn't even know where she is and the away is actually her, you know, he, she's right, yeah, still in a coma. Ray, Ray Ray's right. This makes no sense for a it timeline. It doesn't. This, this is point. where I'm saying you can't get caught up on these things because it's just going to drive but you fucking I'm nuts. You, it ruins the continuity that we have so far, though. Yeah, like I said. If, just don't if, talk about what it. What happened if this is three weeks before what's happening in Superwoman? It, now, Everybody again, believes that yeah, she's it can't. Dead. Actually, you say that it can't because the other Lois would still be alive. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, this is one of those. It's a dead end. You, you just got to go with it. Uh, though it's funny. She's like, "Hey, what's that box there floating in front of your armor?" And she knows it's a mother box. And Lex is like, "Oh, you want to see that? Look, I'm gonna almost blow us up." Yeah. <laughs> it fucking That's shoots fucking this, dangerous, Lex. this mother box fucking teleportation thing that it. There's a big thing well, of uh, I'm concrete. Saying, well, the, bo- the box is put a building into this his Superman suit. This goddamn teleportation melting device. Yeah, it, it is a thing that. Kind he of, calls a boom tube. Doesn't look like any goddamn boom no, tube I've ever seen before. I just sent it to the research facility via something called a boom tube. Now, here's the thing. It's weird that maybe it's what he's saying is at the very end it becomes because he's like, oh, I, I, I'm going to transport it. I'm melding it. I, That's what this is doing. I know. It's a this fash. This is more of a beam it in says my mind. fash. Yeah, but it's yeah. a fash fucking like tube. Like I said, it's so weird, too, because then Lois is like, boom tube that cube lex has a mother box you could tell it was that before that and she seems to know what a mother box is so it's so honestly that's the thing too like i can even go with this because in my memory of like old like pre-flashpoint shit i can't say for certain that like uh she has seen a mother box she might have heard of them doesn't know that's the thing though she has to have because why would she say lex has a mother box he doesn't say he has a mother box. He no, just no, says he, she, there's a she, boom he, tube. Like you talk about boom tubes, you associate them with mother boxes. No, I'm saying she knows what a, a mother box is. Then 
She knows. I mean, it's not. I don't think that it's just something that she's like. Oh, I think I heard that at the five and dime that boom tubes associate with a mother box. Uh, she just she doesn't seem to recognize it, though she knows what a mother. It just seemed to me. It's something you've heard of but never seen. Yeah, it's just it just it to me it's it's a hokey way for everybody like to marriage. realize once again that that's a mother box. It, it is such a narration to say, hey, everybody, remember. Lex has a mother box, and it also can transport things. I think that they're getting in a hokey way of making you try to think that he's the one that got rid of Genetocron because we just saw that that was trans. Exactly how Lex spells this out is exactly what Superman said to John, what happened to Genetocron. I don't think that that happened, and I think that, though I think that people are going to, I don't know, assume that that, did you even think ever that Lex did that? No, never. We no. saw Red Cap do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why do this? It was just weird. Like you had to spell it out because later Lex is going to have to be doing something with the boom tube technology that he just showed. There was no well, other he, reason. That's to how show he transfers that. his suit around. Well, his him suit at any goes given into time. his yeah into his uh, watch. But again, that is spelled out in a weird way. Like right before he needs to do that, yeah. there is a lot of forced things in this issue. I'm glad they, you explained that to me right before you had to do it, Lex. Yeah, yeah, really. It's like, well, it's so weird because then they get attacked. He goes and she's like, huh, Lex doesn't even seem like he's freaking out. No, he just showed you and told you that his suit is in his fucking watch. He's hits Your his armor, watch. it's gone. Spatial yeah. relocation. Spatial relocation in my watch. And he goes and it's again, this is what I said about Iron Man. It's like Iron Man again. All of a sudden, the suit's around him. Uh, in the meantime, Lois yells Clark, uh, you know, thinking her Clark. Oh, yeah, this and- is because we'll call and Zade blew a gigantic hole in the side of fucking the Daily Planet, knocking Lois and Lex out yeah. of it. Yeah, and uh, Lois is like yells out, "Oh, Clark!" And the the new Clark shows up, and like, is he "Hey, just I'm here." Out the lobby still. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. He's just standing around, and then, "Hey, I'm," you know, and he's even like, "Did you expect another Clark?" And it was so weird because he <laughs> said, "She says she's like Clark. I'm here, Lois," and she goes, "You." And it's just weird that in this spur of the moment thing where all shit's going to hell, there's uh, Clark to go. Did you expect another one? I'm like, what is going on? I don't know. I, I did like this issue yeah, enough. So did though. I enough. Yeah, but then uh, the big thing is that back in the Amazon, Clark, uh, the it's so that's it's starting to really get to me in these books with everybody <laughs> with the same goddamn name. But Superman and John are there. They're at Geneticron and they see the pod, the eggs that. Uh, the doomsday had busted out of well, that's, and no, no, see, there's the two more was in, was in the main vault and no, on the yeah side he of was the door, in the cube it's there yeah and yeah. Uh, which is weird because he wouldn't have busted out of it because he was in his casket yeah it's fine. so they it would have had to bust it. him out of the like the cube to get to yeah, the maybe, casket well, to put it on the those guys see, did show up maybe that's what know, they did you, they busted him out on, like yeah. you see the shit on the inside though like you like yeah. doomsday actually ripped himself yeah, out he of was this. just it's, ripping it out but yeah and on the other on the side sides, of this freaking uh this cube are two glass balls or they look like eggs they look like mork mork from mork showed up and got out of his egg and yelled shells bot and went away but yeah the big the big reveal and the big mystery is like hey there's these two others here who were they and it's weird because you would think one was clark we've always said that right but now it almost seems like it'd be red cap and his buddy it's really weird lacole fucking uh grabs zade from apocalypse yeah but it's still like so do you think it's lacole and clark because no, we never saw how LaCall got there. 
Oh, I mean, he was he just there. In, I'm guessing because yeah, he's the God Slayer. Again, we never saw that. So it's weird in the way. But yeah, I guess Zade would know if it was him or not. It's just weird that we never saw him arrive. He was just there. Yeah. And he, you know, checking out the scene or whatever. But who would you think the two are then? Because I'm I, telling you, we still think one is Clark. Yeah, Clark uh, does not make – human Clark does not make any goddamn sense. So he has to come from somewhere. He has to be one of these. You would think, what would be the other one? The other it, one is the, Lana Lang. She's yeah, not even the real Lana that's Lang. That's I'm yet. saying. Not, this is like – this is such a weird thing. But just having the two, to me, I think that it's supposed to be that you're just supposed to like – it's a red herring to think it's the oh, two, honestly, you know, I, apocalyptic. I, I, I didn't think it was them at all because we saw uh, Zade come from. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Issue. I think that what they. But why would you have two? And who's the other one? Well, and the, you, the I, only I, characters I, you have as two, uh, you know, are them. That. Yeah. But who else would it be? I'm telling you, I don't even know if I want to go with Clark yet, just because it seems too like obvious. So I, yeah, but here's I'm the not thing: give any theories. Okay, this so we don't even have Clark. Why would you show these two and then like next ep, you know, next issue, you're like, oh, it was actually these two characters we've never seen before. It'd be such a weird thing to to go, especially like I said, since we've had Clark and he's all concerned about Geneticron, has these weird memories and all that. It's just weird. It's that I like the idea of it, but it gets me angry because it's another thing thrown on top oh, yeah. of everything else. If there was one, and we're like, okay, that was Clark, and then maybe you, you, you know, it's not that we were fooled. Well, I'd be we were okay told with that, that Geneticron had Doomsday and possibly something else. Yeah, yeah, but what? else that i'm saying you would hope that this is a shout out where you can kind of start figuring things out and having theories but really the only thing i can think of is one was clark and i don't know and the other was clark there you go yeah, both clark. got a couple clarks yeah so yeah in the meantime uh the the other clark the clark that we think uh, was that he has the superman watch he calls superman superman gets the call he goes back the to signal Metropolis. watch yeah yeah the signal watch and he goes back tells john the you know hey sit back you know don't but they get attacked they Daddy's get attacked by go the call and uh and zane is it zane i can't zade. zade zane it's freaking you know one Billy direction zane? One Direction, Eric. Uh, oh, I go yeah, the whole thing is then they reveal they're there for Lex. We knew this. We knew that yeah. Lex was the guy they were after. Uh, but yeah, they're going to go and they're going to kill Lex because he is supposed to be a guy who's just going to destroy the universe. And, and they're going to kill he... Superman as well because yeah. they, you know he's rocking the freaking S symbol, which they associate with Lex Luthor, but yeah. also he's trying to help Lex. Well, here's the thing, too. that They, they don't really – it's weird because it's – they they want to get Lex yeah. because Lex is going to destroy the universe. They they whatever. But the problem is to me that that the funny part is is Lex went there impersonating Clark. Sure and did. And so he has the symbol. So is it you know is it one of those that they have the prophecy or the the future a little off because of that and what could be happening? I don't know. But that whole unless thing with, the prophecy was always supposed to be Lex saying he's this guy. He's that's not. what I'm saying. That you know what I'm saying. That maybe yeah. it's not really Lex. Maybe that it's supposed to be Superman, the pre-Flashpoint Superman that might destroy the universe well, as well. At that point, it would have been the New Fifty Two Superman. Yeah, yeah, and he's dead. But yeah, uh, that whole picture of Lex on that throne is directly from the, the Dark, uh, Dark Side, Side War. War. We have seen that, and it was funny. Like we said in that story, Lex just kind of impersonated Clark because he 
kind of solved the opportunity. That's how he got the Superman suit, uh, the you know the mother box, all you know this crazy stuff. Uh, he was pretending to be Clark Kent, Superman, and you know to so that's the what their prophecy but, called for. A man yeah, who yeah. like grew up on a farm, came from a other fucking yeah, world. That's what they said. So I'm not so sure that that's they got the right guy, but we'll see. Uh, this is going to be where you're going to have pre-Flashpoint Superman is going to obviously going to have to protect Lex. And, and help him when he has not trusted him even to this point. He really does still think that that's, you know, a Lex Luthor, no matter what universe you're in, is going to be bad. Damn and, right. And he hasn't been able but to But I'm on his out. side. Yeah, I, I am too. I like him. But, uh, I love Super it, Lex. I, I love the art in this issue. The art is I, so good. I really do like it. Uh, what would you give it? I gave, what did you give it? Yeah, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'd probably go 7 out of 10 as well. I'm telling yeah, you, this series, really for the most part, has been hanging around them 7s just because of all these dangling mysteries we yeah, have. Yeah, And, like, just, I'm still so mad about it It's so weird that Genetocron but... in the Amazon and those two eggs. Uh, what yeah. is going on here? And where are the people? Yeah, yeah, where, where are, are they? People? There's nobody working. They all left. They're all it, dead it in the was, jungle. It was at night, so was it just after hours? Yeah, I know. It's still, there's cars. There's cars parked there. They're in the, you know, there's cars in the parking lot. Somebody had to be there. Midnight janitor. I just at least have just the, just the security guards are walking around the perimeter. Yeah, and I I get the idea that maybe they have taken off into the jungle to try to, you know, find a way out. Yeah, they maybe. Dead, Jim. Yeah, I wouldn't leave. I'm sure that there's enough fucking, you know, there's yeah, a vending cafe. Machines. Vending machines. I'm going to wait it out. I, I'm going to live like, all of a sudden you'd show, I'd be nude, fucking paint all <laughs> over me, mud for fucking on my that, face. No, that paint is shit. Yeah, it would be. Shit all over me, fucking eating candy bars. I'd be having a grand old time. But yeah, uh, I like you said, I think I'd give it a seven as well. But the yeah, art's it's, awesome. It's not a bad issue. I love the art, and it actually gets me excited for what's to come, especially since it's it looks at least like all these dangling threads are going to be tied together coming up. You would hope. But yeah, I hope. If, God uh, damn, do I hope. If, we, if you want to try to tie this in with Superwoman, don't. Don't nope. even try. doesn't make sense. All right, and what is the next book, Eric? All-Star Batman, number four, written by Scott Snyder with art by John Romita Jr., Danny Mickey, Dean White, Steve Wands, Declan Shalvey, and Jordi Belair. Batman continues his trek with Two-Face and Duke here. Even though our hero isn't seeing too well after Two-Face poured some acid on his eyes in the previous issue, and maybe it's because of this handicap that our crew are captured by the KG Beast, where we learn once the black, where we learn once the black and white gang show up, that Harvey made a deal with this band of miscreants before he was taken over by his darker half, that they'll <laughs> that they're to spit kill it out, him, buddy. Spit it to, out. That they're to kill him if he doesn't give them the database codes to all the city's secrets. Yeah. It doesn't look good. They'll have they'll, I can't even know what I wrote here. It doesn't look good. Like they'll get the chance though. It doesn't look like they'll get what the chance you though. What are doing? Even though I don't know what I wrote because this issue ends, we see a shit ton of people in masks blasting away at the casino boat that their characters are in. <laughs> God damn it! I don't know what's more confusing. Is, You're blurred with the transitions oh, in this I book. I get you. There's a lot to this goddamn book, there though, is. and I'm telling you, this is what I was worried about when you were reading your blurb earlier. I'm like, God, I hope mine are better than his. Yeah, at least I kept mine short and sweet. Oh I'll my tell God, you, my, it's going on and on. My head I, is spinning from uh, these fucking, you know, muscle relaxers. So I'm having a lot of problems keeping uh, my my wits to me. Uh, this issue is going to destroy me. 
I think this is the end of me. I'm going to have a stroke because I have enjoyed this this series a lot. I have actually yeah. liked it a lot more than you have um, to the point where I think I if, if you'd it. go back, I think that my average is probably an 8.5 of each probably. issue. Um, like you said with uh, – Action Comics, that you're a steady seven. I think I've been around an eight five, and I have really, really enjoyed it. I liked it because we were talking about it this week before we even got the issue, and uh, we were saying that I like it because to me, you can tell that Scott Snyder's having a lot of fun, and I think yeah. that I think Scott uh, Snyder's having an issue where when he does have fun, he has set up so much that everything he does has to mean something and everything he does it has a double meaning and is serious and all this that I think that he has a problem where when he just wants to have fun like we said uh, the first issue ended with a cliffhanger with Gentleman, uh, Gentleman Ghost, Ghost yeah. uh, in the back of the deal and it was just it was kind of that's a lighthearted fun because it didn't go from there they mentioned no. him in no. passing and then, we, and then we mentioned Egghead and, and him Egghead and, friggin', and stuff. You know, um, and I've said it really seems to me that he – this is about villains, obviously Two-Face, but also the other villains, and he's having some fun. Uh, and I've been having fun with him, not this issue. I don't even think he was having fun this issue. This issue is more of a uh, – I don't know. It, it is a kind of a transition issue to me of setting up the you know the end of this story uh, coming up. We, oh, but. Right. Right away, I did not it seems have like fun. he almost wrote himself into a corner by having Two Face pour the acid on Batman's yeah. eyes. Yeah, it because just, that's game over in my mind yeah, for Batman. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's not that much fun. But it starts off with a very weird scene where you see a farm uh, and you hear somebody yelling from the basement, "Hey, is anybody there? I'm down here. My nails have grown through my skin." I don't even know what that means. I'm but telling you, I was going to ask you because I don't know. I'm, I I clip my. You know what I think it is? Time. I think it's like one of those where now these would have to be bad, but that happens. Actually, it's funny. He says my nails, and I just assume fingernails, but it might be toenails because okay. you know toenails do grow, and you get an ingrown. Is he saying he has an ingrown toenail? I don't, I don't know. I don't know because but I've he's never saying had this now. Yet. In the meantime, I think that that is you have said. Yeah, that is probably Two Faces' dad. They do yeah, spell it I, out I get later. The idea later on, yeah. And uh, to me, the the doors open. Uh, that he's down the basement, it looks like, and the door is open, so he he has to be tied up, held down, and maybe that's the whole thing. He's been tied down all this time, but to me, if you're tied down yelling and nobody's around to the point where your nails have grown through your skin, you, you might have starved by now. And maybe, maybe we'll maybe, see why. Maybe there's food and water all that's around. That's what I'm saying. But, but even then, like you can you can probably like it's say their fingernails. Shit. You can bite your fingernail. You know what I mean? You can you can yeah. bite your nail. It's just weird. Uh, it's a that's weird all we deal. get. We don't get the and it, we don't yeah. see and it's really thrown out and, and really coming from. And yeah, and even at the beginning though, you have no idea. Like you know, holy shit. Later on, you you are told by Two Face that his dad is in a basement and that he's and kept him alive. Yeah. Yes, and uh, but then you go to Batman, and they are in the sewer where, like you said, Two Face has his talons there. Which and, I found out there. I'll tell you, last issue, I'm like, I didn't know what the hell they were. Yeah, they they, keep, like they seem to be they hybrids. Fucking, you yeah. know what I mean? They seem like the a hybrid Shogun warrior fucking talons. They look pretty cool, uh, but yeah, they're talons. And Two Face is there with his acid that he's pouring in Batman's face, and it, it is also a weird thing that y you get the idea is like he wants to show him his pain, right? Yeah. 
It's just weird that he doesn't like do it fully like a half face type thing. I don't know. It just seems like he's just pouring the acid somehow out of nowhere. Batman's fucking well, he's pouring suit the acid activates. On the, like, I'm sorry, he's pouring the acid on the only part of the face that's fucking like covered. Like, yeah. Why not go yeah. for the goddamn? That's like, what the I'm skin? saying. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like he doesn't want to kill him. He just wants to make him suffer. But it, it's kind of just kind of weird. But uh, the suit activates. It seems, and all of a sudden you have this mouth guard like fucking you know shield thing come it's over like a the mouth. Apparatus. Yeah, and uh, what's weird about it is it just seemed out of nowhere. It doesn't say anything. Like even if it said like activating this, maybe yeah. that's hokey, whatever. Suit. Yeah, but whatever. the problem in all of this issue that I have, Scott Snyder is a good writer. Um, it, there's a lot of transitions like this that all of a sudden you're like, huh, what what happened there? And this happens throughout the whole issue. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing, he, he, Clay, or Clayface, two faces there. He's, he's got this acid. He's got these talons, but I never really even get the whole concept of exactly what he's trying to do. He's going to blind Batman, but in the meantime, two seconds later, he's going to drown him. Why did he even go through that whole thing with, with blinding him? Ah, he just wanted to have some fun with the ass. But I'll tell I you, guess. That, whole, that whole containment suit, though, where the freaking mouth guard comes over and, like, blocks his freaking, like, you know, mouth yeah. and nose, that's only for that one panel. Yeah, we it never disappears. See that again. It disappears yeah. then. And it's not like Batman would be like, nope, don't need this. And, and Especially since Two-Face has told us it's the vapors that get in your lungs are the worst part. Yeah. Yeah, so why do that? It's it's just very weird. Uh, but, yeah, Clayface then – I keep saying Clayface. I am having problems. The right. even thinking. Uh, Two Face then starts filling the whole place up with water, and then says he's going to give people a little shout out to tell you what the talents can and can't do. They don't have to breathe, so they can breathe underwater. Uh, but also, if you know the talents, things that are cold do affect them. They slow down. They shut down. That's actually what can stop the talents. Oh, yeah. He does call out that. Uh, Two-Face says, hey, listen, the water's freezing. We're going to give the old cement shoes maneuver, which is so weird because the cement shoes maneuver is just to grab their feet and tie them to pipes below them. But the talons are going to be there and kind of weigh them down, which is also another thing that you really don't see. They're not, they're no. kind of just tied to these pipes. It's very odd. Tied uh, to the pipes, then Batman activates a goddamn sonic burst through his chest that's hooked up to Duke's fucking iPod, yeah. I guess, because it plays out that Batman's shit. Like, what is that band? Batman shit? I don't know. Cause uh, it was I out. actually believe that uh, what I was kind of told by some people that it's supposed to be Batman's dick. Okay, Batman's dick. Maybe. But yeah, he's going to play that song because underwater increases the the audio of that, and that's the one thing that can defeat the talons. I see. I, I like, see. Really? Ne uh, talons are necrotic. They're strong, yeah. but their vascular system is weak, which makes their eardrums vulnerable yeah, underwater. That's, that's hocus pocus to me. I don't yeah. even understand what he's saying. Uh, it's also weird too, is that he says uh, they're underwater. And there's Duke. Duke has the helmet on. He has the Power Rangers helmet. He's like, hey, my visor, Batman. It's I like cracked. that helmet. And uh, you get the idea he's saying that because water is seeping in, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Batman says, mine is too. Batman yeah, just has his mask on. What, yeah, no, what is, I, I don't what see is that cracked? Yeah, what is cracked? He has a mask on, and and we've seen panels before that. After they showed that that facial thing going, that's been disappeared. 
So it, again, I think the art and the writing is they're not on the same page. John Romita Jr. and Scott, Scott Snyder are not on the same page here in this progression of what's happening because there is no mask that, to be cracked like a Batman it, thing and it, it would make no though, no thing to do. It wouldn't have anything to do with him being underwater that he's got the cow that's that's it's stupid. What's that? I'd say it. it just it doesn't make sense. The, the talons are taken care of, though. Freaking uh, Duke and Batman, like, you know, untie themselves and go up the sewer and knock Two-Face out and take him again. Yeah. But they see they're at an airfield, so they're going to fucking fly now. And I just don't understand how Batman's going to – he says he's going to be okay in a couple hours when it's time yeah. to land. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know how, though. You had I, acid pouring. I'm telling you. You can tell me that this the is cow just, protected some of it. This but, is just a badass Batman moment. It's supposed to be like, look at him. He's blind. He's still going to fly the plane and land it. It's supposed to be a like badass a deal. No, it doesn't seem like a good plan. In the meantime, I was laughing because uh, uh, freaking Two-Face has a flip phone, Eric. A flip phone. It was making me giggle. Later, there's another flip phone later. It made me laugh. But, yeah, they knock Two-Face out. Uh Later we find this all is, that water maybe made it better than when he was underwater. I don't I, know. No, I just think it's supposed to be a badass moment that he. It doesn't matter if he's blind. It doesn't matter what he is going to be able to fly that goddamn plane and land it. He doesn't care. He's a badass Batman. And uh, in the meantime, you see uh, Two Faces doing something with his phone. We find out later that he's actually sending out the signal that can have everybody track him. Yeah. yeah, he has a locator in him that we find out later, and he's sending it out to, like, the general public. Uh, then you go, and you're going to get a little bit more of the background of when they were kids, and you don't really see much. They're just no. talking. You kind of get the idea that that's where he got the uh, the coin, right? Because he's like, hey, yeah, look his, inside. His, his father had the two-tailed uh, coin. He yep. melted it down and made it into a two-headed coin and sent it to his son, as a symbol of, look, things are going to be different now. Yep. Uh, it's all heads up from here, baby boy. Yeah, and it, it's a good moment because Batman, this is where before Two-Face had said, you know, hey, you don't know the whole story, telling Duke, you know, I don't know what Batman told you, but it's not what happened and whatnot. So Duke's like, hey, what really happened? And uh, that's where Batman says, when we were kids, we had a pack. Crisscross. I was, I was, yeah, crisscross applesauce. I was going to kill Two-Face's dad, and he was going to kill Joe Chill. Joe Chill, we, yeah. we had that, but when this coin showed up, and then now it was a heads and a tails that showed him that no, his dad had decided. It was two-headed coin. Yeah, was it two-headed? I just thought yeah, it was now. It's a two-faced uh, coin. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he sent him the coin. And that was to show him that he had, you know, he felt sorry and he was going to be a good guy. But uh, Bruce said he, he's an asshole. He knows that that's not going to wait. That's not what's going to happen. Yeah, he's going to end up like, beating be okay him up and again. Getting going to start beating him up. Yeah. It's just, again, I like that moment. I like that whole thing. And it did show you that Chris at one Cross. point, even at one point, Batman was worse than than Two Face. He yeah. wanted to. He, he wanted to kill, and he was going to do that. And was pissed, and to, to this day, it seems like he's still kind of mad at Two Face for not doing it. But it's weird too, because like you said, the coin does have kind of a magical deal. Uh, Batman threw the coin in the ocean, and he still got it back. And at this point, Duke has it. Batman takes it. He holds it. Looks like he's about to throw it, and then <laughs> yeah. some. Yeah, and then somehow he just gets kicked in the back of the head. KGB somehow got a biplane himself, flew yeah. it over top of Batman and Duke, and then dropped down onto their plane and kicks Batman yeah. in the back of the head. And still, though, this transition of their flying, 
All of a sudden, another, why doesn't Batman hear this other plane? Why isn't anybody concerned that there's this other plane going? Nobody seems concerned. They don't even seem to know it. And then KG Beast jumps out of the plane and lands on a flying plane and kicks Batman in the head. And it's more confusing than it ever needs to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can figure it out. Like you said, how does he land that plane then? How nope, does no, he land no the plane? And you also, in the meantime, you also have Two Face fucking strapped up on the plane in the back. It's crazy. <laughs> I actually uh, kind of like that. Though. I, I, I like, thought that was funny. I thought but, to myself because I didn't notice it at first. I'm like, what the fuck is Two Face? I went back yeah, and looked. I'm like, that, yeah. that's kind of funny. You, here's the worst part for me as I'm reading this. You have the coin. There, Batman's about to throw it, and then all of a sudden you see. I thought that was Two Face. Waking up, breaking out, and going because the coin and him are so connected that I'm telling you, you never see that it is legitimately K- it is KGBs. Yeah. But the way the art and everything is spelled out, I can out, just tell by the pants and the boots. Yeah, it's just weird though because who knows how that is now? You know what I mean? That could be anybody, but it is KGBs. And they go, KGBs has this uh, fucking island that he's built. And again, it's just the craziest thing. It's the six 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 island that he's talking about. And uh, but in the meantime, they're at the Silver Dollar Casino. Riverboat Casino. Things transition here are so crazy. How did he land that plane? <laughs> I don't know. And th- then they have them on roulette wheels. Batman and Two Face are tied up on roulette wheels, and Batman's being held by these knives that have the six 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 symbol about yep. this fucking about island branding, they've spelled Jim. out. It it's is all about branding. branding, and that's where you see the black and white ganger there. And yes, they made a, a deal with Harvey where Harvey was going to set all this up and pretty much, you know, fuck with Two-Face. It is right out of fucking Total Recall. They they show the laptop and there he is. Yeah, he's like, hey, Hauser. But yeah, it's 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 okay. That's a, it's a cool twist. You're still playing around with the you know what the, the one side uh, yeah the one side doesn't know what the other side's doing and all this, but it's just weird because in the meantime they're there and I I just I don't get where the story is. I get where it's going, but it's not interesting. I was it's not fun, interesting anymore. But the trek has been taking too long at this. That's point. what I'm saying. It's just it's kind of not going anywhere. And yeah, you have this whole thing where it's Harvey against freaking Two Face or whatever. Uh, but it's not as interesting as I was hoping it was going to be. At least this issue, maybe it's yeah. going to turn around. This was a down issue of the yeah. entire series. Just the worst yeah. so far, yeah. pretty much. But it ends with what it ends is that Harvey has it's it is it's crisscross double crazy applesauce. It's so fucked up because. Harvey is double-crossing Two-Face, who was planning on that being a double-cross. So in the meantime, Harvey has, you know, they did that because what happens as Two-Face got away when Batman was being attacked by the towns, Batman and Duke, uh, when he was on the flip phone, that's what he did. He knew this tracker was in him. What happened is, is that Harvey, so confusing, Harvey, extended the signal. Harvey before shit went down, put a, put a tracker in there with Penguin, uh, being involved, the, the black and white gang, so that they can always find him and to double cross Two Face. Now, in the meantime, Two Face realized that, sent out the signal even further so that people would just come and free him. They're going to come and, and kick ass, and that's what happens. The whole place gets shot up, and that's where he reveals, oh, you know, when, when I was at the airfield, that's what I was doing. I kind of put the signal out, and uh, Batman's like, who's out there, Duke? And he's like, they're people. They're people out there, 
Bruce? And then he's like, who? Duke? And yeah, and he's like, what am I seeing? And I'm like, I want to know too because I don't understand why Duke just doesn't yell like, but they're fucked up. It's like fucking, you know, the fucking apocalypse out there. It's fucking purge. It is. It's like the purge slash Mad Max. I mean, shit's gone wrong, but it's weird that Duke doesn't want to tell him. I don't know. Whatever. He's just like, Duke, what's out there? What am I seeing? And it's just these people attacking. How uh, did you think you could land a plane? I don't know. But yeah, what am I seeing? You're seeing nothing. Your eyes are fucking burned out. I don't know how his eyes could possibly uh, survive this. will be fine in a couple this. hours. Yeah, I don't understand how they could possibly survive it. Uh, I don't know either. Yeah, so I don't you know go, if it's a protective coating on the cow or if the fucking the sewer yeah. water washed them out real good, like an yeah, eye wash. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. That sewer water does it. But yeah, then we go to the backup story with the Duke story. And uh, I don't know. This is another thing. It is kind of, it, it's it's dragged on. Yeah. I really am not that concerned with it. Uh, it the, ends last up time where, we saw where fucking Duke had chased down Miss Boone because he was ch- checking her out because she was the victim who survived Zaz before. Yeah. And he had a, he believed that this woman set up the rest of her partners to be killed, which yeah. we find out was the case here. Yeah, it was. Where she knew she got word to two, and it actually ties into our main story here, where she got word to Two Face when she found out that Zaz was out and about to mm-hmm. get a hold of him and let Zaz know. That she was going to be at the specific area. She changed her blouse with a partner of hers, so yeah, she would be killed. Yeah, which we saw before. We were yes. told that before. But now Zaz is pretending he's a window watcher. I'm telling you, it almost comes off like it's a Freddy Krueger dream. Yeah, it does look like Freddy Krueger. It's weird too, though. I just to be a goddamn window washer. Even the, the last, the window. yeah, the last issue was weird because remember Duke was hanging out across the way from the hospital, yeah. and she saw him and then took off. She's the worst. She she's not very you know she she's not on the down low. She saw Duke and then took off, and that's why because you know this whole thing was her plan. And yeah, it's like Freddy Krueger. He jumps out, slashes her. Hey, and bitch. Then, yeah, and <laughs> what do you want, bitch? Welcome to prime time, bitch. And yeah, then Duke's there, and he's about to get slashed, and then fucking Batman shows up. <laughs> Use Windex, no streaking. No streaking, bitch. Uh, but then this leads over to uh, Duke and his parents, and his parents yeah, are Yeah, Batman immediately and, takes out Zaz yeah. when he shows up. Yeah, he just Zaz. takes him out. That's The thing is, that's like, okay, that's what happened. That's And we just needed this here to say there was a Two-Face connection. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they go back, and I, I did like the one thing here where... They were going to – remember, they were going to move the Duke's parents' pa- bodies the, the off, the off the ground. off the ground, yeah. they were going to do – and he's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. And it was more like – because basically every time he would go in there, they'd go up to the fucking window of where they are and like, I'm going to kill you, you piece of shit. We you fucking hate you. You were a piece of shit your entire life. You. Yeah. And just we're yelling and, and – and yeah, and uh, Batman was just he, Bruce was upset, thinking that you know he doesn't need that distraction. It's upsetting, we don't need these whatever. People. We don't need this Duke to turn out like Jim Werner. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, that's basically all my parents used to yell at me. But unfortunately, uh, or fortunately for Duke, unfortunately for me, uh, he figures it out. And he figures yeah, he that loves what happens is <laughs> that yeah, well, what happens is that the 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 Joker toxin that did it. Um, what they're doing is when they're yelling, hey, I fucking hate you, that actually does mean. It's almost like the death stroke code, but it's yeah. like it's almost like opposite day. Like when they're saying that, they're more reacting to the thing they love the most. So they are actually saying, hey, I love you, son. So the more and they, that's keeping the, him going. Yes. The worse that they get 
it is more that, you know, that's what it centers on. And he says, it's a nice thing. Like, Joker doesn't just hate. Joker goes after the things he loves, which he means Batman. He, yeah. he loves Batman, so he always wants to go after Batman the way that his parents are like, you're a piece of shit. No, they're centering on him because that's the one thing they do love, the, the two of them. And it's nice. My parents did this, not this, love me. And they didn't. They, it, it, it's all about getting fucking Batman and say, okay, they can stay on the grounds, dude. Yeah. But you know what? Gonna need a little bit more for you. Okay, Batman, I'll, st- I'll continue my cursed wheel training. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, some, yeah, he's like, the one I can see is on your mind. And he's like, okay. And then they go back to the cursed wheel deal. And it, that's, this is why this is kind of, it, it, I want more of the cursed wheel. We haven't gotten anything really. Uh, you know I what know I mean? I don't know what the cursed like, wheel fucking is. Like, that's what I'm saying. Next issue when they go, yup, Duke, you're yellow. They'd be, what? Yep. What's going on? Yep. What's this? Green Lanterns? Nobody it's calls so me weird. yellow. Yeah, I'm no yellow belly. But no, I just mean your suit, Duke. Your your yellow suit. God damn you, Batman. You made this suit, you son of a bitch. You knew I was yellow all along. But yeah, the, the whole curse wheel, I want to know more about it. And we haven't gotten anything. And the, I, I'm telling you, Declan Shelby, people really like his art. I do not like it. I do. I, I like his zazz. I, and I like the beginning. Besides for the end where we see Batman do... Oh, the I, end, he looks I terrible. Look, I don't like the way Batman looks. The rest of the backup, I really enjoy the way no, the but one, looks. No, but I'm telling you, once Zaz gets attacked by Batman, and then we move... And what is that? I don't know. It might be a thing in the digital copy that we get. There's like just this black block there that seems very weird. I, that, I think that's that supposed panel. to be where he gets knocked out. I guess. It's just weird the way it's set up. It doesn't even look like that, but... uh once you go to where Duke and his parents, I think the art just takes a fucking downspin there. And that last panel uh, with Duke sitting there looking at Batman and saying, what's next? Uh, I'll say it. Batman looks like a mongoloid, Eric. I he don't does. know what he looks like. Look at him. He I, look, don't, I don't he, like this. I, I don't mind the rest. It looks like he aged. Like All of a sudden, it's Alfred. In, in he's got like a hunch. Yeah, he's got a hunch. He looks old as hell, and it just looks terrible. And I don't even like the way he looks. Like This is the way from the beginning to the section with him and the parents to that last panel. looks like there are three artists involved. Uh, right. they, the art really does change, and I don't like it at all. But yeah, you see on the, uh, besides, the Curse Wheel computer... Bit, What's that? Besides this last page, oh though, God, I think it's this is the strongest art we've seen from Declan Shelby. Yeah, I just don't like him in general. I don't like his art. I I haven't since the the thing started. But it, I like to see Kate Kane on the the cursed oh, wheel too. computer too. But yeah, the others are the usual deal. Batgirl's in there, but the, the others are Robins. But uh, I I just this issue seemed to be back to needing to work a lot to you know kind of put together the the transitions and stuff. I like just that. thank God we didn't have jumps around in the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. But I'm just saying, from from Batman, all of a sudden, from the, just seeing a boot kick him on a plane, and the next thing you know, they are like, even then, what did Duke do? Like, why wouldn't they're on a plane? KGB slams. Dude, don't kick me in the back of the head. Dude, I'll do whatever KGB you want. KGB slams. He is actually in front of Duke, so Duke could pretty much do something. But uh, instead, Duke don't know how to land a plane. Well, I'm saying, how about attack him? How about throw him off the fucking Duke, thing and, Duke and just don't know go how for to land it? Plane. Yeah, this that all it is is like, don't That's kick me because I I know how to land the plane. And by the way, then I'm gonna uh, fucking and where did the whole thing? It, it's just weird. I don't know, but yeah, uh, what did you give it? 
I give it a 7 out of 10. There are some problems with this. It's probably the worst issue, I think, so far in the series. There are still things to enjoy about it. Yeah. And I actually didn't mind John Romita's art in this issue. Yeah, no, the art, I think, is his best art. Like, you said that Declan Shelby, you think that this is his strongest. I do think that this is John Romita's best art. Since Except been for on the this. inconsistencies with that face mask. Yeah, that was weird. But I'll even go a step further in saying that this is John Romita's best art on dc at all like any book that he's been on this is probably my favorite issue of art but yeah there are some inconsistencies in that that face mask thing but i do i like this in general but uh i'd probably have to give it i'd probably give it a seven as well i i just had issues with the transitions from one scene to the next I, i they were more confusing than they ever need to be and this this issue though like i said it just it stopped being like that, you know, fun where you had a couple call outs and, yeah. and some fun things and just I know that you have to have this. This is pushing the story forward. This is more story than we've I think we've gotten before. But uh, it just kind of it's starting to drag a little. I, I, I'm looking more forward to when we have these other stories after this two face story. Well. Uh, but, yeah, we're on what issue four. And it just seems like we're already kind Stall- of spinning our wheels a little. Uh, but we're going to spin our wheels over to mail section number two now, Eric, uh, and then, you know, have mail section number two. I really don't know Good. what else to say about it. I was going <laughs> to say something after that, but I really don't have anything else to say. But here comes mail section number two. Good. Good. It is the best podcast a week, even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews. And I've got such a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mel with Jim Now Mel with Jim And I've got a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mel with Jim all right there mail mail with jim number two mail with jim and the first mail of this section is from alex m sup jim eric reggie and the rest of the let's get weird crew so i didn't pick up any dc comics this week in fact i think i'm picking up mostly just books from the other weeks last week i loved superboy punching robin in the beef I thought Batman's comic last week was a bit of a trip, but I dug it. By the way, I didn't do any research, so maybe Eric or Jim, you can answer this question. Is Punch called Punch because he's really good at getting his ass beaten? No. No. It's like a Punch and Judy deal. I mean, if so, it might answer a couple of questions. Also, Frank Leminski is my current favorite (laughs) anti-hero. Can't see what kind of hijinks he gets into next week. I like him. I actually like, like Frankie as well. I think he's pretty funny. So I feel like we should give the game, give the weeks a name. Like one week can be Alpha and the other could be Omega. Or we could just go with the Brave and the Bold moniker. Like the week with Batman Superman could be the Brave Week. I didn't know what he was getting at at first, yeah. but now I see what he's doing. Uh, the, ba- the week with Batman and Superman could be the Brave Week. And the Detective Action Comics Week could be the Bold Week. I don't know. What do you guys think? It's funny. It's just me and you... And it, it really goes by 
our personal, you know, thing with books. Like I yeah. just consider the one week the Batman week. You consider it the Superman week. I get sure detective. Do. You consider it the action one. Or at the most, honestly, I don't I think we like, ever say Batman, Superman, but we do say detective and action I, as I, a no, week. Honestly, I think we do. It's like the Batman, Superman week, or the detective. Yeah, I guess we week. do. But that those those books, he does spell it out very well of how we say about the week. Yeah, it's just I'm telling you, it's weird because it just. It is like you talk about punch. It is like a left and a right, right to the face every week. Like it's like boom, Batman, Superman, boom, Detective. And it just this every other week for these books. I do like it because you keep the thing going and you yeah. don't have to wait. But boy, it's it's almost I'm starting you to get feel a full month of Batman, and and Superman. Yeah, but I'm starting story. to feel like how they say about the postal workers going postal. Like you know what? Punch they drunk. can't take it because the fucking mail never stops. It keeps going. You never get a breather when you're talking or reviewing about these or reviewing or reviewing these books because they just the next thing you know. Right now, that's the thing. Where it really does, and this is, it's not a complaint because people are like, what a fucking dick. But we actually get the new books on a Friday. Uh, so we haven't even had the podcast for this week's book and we're already getting the next week's books. And that's why you never touch those books until after, at least now, after I, the podcast. I am so afraid that I'm going to end up talking about something thinking that it's from this week because yep. I, I just get confused. It's funny because Ben actually told me, Ben from the Nerd Church, podcast same exact thing he told yeah. me because i he messaged me something and i thought he was asking if i'd gotten the books the review books and i said oh I, yeah i got those and uh and then he's like no no i meant he meant something else but he said i don't like to even touch those until after i he records his things uh for the same reason i'm not a dummy like both of you i, I can keep my mouth shut oh shit we were so I can, afraid when i can first keep started my doing mouth this. shut yeah i, I actually page through them i don't read them that's kind of how i go you, did, no, you read them and then go to the podcast yeah i think i like this one a little bit better yep. I'm gonna whisper. no it's so only because knows. yes it's only because i i page through them like i did i've already paged <laughs> through batman and i might be right eric i think you might be wrong i think so too i might be wrong <laughs> as well yeah uh the one that i usually look at justice league I did not even look at yet, so I, I I don't really have any. I get pissed pseudo off spoilers. early in the week than you have to. Yeah, I don't have any pseudo spoilers, but uh, he's saying. But you're right, we do say Batman Superman, but the detective action this week is the one that I don't know for some reason we always really spell out. But uh, yeah. he says, okay, that's it for this week. As Eric says at the end of each episode, Boomer lives. <laughs> Alex M. Boomer uh, lives. Boomer lives. You got to remember that now. Carl says, Carl's the next one. Carl says, what's up, Jim and Eric? This week I've started my drop, and I it most certainly clear my pull list. Number one, Green Arrow. Outside of the first story arc, I've been bored with this comic, even with the last issue that basically changed the way they set up that train to be. It's true. That that train was so nonsense. Heroin. Uh, so he's dropping Green Arrow, Eric. He's I would also, do at this point. He's also going to tell me uh, – there is only one, well, one book you would never drop on his list here, but the other one you may not. But uh, number two, Nightwing. You dropped drop that, it. right? Dick Grayson is a great character, but I have just been underwhelmed with this story. I agree. Number three, you would never drop because little Eric Shea would never drop, and that is Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. You would yeah, I'm telling you, I would like – we were talking about that earlier this week about books we would drop again. It's a constant conversation we have. I'm like, yeah. 
I, I don't think I would be like I think I would continue to get Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns just because I like the Green yeah. Lanterns. Yep, I know you wouldn't drop them. Wait, what is happening in this series? They should have just named this story Hal Jordan because with the first story you get very little with the core. Uh, Guy kept me in it this long. I love Guy. I love Guy too. Uh, the next one he dropped, The Flash. I was originally I, going to finish off the current arc, but changed my mind. Story is just predictable. He's out. I like the story. I would be as well. I like this this issue this week we'll be talking about. The next book we talk about is that one. I like it just because it's it's a little more fun. That's the only reason. But uh, he says, Batman Beyond is close, but with it only being issue one, I'm going to give it uh, up to three. So that leaves me with Batman Green Lantern's Red Hood, which I picked up after listening to you guys talk about it. Titans, Teen Titans, Batman Beyond, which he said is on the chopping block. Trinity, Trinity, which is on the chopping block as well. Everything I have dropped, I may pick back up depending on how you guys review it. Ooh, it's all on us. It's all on us. Outside of the realm of DC, Eric, you like horror stuff. Have you ever read The October Faction? No, I have not. No. You've never even heard of it, have you? I have never heard of it. I haven't either. We're, We're so... Out of the loop anymore. I, I'm of other you, I have companies. no idea what's going in the, like on comics right now besides for DC. Yeah, it's I'm, so funny at, at that point. This. You know what? What book makes me laugh that you read and enjoyed, where you don't, we don't know anything that even goes on anywhere, but yet one of the books that you did enjoy at one point was Six Gun Gorilla. And I that really was, like that. That was so out of the ordinary deal, but yet that was when we would read reviews, and I'd say, hey, what do you, what do you think about this? And then you'd go and well, get it, but those days are over. I'm telling you, but that's before the site, I believe, yeah, and so I had time to read all yep. of these. I, I used to get all of the different companies' comics back then. Yeah, yeah, we used to get it, and I, would, I didn't. I would just ask you, or I'd tell you about them, and then you'd get them and talk to me about it. I get a really shitload of Marvel, a bunch yeah, of DC, yeah. Dark Horse, fucking some Image, boom. some Boom, I Dynamite. I think Boom was uh, Six Gun Gorilla. Yeah, I think, I think it was so. Boom. Uh, I really enjoy it. He said, the first set of stories is in trades, and they have a new run that just started. Something to check out. Have a great week, guys. Can't wait for the next podcast, which I will hear on Monday. Monday's the day. It starts off that week. A little weird science, right? Get your That's week going. Get your shitty work week going with us. <laughs> Next one's Maddie D. Maddie D says, okay, so I just read Flash 10 and listened to last week's podcast. I would say that your podcast was another great help for my long work day. Makes work go easier when I'm laughing and a-working. He's laughing and a-working. As for <laughs> Flash issue 10, I would say it's meh. I am not as familiar with an extended rogues for Flash, but I don't recall the Shadow Man rogue. He's old school, Eric. Shade. Old school shade. And what is up with this whole hope was taken from us again? I mean, are they drawing out more rebirth stuff with this issue? The art on this issue was good, but not real impressive. I have to say I would have given this issue a meh out of okay or a 6.5 out of 10. I think I'll give the book two more issues before I just stop reading it. I, it, it just, it, kills me i don't know why like the justice league brian hitch is awful right yeah. he's awful i like joshua williamson it's killing me that this book isn't better hey i'm telling I, you i, I like the flash i don't even i don't know much about joshua williamson I, yeah. I would have dropped the flash by this point yeah i would have too and he's the flash is pretty much my second favorite character i know that dick grayson nightwing yeah just dick grayson my yeah. favorite character Barry Allen Flash is my second favorite, and this book is just not good. But well, I like well, this issue a little better myself, this week. So I like this like issue a little better. But I have also stopped, just stopped Nightwing. 
<laughs> because <laughs> damn it, Tim Seeley has finally killed my enjoyment of this book. I went from a story arc where he rehashed Grayson without the cool Tom King dialogue. Then yep. we went to Night of the Monster Men, which made me want to gouge my eyes out and get all stabby with Steve Orlando. Now yep. with the Raptor storyline, it's just plain horse shit. Okay, so yep. that's now two DC writers on my shit uh, shit mess card list. Steve, uh, Tim Seeley and Steve Orlando. Sigh. It looks like my do-or-die pull list is getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> looks like I'll be reading more Image, IDW, and Boom comics in the future. Don't get me started on Marvel. Talk about the house of ideas that go to nowhere and restart every fall or summer. Ooh, <laughs> Read a lot of IDW too. It's back so funny. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny that we we sit here and bitch and moan about the DC stuff. But boy, if we had a Marvel podcast right now, oh I don't think I would ever stop screaming about <laughs> this fucking Marvel now starting before the event that's supposed to lead into it is over. I, I'd be so angry every fucking minute. It was bad minute. enough for the Dark Side worst, like ending the same yeah, day. Yeah, ending the same day. Yeah, no, the fucking Civil War II is still going on, and yet it's being spoiled by every fucking book that comes out. We even have a question later about uh, a Marvel book that I can't answer, and I oh, tried to I look. Won't I definitely will be can't. able to answer. Oh, yeah, it's a funny thing because it makes no sense. But well enough of my ranting. Let me close this out by saying thank you again for another great episode, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew, keep up the great work. Toby, with your emails and English accent. Fren Frenny, with your well-thought-out motherly emails. Sanjay, for your wonderful raves. Hope your English <laughs> continues to get better. Boosh. Dancing Mike, with your sarcastic melodies. Where is the Dancing Mike singing all your greatest weird science hits? That'll be coming. I gotta send... Uh, uh, freaking Toby has something he wants to do with all the sound bits, and I, I keep forgetting to send them. So I'm sorry, Toby. That in the shirt. Brandon, yeah. for your wonderful Marvel Minute reviews, not to mention your insight to your life. Chris and Reggie, <laughs> for a great cosmic treadmill, although now that you are leaving the show proper, I will miss the interlude. It's weird. Everybody seems to be on the, the tip of that. You know, hey, yeah, they're leaving. Why didn't we were the last to find out? You know what I, I mean? I found out on Thursday. Yeah, everybody knows, and I knew a little before that, but it really hit. I don't know the the whole thing. Maybe we're we're faking the funk because Chris and Reggie might have been talking about this for months on the cosmic treadmill. Yeah, that's all you say. I I hear the beginning and the end, and kind of in the middle sometimes. Uh, but I like what they do, Eric. They do yeah, good stuff. Good Reggie stuff. for your well thought out reviews and comic history. Eric for your stories about life and comics and everything. You know. You have been reading comics all your life. Right? I, yeah, I have. And finally, you, Jim, for being the caramel goodness that brings this whole show together. Without your wonderful voice each week and the great no, stories, a great voice. I would have stopped listening to this show years ago. Wow. I'm so glad I don't have a sore throat anymore. At least I have that. <laughs> I might be all fucked up with my fucking muscle relaxers, but at least I don't have that sore throat. Yeah. That one episode, a couple episodes ago, where we were doing that mail, and I could barely finish the mail. Oh, it was the worst. Thank you for a great, super magnifico show. Now that I have slathered you all with my warmest thank yous, here is my final thought. Episode 100 should be about 30 seconds long. You should amazing. do the intro, say, hey, welcome to our 100th episode. Then just have Eric say, see you in seven, then play the outro. Then make episode 101 the real episode with all the hijinks and reviews. Just a thought, Maddie D. You're not supposed to say that out loud, Maddie D. We, we actually had some crazy ideas for episode 100. A couple of crazy we, ones. And one was very similar to that. Uh, have like a minute episode and yep. then just you know have that as fun but uh i don't know 
I think that we're gonna get drunk, Eric. We're gonna be drunk as hell. I'm gonna Jim, I'm sober. Drink. No, you're not sober. I sober right I now. I think. When was the last time I had a drink of alcohol? Well, I know when it was. I'm saying it was, it was when we did that first we did. podcast. We did our first podcast. Oh, did you drink with... it all on Evine Live? No, no, okay. because I, I was too. Uh, I didn't want to fuck up. I should have. I probably. And also, if I did, I probably would have passed out. But yeah, because it was so late. But we did a what was it? The pull bag with our guy Mike. Yeah. Uh, from what is this thing called? The Geekcast Radio. <laughs> Geekcast Radio. I'm the worst. But yeah, on Geekcast Radio, we did a thing uh, about our origins of how we a couple got of months into before comics. we started the podcast. And yeah, first thing so we did. this was probably about two years ago. Uh, probably about that because now I, I do remember it, it being September, around. I want to say. Yeah, so a little bit over two years ago was the last time I drank, and and then before that time was probably about 10 years. So. Now you had a beer on your porch when your guy from work came over. Yeah, no, I didn't drink it. He got oh, mad at me. It? No, I just sat <laughs> I there with it and he got mad. It. No, he got mad and fuck, no, I didn't even take a sip. He opened it. I even told him, you're going to open this. It's going to be a waste of time, waste of fucking beer. And he opened it, handed it to me. I stood there and finally he's like, fuck it, just give it to me. And he drank it. It was kind of funny. One of these yeah. nights you and I just got to go out to the bar and hang out. <laughs> be crazy. Tanya would come with a fucking cleaver and, and kill everyone. <laughs> the, the worst would be the minute that she goes into the bar, there'd be some lady that's just walking by, not even paying attention to me. That lady would be dead, dead. And then my she'd stand over yelling the worst obscenities. Oh, I'll be the worst awful. too because if I was drunk, I would probably think it would all be funny and start making jokes about oh, yeah. it, which yeah, would just set her drunk. off. You, you're, you're fucking enemy number one. My friend, you and this podcast, because of this podcast and really she's up sleeping now. Somehow she has a, she's actually eased up a bit on the podcast. When we first started, I I got upset there for a second. Like, why does she still hate? Yeah, no, no, that has kind of eased up. She has other reasons to hate besides the podcast. (laughs) Uh, yes, but that was Maddie D. Thanks, Maddie D. Uh, next, uh, emails from Brandon, Brandon. And, uh, in case you didn't know, he's going to talk about it, I guess. But yeah, he was moving this week, Brandon. And uh, he called and asked if you could help, and you didn't uh, answer back. No, right? I, I don't have a phone, so it's going to yeah, be kind of also, hard. He, also, he's in Buffalo. It's so that, funny. I'm like, hey, no. Brandon's moving this week. He's like, finally, he's getting out of that piece of shit Buffalo. I'm like, no, no. I think he's just moving within <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah. Brandon you says, what? Buffalo. What a week. Me and the fam, girlfriend, kiddo, I've been moving this week into a new house. And let me tell you that I always completely underestimate how awful moving really is. Oh, uh, you don't underestimate it. Eric, you live in a, sh- I'm not going to say shitty apartment, but I would say that you pay more than you should. Oh, well, at that apartment. Should, yeah. um, but the whole thing is you don't want to move. That's exactly. the only reason. The idea that, of moving fucking terrifies me and angers me so much. I will stay at this goddamn well, hovel. Pay and, way and too ju- much just yeah. not to do it. Oh, yeah. Just to tell people, I am in a house right now. I My mortgage is less than your rent for yep. a month. It's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, it might single-handedly be one of the worst activities you have to compete, complete at some point in your life with little way to avoid or get around it. Unless, of course, you're fucking Rockefeller and can pay people to do it all for you. He should get that college hunks hauling junk or whatever it's uh, called. Dude, if I do, I'm going to save up for If I know I'm going to be You're going to get the I'm college gonna, hunks? I'm going to hire somebody just because I, I cannot see doing this. 
Plus, I haven't talked to all my friends in years. I don't know who's going to come to help me. I can't do this shit. Jess is fucking useless when it comes to that. Yeah, really. You you can hire out my kids. They'll come over. I I can't say anything will make the move. Oh yeah, yeah. they'll just destroy it. I told my girlfriend if I ever have to move our couch with a double recliner and ever again. I'm legit just going to light the goddamn thing on fire right where it is now, uh, control the flames, and pay for the damage to the house. Hey, he's in West Virginia now. Is that <laughs> awful? It's that awful. I swear, the thing is like deadlifting an elephant. It fits through no doorway or hallway made by man since the birth of America. I could just see him just screaming at his girlfriend, tilt it to the left, just yelling at her. <laughs> like, you're always trying to fucking move it in a certain way. Plus, yeah. he's probably like, oh, open the fucking, you know, the recliner part, you know, shit like that. That's the worst, too. My fucking couch is insanely heavy because it's a goddamn sleeper sofa. Yeah. So it's got a fucking bed in it. Yeah. Oh my god! It's, I'm telling you, yeah. I, when I when I finally do move, you're not taking things, that, right? No, half of the things are just going out to the dumpster. Like I wouldn't take it. What, fuck that! If you get it to the dumpster, then you're fucking halfway there. Just leave Absolutely it in the not. apartment. Just leave it there and get the fuck out. Let them throw it away. Why would you bother? Yeah, really, you think you're going to get any sort of fucking you know money back when you leave? Oh, yeah, no, there's actually, no way. I actually signed a special thing when I moved in where I just gave them money to a point where I don't have to have a freaking uh, security hey, deposit. Security deposit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just telling you that you're not getting any security deposit back. So just no, you have not. that big couch. Why take it to the go- fucking leave it there? Let them deal with it. Also, being the tall, lanky bastard I am, I smash my shins against anything I'm moving up and downstairs. Oh, yeah. While last but not least, my fingers get pinched and stuck for a solid minute in a separate reclining chair as my buddies helplessly tried to free my mangled paw from it. The thing was stuck and wedged on the stairwell. We're, uh, we're night bright. We're night bright, he says. Spin zone. Your fingers really don't hurt until they're free from the object they're pinched in. That is true, but free them and it hurts like eight bitches on a bitch boat. That's a lot of bitches on that bitch boat. I'm telling you, him saying that reminds me of like when you have a guy where a tire and iron goes through him and then you can't take it out or he'll die. So he's just stuck there like in a movie or in my backyard. That happens a lot. Happens a lot, Eric. Notes from last week's podcast. I have a group of uh, I have a group of three guys I've known since second grade. We still hang out for Bills games and throughout the week all the time. Well, our friend Matt, that lived in Atlanta, Georgia, for a while, recently moved back home. Long story short, we went out to celebrate last weekend, and shit got ugly and out of hand. I told you, I had, I had back I had a backseat pass for this thing. <laughs> Tends to happen when the time goes back. Uh, anyway, I realized I sent a drunk message to Jim via Twitter the next day when he messaged me, how hungover are you? Because I was getting the craziest messages from him. I left a pretty obvious clue at about 2.30 a.m. the previous night to lead Jim to this assumption. This is the message I sent word for word, letter for letter, or number in some cases. Here's what it is. <laughs> it's so funny. This is true what he put. <laughs> Golf. Golf might, and might was spelled M. 8 GHT be joining us at 4 a.m. on Skype. I've drank do much fireball t- tonight. T N I T E. And I, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I thought that what he was saying 
that he was going to get on Skype and call us because he knew we'd still be recording. And I said, yeah. to you, we took a break and I said, God damn it, Brandon, Brandon's going to, going to try to call us and he's going to be on that podcast. If, <laughs> if he called, he was going to be on for the first live bit of him and I was going to make him say the craziest shit because it was obvious he was fucked up. Oh, yeah. He says, I have no idea what I was trying to say there that night and remember none of it. All I know is I woke up in bed the next day, found out my friends got me there. To answer your question, how drunk was I? I was awake for three hours that Sunday. Yeah, he even said, he's like, I, he couldn't even stay up on Sunday. He was done. But yeah. I want to know how pissed off his girlfriend was. Golf might be joining us at 4 a.m. on Skype. I've drank too much Fireball tonight. <laughs> oh, what is, I was like, what is he doing? Someone out his next. Someone brought up hard root beer in their fridge last week. I yes. tried that once and it was so sugary, it literally rotted two teeth yeah, out of I've my mouth. I've never had it after that the sucks. first sip. I'm not a fan. Tanya likes it. Tanya's told me that she likes she likes all those hard like hard cider and hard. Right. Fuck that. You guys were mentioning during Cyborg last week how Victor is a really dumb, smart person. I don't remember your comments exactly, but you either declared his actions nonsense or argued smart people wouldn't make dumb decisions like that. I don't really recall the argument, but I jotted down in my notebook, Cyborg, dumb, smart. And wanted to bring it up. <laughs> anyway, my point is I wanted to mention I know plenty of smart people that are simultaneously very, very dumb about common sense shit. And these people might be the most infuriating to deal with ever. No, I'll tell you, the most infuriating are people who are morons who declare that they're geniuses. They, yeah, that is a, the that worst. is a dangerous fucking combo. For example, my brother has a friend, really successful, big house, big time lawyer. But I don't think that dude can tie his shoes without falling over. And if he has ever one beer and you're around him, him you'd question if he has any job other than walmart greeter just saying <laughs> these people exist and are prevalent in society yeah tanya's uncle is a guy who is a he's legitimately an astrophysicist i, I thought you told me he was and, a jet fighter once yeah nah, he might have been a jet fighter but yeah no this guy actually he actually worked on the hubble telescope and all these other things uh and really you talk to him and he I don't know. The way he plays it out is he talks really slow, so it me means like it, it makes it seem like he's saying something very important. But the shit he says makes no sense to me. Maybe it's just I'm dumb. I don't think he's just slow, honestly. No, no, he's he's pretty smart. He is a pretty smart character. I heard he was a jet fighter pilot. Yeah, that's what you told me once. Yeah, I don't know. Tanya tells me things and it all blends together. You know, you no, gotta no, just keep that shaking was you your head. Lying yeah. if you don't remember. No, I think no, I think one of her. I have to ask her at some point. I do. She had some relative that was in the Air Force, uh, which is what led her to really enjoy Top Gun, uh, and even actually. I'm wrong. He's in the Navy because he's he was in that Top Gun thing, and that's more of a Navy thing, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm often mistaken. <laughs> but he said, I don't have many thoughts on books yet because, well, I'm fucking really busy moving shit, and I didn't know exist in my old apartment. Also, women love to throw out old shit, but I think the purpose is so that they can just replace that with more sh of their I, shit. Dude, I wish that was the fucking case. I have a bicycle sitting here next to me that I've had in my goddamn bedroom for the past five yeah. years – that's never been written. That was given really? to us by her mother because she wanted it. And her mother well, thought that she should have it. Here's the thing, though. You're, you didn't read exactly what he said. He's saying that they want to throw away his shit oh. so that they can move in more of their nonsense shit, which that seems to be. 
you know that she's not going to throw away I thought he was saying that they get rid of their shit so they no, can no, buy No, no, I think he's shit. saying that no, they get rid of Brandon. Brandon gets his shit taken away so that they can move in, uh, you know, another five pounds of their shit. For example, I could just about decorate the new neighborhood for every holiday with the amount of decorations I keep unearthing throughout this moving process. <laughs> Warning, Jim Marvel Minute will be last-minute surprise, even to myself this week. Stay tuned for updates. It's not even going to be a Marvel Minute, Eric. I convinced him otherwise, but we'll really? hear about that in a second. He says, "I right, fellas, go Eagles, because uh, Bills are on a bye this week, so that that is one less dildo that will be thrown on an NFL <laughs> fucking field this week, and 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 uh, women not getting raped in the parking lot, it seemed, from everything I, he sent me. But yeah, that is Brandon. Yeah, that is Brandon from at Beamer3660 on Twitter. Get a Thank hold you, of him, and he we're going to go to his minute that is less Marvel and more IDW Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles nice. Adventures. I said he did the review on the site. Might as well talk about it. And he oh, said, yeah. thank God. He goes, thank God that's the only fucking book I read this week. So <laughs> it worked out for everyone. We're going to go see what he had to say about that, and then we'll be back with more books. Hey, guys. How we doing this week? Uh, Get Fresh Crew, this is Brandon. I'm coming at you uh, this week with the Marvel Minute segment. Uh, we're going to put Marvel on pause for this week. Uh, we're going to cover the IDW-DC collaboration book, uh, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures, uh, number one. Um, we got writer on the issue of Matthew K. Manning. Our artist is John uh, Samariva. Sam Sam uh, anchor is Sean Parsons. And our colorist is Leonardo Ito. Um, pretty ironic. We got a colorist. Same name as one of the Ninja Turtles there. Um, we get right into the book here, and we see a bad guy kind of running through an alley. Um, we're we're kind of made to believe through the images of uh, the hero chasing him that it is to uh, kind of be Batman. But we find out pretty quickly it is Michelangelo kind of doing his best impersonation of Batman. Um, and, and we're just kind of introduced to uh, the rundown of the four turtles here. Uh, Raphael, Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo. So kind of right off the bat, you, you get the gist that this isn't a continuation of the previous Batman TMNT miniseries. This is something new and fresh. Um, and, and the art also kind of echoes that sentiment. Um, we kind of uh, have a collaboration here between um, 90s Batman um, animated series and the uh, current Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles animated series. Um, and they mesh together excellently well. Um, back to the story after we're introduced to the turtles and they stop the bad guy they're chasing. Um, we, we cut off to Batman. And he's basically doing the same thing that uh, the turtles were doing, he, except he's trying to track down Two-Face. Um, in this instance, he tracks him down to this room um, where, where Two-Face kind of gives him this ominous warning after escaping from Arkham. And he draws this triangle shape on a dusty television uh, before Batman hauls him back off to where he belongs. Um, we flash back to the Turtles uh, part of things. And we see Donatello's also discovered uh, a clue um, based on the case they were working. And it's a similar looking triangle of doom type shape uh, that, that's basically signaling to the Turtles. Uh, it's something they need to investigate. Um, as we move along, we see Batman is uh, in Arkham Asylum. Um, he, he goes to uh, basically the cell of uh, just a couple people that have escaped um, from the manor lately. 
and, uh, and we, we see he finds another triangle uh, shaped object on one of the cells uh, in Arkham. Um, flashing back to the turtles, uh, we see them in the depths of the sewers. Uh, Donatello has a lead on, on this triangle signal they've picked up, um, so they're trying to investigate what's going on. Uh, they, they get pretty deep down into the sewer area um, and, and kind of reach a dead end where they discover this glowing neon red triangle. Um, as soon as they discover that, uh, Mikey kind of gets pulled underneath uh, into the, the TP-filled uh, and log-filled sewer depths there. So that's flat-out disgusting. Uh, and we have the turtles kind of digging down in there looking for Mikey trying to grab a hand and all they're coming up with is either mud or poo it's hard to tell um, not long after you know they start panicking because they can't find Mikey uh, we see kind of a uh, ominous looking turtle off in the corner giving the, the turtles the stink eye there um, the, the turtles are asking Mikey what's wrong and, and um, eventually Clayface can't hold the shape anymore and uh, that Michelangelo was really Clayface, and he turns into a full-blown, not-a-good-guy Clayface in, in this instance. Um, so Clayface and the Turtles, they start going at each other. Um, pretty cool-looking fight scene here. You have the Clayface straight out of the Batman animated series fighting um, the Turtles straight out of the Nickelodeon series. And, and again, the, the two art styles, while completely different, work together very well. Um, the fight comes to an end when the turtles uh, use a little teamwork and some clever planning to open up a sewer pipe and flush Clayface back to where he belongs. So we find out that that triangle is a portal basically to another dimension. Um, Batman, as we turn the page here, simultaneously basically discovers um, the signals in Gotham are... are basically leading to the same thing. There, there are portals and energy fields that are popping up throughout the city. Uh, so Batman tells Alfred to call Robin and he takes off uh, to go investigate. As we reach the end of the book here, we, we just see a bunch of uh, Foot Clan robots because they're robots in the new animated series. They're getting their butt kicked. Um, when we turn the page and, and we see just a pile of bodies uh, Foot Clan bodies being slaughtered by the Joker and Harley Quinn, and that's our cliffhanger. Uh, the last page is a beautiful splash page. Um, again, Harley Quinn and Joker look like they're straight out of the Batman animated series, taken on or having just taken down a bunch of foot ninjas. Uh, so, so that's how the book wraps up here. Um, a very entertaining first issue, so you know how I do things. I tell you guys to buy it, to borrow it, uh, or to forget it altogether. Um, the story's a little thin right now, and it's very reminiscent, uh, at least in the early stages. So the first TM TMNT Batman miniseries that was finished uh, about six months ago. Um, so, so the story isn't super original, but it is very entertaining nonetheless. Um, the art is fantastic all the way through the book, uh, so, so hopefully that keeps up and the artists are able to stay on schedule with, with the rest of the series, because... Uh, it does it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, some clever little jokes throughout the book, like uh, uh, the very last page is the Joker holding one of the Foot Clan ninjas' hands. He, he's got the fist positioned into a middle finger, kind of flipping off the, the other ninjas coming after him. 
Um, Night McKenna. So that's what's going on in this book. Uh, you know how I do things and tell to buy it, follow it, or forget it altogether. And as far as Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number one goes, I would I would tell you guys to buy that one. Um, I, w- I want to apologize ahead of time to Andrew, a couple other guys I was talking to on Twitter this week about Renew Your Vows Spider-Man number one. Um, but Batman TMNT is the only book I've been able to read this week and, and kind of get some thoughts and ideas together about uh, because I'm in the middle of moving. So um, look for Spider-Man uh, Renew Your Vows number one coming next week for the Marvel Minute. Uh, and I'm going to try to get a, a double Marvel Minute in there. Um, that, that I've been promising for the last couple of weeks done. Um, so I should be caught up on life next week to get that done for you guys. Uh, look for Marvel Minutes. I'm sorry, Marvel Reviews on Marvel Mondays. Uh, and I'm going to try to get Tweets of the Week done uh, this week. But there will be no Arrow Review. I'll catch up on that stuff uh, next week. So that's what's coming for me. Um, if you're looking for me on Twitter, guys, as always, it's at Beamer3660. Uh, you can holler at me there. And we're going to send it back to Jim and Eric. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Go, 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 go. I love dancing Mike's songs. It's getting a little late for that one. It's a little low and downbeat, you yeah, know. You think it's a, well when people are listening to this, it's I ten need to o'clock get in the morning. Up. Ten o'clock in the morning. You need something to pick you up, you say. I Is do. that what you're telling me? You yes. need something to pick you up. You like that? You like that picking you up? Is it getting there? How about this one? Uh, uh. Oh shit. How about that? Sing it, Nico. Still believes there. Still believes. Okay, how about this one? Fucking rock rock to my god. Come on. Let's fight to survive, right? Gonna yell out the Kumite. There we go. Maybe you like that one? How about this one? Yeah. Bond. A little Bond. We got Bond going. We got it all. I, I have the same old goddamn tired songs that I always have. I gotta get new ones, but we always like this. Yeah. Where's my, where's the jazz flute? Where is it, Eric? I, I, actually, it's across the room. No jazz flute. Oh, I love this song. I love this song so much. Ah, uh, yes. It's back to You know what we need? Some right? salt and pepper push it. Some salt and pepper push it? You mean like this? No, not like this. <laughs> I don't have salt and pepper push it. So I don't have salt and pepper push it. How about this one? 
There you go. That one just makes go. me sad. Oh, uh, yes. How about this? Hello, Weird Science. Uh, hey, Dan. Yes, I love it. Oh, good for yes, you. I have it and how was I it? I have it awful. Watch your profanity. Oh, yes. Watch your profanity. Same Watch old tired your shit. Profanity. <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah, I, I end up two minutes before we start the podcast. I'm still grabbing those rant and raves. So yeah. I have no time for getting the others. So you're going to have to deal with this now. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? <laughs> yeah, buddy. I saw that leprechaun. There we go. It's all over. I don't get it. Yes. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. That is correct most of the time, little boy. Most of the in. time. Yeah, not the cam girls you see. And I cam uh, girls are in quotes. They're in quotes. Girls. Girls. And in girls. Cuffs. What are we talking about? What are we going on with? We got a bunch of books still books, left tonight. Baby. We're going to be talking about some books, and we're going to start off section. with. Yeah, it is. I actually was going to say, I hope that these blurbs aren't as bad as the last one, because there's three in a row. This is the gym section of the podcast, which means that it's terrible. It's going to start with flash number 10. And I mean just my reviews are terrible, Eric. Because I, on a Tuesday... When we usually, you know, we say it all the time on the podcast even, we want to get ahead of the game. Yeah. So if you usually, if you have six reviews, you probably should do a couple before space Tuesday. Out, you know, every day. Did not you know? space it out. I, I went home from work and I'm like, I have six fucking reviews I got to do tonight. And, and then you fell asleep. Them. Yeah, I did. And I still did them. I yep. got them done. Boom. Uh, some of them mailed in, but hey, I got them done here. If you want to see those mailed in reviews, go to weirdsciencedeasy.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey there, buddy. I don't know what I'm saying there. <laughs> I'm not good. I am getting so goddamn spaced out. Flash number 10. Flash, Eric. Flash, Flash. number 10. Not that flash, Eric. Oh. Not that flash. Written by Joshua We're, we're doing Williamson. flash reviews again? Yes. This is a flash, flash review. Art by Felipe Montanabi. Eau Claire Albert, or Albert. Chris Sotomayor. And Steve Wands, or maybe Steve Wands. Steve Wands. Wands. Steve Wands. Chris Sotomayor. D. Ron Bennett. D. Ron Bennett. Felipe Wanatana Baby D. Bidoo. Well, I haven't been too fond of the Flash lately. Joshua Williamson steps the... What am I writing? (laughs) While I haven't been too fond of the Flash lately, Joshua Williamson steps to the plate and gives me a bit of what I've been hoping for since Rebirth started. A little fun, Eric. Paper Cut's a ridiculous villain, and it was just what this book needed, Eric. I also love seeing more Kid Flash and the idea that heroes aren't the only ones who got the joy taken from them uh, at some point. I, I, I ended with not even finishing. I, I put just, I think I was going to write just some more. Just trailed things. off yeah, and some yeah. fucking uh, yeah. shit. Yeah, just did that. Said, like, where did I find this gummy bear? I just wrote that in there. Uh, you didn't like this book as much as I did. I, I'm, I'm not telling there you. Are it's not the it number one. Like, yeah, but... it's, it's not great. I'm not going to tell you that. Uh, I will tell you, though, because of how I felt about The Flash the last, you know, half a year, maybe. Yeah. No, well, since Rebirth. Uh, 
This issue, I think, is a better one of what we've gotten. It starts off with Shade, which you don't really know it's him. You, you don't really get much. If you're not familiar with the character, you're just going to be like, okay, there is what appears to be the dark version of, of Mr. DC, the Monopoly man. He's there <laughs> with his top hat. He's got a cane, and he's talking. And it's yeah, one Rick of those where he is now. He, but he's got a lot of demons behind him. But he, he looks like a demon we pretty much, yeah. Yeah, those skeletons in the closet are. Um, That's the thing. Is we, we see him here and you say he looks like a demon. I think he looks normal here. No, he looks worse. He but no, even on. then, he kind of looks like a skull type guy. He does not look like a great guy. And plus, he's all, you know, he's the shade, Eric. He's the shade. But you get this idea that at one point, this guy who, just the way it's spelled out, you know he's a bad guy. Uh, but he ended up finding happiness. He found love and kind of, you know, he went against his, his deal. Ways. He gave up his, you know, evil ways. Um but it looks like it spells this out because the next page you have Barry and Iris. They're going jogging. And you have Barry like, i got to pretend that I'm winded, whatever. But Barry says, you know what? I forgot all about Wally West. I wonder if there's any villains that I forgot too. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm, you know what I'm not wondering? I'm not wondering how Joshua Williamson is going to force the story in the beginning because that is one of the most forced things I've ever seen uh, since we've started Rebirth. No, no, that's and, the thing is, you say that, we were joking earlier, one of the most forced things is, is why Barry's jogging with Iris. Well, it just that, again, it, it continues because, yeah, he's jogging with Iris and she has a ulterior motive. She says to him, you know, hey, you know why I have you? He says, like, why'd you even invite me to jog? She's like, well, I'm chasing the story where there's a mugger in the park and me being alone, that would be a little too suspicious. And I thought oh, yeah. to myself, really, uh, a woman running through the park who actually, to me, she wants to get mugged, right? She yeah. wants to find the story. Bring a guy with you, and and yeah, that you're not going to get mugged then. And even even if you are, that doesn't it never would raise the, that help possibility. The story no, no, it's ridiculous. It's so it's a weird. Why even do this? That's why like not a, just like imagine if there's a mad raper on the loose, right? And he's yeah. in the park and shit like that. Oh, that woman's by herself. I better not go over there. It could be a yeah. setup. She looks suspicious. This must be a setup. And then she's there with she like, like seven guys. Her. Yeah, she looks like she was. It's so weird. And also the fact of the matter is like what really ends up happening here? Like what is Iris's real plan? Because in fact, we do find out that paper cut is this guy who's been <laughs> doing this. You get the idea. But she – like. This is not that nothing comes about from this. You know no. what I mean? All this is is a setup for them to run into paper cut and to have Barry not be able to react to him. It's very yep. it's very set up and it, it's very ridiculous. In fact, take away the mugger thing. You could just have Barry running with Iris. Maybe yeah. they, he's like, he you know what? Iris asked it. me to run, and then you know, I always wanted, yeah, I wanted to spend time with her, whatever. Just happens to be there. It's so weird because yeah, they're running and they're like, hey, you know what? Uh, while Iris says, you know, by the way, while while I have you here, Wally's been ditching school. I know you guys have had, you know, not the best of relationships lately, but can you talk to him? You know, what that's about his okay. Father? Yeah, really. He's like, Jesus Christ, I have shit to do. But it's okay. Uh, but then what the best is, is then they're there. 
this makes me laugh so much. They're like, hey, you know, what's that guy doing over on that park bench? He's doing origami. <laughs> you mean that strange-looking guy in yeah, the red, the, fucking white the guy, and green suit? The craziest-looking guy over there doing these or- making origami ninja stars. See, I would and, not be talking about the origami. I'd be talking about his goddamn suit. Yeah. Oh, look at that suit. Well, I guess, they're, you know, everything let's be. But uh, it's funny, too, though, because they're there. Now, again, we we thought that... She is there to break a story, right? Yep. She's there. So they see this guy doing origami, which she even says, boy, look at that guy over there doing origami. You meet the weirdest people in this park. And Barry goes, something about him is off. And she says, boy, you never do leave the lab, do you? Always thinking about crime scenes. She is there trying to find a guy that is mugging people. <laughs> and now she's making fun of him because he thinks this guy looks weird. What is going on with her? It's so ridiculous. It's such a weird, like, it's almost like Joshua Williamson is setting this up, but forgot what he was doing. Like, it's halfway through. He's, he went he's and got doing, a cup of coffee yeah, while yeah, came he came back. Went, oh, where he was went I? and had a cup of soup or something, and now he came back and he's like, huh, yeah, Barry, you never leave the lab, do you? No, how about that you're there also, to try to find this guy? you're always late, huh? I'll yeah, throw that in there. You're always late, Barry. It's so ridiculous, but yeah, the paper cut jumps up, and I do... I like paper cut to me. This is like a uh, a flash version of like a Batman sixty six villain, like yeah. you know a Silver like, Age this is villain. This is Kite Man in my yes. mind. You know, yeah, I, I I actually like it. I thought it was funny. I'm telling you, um, I like paper cut the way he is. But when he thought we see his powers go like all they around go the goddamn trees That's and the control problem, yeah. all of what am I? Yep. I don't need all that. I was yeah, happy no. with the fucking folding yeah. paper. Again, you you have gone one step too far. Uh, you have because. You have him with this aura. It's silly. He he makes these stars. I don't even get the idea that he quote unquote controls wood with these. I just think that his thing. He's very good at origami, Eric. And yeah. but it, even if the whatever. But he's throwing these stars. He's going to rob people. The the big part of this, which I don't mind. Like I we just made fun of the setup nature of it. I like the idea that Barry really can't slip away. Iris yeah, yeah. jumps in he's front. Ira, it's so funny too that Iris thinks that Barry's such a pussy that she jumps in front. It makes me laugh. So she jumps in front and like holds him back and like, I'll protect you, Barry. It's, it's and the whole Barry's thing like, like, like old back in the day with Lois yeah. and Superman. Yeah, maybe should have like Clark Kent. But it's even even then, yeah. At least though, to me, uh, Superman was smart enough to make Clark that type of character. Yeah, you know what I mean, Barry. If this is how she thinks, it's not because he's done anything to he's not putting on do it act. himself. No, no, this is him. And, and she thinks he's a pussy, and it makes me and laugh. And Tony, it even works further into this when he's like, all right, I got to go and get some police. Please, yeah. everybody in the fucking Oh, he leaves everybody. Clutches. Yep. He leaves everybody in the fray. He slips off. But Such yeah. a Clark Kent thing to do. Yep. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, he's there, and he can't do anything. He's like, I can't slip away. Iris has a hold of me. She'll know, whatever. Um, and that's when Wally West shows up. Kid Flash Wally West shows up, and he's like, rejected. He grabs the origami. I didn't mind it. I like yeah. I, like I like how he here too. I, I do too. I like how this Wally is though it tends it, it goes a little again, it goes a little too far. It goes one step too far because he, I do like it too because Wally's there and he punches paper cut and yells, I hate paper cut. <laughs> paper cuts and uh the thing that makes me laugh is I'm thinking in my mind that this is Wally really trying to 
get this action, yeah, get this action hero banner and superhero banner. He's just not very good at because he goes, I hate paper cuts. Hits paper cut and goes, but really, who loves them? That's a weird line. But he's like, eh, that didn't really work. But yeah, he has paper cut down for the count. He punched him, and he does Ray Jackson in Bloodsport. He (laughs) has now won the battle and just starts trash talking and worrying about everything else. Yeah, Chun-Li is down. He's down for the count. Don't fuck it up. Don't start fucking yelling and screaming and yelling because they're going to get up, and that's what happens here. He starts yelling, hey, anybody want to take a picture with the hero? You'll have to wait in line. And I do like this interaction then because Iris is like, huh, in what, Kid Flash? Aren't you a little young? Shouldn't you be in school? And he's like, oh, oh no. shit. And he's <laughs> like, like why the fuck did I tell her that I was Kid Flash a couple of issues ago? <laughs> that really fucked me now. Uh, because, yeah, she knows, and he knows that he's caught. He's supposed to be in school. This is what Iris was telling Barry earlier. Now that he's caught, he's distracted. Yeah, and he's distracted, and he was. And even Flash, though, Barry's like, don't get too cocky, Wally, because in the meantime, Paper Cut stands up, and he's like, you know, I don't just control paper. Paper's easy. I control wood, and the next thing, he's Poison Ivy, and it makes no sense to me. If if he controlled wood like this, I don't think he's making vines wrap around things or whatever. What I think he'd be able to do is just – I don't know. I don't think he'd be able to do anything with a tree. Oh, the thing is, too, it's like, it's weird because he doesn't even want to do this because it seems like it's killing him. Almost like a Gotham Girl situation where he has this power, but, you know, he uses the paper because it's the easy way to do it. Doing this, his his fucking nose starts bleeding. I'm like, this is not good for you, buddy. Yeah, it's not not, good for you, but it's also like, what did you, what did that do? What did it help the story there? Is this just set up because he's going to come back later? Because I wouldn't assume Paper Cut will be back. But why spell this out like, hey, it hurts to use my power this way, but it's worth it. Is it something to show that? I don't even know Paper Cut if he's a classic Flash villain or not. No, I I think that I don't know. But yeah, to me, though, it's almost like is it spelling out like, look at this villain. He's really dedicated. And look at Wally. He's goofing off. It's so weird. A call out. In the meantime, this is where Barry Barry just runs away, and he's like, "Hey, I'll get the police," and just leaves everybody. <laughs> they're they're getting attacked. Uh, this is at the point where Papercut had freaking not Kid Flash against a tree, and then right after Wally leaves or Barry leaves, he gets everybody. That's where the vines come up and grab everybody's in the air. It's so funny. Yeah, I'm looking right Barry. now. I don't see Papercut anywhere. No, Online. no. Okay, yeah. I, I wouldn't think you would. I, I like him, though, just for the goofiness. But yeah, you, so do I. It, it goes a step too far, though. Like, just make him way over the top goofy, and to the point where he spells it out later that he's there because of the power vacuum of the rogues being gone. And I like that call really out. The like rogues are still gone. Yeah, I like that, and they're stepping up. I would love it. Just go with the goofiness, because really... The rogues themselves are a little goofy. They're pretty fucking so, goofy. That's what I like that's about what I'm Flash's saying. villains. That's like, what I do, too. Captain Cold, the yeah. top. You so, know, come yeah. on. So that's what I'm saying. Just go with the goofiness. You don't have to get you know crazy with the – when I use the powers, it hurts, and you have blood coming out of his nose and like shit like Joshua that. They, Will- like in my mind, then Joshua Williams created this character. He's setting this off. So, yeah, people are going to love to use this later down the line. I'm going to yeah. get paid. Yeah, yeah. It's just go full-out goofy, and that's the whole concept. Hey, the rogues left, and this is what the fuck I got left with? These goofy things, which, you know, to me, then – 
increases the threat of the shade when he does come because oh, yeah. he's not goofy. So you have all these goofy guys, and you could even think at one point Barry would even start to think, hey, you know what, all these goofy people here, oh, look at these guys in the shade. Like if the, the shade turtle is not showed goofy. up out of nowhere, yeah, like, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. But, yeah, in the meantime, Flash does come back, punches out uh, the pi- punches paper, out paper cut. cut, and then takes him to Iron Gate. And uh, while he's there – um what am I saying? It, Wally is still like, what am I fucking? I, I'm I'm out of it, Eric. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying they takes him to prison, and that's where Papercut tells him. I can't even think straight. Papercut tells him, hey, you know what? The rogues have gone off. I'm trying to, you know, we're all trying to fill the yeah, thing. Yeah, where we learn about the power uh, vacuum. And that's where Wally takes off. He doesn't want to talk to Iris. Takes off, and that's where Flash is like, we got to talk. And he does think to himself, he realizes hey, that he just walked into school. Yeah, well, and he's doing that, but he also, I like the whole thing. He's like, listen, I, I'm teaching these speedsters their powers. I'm not really teaching them how to be a hero, and that's where he went wrong with August. Not that I think that's true. I think August was a fucking insane August guy. August had some anyway. problems. Had yeah, start, he had you some know? problems. But, yeah, in the meantime, it is kind of a distraction. They end up at school, and this is where I really had a huge problem because they're talking to each other, and he's like, listen, you know, you have to go to school. You have to do this. I know you're hanging out with the Teen Titans, uh, but you have to, you no, know. you didn't think I knew about that, did you? Yeah, I yeah, and he says you're kids. keeping secrets, and that's where Wally's like, you know what? I, you don't even tell me your identity. You tell everybody else this is bullshit, but in the meantime, they're standing outside of the school. The Flash and Kid Flash are outside of the school. Somebody has to see. Like, you can't tell I, me I tell nobody's you, at school because they're there for the, Wally to go to school. There's a kid at the second story, though. I just imagine he's in class. He's got his fucking you know, hand up on his head. He's just leaning down. He happened to look out the window. He's daydreaming. And then, yeah, oh, shit, yeah. the Flash is out there. Oh, Flash. shit, Kid Flash I, is Wally West. I'm he telling you, to off. me, uh, this goes back a lot when I'm thinking of things. This goes back to, I think, of a scene that uh, very similar to in Christmas Story. Where they're there and somebody's yelling, hey, there's Flash out there. And they're like, oh, God. And Kid Flash. And everybody's running there. And then all of a sudden, and Wally. Ralph is just putting his fucking hands yeah. to his head. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, no. Every every time it gets worse. But, uh, chunk, though, this while, time. Yeah. But while they're doing this, they're outside the school. And Wally takes his costume off. Now, it's with the speed force. Yeah. So it kind of dissolves off. But. People, anybody Still. seeing this knows who Kid Flash is now. There, you can't tell me that there isn't somebody that was watching. And to the fact that I know you could say, "Oh, Central City, everybody's seen the Flash," but there's a good chance that people are recording this with a phone. You know, it's something imagine, big. You know, there's if, Kid if Flash. If I'm in high school at this point, I'd just be outside right there behind the steps, yeah. like just having a fucking cigarette. Holy shit, what's going on here? Yeah, really. I'm saying and, and nowadays, I'm sure there'd be ten people just because that people wouldn't recognize, you know, Wally. Really? He hasn't been really out and about that much. There'd be, oh man, there's that new Flash that I heard about. Somebody takes a thing and now the whole world should know that Wally is Kid Flash. It was so stupid and it seemed like just something that they didn't even think of. You know what I mean? Like Joshua Williamson is writing and he doesn't even think about it enough to think that that is ridiculous. Plus, they're yelling about secret identities at that oh, point. Yeah, they're so it's just out nonsense. Uh, but yeah, Wally, or Barry goes back to the lab then and he's, you know, he's thinking of things and this is where you get this really weird thing where there has been a girl flash, a girl speedster going around the world 
and uh, you know, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor, that sort of thing. A real and Robin he, Hood. Yeah, he thinks it's Mina. He's saying, and it's a weird way. He's like, I could, I could see why she wouldn't come back and talk to me. Really? Why? Why yeah. would she? Why would she be upset? You didn't do you anything. You guys kind of had a thing going on. You and, had you a know, thing, and August. Attacked. It almost seems like I let August do this, and she would have been pissed. No, August was a piece of shit, and yeah. he was a villain, and that's what happened. And you ended up at the end putting him in jail. So I don't see why she wouldn't come back. But he says, but she wouldn't have ditched Wally because they were good friends. They they knew each other for a <laughs> for fucking an afternoon. afternoon. That's all. This makes it's so ridiculous and in the meantime you do you still think it's jesse quick oh yeah definitely so do i i, I think that it's jesse quick i don't think it's, it's a good mean, way uh, to set up her coming into the series it is. and yeah and it's like he like he said he's like oh they they see this woman deal and yeah i think it's jesse quick she's doing that but you go back and so you have wally who is upset he's upset at flash flash won't show him his identity but they also have this weird deal where he also seems to think he's got to prove himself to Flash. Oh, I God, don't, you stupid ass fucker. Yeah, I don't get that. He is, and it, he's a brash young guy. I get yeah. it. So he's going to do that. Kids but they're are at fucking school. dumb. Yeah, they're at school, and Chunk's there. His buddy Chunk's there, and his buddy's like, hey, did you hear about this new villain, this dangerous fucking walking shadow? I don't know everybody's why he's scared. So, like, everybody's scared. I'm telling you, he's showing a picture on his phone of just a shadow on yeah, a wall. A I'm like, this is it's, the stupidest fucking conspiracy theory yeah. yet, or like monster video, whatever you want to call yep. it. I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you even think that this is a villain? No. I, I wouldn't, but I like I, I just have to read it right from it. It's, <laughs> it's like a walking shadow or something that has been scaring people downtown. People are calling it dot 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 the walking shadow. I'm like, really? That's that's what it's a walking shadow. People are calling it the walking shadow. Really, chunk? That's what they're saying. God I think damn it, chunk! It. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? Uh, but this leads to uh, Wally thinking, you know what? What? Well. Before that, he gets grounded. He yeah. does finally go back home, and Iris is like, "You're grounded." And this is this was my favorite thing of the whole week because there he goes. She's like, "You're grounded. No friends. No going out with Chunk, and no Kid Flash." So basically, she's like, "It was to be like Tanya would say, listen, I don't want you hanging out with your friends, and you don't get to hang out with Eric.'" Like, it's so bad. It's like Chunk isn't even his friend. Like, you're not allowed to be your friends. And and by the way, that fat kid, don't hang around him either. I don't even like you around him. The guy's always, you know, he comes over for dinner and eats everything. But it's so funny. But the other thing that makes me, it it doesn't make me laugh, is the whole thing of Iris. This would be, to me, what happens if shit goes bad? Kid saying no kid flash it's almost overstepping her bounds. I, I know, know it's his aunt. I could actually, I could actually see that as a, a punishment. I no just, kid flashing about. Put, what, what happened if fucking somebody's dead outside? Somebody's just about to get hit by the, a car, and then and Wally just takes it fully. Nope, no kid flash, and that person's dead now. Or <laughs> somebody fate, attacks. <laughs> you know, somebody starts burning down the, a building down the street, and they're, they're all yelling, "Oh, my daughter's That's flash in there!" And, and Wally just says to himself, "You know what?" Uh, I'm not supposed to be Kid Flash. No, nope. I gotta I don't focus know. on my grades. I'm sorry, guys. I I just think that she should have said no friends, no chunk, <laughs> and concentrate on school. 
That's all you have to do. I think that the Kid Flash stuff Well, the is, Kid Flash stuff is because he's doing Kid Flash and he's skipping I know, school but the that, goddamn But that's time. what I'm saying. Then you say, go to school, whatever, and then say at the end, like, hey, I understand that you're Kid Flash, but there's other things that you have to concentrate on as well. And you know what? Flash would agree. There's yeah. something like that. Or you, you know, I don't know. You could try. She can get a hold of the Flash. She is quote unquote friends with Flash as well. If she got a hold, hey, you got to talk to Wally. You know, tell him what yeah, he's got to do. Barry Allen's doing that. Yeah, but I'm saying she could get the Flash too, though. But even so, even with Barry, just leave. But leave the Flash shit to Flash. Don't you go demanding where Kid Flash can be or not. All it is is to set up again where he's sitting there and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna make Flash, uh, you know, fucking proud of me. Uh, you know what I could do? I could get that Walking Shadow. So he goes off to find the, well, the know, Walking John, Shadow. Just, this has nothing to do with anything. I'm just thinking about your kids right now for some reason. I'm, go, I'm daydreaming myself. Yeah. But um, say your kid somehow was a Robin. Say Zach was a Robin. Yeah. Okay. And you know Batman's a good guy. You know Batman. Do you, do you still want him to go out and hang out with be Robin? That's the thing, though. This is different. I don't think that she ever thinks like Robin's different. Robin's died. <laughs> this is this seems to be like her saying she doesn't hey, say I, like, I'll and I don't want you to do Flash. Speed force it's not, but, it's, but she's not like you. And you know what? This Flash shit's dangerous. I saw what happened with you. You're not ready. Stop. It's more of like, hey, this silly kid Flash stuff has got to end because you're an idiot. It, it doesn't. It, she's not concerned with his safety at all. Speed Force, they got to get you into college, kid. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, if it was my kids and they were Robin and <laughs> Batman, the whole thing would be like, the Robins have died, and you know what? What's Batman paying you? Because if he's paying you, I want some. I want in. But no, it's, it's the kid Flash stuff. It's just so weird for her to say that. Right, because right. first off, you know that he's Tony, not going to listen to that. I got a weird tangent in my mind. Yeah, it's just weird though because well, obviously he didn't listen to it. He fucking well, I know, but goes did, off. did you think she he would have? I mean, you're really setting him up to fail because <laughs> you know he can stay away from Chunk. Chunk's a loser, but yeah, to not be Kid Flash is just, it's just a weird deal. And and what is this going to now? It ends up with him being caught by Shade. Uh, I would have laughed the opposite way, where all of a sudden Iris is in big trouble, calling for Kid Flash, and he's like, nope. <laughs> Can't do that. And just have Chunk there as well. So he's like, nope, double trouble. I'm I, out. I, I just really don't like this ending just because, like, I want Kid Flash and Flash to be a fucking a great unit together, right? Yeah. And Barry's already pissed at Wally for going off on his own when he wasn't supposed to and going after villains and almost yeah. getting people killed. And then he's like, you know how I'm going to fucking prove it to Barry, that, uh, Flash, that I can do this? I'm going to go and take down another road. Yeah, like, it's, it, no, the only thing, yeah, the only thing you can think of, or, uh, you know, you could justify that is he's just confused of what he thinks Barry he's a dumb wants. Kid, I know. I just and because they, they kid. haven't trained and also it, it's, it's all set up when he's like, you know what? I'm teaching them powers and not how to be heroes. This is what happens. This is what happens when you do that, where they go off on their, they go rogue, just like Godspeed had, you know, that. But again, he spells that out. You know what? This this is what I failed with August. Like you said, he had other problems. He was oh, not. Yeah. He was never a hero. He, he was, was always in for he revenge in his own deal. Uh, Wally is a good kid. He just, he, I don't know. He's mistaken of what he has to do and how to prove things. Not only shadow. that, I like too. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to impress Flash. Well, in the meantime, you're going against what your aunt said, which is going to piss Flash. Flash off as well. So you're, you're going to piss off everybody. Flash has already told him. 
Do yeah. not be Kid Flash without me. Yeah, yeah. So he goes off and he runs into the shade, and Shade's there, and he start. He turns into a fucking vampire. Man. Oh I don't my know. god! And I do like, like that fucking Doctor. This is where he's like, hope was taken, and without hope, life is meaningless. Flash and and Kid Flash, while he says like. Boy, you know what? That's that's kind of fucked up. Can I help you? Because I think you know it. It's sad though that that Shade is so well off and so fucking mad and upset with this. Because Wally, legitimately at that point, is really nice. He wants I'm to help you, this fucking I have monstrosity. No idea, I have no idea why Wally's so concerned about this guy who looks like a fucking monster. I know. I'm like, I, I would have speed forced the fuck out of there. Yeah, but yeah, he's gonna try you to run, but he can't get right, away with I'm it. I'm in over my head. Yeah, he can't get away, and now all of a sudden he's stuck in the shadows there. He's stuck, stuck in the, in the shadow shadows. Yep. It says next, the Shadowlands, he's fucked. And yeah, now Flash is going to have to bail him out, though I think he's going to get himself out of this. I think that's going to be part of it, but at the end, you know, Barry's going to show up. I think this is also going to lead to Barry showing him finally who he is. I think that we're going to get him showing his uh, identity the next couple times. I hope you're right, because I'm telling you, I'm going bleak, just like fucking Shade is here, where I'm thinking, Barry's going to have to get his ass out of this. He's going to be pissed. (laughs) We're going to fucking have a rip in the goddamn team for a couple more issues. Yeah, I hope not. I hope that this is like where we've already set up where Wally's like, you know what? You, You think I'm hiding secrets? You won't even tell me your identity. And uh, I hope that that's the first bit. And I hope that he's like, you know, I hope that this is because I don't like this going back and forth. I want them, like you said, I want them to be a team. I want them to be, you know, going at all cylinders together and having some fun or whatever. But I talk about this issue and I, I think I like it less than I did when I reviewed it again. This this seems to happen all the time now. But uh I gave it an 8 out of 10. This, to me, at least, I had some fun with Paper Cut, and I, I always liked the Kid Flash. Like, I would I give you, or I would take a Barry Kid Flash issue a million times over Godspeed and all that stuff. This is what I've wanted since even before Rebirth, is for them to kind of go, yes, they're not getting along. I hope that this is just an issue where this leads to them even becoming closer, Hopefully. exposing the identity, and then I hope that we do get... The thing with what we think is Jesse Quick and them going with that and something fun. But I don't know. Joshua Williamson is just he he doesn't seem to. I don't know. I think it's I like his other books that he writes. I think that his his writing style and what he likes his subject matter and things do, doesn't mess with mesh with Flash. It's not a great fit for him yeah. writing Flash. It just isn't. Uh, he is more of a horror writer to me than anything, and he's trying to put those elements in. It's not really Flash elements as much. Now, Shade is an old Flash villain, yeah. so, you know, that does make sense. But even so, it, it just... It just doesn't seem, and and it's also you don't hardly get any Barry in this issue. Really. No, you, you know and they're the in the park. The setup is very forced. And, yeah, but I did give it an A. I did like the art. I like the art. I, I like, I the like art how as well. I like how uh, Wally looks throughout the issue. I really do. Uh, what would you give it? I, I just been really down on this Flash series for a while, and even the, I like seeing Kid Flash. I think he looks great in this, but. I just don't like him as a character yeah. right now because he's just a fucking dummy over and over yeah. again. So I'd probably give us like a 6.8 out of 10. I, I thought you were going to go 6.5. I was going to guess. but I was going to go 6.5. I'm like, I do like the art enough, and there yeah. were aspects to this book I still really enjoyed. Yeah, I just think when I was reading, I'm like, I'm getting a lot more Kid Flash, which I really wanted. And I like, I like that, that paper as well. cut stuff was fun, though it was I like ridiculous. That, yeah. 
but I'm telling yeah. you, it just always goes one step too far. That's what I, we said all along this whole time. It does. He ends up, like you said, you have paper cut. Oh, man, that's funny. That's cool. He's got, yeah. All of a sudden, he's bleeding out his fucking nose because he, trees are attacking everybody. Trees are attacking. They're throwing yeah. apples at Dorothy. Yeah. It's like, you come have, on. You have the shade who I thought was really cool at the beginning. Why end up making him look like fucking the Bat Boy? He, no he's idea. fucking Bat Boy at the end. You didn't really need that either. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes, though. Uh, the next book, though, I liked. And I, I don't even care what you say, Eric. I don't <laughs> care if you say whatever, because I'm sure you're going to say not a lot happens, because I don't really think a lot does happen, but I, I like everything. You know what the thing is, though? I actually got, was reading this book, and I got a little mad at you, because this is really a continu- this is like a really good mirror like a issue to what we had last uh, Wonder Woman issue that you did not like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave that one a five one, Eric. Yeah, five one. No, I do think I actually think that I put it in one of my notes about it about how it uh it is a good time. Well, we'll see. Maybe it was even in my my thing that I wrote up. I don't know. Yeah, I'll see. Uh, <laughs> you'll see. Eric. Wonder Woman number ten, written well, by Greg Rucka. Greg, Greg, I'm telling you, I am so dizzy. At that one point when I stopped in the flash yeah, yeah. and I couldn't think of anything, is because I almost was starting to talk about Arkham. When, when he's like, oh, and they take him back in the iron. Hang on, I don't know what happened. I was so lost. Ah, oh, yes, this is what happens when you're doing detective This is what happens when you do uh, muscle relaxers and don't edit a podcast. This yep. is all live. We're doing okay. It live, well, did we get on the rails? And now we're back off. We're back off again. We were okay. on the rails for a little. We're back off again, and uh, mix into that that it's now after two o'clock in the morning, and then, yep. you know, then all bets are off as well. Wonder Woman number ten. Wonder Woman number ten. Eric, uh, what did I give that? Wonder Woman number nine. Five, Five one. one. Yeah, yeah. People who listen to the podcast, I just, I'll tell you, uh, it is true. If I get mad at Eric while we're talking about a book, my score starts going down just, to, and you even said, why does that do anything against you? I don't know. It just gets you mad. I'm trying to anger you. Actually, you know what it is? It's, it's a wink, wink that you know I'm pissed off at you. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's all it is. And I can't wait to say it, too, because I sit there and you're like, I gave this a 9 out of 10. Oh, really? And you can always tell when that's the case because that's when my score just goes. Like, 5-1. There you go. I don't even have to think about it. I'm already like, fuck you. 3. 2.2. Honestly. Yeah. Wonder Woman number 10. Written by Greg Rucka. Art by Nicholas Scott. Romalo Fajardo Jr. And Jody Wynn. It's the year one story again, Eric. It's back in town. And Greg Ruck and Nicholas Scott are back to charm the pants off of me, if I was wearing them. This Ooh. issue continues the lighter tone story. But if that's it, but if that's not your thing, it gets a bit darker by the end. We get awesome not very art. Light tone at the end. No, no, at the end it gets dark. We get awesome art, a cool use of Diana's lasso, and the continued mystery of the Seer group. While it may not seem as dense as the lie story, it ties in very well with it, and I'm enjoying it a whole lot. How are you? Yeah, I gave it a... No, I didn't say I'm enjoying this. I didn't say that lie story. (laughs) 5.1. Nothing happened. Yeah, this issue, I know that you're going to be like, nothing happens. I really like it. I don't think... I think this is your one story is... 
because of the lighter tone of it and that this is this is more of the origin story i think yeah. that it is it's not as important it really hey, I'm is just, i'm just saying though this is so close to what we had last issue where we no i think to, it mirrors it i, I it think mirrors it completely, it does. but like we're like last issue we're getting barbara minerva at the mall to get her clothes yeah Here we're taking wonder woman to the mall to get her it's clothes better. just check it's shit out better you don't have this whole i'm gonna wave to people because they like it nope, oh, no this is them the beginning is, though, to meet them and exactly. i like that i we like the, the innovation of, it, of what that is from this issue oh, here. no it's not a continuation this is the start my friend and this is where if you want to no, really no, pull though, out the last issue is the continuation yeah, of what we start out here with this yes but if you yeah because what the really bad part of this is go back to that solicit for this issue. This uh-huh. was supposed to be issue number eight. They spell it out in the solicit. Oh, really? And say, yes. So that interlude this, really fucked things up? Yes, that interlude with Barbara Minerva fucked the, the whole thing in. This was supposed to be the first one, and I really think going that so way better. would have been so much better. It would have. I actually think that I wouldn't have been able to argue as much about the last <laughs> issue that I did if this was the way it was and it was weird when that solicit came out uh i even put on the site when we put the preview it says at the end uh editors note this issue was originally supposed to be issue number eight and i i said in the preview like what the fuck is going on what are they spelling this out when did we ever hear this and this is why i think that they realized then you know what Things don't jive the way they're supposed to. This is supposed to be the first part of it. Yeah. You know, it's it's the origin part. And so I do think that that did ruin a bit of it, though it's funny because you could go the opposite way and, and still enjoy it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because, yeah, you get the same thing. They go out to a mall and they're there. And, yes, it does mirror what happened in the lies where they took – Barbara Minerva out after she stopped being cheetah. But I like this. The thing that I liked about this, though, is because it's my story, Eric, and you oh, can okay. go to hell. No, right. they, they, uh, Etta and Steve go and ask, uh, their commanding officer, hey, can we go and take Diana out? We want her to acclimate herself to this, you know, our world. It'll help out. And, they start talking, and it's weird because they're even saying, like, hey, you know that we're in the middle of a fucking, you know, terrorist attack and all this stuff. And I was a little confused at first. So was uh, I. Yeah, I actually thought that what they were alluding to was that Diana showing up the way she did and, and everything, that they thought that, you know, they might have been terming that a terrorist. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's what I, I thought, thought that, too. yeah, I thought that this really had to do with Diana. No, it's the seer group that is becoming more of a thing as, as the series goes on. And I, it's weird too, because the seer group then, it, they do end up shooting up the place later in this issue. I really thought that they were more against Diana, but it doesn't seem that to be now. It no. seems more just tied in the Erskataga maybe still because See, you know it's what I mean? So but they keep because... saying like he is the one and they keep mentioning this this entity that they're supporting. I don't know what they're you know what I mean? If it's not what? him, what is it? I I would I would have to go with something like fucking uh, Aries or some shit. Yeah, it's weird. It it really is weird. And yeah, they do have the, the tattoo that they have and Barbara saw it when the guy who took off with the Amazon uh, with her phone and the, the yeah. whole evidence of the Amazon. And that he interlude ended up issue. That. Yes, and the interlude issue. He had that. Uh, it's just weird. But in the meantime, they do want to take her out to the small. And where, 
Yeah, and where you liked the the lies part where she was there waving to everybody, I really like this because it's more personal. It, it really, to me, Steve Trevor's like the cutest guy ever. It I'm really, telling I'm you, like, some shit went wrong in the past six years to get him as haggard as he is yeah, in the lies story from where so, we are here. He's so nice a guy, and he's just he's so smitten with Diana, too, because they're walking. And, and if you remember, uh, Barbara Minerva's the only one who can talk to Diana in her language, so they're talking mm -hmm. about things. And I really like the way Diana does, though, because she's – there's more people around than, than she's used to. And you get the idea that it's freaking her out, but it isn't. But it's she's also just wondrous. In, yeah. She's in all of it and she likes it. She likes the thing. And at one point, the, uh, these little kids come up and you get that idea without it fully spelling out. It's like people are drawn to her. They, yeah. they are. Look at her. And it's funny too, because she is walking around in a too. crazy outfit. But nobody really seems to care. They're just drawn to her. Yeah, nobody um, is really fucking really taking notice of this guy no, the goddamn outfit no. she's wearing. I'm like, and I would be just, fucking staring yeah, at this and, whole Yeah, thing. yeah. She's walking around, but I love it because she's talking to Barbara, and she's like, hey, you know what? It's so loud in here. There's so many people, and everything she says, there's Steve Trevor. What'd she say? What'd she say? Because he just Shut wants up, to know. Steve. Yeah, he just wants to know what she's saying, and he's the one who's like, "I want to take her. In. She, I want to have her eat a churro, and I want to do this." And it's 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 cute. I I really do think it is that like, he is so smitten and wants her to be happy and all 5. this other 1. stuff. You son of a bitch! <laughs> but yeah, he wants to take her to a movie, and that's a big thing. Like uh, some of the other uh, Wonder it's Woman stories. Things, I, it's like. I, it's weird to me because we like set out. They have like a how many hours was it? Six hours they had. Yeah, they have um, six hours to come out. And was like, you want to do a whole lot? He of wants shit. to better, do so much. I, I, I know, know, like you better have her back. This goddamn. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. I was hoping that they do all these things and it'd be like Naked Gun. It's like the the best one hour they've ever spent. They do like eighty things and it's like See, only an hour. You, you're going naked gun. I'm going where they have to rush back in time and it becomes the end of Ferris Bueller's Day Ooh, Off. Where he's trying to yeah. beat the fucking. Father he's going home. through. The people are sunbathing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm telling you, I thought it was like naked gun when they come out of platoon laughing. All right, I got yeah, you. Yeah, it's the best. But yeah, they're they're talking about things and Barbara is really a stick in the mud. She really is. She's like anything like, I want to get her a churro. You're going to get her a churro. They're Salt, pure sugar. sugar. Yeah. But then you realize later that she's, uh, what Barbara really is, is a heavy drinker, Eric, because they go and they, they get her margaritas. <laughs> and then Steve's like, you know what? I don't know if this is a great idea. I'm like, look at her. She can take the fucking margarita. I'm like, really? It's yeah, more Etta. Yeah, really. Well, yeah, that she's like, look drinker. at it. Yeah, she said, look at this, Steve. I don't know. Margarita? Yeah, it is Etta, I think. But yeah, I really like it. And then when they're talking, they end up, Etta ends up grabbing the lasso. I do like the way it. this plays out, too. And, I see, you see this yes. golden lasso that Wonder Woman's on? I'd want to touch it, too. Yeah, she wants to touch it. When she does, they can talk to each other. They can understand each other. And the so truth they're like, of hey. language, Jim. And, yeah, and it is. And the thing is also, that's the other thing is, that you're also getting the classic that it also you're telling the truth and yeah. seeing the truth in other people because when they do this, they all grab a hold of the lasso. And Etta says, you know what, uh, Barbara? Your, your dad was a dick. Yeah. And then that's when Barbara even says, you know what? You don't have anything to prove to anyone, Lieutenant Kenny. It's really good. And I'm telling you, the art in this issue was so good. And Steve just has little then hearts around Steve, him looking yeah. at fucking Diana. He just has hearts, and she's looking at him. And I, I like it so much. But then all this peacefulness oh, hell and, good. and fun. Loose. Yeah. The, all of a sudden, there's an attack. People are getting shot. It, get, it starts getting really dark. And through this, Wonder Woman, to me, she reacts in a way where – 
in her mind, like this has been probably one of the best afternoons, the best two hours they've done so far that she's had. And she's like, you know, don't, this isn't a battlefield. Like in her mind, I think that it steps it up even a notch. This isn't just people dying or they, they are ruining what her new paradise that she's found. Exactly. Because really, I, was, I was wondering if you're going to say that because like she comes from Paradise Island. This is a whole new paradise yeah, that was just this is ruined a paradise out of her, nowhere and for they no are reason. ruining it. Yeah. And they're yelling, his will shall not be d- denied. And she's like, this is not a battlefield. And she goes nuts. She yeah. is going to town. Now there's I do awful really like people. This part. Yeah. And there's awful people around still taking fucking selfies and stuff. Do you see the one lady is behind the guy with a gun uh, when Di- uh, Diana grabs the gun and yanks it from her? The girl's taking a, a video of it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But That's yeah. society. Yeah, yeah. And they're going around. Uh, Steve's involved. And I love the sequence where you have the, the girls, that the girl and the little boy that Diana met earlier when the, you know, she's they're like, oh, there weren't kids. And they're yelling for mommy. And you get the idea. You see the speed that she's doing just from that mommy. And she goes, and now up until then, we've also had a little thing where Diana was asked, like, hey, what, what are your powers? These gods came like, what, to see yeah, what are your powers. And it's, gave you? Yeah, and it's more of a like, it, it's a need to know basis. Like when yeah. you need the power, it'll happen. And that's when you'll know, but you don't know until then. We see a bunch of this issue. And that to me is really the most important thing of the issue. And also to also maybe that it's her realizing that this man's world isn't the paradise that she thought it might be when that first started out well first off they put her in jail but yeah. even she goes out and she sees all these things and she's uh, it's a, you know she's looking at it through these naive wondrous eyes and then all of a sudden shit goes wrong and uh the sequence though of her going to save this family to well, me we is see that she fucking has speed. awesome she has speed to fucking out of the wazoo and the, the one panel she is there deflecting shit deflecting the bullets with her bracers and it is fucking awesome it I'm is looking at so it right now. good it's amazing it's so good and even like at one point you you did say like you didn't like the way uh nicholas scott did wonder woman is you know she all of a sudden it's like it is it because it's so many issues into me that it like it so fits now like, I don't know. I'm telling so you, I, good. I still like William Sharps better. When yeah. I still look at this, they're, they're like the face still seems off to me at times. Do you but think? I still, I still enjoy I it. I love though. it. I think it's so good. But yeah, in the meantime, again, there's people taking these videos. So these videos are gonna, you know, hit the internet. Everybody's gonna know about Wonder Woman now. Uh, her and Steve are fighting these guys. And the the other sequence that I think is so well done is. She yells Steve, Wonder Woman yells Steve, throws the lasso to him as she jumps he up or flies hold. up to the thing. He grabs a hold and she like whips him around and he comes and just fucking kicks this guy oh, upside God, the head. Oh, that guy is dead. Yeah, it is so good a sequence. So even as you see him flying up and yeah, he kicks this and that guy probably is dead. But in the meantime, the guy has done some damage. Steve takes off his shirt I, and I'm dude, like, it's Matthew McConaughey point. here. He gets up there and takes I'm like, why is he taking his shirt know, off? It's so funny. He gets his he's shirt trying off. To Stop the bleeding! I'm sorry. Yeah, he's been trying shot to help him. a guy. At first, I was like, "Why is he taking the shirt? Yeah, is he going to use so it as some handcuffs? What yeah, are we doing yeah. here?" I don't know. It, it's weird too because I don't really know what that leads 
too, except you see that he's a fucking good-looking guy. He's bandaging up. I know he is, but why even have that? I'm saying why you don't really need to have the scene where he takes his shirt off. He needs to show his abs. So funny. I guess. Maybe they're going to spell out because there are tons of people taking videos and stuff and that that's going to be the case. (laughs) And look at this bare-chested fella because he is in shape. Uh, But yeah, while this is going on, while while Steve is taking his shirt off, one of these guys throws a grenade. And they're like, you got to stop that grenade. And Wonder Woman just goes down and puts her hands over it and contains the blast. That's so cool. And again, it's so awesome. And uh, But she just, through the whole thing, she really just keeps saying, like, no more. You know, this isn't a battlefield. She is so upset that these people are doing this. And uh, at the end, everybody's, you know, hurt, dead, or whatever. And that one of the guys who attacked one of these terrorists has the seer, which is that fucking tree the dead tree that has been throughout this thing uh there but right before that the the issue to me ends the best thing where they're like wondering about wonder woman she comes flying in she flies in with steve holding steve and like yeah i guess she can fly now and it's so awesome that there are like three different pages in this book that are just fucking awesome and that is so good and i like the fact Everybody is taking photos and videos, and Barbara tells him, you are pieces of shit. And I I thought, I didn't know that anybody was going to say that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's dead people, and they're just, you know, everything seems... I like that Barbara is there to say, you know what, this isn't about her bra size. This is about people dying in this terrorist group. You know, you guys are vultures. This goes into what we had last issue, though, where she comes down. All Everybody wants to know, like, even the one lady says, who does your hair and your clothes? Yep. You know, yeah. everybody and they, wants to know these about yep. Wonder Woman and wants to see her. And it was and funny like, at that point, even in that issue, you got the idea that that was like almost like a weight on Wonder Woman. That she, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That she, you know, she doesn't want people to, you know, be like that. But yeah, this is the start of it. This definitely is the start. Definitely. And I think that it would have led to a better progression if you did have this as issue number eight and then that one is you know nine and then i don't know it's weird because why not go from there into the barbara minerva the next one i don't know i guess that issue was just thrown in there the barbara minerva issue uh Maybe it doesn't fit anywhere, like, really. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Nicholas Scott was running behind on this issue. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. That may be. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But, boy, it's cool. But it ends with the Seer group, and that seems to be, you know, the big mystery now. That's, it's really spelled out that that's what they're going to be the dealing with. The dead tree that we Seer keep saying. Yeah, and this is something that it even was what led to Steve Trevor's guys being killed. They said it at the beginning. Yeah. And that threw me off as well. well. So yeah, like all of this is because of this group, really how all they, you know, how Steve Trevor got to the Island, got shut down, all the people dead and all that. So I'm interested in seeing where it goes, but man, I'm looking at Steve. He is built. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Look at him. He's like fucking JJ Watt there. Uh, But yeah, I really liked it. The art to me was spectacular. It See, really was. I'm telling you, I, lo- I really like the way that Steve looks and the, the lies here. I don't know. He just looks so different than the way I know Steve Trevor yeah, now just, for some reason. Again, though, he did have some shit happen. Plus, I like I, I it's hard for me to say. I guess what I, I think of this is because it's this origin and it's this year one, I look at this as more of like a fairy tale almost. Like this is the – 
an idealized story of how it began and up. The lies is fucking nitty gritty. Fuck, you know, that is on the street level story. This to me is almost like if, if at the end, fucking it's Barbara Minerva reading from a book and she closes it and they're like, and then they lived happily. I'd be like, I could get it because I, to me, that's what the year one is about. That's right, the so kind that's of fairy tale. It's fucked up. We yeah, I know. It. But the I'm telling you, this is the kind of, guy, and this is the thing though. Yeah. Well, the thing is now, this is where I think that shit really starts because it even says, you know, the next issue of the lies is the finale and the return. And I think that we're going to continue getting this year one, I guess, a little more. But I think that the this issue was made so that it's like, OK, the the gloves are off now, like the the joy and everything of hitting man's world and seeing things new and whatever that's done now. Now we're now this is what's going to lead. And hopefully at the end of it, you're going to say like, okay, I get it. I see why Steve Trevor's haggard now. And I see why, you know, Barbara Minerva ended up here because at some point in this story, Barbara Minerva has to go off to, you know, and Erzkataga and all that happens and shit like that. So shit is going to get real and shit's going to get real bad as well. And we'll see what's going on. And maybe they have it that, you know, it's that Wonder Woman isn't the greatest of things in these people's lives. Maybe she's the one, you know, she goes off, ditches Steve. Yeah. Uh, Barbara needs her and she's not there. Or whatever the case may be. Yeah, really. Etta just sits there and drinks. Drinks and margaritas. Drinks her troubles away. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I gave it a 9-3. I really, really enjoyed it. It was a very quick read. But uh, yeah, of good. all the issues, this it it made me... It, it made me really. At one point, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" And so, and then it got dark with the, with this group, and I was like, "I'm very intrigued to see where it's going from here." Five one. Five one. That is nonsense. Now nah, I try to give it an eight point five. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, the next issue we're gonna finish off this section with is another one of my books, and a book that we have heard even tonight that people have picked up because of how much we liked it. And I like this book a lot. I didn't like this issue as much. I, I don't know. I it's weird. I read it again, and I know what I told you, and I'll say yeah. it when we get to it. Um, I'll even say it now. It's Red Hood and the Outlaws number four, and the problem is I love the re- I love this book. It just seems like this first arc is starting to drag a little for me. And, well, we have, uh, we have no new like real reveals. That's what I'm here. saying. Like, everything else issue, seemed we to had be, something going yeah, on. Everything was like, oh man, we see Artemis, and then that kind of led the next issue into Bizarro, and then we yep. go from there. And this one just seems to kind of retread everything, and then to set up Black Mask being a you know the villain that we thought he would be. But yeah. it's Red Hood and the Outlaws, number four, written by Scott Liddell, art by Dexter Soy, Veronica Gandini, and Taylor Esposito. Red Hood has been one of my favorite books in Rebirth, but this was my least favorite issue so far. It's not bad per se, but because we already know the main players, I just want to get the Dark Trinity together and hit the road to adventure. Maybe it's the monthly release schedule, but this issue was the first that felt like the story was starting to drag his feet a bit. And I do think that that is also the case because it's once a month. We're yeah. used to these stories just fucking firing and going and going. And you get the progression in this one. This issue just kind of, I don't know, it it started from the beginning where I'm reading it. And it just like we were getting a lot of the same stuff again. The thing is, though, I really liked where we started out with this issue. Yeah. I, this with, is, honestly, with this Bizarro. is where I 
Yeah, well, bizarre. This is what I hoped we got more of last issue, and in my no. mind, so we're just getting a continuation that I wanted previously. I don't know. It just ended. It it, it was more of you know you have Artemis there. Uh, well, basically. Bizarro's beating the shit out of Jason. He's oh pissed God. off. He's beating the shit out of him while Artemis just sits there. If she was smoking, Eric, she'd be smoking like a badass because she's in the position. That's one note I have for this guy. Yeah, book is like she she would is, be, if she had yeah. a cigarette, she'd be smoking like a she'd badass. She'd be smoking like a badass. Uh, one foot biz- up against the wall. Yeah, Bizarro's all pissed off. Jason's trying to, you know, he's been trying to calm down Bizarro, try to so, and he how sees himself. Yeah, how do I reach these Bizarro Superman? But yeah, he's there. And Artemis just the whole time is just like, yep, there he is. I knew he was going to fuck up. And just, I don't know. We, it's just, it's such a continuation from last issue and not getting so much. But yeah, Jason then sees the little Superman doll that he had gotten Bizarro and shows him. And then Bizarro just stops. Pup, pup. And it's like, yeah, pup, pup. And he's like, me, I'm not Superman. Me, I'm Bizarro. And he does say he's and not now, mad. Jason says, is, why though, are you so mad? He's actually sad. That's the thing is, I really think this might confuse people who are used to biz- the Bizarro from yeah, Bizarro the world who speaks opposite. opposite. Yeah, yeah. This is just, uh, this is not that Bizarro. He's a clone. Take, take everything he says as he actually Face says. Value. He is sad. Yeah, yeah he is not. Yeah. But he says yeah. he's sad here. He's not happy. He is sad. No. No, and if he says I he's like. mad, that doesn't mean he's happy. This is yeah. this is a clone of Superman that when he was taken out of the vat, Lex Luthor was making, when he was yeah. taken out of his vat, per se, uh, the exposure to the outside elements caused him to go into this. He, They always go. He's undercooked there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, you see, he's sad. He is sad because he isn't Superman, and this is – kind of leads from before where uh, Black Mask has him to be his Superman and was really going clockwork orange with him and making him see Superman, trying to turn him into Superman. He's not Superman. Uh, Jason, on the mean, in the meantime, sees a lot of himself in this Bizarro, how he was brought back. I really dig it, though, for the whole, like, George and Lenny situation we got going on No, it is, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's I, okay. It just I, I it's know. nothing new. I really new. like this dynamic though with yeah. Jason and Bizarro. I'm telling you, I, I it's nothing new, but it's more that I wanted from the previous issue. Yeah, well, they're laying there, and that's where Jason. I just want to like, know hey. how Artemis has her goddamn weapon in that cell. Yeah, I know. He's because well, she's like she calls the the weapon, which we've seen can go anywhere, but really it would have to have gone through doors and through walls and things, and then doesn't really do anything about it no. because. Jason does end up coming bizarro down. They end up kind of laying there together. And Jason's like, hey, do you do you hear the outside city? You know, that's Gotham. Uh, people are going places and doing that. And Bizarro's like, yeah, I hear it. And just kind of lays down. Okay, you know, Again, I, I'm talking, I really like them two just laying down as he's talking, trying to calm them down. They're each other. I, I, I don't so know why. Funny. I really dislike the childlike nature of this Bizarro. Yeah. The one thing I don't like about this is that Yes, Jason has spent some time in Arkham. He should not have had Dr. Quinzel. No, no. It's a Dr. Quinzel call-out that she is like, that's what Dr. Quinzel told me, that talk, just talk it out. Talk to the wall. Talk to anybody. It's a nice sentiment, but it, it doesn't. It, it it's does weird. It's a weird call-out. Also, I just don't like where Jason's there with Bizarro, and there are Black Mask and all these people right within arm length of them and nobody seems to be reacting to it. You see them. They're uh, on the floor above and then be, you see 
there's even Black Mask Man in the cell with them. If you look down into the between them, and uh-huh. it just seems like they're not even reacting to it. Like to me, Bizarro would have been like, "Who the fuck are they?" Or upset. Or Jason would have been like, "You know, give us some room, whatever." They act like they're not even there, and it's very odd. Where Black Mask is just like, "Yeah, don't kill him," because at one point these other the goons of Black Mask are like, "Should we kill it?" No, no, let's see how it plays out. They they appear to be right next to them. And oh, yeah. they're just talking, and it just seemed weird to me, especially when you're pointing out that Bizarro can hear through walls and hear the city. It just seemed weird to me. And it goes from there to where Black Mass is like, very impressive. He There wasn't even a shot fired. And he, he got him down, and let's go on from there. And he seems very impressed. And yeah. up until now, we have had the issue where we don't know what Black Mass knows. We think he knows a little more. Uh, but they go, and they're going to talk over the turkey dinner breakfast, Eric. <laughs> there is breakfast there. Black Mask loves to sit down and eat breakfast, and it is a, a Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, it's very breakfast weird. Breakfast champions. It's so weird. And I thought that it was a mistake at one point because I'm like, oh, and he's like, you know what? Let's break the fast. And I'm like, okay, you, maybe it isn't. You know, maybe this is dinner. They haven't eaten all day. Yeah. Jason calls it out when he's like, yeah, you know what? It's weird. You can take off that mess sometimes, especially when eating breakfast. I'm like, oh, God, he's eating a turkey dinner for breakfast. This guy is a rock. <laughs> That's what rich folks do, yeah. Yeah, I, I put my notes. Eat, he's eating a turkey dinner for breakfast, which is awesome. Yes. <laughs> like, I want a turkey dinner. It's just weird, though. Uh, it's such a... <laughs> Every a, a morning weird. it's Thanksgiving Plus, in the Black Mass He also house. does this where Black Mass seems to get all these intricate dinners and drinks, but never unzips his mouth part of his mask. Nope. Uh, Jason even calls him out, like, hey, why are you going with this fucking BDSM bullshit and all? But uh, Black Mask is telling him, you know what, you impress me, you're a friend as well, and kind of goes through his background, which we already knew. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know that we knew it from this this series, but we know what happened. We know he killed his parents. You know, the whole thing, it just seemed... Very hokey to me. It goes back to Jason remembering well, I'm his you, fucking I'm, I'm background. I'm actually getting very tired of seeing Jason and Black Masses sitting at a goddamn table. Yeah, they're, they're, this is. I'm saying. In the meantime, while this is happening, Artemis does escape her cell. Now, where are the new guards? I don't know, but it's weird because she did call out before. Hey, you think I'm a prisoner? I'm. Here. Whenever I want, I can get out. I can see why. Because nobody yeah. cares. Nobody's watching her. She's there. To me, Black Mask saw that she could call that weapon. I think I'm upping the security. Like, You're damn right. And, you know, and it's also weird to me. At a point, he says, you know what? If it was me with Bizarro, I would have had Bizarro and Artemis go at each other and kill each other. I don't know what the end game he has for <laughs> Artemis. You know what I mean? Why hasn't he killed her already? He has her in a cell. He should have killed her before it was the uh, red herring that we thought she was the weapon that he was sending Jason to go get, and it wasn't. It was Bizarro. Well, I'm telling you, when we find out, when we go to an eye, uh, he reveals to Jason that he has this whole weapons cachet that he's been yeah. collecting for years and shit like that, and we see the serum that he injects himself that also yeah. Bizarro must have had. Yeah. 
Maybe he'd do the same thing with Artemis. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. If, but, if, uh, if, the, if the Bizarro shit didn't work out and he had to fucking put the dog down, maybe Artemis is his next maybe, best maybe, gig. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that is. It's just weird. And yeah, maybe it's one of those where he does want to acquire power and she is powerful. So to him, maybe it's that. Maybe it's a prize. Like I have an Amazon and fucking yeah. there. You know what I mean? Uh, like you said, he goes in and he's showing Jason this this weapons cachet, and. Uh, that's where you get uh, a couple weird things. Number one is he does say that at one point he had the bow of Ra. That is yeah. what Artemis is there for. The only reason, and Jason, see, you know, he knows that Artemis is, there and he's like wants to find out. Hey, what about that bow of Ra? So he can find out for Artemis. And I love that Jason just knows that she's there too. Yeah, I dig that's, that. Part that's of his what book. I love it too. And I love that he's like he is a little too uh, suspicious when he says that. You know what I mean? Like, hey, what are you, what are you talking bow of Ra? All of a sudden, you're interested in that thing. Uh, but yeah, Black Mass says he doesn't have it anymore. He he sold it. I sent it. it back to the owner. For he a sold it back, yeah, for a profit. But now he realizes he should. And he does say it's funny because there's the line. He's like, if I knew it was that important, I'd probably tell the ship to turn around now. So it's yeah. almost like you're okay. I get it. It's still on its way, so we can go get it before it gets there. But I did like, like you said, I love the fact that Jason knows that she's there. The it's other just a thing, badass subtle thing that they do yeah. with it. Jason just happens to turn his head a little bit, and yep. that's it. It's great. Yep. yep. And I and it's so funny too. She's like, "Damn it, so close." And then that's where Roy thinks. Uh, uh, Jason thinks, good luck, Artemis. She looks so sad. <laughs> she has her head down. She looks like Charlie Brown. She's walking down the street. She's Charlie Brown. Uh, this is where the funny part to me happened because this is where you have Black Mask telling, you know, we can change the city the way we do it. These other villains, they're bullshit. That, you know what I mean? That he's, they, yeah, they, he's speaking Jason's old tune here. Yeah, he is. He's t- Again, and you've had this the whole thing. Well, then that's when he picks up this thing where – uh, I forgot. I'm telling you, the whole thing about this starting out with Black Mask using this fucking virus, the nanovirus, the nanovirus on that mayor, it's so distant. And even though this is only the the fourth issue, it's almost like I'm glad that Scott Liddell keeps reminding us because I keep forgetting because it just <laughs> does not seem that important anymore with what else is going on. I mean, the guy, I don't care about a nanovirus that he injected in the mayor. He has Bizarro. You, yeah. you know what I mean? He has Artemis. He has. There's a lot more things that I'd be more concerned with, but Black Mask then spells it out. I know who you are. You're Jason. I know. I know that you're you know your whole trying history. to find this. Yeah, he knows everything. That's, why, that's no. why I went after the fucking mayor. That's why I went yep. after Ma Gunn's thing. Yeah, you know, and he says, I, I yeah, it's all been, yeah, Christ. yeah, again, that seems like so long ago in this, and maybe because of the monthly release schedule, but even so, the story has progressed past that, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, they have this, he has the nanovirus, and he shows that he also has it in Bizarro. I don't get the whole concept that you have to inject yourself to control the other. I honestly tell you. I didn't realize till the end what this was that he had. He yeah. just sticks this gigantic yeah. needle. I thought gun he was going to kill himself at one head. point. You know, he's yeah. going to kill himself, like, or he he's doing? in this shit. Yeah, or that's like, oh, it's venom. But no, he does say he's like, oh, we had this, and you were after this mayor, and I was going to assassinate him and control him, but you stopped. Or actually, I was going to control him, but that you with that fake assassination and all this stuff. Uh, but he knows who he is. But I still think that at a point up until now. 
I don't know. I think he still would have went with Jason with him. If Jason yeah. could have really proven that he was on his side, I think he would have went with him because Jason's kick-ass. He's a Jason smart guy. Jason has proved himself fucking worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, there's Bizarro. Bizarro is under his control. I like the whole Such thing cool where you get... page. Yeah, and I like that you get it spelled out that you have him with the kind of the nano uh, techno virus on him and the purple eyes and stuff. I just want to know a, how they reverse that S on I that suit. I don't know, but it, it is a, I like just the concept that you can see if Bizarro is being controlled or not. You, you can yeah. see it playing out like that, but boy, it's great. He's like me and my Bizarro. It's like me and my shadow. Me he and is going to fight My him. buddy. Yeah, and you My again. buddy. There he goes. He goes. I fucking hate <laughs> that song. Uh, but yeah, you, you would think that Artemis has not gone far, no. and she's going to be there, and they're going to fight it out, and, you know, they're going to get away with Bizarro and, and Look, I don't figure know, out man. what's going maybe on. Maybe the thing is, too, maybe Artemis does get the bow of Ra. The only way to take down Bizarro is with that. Yeah, to maybe. Shake this goddamn nano shit I just, I, I think that they've really spelled it out you know scott liddell has really done a good job of showing that bizarro is starting to like jason oh like, yeah they're definitely. buddies and i think it's going to be George one Lenny of those situation. where he is going to have to fight through this virus and we'll tell see. me about the rabbits jason yeah yeah really next he's going to be ripping their heads off but yeah uh just because I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same, but it just does feel like this is starting to drag. And like we There's said, even at the too, end, yeah. even at the end when we were talking about the mayor and Ma yeah. Gunn, I'm like, really? But it is only issue number four. And it, it's important to remind us because we forgot. Yeah. yeah, we forgot. That's that's not good, though. That's not. It just shows me it's not that I think that Scott Liddell isn't telling a, a good story. Because even when Ma Gunn was in the issue, we really liked it. I liked sure the did. whole part where it looked like Jason had killed the mayor and, and fought Batman, but in fact, he didn't, and Batman figured it out later. I like that. That's just not what I want to focus on still. Uh, it, it, I know it means something. This is what got him into this. But the whole Bizarro, it's so much more interesting, but it does lead to him controlling Bizarro. So we'll see where it goes. But I gave this a 7 out of 10. I think the art's great. There's I some really the good art, art so much things. In this book. And uh, like I said, this just this was my least favorite issue of this book so far. And I would say I think I'm averaging like an eight to an eight five in, in for the other issues. And this one's a seven, and that's not horrible. No. Uh, I just it just seemed it's just not as good as the other issues. So yeah, I, I'm def I'm trying to defend myself for some reason that I feel bad because of how much I like this book. It's just most of the other issues I would read those issues and be like, holy shit, this book is good. And even from the beginning, from Rebirth and on, funny. It looked yeah, great. and from Rebirth on, it was like it was almost like boy. What had what? Why didn't we get this before? This is so much better than the Red Hood book, and it, I know you liked the Red Hood book before, the Red Hood and the Outlaws, but this was so much better. And oh, and this one just kind of I read, and I was like, okay, I get it, and I liked it enough. It just I wasn't in awe of it like I was before. Uh, what would you give it? Now there were there were certain aspects that I felt have been overdone, like the freaking Jason and Black Mask sitting at a goddamn dinner table hashing yeah, yeah. shit out. We've we see that like every goddamn issue. It's getting fucking old. 
The rest, though, I, I, I'm telling you, that beginning with Bizarro and Jason, I no. really liked it. I thought it was nice. It's just weird, though, but it was it was almost, the, to me, it was just another rehash of when he first took the pup-pup It's to, just a continuation in my mind. We left yeah, that but off. Yeah, but it was like you there. had him kind of, you had Bizarro before where he kind of was like, he calmed down, you liked it, and then all of a sudden he just went berserk again, and then this was just like, oh, wait a minute, uh, there's that fucking stuffed animal that you had five seconds ago. Look. And it just it just seemed weird to me, just I, like I it was all just treading water. Uh, but I would give it an eight out of ten. Okay, well, yeah, you're wrong. Five point one, five point one out of ten. All right, you you just had to go and defend yourself there. Yeah, Why are you no, me shit? I just I just I defended myself only because I feel bad because I do like it, but I, I just like it as this well. issue this I didn't like as down. much. Yeah, I didn't like there's it as much. I think there's really been others up. that like I gave an eight and you gave a seven five. So I don't think I've given anything this below really? an eight. Be- what you haven't given an eight before no, or below an eight? I, no, I haven't given anything below an eight with the series okay, so far. Because it's weird because we rarely agree, and most of my scores have been around the eight. I've never like gone as high as like nine five or anything nonsense. I think I've given some nines for this book already. But yeah, we're gonna move on to the mail section number three, right about now. All right. Why you just can't admit Jim is the man The time on the podcast is here The voice that we all want to hear So here we go Oh, yes, Eric. Mail with Jim. Mail with Jim. Mail with Jim. I understand. I constantly say that you're the man. I, I know. I am the, the dizzy man. I'm sitting here. <laughs> you okay over there, buddy? I still haven't even opened my eyes. I'm sitting there listening to that. I, I almost, and I'm not that bad-mouthing uh, dancing mic at all. Ooh. I almost fell asleep. I almost <laughs> did. It was very soothing. I heard him singing my praises. I almost fell asleep. Oh, you're uh, on drugs. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Shit happens. It's, I'm struggling. This is mail section number three. Trace, as they say. Trace. Trace. This first one's by Ernie. Ernie says, Dear Jim, imagine my surprise to hear Juan Ferreira as a listener and potential Patreon supporter. 
I don't know that I heard he was a Patreon supporter or even a potential one of that, but this got me to thinking as to what segment Juan would do for the show. Now, Jim, I know you were going to say that he would rather be in the last stages of complications arising from hepatitis in a Saigon brothel than appear on the show, but let's pretend it's a thing. I have. Uh, the thing is, I don't even know what the first or last stages of hepatitis are. I think it, nope. to me, it begin, it starts to become uh, one with leprosy, possibly, and you lose an arm. I don't know. Maybe but here's what he says. Yes, here's what he says the uh, the things would be. Junks. I think he may have misspelled this, and it was supposed <laughs> to be wand stains, but it's junk. How do, that's a weird thing. You have wand. Then add a K to it, and you tell me how to say it. Wonk. Wonk? I guess. Maybe wonk. You're right. Wonk. It just seems weird. It just looks odd with that <laughs> K. Wonk stains, in which Juan shares his upholstery cleaning tips. You like that segment? No, not really. Wan-eyed snake, in which Juan like plays classic <laughs> Nokia phone games from the 90s whilst wearing an eye patch. How about that? I do like that one. That but he awesome. says, but Jim, what would you call a segment featuring Juan on the show? And there's only one segment we would ever have. It would be Juan talking about his past and how he got into the business. And it would be called Juan on Juan. That's what it would be. That's the only one I'd ever have. What do you think? Juan on Juan. <laughs> I do like it. We're talking Wouldn't about that be great? Before. Juan on Juan. Uh, and if Mr. Eric Shea is in the vicinity, then please send him my well wishes for the season. Happy season, yeah. Eric. Happy season. Season? And like what, says, winter? I guess. If you thought this email was garbage, be thankful you did not receive an incredibly involved one featuring Cynthia Plaster Podcaster based on Cynthia Plaster Caster. I'm not coming back for oats, Eric. And that is your pal, Ernie Schlub. Thanks, Thanks Ernie. Ernie Schlub. The next one is JT, and JT has Ola Amigos Soy El Ricken. And he puts, I love it when Jim says it, Ricken. I know Eric mentioned that I still haven't given you guys my, I, my YouTube link yet, but that's because right now I am in the process of creating a new channel with people I met through the site. We Ooh. did have a total of four people. One was a female, and the other three were males, including me. The one female turned out to be a complete lunatic. That happens. That's what happens. She did and said several things I didn't agree with. She was indeed a very nasty person. I didn't want to work with someone with so much drama and hate. That's yeah, Jim. Yeah, well, that's what you get. You know, sometimes you're forced into it. So I explained to her that I didn't want to work with her anymore. That's the other thing. We don't consider this work. If I said to you, like, hey, I work with you on that podcast that you'd probably, I don't know, that sounds okay. But I, I think know, you'd be like, we barely work together at work. Yeah, really. Fucking nothing. This woman went crazy. It was pretty funny. She even uh, began attacking me on my channel through my live shows and regular uploads. I, I kind of want a URL now so I can check this out. <laughs> yeah, really. This reminds me of shit that happened to us when we had a woman involved in the website. That's eh, all shit, I was thinking about. This shit about. went wrong. Fast. And, and me and you were too much of a bunch of pussies to do anything about it. Totally. Yeah, it, Ignore it till it, it goes away. Yeah, at least JT said something to this woman. We, we tried to ignore <laughs> and then she just disappeared. I did exactly what she wanted because I no longer want any more contact from this woman. I blocked her from my page and she returned with a new account and attacked me with that new one. Oh, and shit. then I blocked that one as well. 
This was some crazy shit. Well, hopefully, now my team and I are done with this bullshit. It's funny. Right now, Toby's like shaking his head yes. Like, this is what these crazy bitch women do. Right, Toby? (laughs) About the channel I'm creating, I haven't plugged myself because my current channel is basically me interacting with the community. I plug myself on a daily basis there. Nothing awesome. worth watching unless with light bulbs. Nothing wor- worth watching unless you're Why into watching bulbs? comic haul videos. We have been doing live shows as of late. During our live shows, we go over comic news and only comic related news, no TV movie news. I like that. Yeah, I have another show in the plans for that with uh, my brother. We have random topic discussions. For example, we talked about if different worlds are necessary for comic books. What factors do we take in before dropping a book, etc. We also talked about our top three anticipated books from the new comic book day. And finally, uh, of course, our books. We do a top five and at least uh, favorite book of the week. Our top books can be from any publisher that released books for that week. We've been playing around with the setup of this format, and I think we are coming to a final layout. And the layout is basically what I stated here. Our new channel will also have weekly reviews of books. We already recorded our review of Valiant's Harbinger, Volume 1 and 2. I'm also planning to have 60-second reviews on DC Rebirth titles that were released for that current week. I have to admit, though, this is a toughie. I'll keep you guys updated. I'm telling you, I want 60 seconds of you like reviewing a Justice League book. Yeah, you want that? Shit! No, you'd hear me wiping my ass with with the book and then flushing it. (laughs) It would always end with a toilet flush. I did think, I saw a story tonight, and this is so funny i'm going to bring this up just this reminded me of it i didn't really read the whole story but it appears that marvel may be making little cartoons uh for each issue so that people can keep up to date on books they aren't reading really that's that's what it seems Sounds crazy i may be totally off with what i saw but it (laughs) it did i think the headline was something like marvel to make uh cartoons to keep people up to date on all their books so i went from there it looks like that's cartoon you know they're ketchup. gonna they're gonna hang out that'd be a good one cartoon mustard and ketchup uh, during our last week live show we got into a discussion about based on the first two issues of teen titans and champions on marvel which one is better i know jim said he read it but what about eric you didn't read champions i did right? not read champions no. and which title do you guys think is better <sighs> teen titans um, I um yeah I, I I'm a DC guy I have to go Teen Titans but I I'm telling like you well, I'll, I'll get I heard a bunch about champions like I see a fucking giant green uh, gamma radiated monster making out of the robot yeah. not on my watch not yeah. on my watch Jim yeah but Amadeus <laughs> as Hulk is not on your watch he uh he seems really uh, he's more of a dick than I've seen him in other books but no no it was just that I really like it though I I did like that but. Boy, the, the way that was, they, like the, the last issue, you have the champions going on a bonding camping trip where Cy, young like Cyclops fun, shows up. It's fun, but it was kind of, I don't know. I guess the characters mostly except Amadeus Cho acted like themselves, but in the Teen Titans, the characterization that Ben Percy did, I think, was oh, spot boy. on. It yeah. was so great, and I really like that. And instead of having this feel-good, you know, thing, and also the one thing about the Champions book that I did like is you did you could kind of pick up from that second issue and not have to read the first. But that Teen Titans, it was just so good. I hope it stays. It that looked good. great. It sounded yeah, great it when I read it out loud. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
He created a poll on Google Plus and asked that very question. With a total of 175 votes submitted so far, it seems that Teen Titans has 61% and was better than Champions with 39. I will share this result my live show since it was a great topic, but you guys got first look at the results. Nice. I was torn between the two because both titles are great. I'm just a happy reader when I can enjoy more books from any publisher regardless of me being a bigger DC fan. He hasn't read any books this week so far, and Eric, the reason I haven't read any books so far is because I don't get my books until Friday, and that's when I try to send this email out. Since I didn't read any books, I don't know, he's mad at you. I will tell you guys what my top three anticipated books are to read this. Was I talking shit last email? Maybe. That's I a good possibility. Uh, his most anticipated book, Deathstroke number six. This book right. got off so much better since they introduced Rose Wilson. I'm excited to see Jericho's appearance uh, on this book. Boy, Jericho comes in, in a big way. Eric. Sure does. Big way. Uh, what is what is he working at though? He has a fancy office and appears to be a vice president. What, what is he well, doing there? He is making uh, voices for you know with uh, actors. <laughs> you shut your mouth. That's my <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> Number two, All Star Batman. It's a billion dollar idea, Jeff. It it is. It's just weird because they never really tell you what he's been doing, and it's it's weird to see him so successful. I thought. All-Star Batman number four. This book is well divided with the comic book community. However, I've been enjoying the book. I'm reading this book as if Snyder is telling me what excites him about Batman. I do believe this title is meant for an easy, fun reader, not to be taken seriously. I thought that until this week, too. Right? Yeah. That's what we said. Which is hard to understand, that method of reading, because it's not like Snyder at all. I told you. He's having a good time. JT's right on with what I think people have to have, that mindset where everybody is trying to figure out this and that. Just this issue to me wasn't as fun as what they'd been. Yeah, it wasn't. But before this, just go with it. You're just on a fucking road trip. Yep. Number three. Red Hood and the Outlaws number four. Do I need to explain myself here? This book literally has it all. I can cry, I can laugh, and I can even be on the edge of my seat while reading this book. That's should yeah. be at the back of the book. I laughed, I cried, I shit my pants. Weird science. I just hope Liddell doesn't fall off this ride. I hope this is the first time we will see the team working together. See? It is not. And that's what kind of threw me off. I think that this is where, with the progression of how the issues were, I think that this was the issue that everybody might have thought that because you did have like a oh, yeah. very set progression of the story. I get it though. I get that we'd have this issue. We might have one more kind of set up deal and then the, this or even the big battle. Six issue arc. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The next one should be this huge battle and then the next issue would be the sixth issue would be kind of them picking up the pieces and getting on with what's going on because it's not like it's set up now to have like Artemis help Jason fight Black Mask and then go, okay, what are we doing next, buddy? No, not uh, at all. It's really the setup is going to be, I'm going to go get that bow of raw and Jason's saying, you know what? I'll be with you. And then they'll go, whatever. But yeah, nothing's really set up so far to be this team that I want. So we still have to get that. Uh, he says, I want to interact with you guys more and everyone else. Oh, this is where I end my email. I want to always thank you guys for all the hard work you put in the awesome podcast. I want to interact, interact with you guys more and everyone else in this great community you guys created. I know, it's like a monster, Eric. I know the way to do it is with Twitter, but I hardly use my Twitter. In fact, I don't use it at all. However, maybe now I have a reason to use it. Have a great week to everyone and see you guys in seven. I'll tell nice. you, with, with the whole Twitter thing in general, it is like 
guys just talk to themselves. It, it doesn't have to include us even. And, and at no. points, it has to. goes all along at work and I not told you. It. Yeah, I, I was pretty tired this weekend. And I've had, I, I don't know, I've just had a shitty week. And this whole thing that was talking about people getting together on Skype to play Dungeons and Dragons, I am see, I even missed out on that. I thought it was I just I didn't see it. All I saw was Christian saying that he had a lot of role-playing books. I started talking to him, and then I, I think I said, oh, yeah, see you in seven. Happen. Yeah, yeah, remember that? It must have led from that, and that's fucking awesome. I like the sound of that, Eric. So <laughs> I, I'm telling you, then it starts getting to the whole, yeah, we might even do it as a podcast. Yeah, I might be out then. I, I don't know. <laughs> I got enough of this one. And also, I'm telling you, if I'm on a podcast and we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, I, I will think that I have to be on all the time, like I'm in character. Like, right. there I am. There's Jim, the the fucking miserable guy. And in Dungeons and Dragons, I'll be hardly miserable. I'll be on cloud nine. Fucking yeah, all right. But or, or that, or we'd play, and I wouldn't want to sound too stupid, so I wouldn't say shit. Because I'm telling you, I don't remember any rule. Like, like say we're going to play D&D in like yeah, 25 years. Yeah, if we years. were just going to play D&D, you know, I don't know. I, again, I think I'd be a goofball and people would get pissed off at me. Fuck if we're going to make up shit. I, Elf needs food. Get out of here with your fucking no, I've never played references. D&D. I've only ever played ass. a Star Wars freaking yeah. role-playing game. Boy, I love it. I love it. Right now, downstairs, I even saw it today. Uh, I saw our bag of dice that we got that time at the comic yeah. store. Yeah, we never played. Or no. stole. No, well, kind of got for free, it seems. Yeah. I don't know. They're going to, I don't know. That is uh, one person's fucking freedom fighter, Eric, is another person's terrorist. <laughs> uh, the next one is Ryan. Ryan from the Columbus Comics Corner podcast. He says, sup, weird science crew and get Ryan. fresh crew. Just finished the latest just for the hell of an episode and wanted to give a couple, uh, a list of a couple games, he says. Number one game, top of five arcade games. Number one, X-Men. Number two, RoboCop versus Terminator. You like that one? Yeah, that was cool. I figured you did. Number three, Capcom versus Marvel. I told you. Capcom versus Marvel 2 was almost on my list. Yeah. I've never. I played that. I played Capcom versus Marvel 2, I believe, on the Dreamcast, if I'm not mistaken. I've never really played more than a couple uh games uh fighting games in the arcade one was soul edge and i only played it for like once or twice but i'm more i don't even know i even told you i don't even know if i actually played it uh when we would go to the arcade to play checks hockey it was in that arcade and i'd hear it and i'd look at it and it looked cool but i just don't like fighting games but number four when I was what? 16, I worked at the Regal Theaters, and they had that arcade there. So every break, I spent it at that goddamn you Capcom vs. Marvel yeah. 2 machine. That's cool. Number three, or number four, Area 51. Oh, number... that game pissed me off so bad. Really? I don't even know it. I actually. It was just that's... a shooter game with friggin', you yeah. know, it was aliens coming out behind barrels I figured that's what it would be. Uh, so it was like uh, House of the Dead, but with Pretty aliens. Pretty much. It would, but like just like worse graphics. Dead. Yeah, I... um. It, these games are a little bit past my deal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They, I think number Area 51 five, was Ryan, another I think, game at the Regal. Okay, yeah, because Ryan's a little younger. So uh, number five, Killer Instinct, which you're a big fan of. We were talking never, play, about, never played it in the arcade? No, though. in the arcade. We were talking about it the other day. Uh, I said something. You're like, I like K.I. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Honestly, K.I., I'm not a huge fan of I actually just thought of it a lot like Primal Rage when it first came yeah. out where I did like, – what a fucking wannabe clone of Mortal Kombat. Really? And uh, 
It took until uh, KI Gold came out. That's the what you said. You were like, hey, KI really Gold. I'm like, KI Gold? What the fuck are you talking about? That's a badass game. game. Yeah, me and you, we, we talked about this goddamn, we did the just for the hell of it. Next thing you know, me and you are both in the GameStop the for the first GameStop. time. Yeah. yeah, we've never been in there together. We're on the way home from work. We're like, let's go to the GameStop. And off we yeah. went. Fucking guy starts talking to me. He lets me pass fucking Man, quarters. You scope. just pass. This guy starts talking to me. Hey, you got the you got the bonus card? What is it? The, the Power Edge card? Or whatever the fuck it's called. I'm like, yeah. I and I lied. I'm like, yeah, I do have it. I just haven't updated it in fucking years. So I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah who doesn't have well, the power edge? Well, you got to wait till tomorrow edge? because it's going to be 50% yeah. off. Yeah, so he says to me, oh, you got to wait till tomorrow. Everything, it's the power fucking day, and we're going to do this and that. Well, in the meantime, I was going to buy a used game. But then I realized <laughs> I have now faked the fuck. I fuck myself because when I go up there, I know that I'm going to have to pull out the card. Or I could go, oh, uh, glory me. I forgot my card. But no, I've already told him I have it. I'm part of the thing. So if I go up and get this used game, he's going to say, oh, give me your card. And when I give it to him, he's going to say, oh, you know what? You didn't uh, update it. You should pay. And next (laughs) thing I know, I'm going to have to. I'm I'm now caught in this fucking deal where I'm fucked, which leads me. To think about my little issue I have at break time at work, Eric. I <laughs> I am fucked there too. This uh, fucking we're at work. You fucking dummy. I'm there fucking doing something, and this girl comes up, this lady, and she's like, "Hey, uh, I see that you make oatmeal all the time for your break." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah." She's like, "I make oatmeal every day, but I make too much. Do you want my oatmeal that I have left over?" And I, I just feel bad. I can't so say now, no. Now every so morning, like, this lady is making oatmeal for Jim. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess. So now every fucking day, she's making this oatmeal, and it's awful. It <laughs> she, is this. You won't I eat it. I swear to God, I think it's mocha-flavored oatmeal. I can't get the idea of what this is. It is dense like fucking cement. But because I didn't want to upset her, I'm like, so basically, I'm she Johnny, makes I'll this tell, goddamn I, oatmeal and brings it over tell- to our table. Oh, God. <laughs> I was telling you after it happened this week where uh, you took the oatmeal and put it down the sink. Yeah, I, I threw it sink. away. I, this I is going to lead it. to a classic TV situation where the sink is going to get backed up. They're yeah. going to have to call somebody, and it's all full of oatmeal. Oh, the whole place is going to yeah. find out. I was all excited. I'm like, oh, man, I got free food. I get this oatmeal. I don't know what happens that these people seem to like me. But uh, I'm there. Okay, so Fucking I go. Spanish fly, and, man. Yeah, and I told you. I said, oh, I'm going to go check out this oatmeal because it's, it's set up that it's there before break. So it's ready for me. So I go to look at it. And I told you, I opened up this container of oatmeal and almost vomited because of the smell. And it wasn't bad, the smell per se, but it smelled like, I'm telling you, it smelled like mocha with vanilla. It was over, and just the look of it. So I fucking dumped it right down the drain. And the problem is I put it in the sink down, and it it clogged. I had to actually stick my hand in and push the shit down into the drain. I think this woman is trying to poison me, and I'm doing this, so I'm like, I'm fucked every day now. She leaves us, and I have to fucking sneak away, fucking dump it down the drain, push it down the drain. The, the last time I did it, I used fucking rubber gloves. I put on the fucking gloves because it, it, it made me smell it the whole goddamn day. And then I'm there, and then the worst, we have it. So I have her clean container. I'm like, I'm going to have to give it back to her. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't know what to say or whatever. So we're walking, and I have a coffee you that I heat up. I heat up right after break. So we're going back to work, and I heat up my coffee so I can drink while we're working. 
and I'm walking into the break room and she is there She's coming right. out and I fucking did a turnabout <laughs> and walked away and, and you're I like, saw she saw her. you. Yeah. 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 She was. Yeah. And then so later that day, it gets worse then where she's like, oh, you could have fixed all of yeah, this. Yeah. She you goes, could've. oh, you didn't like it, did you? I'm like, oh, no, it was delicious. And I'm like, I have your container. Here's your container. She's like, oh, it, I'm glad you like it because everybody else hated it. Nobody else liked it. The same fucking thing. Like, oh, I made it for Al and I made it for Brian and they hated it. They said it was horrible. So I'm so glad that you liked it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I now it continues it. because it, you couldn't nut up. It's the it's the best thing I ever ate. I'm just thinking of me trying to shove it down the fucking <laughs> sink, uh, desperately trying to do it quick. So she, I, I'm telling you, this it's gonna end up a month from now. Every day getting this goddamn oatmeal, and somehow she's gonna come to get this container, and that's when I'm gonna be shoving it down the drain, <laughs> and I am gonna be the way. And this is what happens. I do this because I want to be nice, and I feel bad to say, oh no, it was fucking horrible. Uh, the problem is it ends up worse in the end when you're lying like I oh, do. Yeah. And, oh, God, this is what led me. And now, again, this is a, a Hispanic woman. So when she was telling me this, half of it I didn't even understand. So oh, I, I'll just say, yes, this is what led me to believe that they thought that I was gay at work because they were or, asking or me. Or if the one guy was my brother. Either they were asking me if he was my gay lover or my brother. Or both. I'm not sure. He's neither. And all I kept saying is yes. And then they started giggling and pointing at me. Now they're setting me up with poison goddamn oatmeal. I don't even understand what – it doesn't even seem like oatmeal. It's like sand. It's like fucking concrete. Now, now I actually forgot about this for some reason, but – did only, did we only get it the one day? No, no, you didn't see the other day. I didn't see the other one no, because I, no. I go out and have a cigarette at break time and I come back and I usually see the aftermath, but yeah, I no. didn't think about it on Friday. No, the other so, day, uh, the other day I went in and cause it's dropped off at 8.30 and we have break at 9.30. It's, it's really early. So at one point I slipped away at like quarter to nine, fucking dumped it. That's when I put the gloves on, dump went. it down the goddamn thing, cleaned up the thing, and then put it over on our, uh, the Gaylord so that she could see it and take it. And then I fucking avoided any sort of contact I ran. But, yeah, see, it seems like I'm set up. Day. I want to see if it's good. No, yeah, you wouldn't like it. Uh, what happened is I opened it up again and almost vomited again. And I can't – it's weird. I say that. It's not like it's that bad. It's just the 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 smell of it at that time and the way it looks. Uh, 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 it just turns my stomach. It. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give it to you in the next one. But yeah, yeah. We're, we're not done with Ryan's email, by the way. <laughs> Top five favorite comics at the moment. Number one, Killer Be Killed. Number two, Doom Patrol. Number three, Batman. Number four, Cape Carson as a cybernetic guy. Number five, Detective Comics. And he said, I would have loved to see a montage of young Eric Shea training to play the Star Wars arcade uh, trilogy arcade. As Not always, that young. I was 18 weird. years old. Thanks. Ryan. Yeah, that's the thing. You, you people think that this was eight year old Eric Shea. This is this is older Eric Shea, yeah. who at this point is impressing. I, I, I was almost, I was almost really. graduating. And, and you, you just imagine him, 18 years old at the goddamn Chuck E. Cheese, probably playing that game in front of fucking eight year olds. Eight-year-olds, you were impressing them, all right. That one Korean kid went off to tell the the tale of the The tall-ass white guy. No, he's it's the tale of game with one play, with one play, getting the high score every time. Oh God, you are a a fucking loser. Oh my goodness, it was amazing, Jim. You should have been. I'm going to give you some of that fucking goddamn what's it called. I don't even know what it's called. Oatmeal. And we'll see who's, who's fucking top notch. Yeah, uh, this you're going to give gonna... it to me. It's still going to be yours every day. I have to clean up. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're uh, you're not gonna. It's never gonna get to your lips. I know it. You, I know it. You're gonna smell it, and you're gonna say, "Huh, that smells interesting." And then you'll go, and the consistency of it will make you almost vomit. Yeah, I'm telling you. What happened? At one point, people were giving me chicken wings uh, sure. every day at work. That that kind of went to the wayside. Now I'm getting this weird oatmeal. What did you but, do you know, to piss her off? I forget. Oh no, nothing. I just wasn't. It wasn't around. <laughs> that's what happened i i went scarce eric if you know what i mean and yeah. then that kind of went down the tube so i think even before that i think that i might have offended her somehow about her brother there's a good possibility that i said something about her brother stealing the wings i don't know i i say the stupidest shit when i'm talking to people i don't <laughs> I mean any it. harm she's probably like you like those wings i'm like yeah thank thank your brother for stealing them every day and then she'd probably be like, oh, you know, you're an asshole. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going to go off to what I like to call and what Ben likes to call the Image Minute, Eric. And that's Ben Ooh. from Nerd Church Radio. He is going to be talking about his image books that he likes, and I like it myself. So let's go off to Ben. Hello and welcome to your Image Minute, brought to you by the lovely, lovely people over here at Nerd Church Radio. Uh, I am going to be covering a couple of image books that I'm a little bit excited about from this last week. Uh, the first book that I'm going to cover is Violent Love. And this is just like a straight up crime story from the from the 1970s. It really reminded me a lot of, um, of like True Romance, if you've ever seen that movie. Now, I don't think it's really necessary to do a shot-by-shot recap of the image books just because I feel like they don't really exist within a greater universe like the DC books do. So I don't think it's really necessary to give you full spoilers on it or anything. Um, that being said, I will kind of tell you what's going on. So uh, the book opens up in 1987, which is the best year ever, Sierra was born. And there's people... Um, so there, there's a little girl and she gets dropped off at, I, I don't know if it's her grandfather's house or what, but he's an old man and he starts telling her that this girl a story about these two star-crossed lovers who got, you know, went on a blaze of glory like Bonnie and Clyde. Um, and the girl of course is like, tell me more, tell me more. So, so then that sets up the narrative for the story where like they're telling us the story in that sort of way where he's like, okay, well back in then, and then it jumps back to 1969 or something like that. Um, so at that point we start following a, a young girl named Daisy, um, and her father. Um, and then there's a criminal Johnny nails who is like, really you know they call him johnny nails because if you don't pay up to him he's gonna sit you in a chair and nail your hands to the post so it's pretty pretty brutal stuff um so daisy and her father are driving in a car one day and they get in a car wreck with johnny nails right and like um turns out daisy's father is a mechanic and so he gives johnny nails his auto repair shop card come to find out later he's like you know he he started letting johnny nails torture people in his garage or whatever um 
and that just doesn't work out well. So Daisy finds out about this. She gets pissed, goes off to college, comes, you know, comes back. Her dad says, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. I quit. I told Johnny Nails I'm done. Come have dinner with me. So Daisy comes to have dinner with, with him, finds him there tied to a chair having nails pounded into his hands johnny nail shoots daisy in the stomach and lights her dad on fire in front of her so really really brutal ending i was like damn that was rough um so yeah it it was rough to to watch it kind of like i don't know if any of you have ever seen the movie lucky number 11 um but it kind of reminded me of that just because of the jumping back and jumping forward and that whole trope of like an old crime novel that maybe my mom used to read from like a grocery store or something like something like that it's it's a very tropey book um but it delves into those cliches and tropes just dives straight in head on and like that's you know that's cool like when you can dive into a trope and really just embrace it and you know the old man telling the story and flashing back to the 1960s back in the day you know like that's 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 good i give the book a holy which by our standards is is good it's great um the artwork was definitely a little bit different from what i read on the dc stuff but it wasn't bad uh panel layout was super clean it was cartoony but the coloring on the book was still kind of adult if that makes sense uh and seriously guys i read this book and then i watched true romance like immediately after it just had that vibe and it brought me back to like that's one of my all-time favorite movies um so what else i'm sure there are going to be some pretty cool surprises reveals about the old man narrating this story and how he's connected to the events in 1969 maybe he's johnny nails or maybe he's you know the guy from the lovers and he didn't actually die you know there's going to be some surprise reveal like that that's going to be a shocker moment and it again just embracing the tropes um so they you know they have me hooked, though. They have me hooked. I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I am going to talk about one other book, just because I feel like out of the image books, there were there were like two books right now that, that really stood out this week for me. This one's called Green Valley. Uh, so this story follows the Knights of Collodio, which are basically four washed-up old dudes Throughout their older years, they've they've kind of stopped chasing adventures. Uh, the first book showed us Bertewald, who is the leader of the group, and his wife died, and their t their their town being totally obliterated by savages. So the second book jumps forward one year, and these guys are all that's left of the former town. And part of the charm of this book is kind of the comedic interactions between these four dudes and how funny it is. It's just like, I can't even describe it to you because it's just something that I think you should read and be surprised by. Um, one of them, though, I, I guess I'll read you one of them, is like Gully, he's a hoarder. And the other one of them, Ingrid, starts like, you know, bitching him about how he's a hoarder and dragging his stuff out onto the lawn and smashing it. Uh, so anyway, the comedic relief is just super paramount in this story uh, because it, without it, I probably wouldn't give a shit about this book. I just normally am not into fantasy stuff. I don't really like Game of Thrones. I didn't even like Lord of the Rings a lot. It's just not, not that I think it's bad. It's just not my bag. Uh, but this one I really dug because the comedy had me hooked. Uh, so anyway, 
year later, these four guys are like living together in in houses, right? And um, a, a boy shows up and tells them that he needs the knight he needs the knights of Colodia, and that his village is being terrorized by wizards and dragons. And these four guys, the knights, think it's kind of hilarious because they don't believe in magic and stuff. Uh, but they decide to go help the kid out because it's clear someone is terrorizing his village. So they show up to this kid's village to find huge magic bolts of lightning coming from the ground to the sky. And like one of them is like, what is this? And the other guy is like, magic, dot, 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 real magic. So, and that's where we cut off. So again, as I said before, I don't really dig fantasy stuff with knights and kings and stuff all the time. I tried to keep an open mind with this book and it paid off. I really dug it. Uh, the narrative's kind of told through these four goof-offs that I'm sure just BS their way into becoming recognized as knights. They don't really seem like they're that professional or competent at all. It's kind of like a Monty Python and the Holy Grail type thing now that I think about it. So, um, But that really helps the story flow when you can laugh at it a little and kind of poke fun at the whole thing. Um, I think the artwork is probably my favorite thing about the book. Just wide open panels, great anatomy and background, wonderful pagination. Uh, just solid holy on the artwork alone. And solid holy on the book as well. I just, I really enjoyed it. So uh, that is your image minute. Uh, I will say, uh, Jim and Eric, thank you so much for having me on this uh, to do this stuff. I really appreciate it. I will also say my uh, my DC book of the week this week, I think, was Wonder Woman. I've really enjoyed the, the work that Ruck has been doing on that. And um, also really been enjoying just the artwork and watching the artwork go back and forth between Liam Sharp and I forget who the other guy is that's doing it but it, it's been really fun to watch that so definitely probably my favorite book of this week um and just kind of looking forward to more books next week I'm, I'm not looking forward to justice league i'll say that much i gotta bitch and moan about that book every chance i get anyway if you like what i'm saying here and you want more comic goodness after Weird Science, go ahead and check out my podcast. It's called Nerd Church Radio. We do one for DC Comics, and then we are also doing a second one for Image Comics starting this week. So, you know, we get some for everyone over there. Thank you so much, and praise be to comics. All right, Eric, we're back, and we have such a great section of books coming up. I'd like to say this is the super section. Yeah. It's not so super. And, no. and, and not all the books are quote unquote super books. Yeah, we should have planned ahead. Yeah, Get Reggie uh, back for this there, one. There's, we'll a, lot of, there's a lot of synergy. We love to have synergy in the books. Like, hey, the green section, but even that always falls apart. It's like the green section and Nightwing. <laughs> and remember that he's green with envy. That's right. This is the super section. And I'd love to say that the tie in there is that the first book is super. Unfortunately, it's not, but at least, Eric, it's consistent because I have not really liked it since we started doing no. this, uh, this rebirth with it. Uh, what book is it? Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, number four, written by Julie Benson and Shauna Benson with art by Raj Antonio, Raj. Alan Pasalacqua, and D. Ron Bennett. In this issue, that's right, D-Ron. D-Ron, I was going to say, do you even re did you realize you said D-Ron or you're so no, no. used to seeing you that saying You know what, that's the thing now. is, I see it spelled like that, and I actually say it as I write out the credits when I do the review, so I'm like, D-Ron. Yeah, I'm better. telling you, we laughed at D that, you know, the name and saying D-Ron. Uh, it's ruined for me now. Anytime I see Darren, it's D-Ron to me, yeah, me every too. single time, and I have found myself 
saying it and not catching myself thinking that that's what it is. And it's like one of those things, an inside joke of saying that, and then it makes you sound like a moron. Yeah. It's like, I'm telling you, we would meet Roger Antonio, yeah. and Raj. I'd be like, yo, what's up, Raj? And, and he'd probably punch <laughs> me right in the fucking face, go, not much jams. I don't know what he'd call me if he wanted to, you know, what? not much yim. fucking shorty. Yim. yim, yam, yammies. <laughs> Jamais, that'd be good. Jamais Werner. Ah, uh, yes, go on. That's pretty fancy, guy. Jamais, it's a, that does sound, that sounds like a very fancy guy who likes to uh, drink things with his pinky up and eat pate, Eric. And not on crack. I drink things with my pinky up. Do you, have you, do you seriously drink things with your pinky up? Because if you yeah. do, I'll snap that pinky in half. I, I don't, I, don't hurt my I pinky. do not. Like, what do you drink that would need the pinky up? Right now, I'm taking a drink of a two liter of Diet Pepsi. With and my you pinky have a up. pinky up with a two liter of Pepsi. That is bullshit. You do not. You. There's no way. I, I do so. I'm even looking. I'm I have a. a I have boy. two coffees here. I'm holding my coffee, and when I, if I put my pinky up, it doesn't even feel right. Like I, I get if you have a, a tea, you know, something like that, a little Ooh, cup a of tea. tea. Yeah, I'm a fancy fella. Uh, <laughs> the the pinky may go up. To me though, I don't know why. If I Pinky up is the same as if me and you started kissing and I, my leg kicked up in the back. Why did, wouldn't you have your ki- leg kicked up if I was well, kissing it, you? It probably would. We'd both that'd be the best. We'd both have the leg kick up and just start. No, I couldn't because I'd have to bend over so yeah, far I knew to get your lips. Say that you jerk. <laughs> I'll make out with your fucking belly button. That's How's right. How's that? How's that? I'll just go a little lower and then the party begins. Uh, what are we? What the fuck are we talking about? In this uh, I'm having more fun talking about pinky up than this issue. In this issue of Birds, we see the secret origin of Huntress and really little else. Yeah, our Birds team get back together, beat up some snake men, and discover Faux Oracle's command center. But that's all. But that all happens really quick, so that we can get the full story on Helena Bertinelli, sands her time and spiral. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. I guess the way they're playing this, it you did need this because this is well, not been, the I've Helena Bertinelli that me yeah. and you know. It, it isn't. Now, not that the the past like way past it, yeah, yeah i don't care old about school that. helena yeah. the old school stuff i don't mind i don't mind it at all we get a little uh you know history of the uh, fucking mafia and i even like at one point she's like you know the mafia isn't like the godfather movies and then calls her you know god i'm like really you're, you're gonna go all through that but the, not having spiral is, is weird it really and I don't know what she's talking about because it seemed a lot like the Godfather in this. That's what I'm saying. And even Godfather she, two at points. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. She's like, you know, it's not like the Godfather. And then I, I imagine the theme song from the Godfather playing behind <laughs> her what she's talking about. And yeah, she's gonna give us the whole thing about how the mafia isn't as bad as what they think. Well, it just got yeah. And it, we've we, seen we, this all. We start before. out in the 1860s in Sicily with the Bertinellis and the Casamentos joining together as two families to take on the thieves and murderers of their uh, town. And, like, they eventually get too greedy, though, and they start becoming the bad guys of the town because now they're demanding protection money. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, the they're ones bad stealing people. from everyone. You know, they because that's the, the American spin and shine. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I, I have heard other people talking about it, that where you have the, like, picture it, Sicily, 1860s, near the toe part of the boot. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, fuck you. I don't need this. You don't get clever with your little transitions. They they've been doing this. This is not new. They've been doing it since the book started. Well, it's and like it even seems... with, 
Even when we jump ahead to Gotham in the 1930s, danger, sharp suits and hip hats ahead. Sharp suits and hip I don't need that. I don't need this little clever deal. And I did hear somebody, and maybe somebody smarter than me. And there is a couple people like that in the world. I I haven't found them personally, but when I do. But the one guy said, and I, I do remember this, saying that that is more of their TV background seeping through i I don't know why that is but i'll go with it and if that's the case remember you're not writing the hundred yeah yeah turn off that tv let's let's get to coming because what that that does it's not funny to me and it throws me out it throw i'm like because what happens like at the beginning she's going to tell this big story about the mafia and how this whole thing led to her family's trouble and you get you get this near the toe part of the boot and it's just – I'm like, what? I don't get the tone that you're going with well, now. Well, first I off, see Jim, we got, we got to make a joke before we start the yeah. rape and murder. Uh, yeah, before that you're going to show this knife fight in the city, we're going to be a little funny. We're going to get a little jokey. Next thing I think they're going to start snapping and dancing around, fucking dance fights going on. <laughs> then you have fucking now some West Side fucking crazy-ass guy on a, a horse or come the, in, but he's a mime. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, yeah, it's the beat it video in, in Italy because that's the small part of the boot or the toe part of the boot. No, you, you don't need – this is a woman who's now telling you a quite serious story with some legitimate background, and the, the, the lead in is a fucking joke as if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, it's, it's very little. This is a nitpick, but it has – Bothered me enough since the series started yeah. that I just want to say it's that honestly, it, just, it drives me it's, nuts. It's weird too that those little captions from where we're picking up like the time and place. Yeah, there's a thing that I remember most about this series, and that's a shitty thing to say about four issues of a goddamn series. I remember those captions yeah. because little yeah. else has been going on here that's of any real circumstance. No, and and this beginning it starts off and it is it's pretty much the history of the which organized sorry, crime. Th- this is what I'm wanting since we got. Hunter's jumping in this like, why is Helda Bertinelli doing this out of nowhere now? What sparked this? Yeah. And now yeah. we're finally finding out. Like last issue, we had the backstory on Black Canary. I'm like, well, I don't need Black Canary right now. I would rather have Helena Bertinelli. Here yeah. we get a full bore. And yeah, it's it's kind of I like it because it's what I asked for. Yeah. But then when we omit Spiral immediately, like yeah. entirely. It really bothers me because why are, Why did we have this big section of her life where she stopped her vendetta against the Casamentos to become the matron, yep. and then all of a sudden, okay, better get back to my blood feud. And also was a huge thing in this behind the scenes of why Helena knew who Batgirl was and Black, and Black Canary, Canary yeah. and also that tie-in with Dick Grayson, which seemed to be like a binding thing as well. Uh, but yeah, people who did not read The New 52 didn't read Grayson. Um, I guess this is what we're being told is that doesn't matter that that doesn't. And really the, the whole thing though, it does to me too. That was one of my favorite books. And one of the things that I really liked Helena Bertinelli and in that they kind of did skirt the issue and she was kind of, they never really got to the, the nitty gritty of Helena Bertinelli in that, because at a point spiral is pretty bad. And yeah. you know, she seemed to still be on the good side and maybe playing it she to help Dick Grayson, but you never really they never a hundred percent you never got that. And then it's at a the spy end, game, Jim, you yeah, never and, well at the end she was kind of saved. They it's weird. Did they fire her? To me, at that point it seemed spiral was dissolved, taken yeah. over by checkmates, so there was no spiral. It wasn't like Helena, but she was the she was the head. And 
it was weird. I wish that you have a lot of things in that book. If you didn't read that book, you had shit with the satellite, the Somnus satellite that can wipe people's minds of everything. You had these hypnos that they're even playing with in Nightwing now that seem to mind control people even more than I ever thought before. And they had a very easy out to say what happened, that she got her mind wiped. She doesn't remember it, but they don't do that. They no, just they, they just don't want to get into it. And I think that, unfortunately, for a book that I thought was a great book, I think it also points to the confusing nature of the book and how <laughs> Helena was involved, that they might have just said, listen, there's a lot of nonsense. Like, How are they going to explain that Auto Nets used Helena Bertinelli's body as a, as a fucking yeah, vessel and honestly, took it over? Honestly, I don't need all of that. I, I know. Just need I'm a saying I'm, I think that maybe why Helena yeah. went on pause with a goddamn blood I think that they just think this. that all of that is like the Pandora's box. If they open it up, <laughs> shit's coming out, and they do not want to let it out, and they're going to go with this. But like you said, it because we know a little more uh, it does kind of bother us because yeah, this to me, seriously, Helena goes to get a job right now. And she, it's one of those where she has a 10 year gap in her resume that yeah. she cannot explain. She doesn't want to say, as far as I know, yeah. Helena Bertinelli could be gone. They were white from existence because yeah. of spiral. Yeah. That's, I wish that that was the case. I wish that she was almost a, uh, reverse of what Grayson was going to be. Even Gray, yeah. I mean, people who did not read this, you have to realize that at one point it was going to be spelled out that nobody in the world should know who Dick Grayson was ever. And all this stuff should be wiped out. But yet that is even pushed to the side. You don't even yeah, get everybody that. Still knows. Yeah. And the fact that Tiger pretty much was a double agent should not be the head of Spiral, but that's not in this book yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're really not mentioning Spiral. Just a bunch of nitpicks that have been bothering does, us because like we have all this like I said, yeah, it's a, characters. it's a resume that has a huge bit out that she can't explain or doesn't want to explain. Now, also, if you told me that she doesn't want to explain that because that's a little too, I don't know that she doesn't want to betray them. It does. That's not true. They're just not saying what happened because yeah. after after you see the history of the mob, uh, you know, coming well, together, we, we they go to, the 19- to her family. Yeah, we get to the 1930s yes. where we find out that the There's Casamentos hip hats there. Hip hats ahead, Eric. And sharp suits. And the sharp Casamentos suits. and the Bertinellis, they came to America, and eventually the Bertinellis with the other crime families voted the Casamentos out, starting yes. this big freaking family feud going on. Yep. And not the fun kind with Steve Harvey. No, no. But, uh, He's not whooping and hollering when they say some inappropriate <laughs> thing that is completely set up. What, do, what does a woman like to do on her knees? Beep. Give blowjobs. Woo-wee! Ah, oh wow, my, God, go oh, my goodness they're all yelling and screaming when you know you set it completely up and then somebody's like uh clean the floor and then he stares at the camera <laughs> i love steve harvey it's one of my favorite shows <laughs> i go through fucking times where i i marathon that goddamn oh, family feud but it's so it's so set up i'm telling you i think of that they they set some like like what does a woman like to put in her mouth that her husband's happy to, to have? And then the, a piece of gum, and they might, like, cut. Come on now, lady. You get, yeah, I, it's so crazy. We need the ratings to fucking spice this shit up. Yes, yeah, it's ratings week, you know. we, we got to get this. But, yeah, uh, Helena, though, it, uh, no, I'm, I, I fucking throw myself off. All right, well, see, 
After that, there's a big family feud yes, going the, on. The where feud, eventually, yes, the family feud. You fucking Hel- Helena's father has a hit put out on him, and they come in and they kill everybody they except kill everybody. Helena, yep. who hides underneath the table. Yeah, including her her little brother. Who? Oh, yeah, it's funny. I was up. reading it the first time I'm reading, it, and it looks looks like he just has a big rose on his chest. No, it's it's, it's blown open. But yeah, yeah they kill everybody. Jim. That's and blood. then it's here's the thing. You want to get the the whole concept of why. She is so pissed and wants to do. They do a good job of that. They they really do. This is a horrible thing that's happened to a little girl, uh, and then they send her back to Italy. She's shipped over to Sicily, and that's where her uncle teaches yep. her how to defend herself. Yeah. And all she begins her training to become this huntress. Even though she would leave Sicily, become matron, and then become huntress out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But it, 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 but I do like you. You get the idea. The uncle did not understand exactly what he was doing, right? No, because he, didn't he know looked, the was Oh making. my god, he looks so confused of how like how crazy she is but then he does say like even with the the uh the volcano and, and all yeah. that he realizes what's going on but at first i think that he's he probably has to be worried that he created a monster because boy she she is like over the top and good at everything of kicking ass this hell of stuff is the best part of the book, yeah. even though I'm telling you, I did have some problems because I wanted a little bit more. But if you remember from last issue, Helena left the team after fucking Batgirl started yelling to her about killing people. She yeah. left. Now she's going to go find Santo on her own. And she tracks him down immediately. I'm like, why are we yeah. having such problems throughout this guy? Apparently, you could just find anybody you want to yeah. find. So yeah. they, she finds Santo, and now she has to take on the snake man by herself. And the rest of the birds of prey show up because they don't leave a woman behind. Yeah, and the, the weird thing about this is – because she finds Santo so easily, it kind of doesn't even mean anything to me. No. It, it's it's basically just step one to get to step two. Santo just happens to be the thing that she wants to find, but all it is is to start this fight. And uh, the other thing, uh, they find her. Snake, they find her because the, the, they say because she was swimming and then was wet and on a graded catwalk. She's smarter than that. You know what I mean? That yeah. it, that threw me off. Again, it was more like a forced way. Like, there's Santo. We need some way that they discover that all of this meant nothing. All it was for was for her to start a fight, say she doesn't have friends, and then for Black Canary and, and Barbara to show now, up. I, I'm thinking, too, that this Fenice woman who has Santo, who looks like she's going to kill him or whatever. It's weird because Huntress just wants Santo dead. So yeah. it doesn't really matter in my mind no, if Fenice kills him, whatever. But because it seems like Fenice is going to kill Santo, yep. I think Fenice is going to turn out to be Helena's mother because we never see her get killed. We see her get pulled away. Yeah, yeah. She said that. Why did they pull her away? And I, I'll never know why they pulled her out of the room to kill her. And I, I thought there was some other shenanigans going on that she just didn't want to remember. But you're probably right. Yeah. The, why would it like, be that when you Hunter don't shows see up that? and sees Santa there tied to a chair? She sees a gun in a hand. Yeah. But yeah. Fenice's behind a box or yep, a crate. Yeah. So and, she and, never yeah. gets to see who it is. And especially like you, it, this is comics. If you don't see it on panel, they're probably not dead. So she probably is. Yeah, probably Fenice. And of course, yeah. it's the name. Fenice. Yeah, and yeah, Fenice. There you are, Fenice. But you have these. Uh, these snake villains that I do not care one bit about. I am done with them. They can at one point they run away. I hope they never return because they really are not interesting to me at all. 
And they're just almost like they've hung around so long now to me that they're just like, Jesus Christ, get them the way out of here. It, it's funny. You were yelling to me before we got on the mic about how much you hate the snake characters now that yeah. it's like a one trick pony. I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at my freaking Rattler action figure of He-Man. Yeah, I'm like, don't, don't listen to him, Rattler. Yeah. It's okay. You like right. Rattler. Cool still. But even that, it, does He-Man sit there the whole time and when they're going and he's like, you, you're cold hearted snake. Like, that's all they are here. It, half the time, it's just for a one-liner. Actually, everybody that the Birds of Prey fight seem to just be a setup for the worst one-liners Well, well that's ever. the worst part, too, is that we, like, the Birds of Prey show up. They take on the Snake Man again, and for some reason, they stand there and say, yeah, run with your tails. They run like, away Take again. them out. Take yep. them out. Yeah. Right there. Stop the bad guys, for Christ's yeah. sake. Yep, it, it's and then Fenice gets away with Santo again. Yeah, it's the worst. It's uh, I always forget his name. The guy in Tombstone that they keep letting him a uh, fucking oh god that uh, Kurt Russell keeps letting go and like yeah you go tell them cowboys what's going on and he always runs away and then comes back fucking fired up again and it just drives me nuts. But yeah, they go then from there and you do the whole thing. We're saying this. The whole flashbacks of her past are all inner, you know put in with this they're all together and it goes it's not like one then the other it's all throughout the issue but it does end up with them becoming the birds of prey i guess because helena now wants to be involved she wants to be there and they well, know especially because who she is especially there. yeah they they decrypt some of oracle faux oracle's information and she has a file on helena bertinelli they put two and two together realize and I, it really seems though be that just because they know it's Helena Bertinelli, now they're a team. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of forced. And, of course, too, that means now she can take off her mask. And now, you know, all this. Yeah. It's just, like you said, well, it is you, very forced. They get back. They feel like, oh, no, I, I figured. Uh, not even, oh, no. I figured out where Faux Oracle is being, like, where she's located. Mm -hmm. Let's go get her. And Hunch is like, yeah, I'm coming with. And she thinks to herself, now that I have this new family, I'm not going to, like, so leave them behind. I'm like, that's pretty Close, like, it's yeah, pretty quick yeah. right now to jump yeah, to family yeah. all of a Actually, sudden. You I hated them that, less than I, 12 hours ago. It's the uh, Supergirl uh, level of family. You Seriously. have to be a family for two minutes, and then you'll do anything for them. And I do like – the only thing that I like now is now that she can take off her mask in front of her uh, – in front of them, now she can get to, down to business like, now we're going to kick ass and then put the mask back on. And it's like a, a really cool move then. You're like, oh, man, she means business now. She put the mask back on. But, yeah, they go off and it really – to me, the next page, they're all on their motorcycles heading off, and that's where she's like, I have family now. <laughs> but I love the art in that page. Yeah, and the great. art itself, this is the best art this, it definitely this is. series has had. Raj. Raj is kicking ass. And really, sure if you want to, I love his character design of Helena when she's young. And when she's back in Sicily and fighting, I like her in the cute. Huntress outfit. I think yeah, she kind of like that. Does that. I just awesome. like how cute she was as a little girl, and it's like almost that thing. Like she's such a cute little girl, but this, you know, the world has made her the Huntress, and I, I really like it. But yeah, they go off. They they have found. Now, they've the been weird, able to track where Oracle is. The weird part of this to me is that it felt like the Bensons needed to fill some page time because. Back on the side, she's going to throw an EMP at the yep. freaking building, a bat EMP, yep. and it's going to take out – how long is it supposed to freaking do it? It's, 90 uh, seconds. 90 seconds. Yep. And they just run in, and now they have to wait for the elevators to turn back on. But they're going to take control of it, but it just didn't seem like it was needed. And, and we find out that uh, this faux Oracle yes. has robot versions of Batman's villains. Yes. Just down at the lobby. Just down in the lobby, hanging out. And the, then, the thing that makes me laugh before you go on, the thing that makes me laugh is – I was thinking, 
right as Barbara throws this EMP uh, batarang, before, what are these robots really doing at that point? Because there is a robot penguin, a Riddler, and a Catwoman, and, and they're a all in the lobby. And a Joker. You don't say, yeah, the Joker is on the side there. Uh, what were they? What, what were they having a fucking party there in the lobby? It makes no sense I, if you I think about what was centuries. going on. It's funny though because the penguin character looks like he might have even been in mid stride at one point, but then the art kind of changes a bit. But they're in a square. They're like standing, looking at each other. It makes no sense. All and I think you're right. This is a one part, uh, and we need some filler. And two parts. Boy, wouldn't it be cool if you had these? Like, what is this no. Oracle doing? Yeah. Sitting around making the Rogues Gallery I, fucking robots? It's so it, weird. It doesn't make sense. The, the EMP feels like such a forced thing, and then we have this whole thing where they they go past these robots, and then we realize the EMP is about to wear off, and they reactivate. But yeah. I'm like. Just the EMP in general to get us to this point, I'm like, it didn't feel like it was needed. Just no. to have that suspense where the no. robots turn and really, back yeah. on. All they, they really no needed to about. do was look in the window and see these things and have to go on and fight them because that's all that happens. Because what it's such a, uh, a, a, a forced way to do this because, like you said, the EMP takes everything out so they can't even do anything. If the EMP went out and it did something where the elevators still work or later, what's, what's the worst part of it? They go in. They're like, oh, my God, the elevators aren't working. Black Canary calls it out later that she won't take the stairs. There yeah. are stairs there. Why didn't they go in and take the goddamn <laughs> stairs and avoid these robots? Like and we saw me, earlier that fucking Batgirl has a grappling gun. Why are we yeah. taking the elevator or the stairs? Yeah. Go in. Even even that, just even if you're just gonna run in and run up the stairs, they are lazy. They are lazy <laughs> fucking heroes. And, and it's just also to me, how's this? Me and you go in, and I say like, oh my god, there's robots, Eric. And you say to me, you know what? We have 15 seconds. Let's fucking decapitate all these. Why did they not? Take care of these robots before that EMP ran out. I don't they, know. Did they, they think they it was like a lobby fight. decoration? I don't know. They wait to fight them. It's so ridiculous. Even if you just knocked them on the ground, fucking started over, kicking yeah. them. Start the fight. Take the fight to them. They wait till the EMP. And, uh, yeah, Batgirl's like, looks like she's shocked. Uh, and the, the, the lines in this are just nonsense. They're fighting. Yeah. And all it is is, hey, let's have some one-liners. So you have Selena fighting and... Uh, going to attack Batgirl, and then Black Canary jumps in. Selena doesn't. Selena purrs. She doesn't say meow. That'll be your head, and knocks the head off. Uh, really? And then the Joker, the joke's he on just you. Laughs, Who's yeah. laughing now, Joker? Then the penguin, penguin shoots the thing, and it's quack, quack. You sound like a duck. And then shoots him in the head. It's such a weird thing that she says. <laughs> it's almost like, I'm like, you sound like a door and then i i punch you it makes no sense and then uh, they're gonna go they get in the elevator and black canary runs off and i will say it confused me a little right away what she was doing because it's a, a silhouette panel i yeah. didn't know what was happening what she's she's circling around so she can completely take care of them with a canary cry why didn't she do that before i say you could do that from the elevator too yeah. you don't you have could to do this all over the place and then she says off after all that work no way i was taking the stairs and that's why i'm like why didn't you take them in the first place it i just, don't think these I, robots you, though like the the direction she's in Batgirl is calling her from the other side she's like i need to be over here so i can canary cry but yeah you'd be canary crying right at yeah. your partner you would be can yeah you would be doing that. It makes no sense what she was doing. She should have jumped in that elevator and Canary cried as they were leaving. Then they yeah. have like such a weird progression where 
uh, Barbara and Black Canary are singing in the elevator. And I, I'm like, what? what? What's going on? Is that I think that what they were playing at is it's it's elevator music. It's the, you know, Muzak going yeah. of a Black Canary song. And they were singing along, maybe, and it was like something like that. But Helena looks pissed. I thought that even it was like that's a team building thing, or it'd be funny if that's what if what I'm saying it's is right. It's an annoying right. thing, is what it is. Yeah, and if it was right, and Helena's like, "Who the fuck is this awful music?" And oh man, <laughs> and you know it'd be kind of funny, but you don't even get that. It's like I, I just, just don't understand panel. where where we got though, because up until this point. Barbara's been taking all this very personally, and yeah. she's been like, you know, really driven. Now she's like, I'm about Joking to face around. the person who's done this. She's singing a little she's song. Singing. She's singing. She's like, singing a on. song. And yeah, is that like you're supposed to think that? You know, I don't even know. Maybe the Bensons are there, and Julie has a really weird habit of when she gets really nervous and upset, she sings. And this is an inside joke. I don't know. I don't know. It just and again, a lot of these things are very small nitpicks but it's just as a whole they just tend to start to just drag me down with this because i do i i wanted to like this book and i haven't liked it at all no. and then they, i they thought go, this is gonna be the redemption of the birds of prey yeah. that we had previously yeah then when they get to where the oracle quote-unquote oracle must be behind this door and are do you have the book open yeah look at black canary she looks like she has been out drinking for like seven days. She looks awful. Haggard. Like, I love the art. I, I don't love it. I really do like the art in this issue. Especially oh, the compared, art we've had so far. Yeah, compared to what we've had. That right there, Black Canary is aged 50 years. She might be doing meth. Hey I there, do, honey. I do, yes, you want a good time? Where's that oracle? I want I to have a word a with it. Oh, my God. She looks awful. <laughs> but, yeah, they go in, and there is a pretty much a crazy stalker room of yeah, bar you got a shit ton of monitors up yeah. with bar, like batgirl's face on it and you even have a batgirl costume in a glass case yeah, yeah. which oh. i kind of like because it looks like the old style yeah, batgirl costume, like old which style. i kind of hope that barbara gets at the end of this so we can get rid of this burn side look well it's funny too but on the other side you see the bottom of what even appears to be what might be the batman 66 Barbara Gordon as well. It kind of looks like that belt on the other side of the room there. You just see the bottom half of it. So oh, he, yeah. Pers- I didn't even take yeah, notice. The person that. Yeah, has more, right. but that to me looks like the Batman 66. And the other thing, I'm like, this guy or girl, whoever it is, fancy. They don't even have pictures. They have actual monitors with, with her picture on. They they are fancy. They drink what they're picking this is up. This is a Rockefeller. Jesus Christ. But yeah, uh, you get the idea that, oh my God. yarn all over the place. Yeah, and it, it, it really... Yeah, it should have yarn throughout, and it really Digital does kind of turn Lasers. it into it turn. Yeah, it turns. <laughs> that'd be great. Fucking laser show going. It turns it into what now appears to be like a psychopathic fucking fan. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm your biggest fan. It, it does change the tone to me of what was going on before. I thought it was somebody who. Now again, you still have to under you know figure out what it is. I'm hoping it's not that trope of. You know, you were my big, I was your biggest fan, but then you let me down, so I'm going to be a better ver. You know, that whole thing. We've seen that a, a trillion times in every book. I hope that there is something clever to why they are stalking her, because uh, uh, the biggest fan, whoever it is, doesn't seem to be doing things 
as a biggest fan. Like they are trying to. No, fuck up with until him. this point, it was just somebody who seemed to take the Oracle name and was doing the yeah. exact opposite of what yeah. the like Barbara yeah. was and doing. And that's as what I, I like. That, but it's weird throwing this in, though. This Agreed. may be a little red herring because they did, you know, the whoever Oracle is. First off. Probably heard them fighting those goddamn robots downstairs and and fucking bail. But even oh, so, yeah. it's always like one step ahead. And now, what uh, it's going to turn out to be is that while in her time in Shanghai and freaking Korea and all this other shit, mm-hmm. Barbara Gordon lost her mind and she's doing this herself. Well, that's here's the thing. That would be like Fugue, like in the Batgirl burn side. Fugue's back and now has convinced her, like taken part of her mind. It, it really, when I went in, when they opened that door, I actually thought to myself, you know what? If they're going to do that thing with Barbara, she's her worst, own worst enemy. <laughs> But yeah, she, no, she's a sleepwalker. That Barbara, yeah, yeah, really, a sleep. Killer. And what does any of this have to do with the realtors who keep coming to the goddamn apartment? Know, and even at one point, they're like, "Oh, we nailed them." And and uh, Ooh, Black the Hair's like, "What the realtors?" I'm like, "These realtors, really, the realtors, fucking realtors." Uh, I don't like this series at all. I didn't like this. I don't like the series at all. This issue might be one of those I did not like it. I didn't like it as a whole. I thought a lot of things were forced. It's Though, rinse and repeat of everything we've had maybe, with the series so far, except may, for the Hell in the backstory. Only, the only hope I have, though, is it kind of does have the feeling of we're going to go on with the book from here. Like, maybe this will be a shitty issue that will springboard this this series into something better because now we have the Hell in stuff. We know exactly what they're going with. That's out of the way. We have – it looks like we're going to find out who this Oracle is soon, and the, the sooner the better. I don't I don't really I think this is a very pretty lame first arc. Very. And only because again it people who didn't read the new 52 and all that and they might be sick of hearing us say this and that about the new 52 but this whole thing of another oracle we've already had. We've yeah. had this before so it's it the does, first arc of me, the Batgirl Burnside. Yeah, so as I'm reading it it even seems to be treading things again and and really at one point Barbara should be like god damn it why do people always want to be oracle? Uh but yeah, I hope that this issue, which I didn't like that much, uh, is actually the stepping stone towards a better book where you have the – now you have them as a team at least. Yes, yeah. it was forced. At least they're a team. They, they're they going forward. They're going to do this, and uh, hopefully they act as a team. I don't want to have a book where you have Helena – like one arc is Helena doing something. This one is Barbara. This is Barbara doing. Now, is that what's going to happen after this that – you know, now the birds of prey are going to focus on Helena's problems. Now, Black Canary, ooh, this and that. Well, I don't I, want that. I want though, a team book. By the by, the time this is done, we'll finish Barbara's problems yeah, and, and, and Helena's. Helena. Yep, it, that's what I hope it's uh, clean. Like you said, Fenice might be Fenice Bertinelli, and and if that's the case, she can get done with that. Like you said, and then we move on. But this issue actually does seem like it's starting to want to get things done. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Because we are in issue four and we but haven't gotten what a lot done so at all. far, though, I don't have like a, a great, you don't, like, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're I don't saying. Have you don't have confidence that writing, they're going to, yeah. yeah, you don't have confidence they're going to do that, but we'll see. Uh, the other thing, maybe, uh, this is one of those books that we've talked about that since it's monthly, the pacing really does seem off because we're not getting two issues a month and we're, we're not giving it its fair shake because of that. But it does seem like every time I read, I'm like, DC's fucking on my comic yeah, reading biological as, clock. Yeah, and it, yeah, as I'm reading it though, I, I am keep thinking to myself like, Jesus Christ, let's get going. Let's do something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what did you give it? I gave it a 5.8 out of 10. Yeah, and that I, was mostly for the art, which I think yeah. this is the strongest art we've had in the series so yeah, far. I'd, I'd give it a six. Uh, and, 
I don't know. I I like the art a lot more. Like you said, I do like the art a lot more. And I, it's weird. I was really at points starting to like Claire Rose art, and I'm assuming she's going to be back the next issue. Um, but I started liking it, but then she'd always have that panel that threw me off, and you would that always point them out. Yeah, you'd always point it out in, on the the podcast where I would go through, and I'm like, I think I I really like this art, and then you tell them like, oh, what happened there? Jesus Christ! Uh, but I will say also with uh, with Raj, um, I don't. This is probably the first issue that I didn't say like, oh, look at how forced the Batgirl Burnside costume is and stuff like that. It all felt natural and and seemed to flow really well. But I hope that things keep getting a little bit better. I don't know. I want to like this book, which is... I I was really looking forward to this when it was announced, but anymore, I'm like, oh, it's got to review this again. Yeah, I don't even have to joke about a segue because this next book, I feel the exact same way. And really... We said about the synergy of books, not even knowing it, now that we talked about Birds of Prey, I think this is the perfect book to go right after it because I feel the same exact way, and it's Supergirl. Supergirl number three, written by Steve Orlando, art by Brian Chang, Michael Atea, and Steve Wands. Supergirl continues, and while I like a bunch of things that Steve Orlando is giving the reader, the overall story progression is not good at all. I vote yes, Eric, yes to more Cyborg Superman and Argo City, but I vote a big no to Cat Grant and Cameron Chase and the forced dialogue that we get from every single character in this. Really, we have Cyborg Superman. I think we might also have Cyborg Supergirl, Cyborg uh, fucking the Danvers. Everybody's a goddamn robot in this. Cyborg freaking Cat Grant because it's heavy-handed. But I guess we will just have to go uh, facts of life here and take the good and take the bad and hope in the end the former wins out in the end. Yeah, I was laughing when I, I did this. Uh, I, I, uh, people know, I'm not a huge fan of Steve Orlando, but I am a huge fan of Supergirl and I'm not talking TV show. I'm not talking Helen Slater, Eric. I'm talking pure comic book. I'm talking Helen Slater. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Supergirl as a comic book character. I love the book Supergirl. Well, this I, is I've one told of those. You many, I've told you many times where I'm more of a fan of the Superman family, like Superboy and Supergirl, than I am of actual Superman. Yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah. and now I have no Superboy because Khan's out, and this is the Supergirl we're getting, and I, yeah, I don't like it. No, I, I don't either. I, like, and Everybody it, was complaining in the New 52. Like The biggest problem with that Supergirl series is that she was always angry and raging out. And in this issue, I feel she should be more than she is. Well, it's like, even here, funny. There's like no emotion to me. Not even people. But when this in the rebirth issue of this series, Cameron Chase calls out the reason she's supposed to be with the DEO is because she fucking was too crazy and, and would fucking wig out and get all fucking mad. And you don't get hardly any emotion from her at all in this book. And this is a a, a thing that this story is personal. This Harry. is her, what she thought was her dead dad, who's Cyborg Superman, who they did fight before, which they want to kind of, you know, skirt the issue a little bit. But this is what you're getting. And I love the idea. If you told me, hey, what this first arc is going to be is Cyborg Superman comes back. It's Kara's dad. He wants to bring Argo City back. He's mad because she is now assuming this, you know, Earth bound identity thing and he wants to you know get her back to the roots and all this but he wants doesn't to be reunited with his daughter this would be great i'm like yes that sounds awesome somehow it got put through the steve orlando ringer i don't know because i, I like really, that ringer I, well here's the weird thing the guy and this book is the one when when they announced supergirl it was like almost like oh there's gonna be a supergirl book i'm in because i yeah. finished the supergirl book and loved it and i'm like it's me 
oh, it's Steve Orlando. I'm like, huh, really? And then when I thought about it, I really wanted this to be the book. This was going to be the book for me where how there's those people who read Midnighter. And it clicked with them. Oh, my yeah. God, this is – and I'm not even saying because of what sexual preferences or whatever. Whatever the case may be, it clicked with certain people. They loved it. They think I see these reviews, people giving it 10s when I thought it was a 4. Yeah. I thought I thought this was going to be the book that clicked with me, that I was going to be like – I'd read it. I'm like, God damn it. Now I see why he gets these accolades, and I see why DC signed him exclusive. I see why they give him these fucking big events, and they're going to do JLA, this in the JLA. Whatever. I see what's going on. I finally do. I get it. I don't get it. No. Nope. I, I, I don't. And this coming after the Monster Men story, then I really don't get it. But even then, to me, I wanted this book to be like, you know what? Steve Orlando gets the character of Supergirl. Yeah, he may not get Batman. He may not get the the whole vigilante and Gotham thing. That's he might be doing something crazy. Up. He thinks that Midnighter's this the way he should sound. Yeah, Who yeah, knows? and that's you know, but... what he thinks. It just doesn't click with me. But I wanted him to be like, this is the book. And really leading into this, of all the characters that he's doing in all these books, it really seemed like he was centering like Supergirl was his thing. Like, oh, my God, this is a dream come true. I'm doing Supergirl. I'm like, okay, we'll get it. But it's so forced and the dialogue just the, like you said and i said it's very robotic you you get scenes where you just have characters talking and i don't have any connection i don't have a connection because what we said about the danvers being hardly parents but i did like they were tryhards they were yeah, really I like trying. that as well it's me the and best you series. me and you came up with theories we thought that by now we were going to find that the danvers have been trying to have kids and yeah. couldn't and this was their chance that this is why they jumped at it we haven't gotten we may get that at some point you would have thought that would have been a big thing you would have thought up until now you'd get this connection with these characters enough that when cyborg superman comes down and says listen they're not your parents. You actually, as a reader, go, you son of a bitch. They are. Look at what they're – they're so yeah. much better than you. They're trying. But you, you don't get that. Everything that's happening is being forced and told to you what is supposed to be happening, and I just don't get it. And you have Supergirl. It starts off Supergirl is like – she, Cyborg Superman, came, told her, listen, I brought back Argo City. I'm going to do this. And Kara's like, I know that, you know, it's Cyborg Superman. I know he's an awful person, but, uh, hey, uh, Eliza and Jeremiah. Somewhere Amber, in that metal shell, he's my daddy. Yeah, he's my dad, but I also have to figure out – I have to see. I can't yeah. just – and I, I understand Seems that. believing. I, and I understand it because this would be something that, you know, she'd go to bed and sit there. Is he lying to me? Like she really wants proof and she wants to see it, what's going on. And also it leads into later her even saying, I got to see if he's on the up and up because yeah. he, he's not good. He does not seem to be good. And so she wants to go see it. And Eliza's like, well, if you're going to go, I'm your mother and I'm coming with you. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by this? Yeah, I, I, Really? I'm like, what? what? I'm that telling you, Adam, even we have the robotic dialogue. I'm telling you, where I feel there should be more emotion coming from Kara in this, but there are no – I don't even know how to put this. There are no consequences to doing anything in a anything. government organization like the DEO. And because of that, I think that that leads also from these weird transitions and scenes where, like you said, it's like, nope, you're going to fly into space. I'm going to commandeer a spaceship and come with you. And then yeah. it just goes to the next scene, and you're well, left you thinking, like, probably yeah, not. Yeah, you know what? It might be foolish, but hey, 
I'm a fool. And but, yeah, hey, basically, everybody knows I'm your parent. Yeah, yeah. Like, and what? this whole parent thing, and even when Jeremiah's like, he has some lines that like, listen, we don't want you to go into space and fly all this way to Argo City because you just got your powers back and we don't know. Okay, I get it. But that also points to me as like, they've only been her parents for less than that. It, it's nonsense. It's like two weeks in my yeah, mind. Yeah. And they're like, nope. At, at this point, because Supergirl is going to fly into space, Eliza is going to put her life and her career and everything that she has done in her entire life on the line just because she thinks that, yep, you know what, Supergirl? This alien girl yeah, I've known for two I, weeks. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't want to lose you know, an alien daughter because it's hard to get those. It really <laughs> is. Like you said, not only do they not have consequences, but they don't have consequences to what appears to be the most craziest thing they're going to do in their entire life. But yeah, yeah, she commandeers the spaceship. And I said to you before we started, that doesn't seem like a thing you can do. No. Like not even just in real life, even in this universe, in the DCU, to me, you can't just like, hey, it, look, your shoes are untied. These guys go to t- untie and you go off in a spaceship. I, how do you blast off in a spaceship without even showing it? They don't even show it. They're no, just in space. Just in space. Yeah, they're flying. Like, do you remember uh, in The Force Awakens when Poe Dameron goes and steals that TIE fighter, how much of a problem it was? Yeah, yeah, it was a problem. And that made it, you know, the tension of that, and it made it seem like it was really something that, you know, you had. he does it, and it it has some substance to it because it really, they almost died this. Like, I imagine fucking Eliza walks into the D.O., hey, guys, I'm going to take a spaceship out for a spin. I'll be back in a couple hours. All right, Eliza. I'm telling you, I think that they're so tired. She walks in, points up in the sky, look, a dead bird. They look up. And then, whoop, 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 whoop. Off they go. (laughs) And then they turn around. Hey, dead birds don't fly. Hey, where'd she go? And nobody, but yet they do. <laughs> We're missing a spaceship over here. What's yeah. going hey, on? Hey, somebody's gonna be in trouble for that. Ooh, wah, I'm wah, taking my wah. break. Uh, see, yeah, really, I'm on break, buddy. Hey, don't worry. We're union. All, all of a sudden, the what, like freaking uh, Cameron Chase comes back, and it's ju- it's fucking Judge uh, Reinhold there. Like, I hope you had fun taking your shit. Yeah, he's yelling. He, now, it, that, in the next scene, the guy's in the fucking captain's outfit, the fucking pirate. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, All of a sudden, this so book ridiculous. becomes Fast Times of Ridgemont High. Yeah, it's Fast Times of Ridgemont High. Then next, now, Jeremiah Danvers, he's Damone. He's going to get Supergirl tickets to Van Halen, and then he <laughs> fucking rapes a girl. As he's going to knock I'm up concerned. Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, no, it's not. Now, in this one, it's actually Helen Slater, so that oh. we can have some freaking synergy with the Supergirl. But, yeah, she's going to go off to Argo City. They, it ends up being hovering outside of Saturn. And I, yep. I, it threw me off. And you even said you get the idea that it is because it is traveling. Yeah. But they never really spell. All Kara says is Argo City lives. Hey, it's got engines. Really? Oh, damn And then her big thing is she goes in, and also you have these weird circuit board things around uh, the panels, and they don't even make much sense. But it, it's it's Cyborg Superman watching and seeing what's going. It, it's not well played. And uh, her big thing, it was silent. Now I can hear it's lurching, grinding. Argo's oh. here, but what has he done? Oh and, God, damn, Steve Orlando. No, it's so heavy handed, and. You the problem is is you get heavy handed and you could you could argue with me and say in the Midnighter book oh you know what that's Midnighter he's this uh, he's got a fight computer he's like an he's action over hero. the top yeah this is a teenage girl that he's really tried to set up from the beginning 
seemed like we were going to get a lot of this like teenage problems involved. I liked, I liked the idea that they were using Supergirl and you were finding like, she's going to learn to drive, but she's upset because the technology was so much better. That's the shit I really like. And yeah, I did too. We've, we've gone completely from that, even though the cyborg Superman, the concept of the story, I think is great. I really do. Superman is one of my favorite villains. I was happy as hell to see him here. Even like, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of the Zor-El remake for the new 52, but I just like cyborg Superman. Yeah. yeah. And And, and at points he looks awesome in here. He's the best part of this book. Every time he shows up, he looks amazing. He looks great. And, uh, there's Supergirl, she lands, and now she wants to find, you know, what is this abomination that daddy, my dad is doing? doing? And you you're go, so crazy, daddy. and yeah, you so crazy. And what happens then is throughout this issue, then you are going to continue uh, a pretty much the premise of Supergirl saying this is a nightmare. Whether yep. it's the city, whether it's the inhabitants, whether it's actually Cyborg Superman, and Cyborg Superman just saying, no, no, I, ex- I, I really, I expect his voice to be, if it's not robotic, if it was just like, it's like, this is an abomination, this is a, a awful dad. Uh, no, it isn't. Eh, whatever. No, no. You know what? I, that's what you, you get, wanted. You haven't seen He's, the big picture yet. He seems doing, so I'm, bored. I'm doing it, this for you, baby yeah, girl. It's like, uh, it's for you. Uh, you know, it, it, it'll be okay. This is what you wanted. And then her like, what? No, no, it isn't. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what we wanted, right? That's what you, it, where's my yeah. line? Every, He's yelling. Every, he seems bored. okay now, baby. Yeah, it's like, don't worry, it'll be fine. He says it over and over again, and it gets to the point where you do see the uh, cyborgs, the other cyborgs, which we it was hinted before. We yeah. had that cliffhanger with their mom, and there's her mom. And, and Alora's back, she's all cyborged well, out. And, and yeah, and before that, uh, because Steve Orlando must have realized, you know what, I really haven't shown any connection with her and her mother. Let's throw a flashback in with this pet name that she doesn't like, and it's so forced. It just happens, and it's like, what is it, Karazuzu? Karanizu. Karanizu. And she's like, you're an... And actually, at one point, she's like, you know you're not supposed to call me that. And I thought, boy, what did they pass a law in Argo City against this name? It seemed really important. I don't know. But... My mother used to call me Booger when I was a kid, and I used to yell at her about calling yeah, me Yeah, but that, I, so. it just was weird. Like, I'm saying, you would be like, Mom, you know I hate that, or don't call me that. She's like, you know you're not supposed to... I'm, what is she going to do? She's going to kill somebody. But then that's the turnaround then is when she sees the cyborg who is, quote, unquote, lifeless, Eric, um, a shell of a woman. Uh, she says, well, you know what? I just she, want she, you to call me is, this no, name. She has the memories of Laura. She, yeah, it's just a, She up, can move. She has her body, but she doesn't have the spark yeah, of life. But it's yet. weird. But it doesn't really spell it out because nope. th- what, is, what, is, uh, what does she say to, to Supergirl at any point in this issue? Nothing. nothing nothing i don't know you never get the idea of what exactly these cyborgs are if you don't get this quote-unquote spark of life this ore of lifeness it's so bad uh that they're just gonna be psycho killers because they don't have a soul really it is pointing towards them not having a soul doesn't want to say that because it gets hokey and uh, you throw you're throwing religion a bit in there and it, it isn't you know but is it you don't even get this whole thing like Cyborg Superman saying, listen, you're going to have to let me do this or your mother is going to be this fucking shell of a thing that is going to go nuts or it's not going to do this or that or the other thing. You never learn anything. 
that you don't know anything. They just need the quote unquote spark of life. And it, it just drove me nuts. Hey, Jim. But like I said, that this force thing of the, oh, you know what, mom? I just wish that I could hear you say that name. That it, it means nothing. It doesn't even hit any sort of emotions because we just saw that three panels before. It, hey, it Jim. Just, there was no Jim. setup. Here we go. The spark of life is people. Yeah, it is people. It, it spark of life seems to be an or. He claims it's an or. I love the line too. He's like an or, not not rare rare enough, but not rare enough to get. But yeah, you get the idea that I don't know. Tell me where how you get the spark of life from a person into Draw a cyber life. Now, I I'm expecting them to have like one of those like brain switching things where you have the two people on a fucking you know tables next to each other tubes and going i, I imagine the spark of life is just like you know you have a big ass blender you throw a person in and then the robot drinks the shake it's just yeah i don't know because that's a fucking rare ore right there yeah because later on you see where they get the spark but up until then we're just we, gonna go do we really see where they i get know the spark? we don't well that's what i'm saying we don't get a, a lot of information is pushed to the side it's alluded to it's never given but you go back to earth and it's nonsense you go back and there's yeah and you go to catco and you have ben rubel the ben rubel era the ben rubel that kara and him just had a giant argument about last the last thing we had and kara was the bitch oh yeah basically we found out last issue that ben is doing this to prove everyone wrong because what we thought was he was living on the streets. Yeah, he's now a, he's you get the doors, idea you know. that he has just kind of been cut off from his rich family and now he's battling for his parents' attention be- between vodka tonics, Cat Grant says. And again, it is the worst dialogue. It is not real. He gets away with it a bit because Cat Grant is always over the top. Um, but it's just even that whole thing. Hey, are you bouncing? Where's that bouncing boy? I don't bounce that much anymore. Uh, oh. What? And then what happens is Cat Grant's like, what the fuck? Where's this Kara? Where's Kara Danvers? She had a follow-up today, never showed up. All of a sudden, Ben jumps in with a story that is too close to home. It's way too it close is to not home. Ben, and also, Ben has all we've learned from Ben so far, or seeing Ben, was that he would do anything to get on top. Like, this yeah. is a guy who you're like, hey, Kara Danvers had a follow-up. Why isn't she here? That Ben would be She's like, She's a I drunk. Don't, yeah, I, I think Ben would just be like, basically like, I don't know. Guess she doesn't find this important. Guess you know, I like, guess she's pretty unreliable. Yeah, shit like that. But no, she, he says, hey, she's got family in town, a cousin visiting from the Midwest. Now, also, that still doesn't explain why she's not there. This, I, If I'm Cat Grant, I'm like... What the fuck? What does she well, think? You, this? What is this? A fucking, you know, the the welcome wagon? Get her ass in here. If you know all this so much, get her on the goddamn phone right now and tell her she better be I'm, here in five minutes. That's, a th- that's the thing. Is I'm going to go to my first day of work. I'm going to have the interview. I'm going to get hired. First day of work, I'm going to show up because i got a cousin in town. Sorry. Yeah, cousin's in town. And not only that, but this seems to – it. this is something special. This yeah, is a – It's a big a, deal. You know, this is a grant. This is the cat grant. Grant, Oof. Eric. The grant yeah. grant. And Terry Kurtzberger put her only, fucking goddamn. Yeah, uh, Terry Kurtzberger had a she, she went a out on, on the, the line limb. for Kara. And really, Terry Kurtzberger, luckily, her reputation is impeccable. You cannot <laughs> that is solid steel that cannot be broken down. It's the best reputation ever. But I, I'd love it if Kat's like, I gotta call this Terry Kurtzberger. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But uh, no, it's like so 
ridiculous. I told you, I had a job the one summer that I came home from uh, college, and it was at a crazy, funny cardboard box factory, Eric. Yeah. And and legitimately, and we were told that you have this job for the summer. It was only a summer job, but if I was late thirty set ten seconds any day that whole summer, immediately fired. Like yeah. that's how it was because there were so many people who wanted this job. Uh, and I was just a summer deal. So I wasn't part of the union at that point. And I was told, I'm serious, where even to the point where you'd go and wait, and you know me, then I am so fucking paranoid and so oh, scared yeah. that I wait. And people would start trying to fuck with you so that you couldn't clock in. It was fucked up. But this is like, like you said about not having circa, you know, not having any sort of, uh, consequences. Uh, things, yeah, consequences. It's right here because she is not showing up, and it's okay because the whole thing becomes a joke. With oh, she's to be this mouse's guide to modern life, and that's the line. She Ben Rubel says she's got family in town, a cousin visiting from the Midwest, which you know that's a little too close to being Superman. And it's Cat sorry, Grant like, says, "Hey Ben Rubel, did you watch the first few episodes of yeah, season two yeah. of Supergirl? What are you to- doing yeah, here?" Yeah, really. And then Cat Grant says, "And she's to be this mouse's guide to modern life." I get the reference. It's so heavy-handed. Uh, he's doomed. Without question, but they'll go down together, says Ben Robel. And then the, the thing ends with Ben Robel walking off and Cat Grant, fine, you're covering for her. That development interests me. That development interests me. I'll game it out for now. Game it out. Game it I, I out. Don't know, I don't know where these what people – talks like that? <sighs> Fucking, uh, unbelievable, this dialogue. Hey, let's jump to like some other parts of no consequences. Well, when we find again, out yeah. freaking Cameron Chase is in the middle of a goddamn war zone. In a war and she's zone. Talking to, yeah, she's talking to Jeremiah. Well, Jeremiah says, look, um, you know, Liza and uh, Supergirl, they went off into space. So we're her parents. You can't really do anything because I felt it was okay. Oh, you're right, Jeremiah. Yeah. My bad. So funny in this uh, freaking she – she is Cameron Chase is lit, literally talking on an earpiece while firing a gun at people. Shit is blowing up, and fucking Jeremiah doesn't even have the. He has such balls. He's hitting a heavy bag. He doesn't even stop. He's just fighting. He's fucking working out. And yeah, he says, "Hey, you tasked us. I, I don't even like that. You tasked us with being her parents. I thought we were doing our job. And uh, you know, and again, okay, you're you're trying to." you know argue your point to get out and of this. basically she in my says mind, but... yeah and then cam of that now she is in the middle there are bullets flying by her they need supergirl to end this supergirl should be there to just fly in and say hey everybody calm down you over there you're under arrest she's not there and so that they are there are people dying all around because of this and she says you know what you're not specifically wrong now get the hell off my line. I'm telling you, she called him. She called him. There's no reason why he would have called and been boxing. She's like, where the fuck is Supergirl? Call him. And now she's going to yell. It, every Nothing transitions into no. anything properly. And like you no, said, th- so now no, you have Cat th- Grant. You didn't show up. That's okay. You have Cameron Chase, yeah. who the whole thing was set up. that She, she went to save people on a, a fucking train. And Cameron Chase went ballistic on her. Now she's in space after commandeering a fucking a spaceship with, with Eliza. It's nonsense. It really is. Now, huh. I will tell you that me earlier saying there's no emotion to this issue. There is some decent fight scenes going on with Supergirl and uh, yeah, Cyborg yeah, Superman, but- which is the, my like my thought is it's the best part of the book. Yeah, kind it of. is. And but yeah, I really want more. That's where she more. shows the most emotion. But yeah. I'm like, 
she I don't know. She should be raging at more. She should almost be trying to destroy these abominations oh, yeah. that are taking the likeness of her friends and family. Yeah, and, th- and that's the next thing is with the mother. And she should go ballistic on Cyborg Superman. Like, how dare you? That is not mom. I knew, you know, you and the whole thing was she left when she got sent, when, when uh, Zorel sent her to Earth. She left thinking he was a great guy and something yeah. went wrong and she doesn't even have that conflict here like she had in other when last issue she even said, I don't even know what happened to him after I left, you know. Even even before that, even in the rebirth and, and on, like the first issue I think it was, where Cameron Chase even kind of spelled out like we looked at the, the sun's you know, thing, what is it? I always hear the sunstone. We looked at the sunstone and yeah, we don't trust your kind because your dad tried to do this and she's like, What do you mean? My dad, he was a good guy i don't know what happened afterwards you don't even get that you just but i do like you like you said you get the emotion here you need more you know what i mean it's not enough because she just almost she sees her mom and does get mad and says oh she's just metal and this this is when he keeps pleading his case no no it's not a nightmare we'll get the spark of life but even this fight scene between them is a little bit confusing to me because yeah. at one point it looks like she might have uppercutted him through Argo City's fucking uh, you know shield barrier shield yeah. and into one of Saturn's moons. But I didn't know when I was reading it the first time. I thought that he, it was her saying like "fuck it, I'm out" and and went away and and still it just it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that's the one thing you're right that that this is the best part. It's the best part of a shit. That's where she's finally issue. fucking showing some goddamn yeah. emotion in this book. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just that I just feel like she sees all this this terrible thing that's befallen her people. Yes, she fights her father, Cyborg Superman, but then she gets wrapped up with some mechanical pieces and gets put in this yeah. goddamn makeshift to like you know robotic jail. Yeah, and it's it's just kind of over. Like, yeah, okay, and- Kara, you said your piece now. We, I gotta do what I gotta do. You, yeah. you like it, don't worry. Yeah, man. you're gonna like it. He keeps saying, like, listen, this is how we, we just, you know, the plan, just let the plan happen. Let the process happen. It's gonna end up okay. I want you to be happy. I expected you to be happy. Uh, I'll make it up to you. But it's not, it's so, I said, it's weird to say that Cyborg Superman is too robotic, but it's not just him. It's just the whole concept of what he's saying. He is a, a one-trick pony and a broken record, but not with any substance behind it. He's not like – he hasn't shown me as the reader that he means well or that he doesn't mean well. He's just kind of in the middle, and it's, it's, it's like kind of like a boring – yeah, it's kind of like a boring cyborg Superman that, uh, like, really to me, this cyborg Superman in the Argo City thing is the thing that we really always like about Lex Luthor. That Lex thinks he's doing the right thing. In Lex's yeah. mind, he is doing the right the thing. The ends everybody, justify the means. And yeah, the ends justify the means. It doesn't matter what other people think. They'll, at the, you know, in Lex's mind, they think at the end they're going to, like, oh my God, Lex was right. Thank God. And start applauding him. Uh, I don't even get, I just get the idea cyborg Superman is just, going through the motions like you can tell that you're reading a comic i'm not getting sucked into the story because no. everything with cyborg superman is just it's fucking connect the dots of, of the story without any emotion and any back and any setup to to make me want more i would love it if somehow steve orlando made me conflicted of like you know what I know that what he's doing is wrong, but 
boy, he really does love his daughter. And, oh, he really wants this. You don't even get you, – you're not even getting the whole, like, you know what? Krypton should live. And we're, you don't even get that. You don't get – or Argo City was the greatest city in the universe. Or, and I'm going to bring it back. It's all just – I thought you'd like this, Kara. No, like the most emotion we get out of Cyborg Superman, which I really liked, is when we yes. find out that it yes, looks like Laura part. has killed yes. Eliza. It, this and is he, the she best brings part. the body yeah. out and yep. cares, like, no, my mother, my friend. She's like, that is not your mother, yeah. okay? That's like, the best he, part. He gets that, angry at yeah. Like, he yeah, gets I angry. That. And I like that. I actually would have liked through this whole thing of him like, your fake life you're trying to do here, you know, almost like instead of this, oh, my God, I, I really want you to be happy, daughter, and you won Argo City. I would have liked the whole thing of him coming back and saying, listen, you bitch. You fucking forget who you are. You're you're fucking betraying your people, and now I'm gonna show you. And that's you know why what? she'd be like imprisoned. We, we say that, but for some reason, when you just say it out loud there, I'm like, are we talking about Raptor now? Yeah, Nightwing? really. Well, like, it does. It sounds like this. it. It sounds like it. But again, that that is a trope of whatever. Yeah. It is a, a generic story. But in, with a good writer, you you could have a good story. But that's oh, yeah. what I you know I I don't mind that. We have gotten that before. We get that all the time. Even like a uh, eradicate showing up and yelling about john being an abomination uh you know that he's not true kryptonian whatever we do get that but uh i don't know this story just is blah to me it's just down the middle and well, not I don't, only that, like, i just don't have when, an emotional connection to it when she brings out eliza we find out that like somehow the process has worked with the ore of life because yeah. apparently the you get of it life. from people and i i don't get the impression that Alora is now you know alive Yep. But yeah. now Superman, uh, Cyborg Superman and the rest of the Cyborg freaking Argo citizens are going to fly yeah. to Earth to go harvest the rest of humanity. Yeah, well, but yeah. like we don't get the idea that Aurora is alive from this process that he's talking about. Well, Eric, the, the spark of life is the odic force. You know that. Doesn't everybody know that? Everybody knows. I mean, it's pretty common knowledge that each of these citizens' hearts absorbs the odic force with a biocapacitor of Cyborg Superman's design. He says this like this is Obviously. such common knowledge, but he says, and he's like, I was prepared to test the this in the field. The Odic Force? Yeah, the Odic Force, biocapacitor. And he says, I was prepared to test this in the field, but thanks to you, I already know the process works. And that's when they bring out Eliza. I'm like, does that mean she's dead? She yeah, and does that dead. mean Aurora's alive now? And I, I, what I said before, look at her hair when they come out. Now she has that ponytail again. Her hair yeah. length changes. But yeah, it ends with her. You think she's dead? I don't know. And the whole thing is that the process works, and now Cyborg Superman says, now I'm going to go. We're not here to save, you know. Uh, Jarrell thought that Earth was a savior. Nope, it's going to be the fucking sacrifice. We're going to invade Earth, and they all fly off to go attack Earth. And I just was like, I, I've had enough. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it's weird. I, I want to like this book. I really do. And I think that there are parts that are interesting enough. But Steve Orlando, he's just so heavy-handed. I just – I don't understand how he – I don't know. I don't know I, why people like it. I, I really don't. I don't know don't. why either. The dialogue yeah. is not great. I'm, even the art in this, like there's a lot of uh, spaces where uh, Supergirl only has like a dot – two dots for eyes and a dot for her nose. And that's yeah. – and I'm like – and even at the beginning when she's talking to Eliza and Jeremiah, Jeremiah about going yeah. to space, she looks like she's eight years old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's weird. It, it goes from like way over-the-top cartoony – but the cy cyborg Superman is not quite like Spot that, on. so he Every does look time great. It seems like. Yeah, I'm telling you, at the one point where you're saying they look like Cabbage Patch Kids 
or I said to you, look like in the uh, another brick in the wall part yeah. of of the, the Pink wall. Floyd's The Wall movie, where they're all like these like fucking you know I don't know what you're, they're supposed to be like fucking generic type things, but they their faces are all fucking bulbous and and just I it's nonsense. Uh, but what would you give it? I gave it. A, I'll just I gave it a six when I reviewed it. I think I might have went a little high now I'm that sorry. I looked at it again, but it's just because. I do like Cyborg Superman, so do and I. I do like the the concept is good. Like we we talk about these other books that we get mad at, like a Justice League. It always comes back to Justice League, and Justice League. The concepts of the stories are just not good. Like that, it starts from there. The concept of the story is not bad. I, I like it. I like the whole. It just now, doesn't again, make sense all the way around. Well, that's the problem. Is I think the concept of this book. Might have been it's Cyborg Superman coming with Argo City. I think this was what was given to say, "Hey, Steve Orlando, this first arc, we need you to do this, this, and this." And he doesn't seem like he know. It's not that he doesn't know what's going on, but I just don't think he knows how to tell this story and how to get the emotions and how uh, we're you're not giving us a lot of Kara's background. But yet we're supposed to be very emotionally attached to her and Cyborg Superman and Argo City and all this, but we haven't gotten enough of that to go to get that. I, yeah. I really, it's just weird. But what would you give it? I'd give it a five point five. The art was very right. inconsistent for me. I loved everything we had with Cyborg Superman, and I'm just not a fan of the dialogue and the, just the lack of emotion going on. I'm telling you, this should be like the biggest deal that Supergirl has ever had, and she, yeah. you know, she fights for a little bit, and then she just kind of gave up. And, yeah. yeah, this no. is her and, – and really, again, uh, you have the thing where you don't ever get the idea. This to her is all of a sudden her dad that she in her mind knew months ago is now Cyborg Superman. Like this this isn't like, oh, my God, I forgot about my dad. I haven't seen my dad in seven years. And, oh, yeah. here he comes back in my life. Oh, whoop-de-doo. And it's this not is... a bad continuation from where we left off in the New 52 Supergirl no. series where she first fought Cyborg yeah. Superman because – he made her forget that yeah, he was her yeah. father. All yeah. of that was taken away. So she just knew Cyborg Superman as somebody that she fought before. Yeah. And it's not a bad continuation. It's just like you, you, he sacrificed himself to become Cyborg Superman again to save his daughter. And now yeah. we're going through all this remember, shit. Where, remember, they did get a little fucking hokey with how they did explain how that was with what he did and what he yeah. didn't do. But it's okay. Like you said, it is something that happened in New 52. So – it, it was a good continuation. It's just like I said, it just seems, I don't just know. Just this fucking ore of life. I, don't, I need the yeah. spark of life. I'm like, get the There's fuck always out something. Of here. There's always something in these books that drives me nuts when, when he is involved. It's like, it's like the Monster Men story out of nowhere. You're like you're doing just, good and you went out of your way to make it hokey. Yeah, yeah. You you had the big kaijus and that they ended up being tied in with, you know, they were the, the things and the big baby. and The, the grief just, and manipulation. Always, yeah, and there's always – and yet it didn't make sense. Oh. It didn't make sense at all. But, yeah, I, I just – it drives me nuts. Uh, we're going to move on to the next book. New Superman number five. New Superman number Five, Eric. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Written by Gene Luen Yang. Were, were you not by... sure of the number? No, I just wanted to stress it to you. Oh, okay. Number five. Five. Art by Victor Bogdanovich, Richard Friend. And every time I see that, I don't know why. I always want to say Fiend. 
when even when I'm reading the book and I see the credits page, uh, when you're reading a book, do you often, besides doing your review, do you like sit and read the credits page do, for real? No, absolutely for reals, not. I say neither do I. But when I see that, I always think Richard Fiend, Hi-Fi, which I think in this uh, episode. Uh, Reggie called you heard him that high too? five. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that? anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard uh, uh, high five. I was going to give him a high five. I was going to let it go. I'm like, all right, it kind of made me giggle. Uh, and Dave Sharp. New Superman continues by showing us what really happened to Kong Keenan's mother and that his father is a flip flopper. Yep. Keenan's mom was China's first superhero and all it takes for his father to go Benedict Arnold on, on the Freedom Fighters is to have Keenan lose his powers and almost die. That's it, Eric. It's all you needed. Mix in a Starro compliance device, a crazy-ass uncle, and the beginnings of a Chinese suicide squad, and we get ourselves an issue of New Superman that was a bit forced, but needed to keep the series going, in oh, yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I, I thought a lot of this issue was forced. Um, a lot of people were saying even that, that did review it since, you know, there's no review on our site yet, Eric. I, I'm not going to point fingers. Nonsense. But there is no review. But if I was writing this review, I would probably agree with a lot of people that this issue is a lot of setup. Not even just setup because it's not setup because you've had the things. It's more of like a let's reel everything in together and move. This is actually what I said maybe the Batgirl Birds of Prey kind of was. It's like, okay, we have a lot of shit going on. Let's kind of focus this and go forward because you do get the big thing is the issue ended last uh, last issue ended with the cliffhanger that Keenan found out that his dad was part of the Freedom Fighters. If flying Dragon leader, General? He's the leader, Flying Dragon General. I don't know. It's it looks so like funny Firecracker's too. the leader now. I don't know. Well, now that they broke him out, I think that he is more of the crazy loose cannon. But when all, you know, when, when freaking the, everything gets settled down, uh, that is the uh, Kanan's dad. I, the problem is these goddamn names of these superheroes. And I know it's like, you know, it's even kind of to me like a karate movie joke, even the way some of these names are. I'm sure I'm offending somebody, but um, because of that, I, I, you, you could quiz me on some of these guys and I'm like, I don't know. You have a guy, paper folding man. Yeah. You got the, 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 you know, August General and Irons is already the craziest name sure probably of all of them. And then you get Flying Dragon General in there, which confuses me with August. And then August shows up this issue. I always, and, I always want to say it's the other one for some reason. Every time I go to say Flying Dragon General, it always comes out August General and Irons yeah, before I catch myself. That's what I'm saying. Myself. I'm almost like, yeah, it's August Flying General of Dragons Irons. And like, what Holding is paper going on? Man. But yeah, but I do like it. it. It it actually gives it some flavor when you're reading it. But afterwards, you could quiz me on some of these no, guys. No, dude, and I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going the on. The worst part of this is where I, it's a real big cultural gap where I have no idea what's going on. Freaking Keenan's father. I, I wish I could tell you his name. I'd have to find in the book. I'm going to memorize it. Daddy. H- him Daddy. And, him and his brother have a very similar name, except for one has yeah. Loon at the end, one has Dan. What yeah, the hell? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zong Dan and Zong Loon. Yeah, and right. then they want to go to a place that is a very similar name to them. Yeah, you mean the uh, uh, yeah, where the cultural center, the the government the, center the Zong of Zong yeah. Anal? 
Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I hate to say it. I just, it just goes right past me. This happens yeah. in a lot of things where what will happen then, unfortunately, we have to talk about these on the podcast because this like is the same idiots. thing. I'm telling you, this is the same thing that would happen to me when I would read, say, the Lord of the Rings books. And I'd go and they had the, cre- you know, all those oh, crazy yeah. names. And I'd like, if I looked at it, I knew what they were talking about, but I never would even think in my head to even spell it out to myself or hear. So then I start telling my friends, I'm like, yeah, I like that. Say, Oron. Like, you mean Sauron? I don't know. I never said it out loud. You know, they're I going like the to- Balrag. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying because I'd never say it. Uh, they're going to Mount Doom. They're like, that's right, Mount that, that's Doom. That's a little bit of that. I'm like, yeah, I, really? <laughs> Frodo is going with the ring. Oh, Frodo. I know yeah, Frodo. Frodo has the ring. They're like, that's a ring. Oh, I did Why not know. Why can't you read, Jeff? <laughs> Un-e ring to rule them all. Eric is what they said to me, but yeah, it's I think things there are like a lot that. more problems before you even start yeah, reading. I, I, I'm just, I'm not, I just don't concentrate enough to worry about when they're going to the Zong Hainai. The Zong The Zong You know, as opposed to Zong Dan and Zong Lu. Because you know, like the H A I would be high in in that sort of uh, deal. So I think okay. it's the Zong Nanhai. The Zong Nanhai. Finiche. High five, Eric. <laughs> High five. Oh God damn! Why does this book got to be all complicated with its yeah, Chinese? it is complicated with it because, but I do like it. Also, I it's like so it funny I'm because you, it, it threw you off at the really beginning, though. The, yeah. the Keenan Kong and Kong Keenan. I told you right away, and I I do like, it. and I'll tell you, I you like Keenan Ivory Wayans. Keenan Ivory Wayans. I like Keenan. I like him I, as I'm a character. I'm starting to really like him now. I'm telling yes. you, I look forward to reading this book. Yeah, and I, it, the best parts of it are when he's vulnerable and, you know, kind of like shit. And this issue the whole time he is because there's his dad. Daddy? Even though, did you get the idea? To me, it's almost like it's kind of uh, mimicking a little of Cyborg's uh, deal as well. Like he would be, the dad oh, yes, would be Barry. almost like Silas. He didn't pay attention. He was all this. But I do like where you actually. All because of the mother's death. Yeah, and you you actually get a a flashback of his mother and you do find out that she was this big you know she she was Protested. pretty much the start of the freedom fighters and the start of chinese uh superheroes because she saw the justice league on tv and wanted to be like that that was her what she it actually to me it was like she was already protesting but that put a face to what she really wanted to do she wanted to be a hero she wanted to be I a hero be superman too how do i do that yeah and i but i really like the fact that his overly serious father actually started out very much like him where he just wanted to impress a girl. I do like that girl. duality. Yeah, and I really like that that he ended up joining this protest really as it 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 could have even gone away of even like a um Always sunny in Philadelphia, where he's going to join this protest oh, and doesn't even care what it's going to be. Luckily, yeah, luckily yeah, yeah. it doesn't go that far. But yeah, he joins in, but yet he falls in love with what would end up being Keenan's mother. But also, he realized that he had been blind to everything before. So it wasn't just, it ended up not just, hey, you he know what, I want to get a piece caring, of ass. Yeah. But he, he ends up caring. Now, what I really like is when they show Keenan after, uh, as a baby 
and he is a baby with a huge head that looks exactly like him in the book. Sure does. I'm like, boy, he is a wee like he does not look any different. Uh, but it's okay. At least no, they I let like you it. know what's going on. But yeah, you even see him as a kid where he doesn't even know what's like going on. Like they're doing all this like, stuff around. When they first him. see the Justice League comes yeah. out, they're looking at it. He just happens to be a little kid playing on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, he's like, you know, I I didn't even know I had an uncle. You have a, a brother, Dad, and I, I really I like that. I like yeah. seeing him as a kid. But I also you get that combo of you see him, but you also realize that his dad. Like at one point they had a really happy family. Though yeah, like they got the out scenes, of this whole life of the protests up. and but shit yeah, like that. Yeah, they got out of it, but then you, they draw them right back in. It grabbed <laughs> them right because in. yeah, she was Liberty Goddess, and even that. I mean, that's an okay. It's a silly name. name. She looks pretty it, cool still, though. Yeah, she does. I really She's got like two her, goddamn yeah. like rapier swords. I'm yeah. probably saying the wrong goddamn thing, but two rapier swords. Yeah. She looks like face she's mask. a pirate. Yeah. she's a pirate. That shoulder fucking harness looks badass. And you find out that. Basically, that's what got her killed. Yeah, uh, they, you know? somehow the fucking government of self-reliance found out that uh, yeah. Liberty Goddess was this woman and took down the plane she was on, killing and, everybody and, with her. And that's the thing. To me, that would actually be where you have Keenan, where I don't know, do, do you think that later, if the series, say say the series went 500 issues, we know uh, it won't, but if it goes, is there going to be a point where there is going to be a villain who is against Keenan because basically his mom got them their parents oh, killed definitely. because there are so many people yeah. on that plane that died because it was you know Keenan's mom on there and yeah I think that that if, if might that come into got play. Out, then yes, definitely. Or yeah, somebody yeah. hacks some kind of files and finds yeah, out. Yeah, finds that and really like your mom had to be you know do this and that's why they they killed. Her. It is weird that they just didn't kill her outright. Plus I want to know. I don't know. She's a superhero. She looks like she has some sort. Of powers i'd like to know her power set that she couldn't get out of that plane i mean well, yeah, thing is, she doesn't all, fly she all can't, the things but... like we find out is keenan's father built this tech like, i like, here we find out that the mother seemed to have put something together i don't think yeah. she has any powers besides the fact she likes yeah, to protest and has two swords she's got a glowing face though yeah, right? she's got like a, a pseudo kabuki but she's got some electro eyes going Maybe I she's got some kind of got. like a electro eye thing going. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, you know, maybe. She's got fucking I'll, taser Oh, eye. she's got that electro eye thing going. Yeah. Right? But yeah, I don't. It, it, I'm just saying. We I'd like to know her power set. You know, I'd they're like all, to know her power set. They're all like uh, tech based, whatever yeah. they are. Yeah. Except folding paper, man. You can't convince I, me. That, it's even you, funny I, too because you kind of if, if you don't pay attention. You're going to miss out on Folding Paper Guy because at one point, and then we were the freedom fighters, and you have fucking Blue Condor, you have fucking the dad, and they're all so kick-ass looking, and there is a paper airplane flying right next to them. I'm like, boy, you got the the low end of the fucking stick there, but he has pretty cool powers. But sure really, when they're showing the cool ass montage Go- of Ghost all of them, Woman, friggin and, yeah, Sunbeam, yeah, there's Blue, Ghost Blue Condor, friggin' uh, a human firecracker, Blind Dragon guy. General. But he does like you see the the paper airplane. That's the kind I always used to like with the uh, the square wings and oh, the yeah? folded up deal. Those were lame. That was my that was my jam, Eric. That was my jam. But yeah, this is all his dad telling Keenan like what happened and why they did this. 
And basically, it's also saying, like, look at you're involved in this organization. They killed your mom. The thing that you are so, yeah, you're so upset about things. And he even says, you know, he apologizes. I wasn't paying attention or whatever. But it is funny where also Keenan could be like, you know what, Dad? Until I became Superman, you wanted no fucking parts of me. Yeah. But yeah. Look, you uh, finally got interesting, Dad. What I yeah. like become a goddamn athlete. You want to finally get back in my life? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. That's what happens. He's now a famous rapper, and then they call him. But yeah, they they turn on the team. Well, Batman wants Keenan. He's been calling him like, "Hey, Keenan, Batman pick up the China. phone." Goddamn Batman here. I want in, and uh, he's like, ah, "I'm not paying attention," and then. Basically, Batman's like, this is why I need you, and turns on the TV remotely. And it made me laugh because, like, how the hell did you turn on the TV? I expect Batman to just be outside with a universal remote. Like, I'm Batman. And he, I'm he's Batman. just outside the window. Yeah, he's just outside with the universal remote. He's <laughs> just got it. He's like, boop, there you go. That's what I did. They're, they're like, oh, what is, what is this box with these people in there? Like, all of a sudden, they're time travelers. <laughs> but, yeah, the the Freedom Fighters are fighting Uh Superman or Wonder Woman and the police and they're all there. They're heading there and uh Keenan and his dad go and then you find out that there's Starro thrown and there's a lot of shit thrown in in this uh book. But yeah, the police are fighting and Keenan shows up and wants to stop it, picks up a car a well, the, la the, Superman. And it's very cool, but the big yeah. deal is Keenan has now switched sides. He is with yeah. his father and the now freedom he's with fighters. His father. Yep, he's with his father with the freedom fighters, but don't worry. Because they're both going to switch back soon. Because the the goddamn uncle, Firecracker, is an asshole. And basically just says, you know, hey, we're going to do this. And he doesn't want to hear. Like, Keenan, basically at this point, when Batman and Wonder Woman show up, to me now he even goes against, he just wants the middle ground. Like, he wants everybody to get along. He's Rodney King. We can all get along here. And it's not going to be that case because you have the firecracker who then shoots the Starro compliance devices onto Batman and Wonder Woman and then freaking starts mind controlling them. I think the the mind control thing does not appear to be very fun. You know what I mean? When When you are the one controlling it. That looks like some serious shit. Yeah, he looks crazy, though. The way his character design is, I think that they really set it out specifically to look fucking awesome with that Starro eye. He looks, the art is great. I really like Victor Bogdanovich. I've liked him all along. I think that his art is really, it's unique enough that this book now has its own kind of identity with that but i really like it he's very good with like the emotions on each character and keenan like at points he looks uh you know upset and it really plays out well uh but he's pissed off he he's says to them now he's torn because he wants to be with his dad like you said he kind of did but flip the fucking up. human firecrackers ordering wonder yeah. woman to choke batman to yeah death. which like, is hey, and it, my friends and it's his uncle so yeah. he, he's torn but he didn't really know him i think they did set that out like at that one point where it's like dad you have a brother it's yeah. so that you don't have that he never had that connection but yeah he has a connection with with batman and wonder woman and the the thing about it is Jean Luan Yang has really set that up well that you do think that he really does like them uh, to the point at first he was a fucking pig headed guy he made fun of Batman he was still, still in that bully is at mode times, but still yeah. they're friendly but, yeah he's friend because and, he really even, doesn't have any says, other friends that's the thing it's, he even says here where I don't really have any other friends yeah. these are the all, yeah. all I got I Those gotta do something here yeah and even like uh, oh where's the, the Wonder Woman even says like. We're supposed to be friends now when they show up. And yeah. that's when Kim is like, you said you were still thinking about it because 
Keenan actually stepped it up and said, you know, you're, you're my friend, aren't you? And she's like, I'll have to think about it. And I, yeah. he, that's, but he is a young guy. Like we, we were talking about Supergirl, where I don't think that Steve Orlando really gives you that concept of a couple times we thought like she, but to him, being a teenager was just being a bitch. Yeah. In that book. In this, being a teenager with Keenan is that you kind of are a little flaky at times. You, you, these people are your best friends at one point, but if it kind of goes, you get mad because they say they have to think about it, then you're going to throw it in their face. And it's- Con Keenan's a weird character, too, because we've already established all this background that made him and the person he is. His mother yeah. dying, he kind yep. of became a bully to the kid who he blames for because his father owns the airline. His father's and owned the airline. As we even see here. He doesn't have any friends, and his father no. ignores him all the goddamn no. time. We yeah. n- realize why this kid's kind of an asshole. Yeah. He's uh, trying uh, to overcome yeah. that a bit. Yeah, at one point in the beginning, like it just without knowing that, you, we just thought, yeah, oh, he's, a he's probably dickhead. a popular kid who's a dick now. And in fact, it's like one of those where you could expect at one point that he could even become friends with the kid whose dad owns the airline, which yeah. we do see in this. But also, we just came from a scene where he really realized, found out that all the things that he blamed on his, for his mom's deal are, are not true. He, it's all, he just it's found all on out Dr. That, Roman. Yeah, it's all the fucking complaint, you know, the the government that did this, and it's it's Ministry it's of Self fucking, Reliance. Yeah, the Ministry of Self Reliance. I was gonna say the Ministry of Compliance. Even that is hokey to say yeah. all the time, but yeah, he and so in A this lot of scene, things in this book are hard to say and remember. Yeah, yeah, in this scene, I really like it because he is kind of bouncing back and forth, but it is it to me it does it makes seem, sense. It makes sense, and it seems like this is, you know, you're seeing him just trying to get a grip on anything. Because, like you said, the Batman and Wonder Woman, it's sad that those are his only friends because he's he has only been friends with them a little and not really that friendly and was forced into it. So I do like it, though. And, he's and really, been friendlier with them than a star-faced uncle, though. So Yes, yeah. And and really, to me, they're friends in the way of like almost like the Breakfast Club. They were yeah. they're forced into some almost like you go to camp and don't know anybody, and you you meet this kid who you would never be friends with, and but you guys you're play stuck suitcases. there and you're doing it. Yeah, you play suitcases, you do some crazy things, but only once, and then you're good. It's like yeah. when I went when I had I told you I had this kid who his dad uh, worked at IBM with my dad. He went to school with me. And he, he I, it's this is gonna sound so awful when I talk. About <laughs> <laughs> he, he was crippled. He yeah. he was in a wheelchair. So uh, on these, uh, when oh my I would, god, what a freak, right? When, when I, oh my god, look at that guy. He's got a, you know, he doesn't have working legs. What the hell's wrong with him? <laughs> Who the hell does he think oh he is sitting around all the gracious. time? Yeah. So we would go to these picnics, yeah. and I, I didn't have anybody else to talk to, and it wasn't like he. He was annoying. I was just going to say it wasn't like he was a jerk. He wasn't a jerk. He was very annoying. Eh, I was stuck at this picnic, and it wasn't like I used him. I could have been by myself in the picnic, and we would – the best, though, I'm going to say, again, you just get ready for me to sound all for <laughs> we would We would happen to go to uh, amusement parks and things, yeah. and the rides that he could go on, I could go to the front of the line with him. Because That's pretty sweet. Crippled. So I'm like, boy, JR. That was his name, JR. Hey, JR, hey, I'll hang with you. No, but it was like the day after, though, like like with the Batman, right, and, Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, you're kind of, but he's forced in with them, but he does kind of consider them friends. Never really considered JR a friend, unfortunately. Nope. I'm an he awful was that guy. kid at the fucking picnics in the amusement parks. I had enough trouble 
uh, fitting in, even if I didn't want to, that, you know, in the hall, hey, Jim, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Get out of here, cripple. Who are you? Legs in the wheel, man. Get away. (laughs) I I say this. I actually feel bad. Guy's probably like a a fucking scientist right now. He's probably like a fucking uh, Professor X, Eric, because that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know why you called him His name was Stephen Hawking. Yes, yes, (laughs) Stephen Hawking. Why don't we go on this roller coaster, Jim? I'm like, okay, JR, it's not JR, it's Stephen Hawking, and Shut let's up, get front, front of the line of lightning loops. Oh, thanks, JR. I, I was not a big fan of JR. Speaking <laughs> of JR, you go to the plane where you have, well, at this point, uh, Keenan gets hurt. It, it looks like his goddamn his uncle, fucking ass. Yeah, and he, his powers are gone. They throw him in the fucking bay, and he's going to drown. His dad does dive in and get him, because then the next transition is his dad showing up to Dr. Omen, like, you got to save my son. In the meantime, the Freedom Fighters have loaded up an airplane with all the Starro-controlled people, and they're sending them to the political center as almost like a Starro bomb. It's going to yeah. blow up and do this. And the, as the issue goes, you get Ming-Ming, who he keeps oh, calling Ling Ling, and uh, she is going to over, you know, hit him with the solar radiation. But this is where I How have to say. How weird is this part? Well, that this is where it gets very odd because, especially with Ming Ming, because it seems like it's now going to go into a point where his powers are based on emotion, but also the key. Of you know the the is essence that how you of Superman, I think that is. Um, but it ends up being like a spiritual thing that makes him Superman. That you have to get the essence you of have what to, Superman. You have to is. believe in what Superman does and who he is in order for the key to yeah, enter it's, you. It's his life force. We're getting oh, back God, to God. this. Is this the spark of life? This, but it's, it's made it's of not people. Only that, people. It, it's so weird to me because we have this. That is weird enough as it is. But even it's before weird. we get that. We have this idea where, you know, his father brings him back to Dr. Owens yes. to help him, and Ming Ming hits him with this goddamn solar gun, because Batman yes. told us before how he believes his power might be, like, all about solar-based, just yeah, like Yeah, yeah, if you says. overload him with solar energy, it will reactivate his powers, well, like Superman. And, that, and it's you know. so weird, though, because we spend this time, we do this, oh, I guess Batman was wrong, your your powers must be this key. I'm like, yep. why did we even go through all of this yeah. just to get to this hokey yeah. goddamn uh, spiritual Chinese the, shit? Yeah, you don't even need that. Like, you could end up, like, not even realizing, because it, it, it is a funny, thing, a funny scene. Ming Ming hits him with the solar energy, then slaps him upside his face and asks if he felt it. He's like, ow. Like, okay, that can't be it. I don't think that we should go. We're we're going at this in a weird way. Like, to her, she's like, listen. And to me, it's like, not to, again, every time we talk about it, I don't want to sound like I don't understand things or I'm right, but it did seem almost like a feng shui type of thing. Like, if you're aligned right and your your spirit is aligned right with what you want to do, you will have your powers again. And it is a hokey thing, but it does lead to him having to be a good guy. Yeah, or at least pretend to be a good guy when he has to do something. It's even weird. I don't even – the way she's spelling out, I don't think he could fake the funk here. I think it has to be – and if you think about it, when he really had the thing was when he – kind of wasn't thinking and he was trying to be heroic yeah and uh but yet when he was a dick he didn't lose his powers before so that's weird but it just it takes it to a very odd place you know what i mean oh uh, i know 
but I guess you can go I, with I'll it. Tell you, it. We take it to a place where I can't properly explain how he gets his power. So no, that, no. That's, that's a weird place in my mind. Especially when you're going in at the process that he went through is very similar of what would have, say, happened with, uh, well, the other Superman that flew off. But also you could even go with Lana and all them. It's a little different, but still... It, it it all came from that kind of same deal where and you don't get that in the other books so it that seems really that superman odd. energy yeah yeah it just seems really like odd. right and now ultra woman's fucking power should be tied into this the same yes, way that yeah. keenan's is and even that uh what i called remember con l the c o n l yeah 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 uh, in the death of superman story the that was the big, who thought he was superman he he was not that great a guy no. and yet you know so it, it does come off like really odd uh, but it does lead to him and his dad heading off. But it's still, even at this point, it didn't seem like he should have his powers back yet, right? No. But then when he runs off with his dad, I don't know. It just seems like all of a sudden he thinks he does. I, it's weird because his dad then gets in a fight with Dr. Omen. And even that, it's very... This seems it's very, very this forced. is like a this is a big criminal who's like you know this yeah. is probably like public enemy number one in China with the freedom fighters flying yeah. dragon yeah. general yeah it has and Doctor Omens is just pointing this big old laser gun it looks like at him and eventually when uh, Keenan comes out he's like look uh, we need to go save everybody shit's gonna go yeah. bad. Dr. Omens just shoots him with this goddamn... It might as well be a suicide squad fucking yeah, it bomb. Is. And like, instead of a neck bomb, it is a thing that looks chest attached bomb. to his heart that will explode his heart. If he doesn't come back and turn himself in after all of this after, is said and after done. After helping. And it does even say, once you completed your mission, you'll surrender yourself. And you know what's getting... You know, he's going to save the day. And, you know, he'll probably... I think he'll still go to jail, actually. But it'll be one of those, like, hey, son, I got to do this because I'm going to, you know, do my thing. Uh, and I did, I was wrong at one point the way I went about it, but it's weird. The only thing that saves any of that to me is that we know the concept of the suicide squad. So, it, yeah. it, you know, it, you can't say like, holy shit, like we're saying like, oh my God, it's the worst enemy and you're going to do this and that. Well, they have freaking, you know, Deadshot and Harley and all in the suicide squad. So it's okay. I wish you would have spelled it out like, Jesus Christ, you know what? I, I wanted to make the Justice League of China. Now I'm fucking starting the suicide squad as well. Just throw that in just to let people, you know, wink, wink. That's what, what we're going about. And one of the things though that might actually play off later on where I think it's going is that we also had August General and Irons in this issue mm-hmm. where he contacts Dr. Oman and is like, hey, and look, I know, all the, I know all the shit you've been up yep. to. You're putting together this Justice League against us. Yeah. You were a fucking had a modified star on Now it's in the hands of criminals. I'm going to take you down, you bitch. Yeah. And yeah. so I think when this is all said and done, if like, you know, Flying Dragon General, he survives, he's going to be part of the Great Ten with August. He probably will be. But it's weird because you still have that whole thing of the Great Ten that they die every 10 days. I see, I, so dude, weird. I'm not that, even going to say how that works. I don't it's think weird. that's, I never bought And it's bought still into them that, that comes back, me, right? you know what I mean? But it's so odd, but I really, what I want is, I want to see them again. I love the 10. I thought they oh, were yeah, incredible, and we didn't get enough of them before in the Death of Superman story. Final Days of Superman. Final Days. Yeah, I always say that. It's still that story. It's when yeah, he yeah, died. Yeah. Uh, but we did get them for that one issue, and you saw them, and it was one of those, like, oh, God damn it, they look so cool, and you got nothing. And uh, so I do hope that we see them. I don't know that we will that much because that ends up then you have to explain who they are again and, and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I like what you this know what I would do to, to show up. 
see Final Days of Superman yeah, it as you may. Know, level, you it know. may, but we really didn't get much of them then no. anyway. So I would like to know some stuff, but I like having Keenan with his dad. And it also gives you the whole thing where he is going to want to be a good guy, especially in front of his dad. But his dad is, you know, he's been trying to live his life to do the right thing and he's even gone astray because the freedom fighters have kind of gone a little bit yeah, you know against what the they wanted to do yeah and i hope that this is the whole thing ends up and i don't know now i say that his dad may just die Maybe. you don't really need his dad in this book and that would be like if he sacrifices himself at the end or whatever it does teach keenan you know oh my well, god my like dad Keenan's gonna have like a real home life after this because no, that's out what of i'm saying yeah and um I don't know. You're, you're going to have to do some things. There's, I mean, right away, though, they have the scene where they go back and they're going to save uh, Keenan. But yet, you know, he there's the people who pretty much are pretty much involved with killing his mom. You know, yeah. he, he never really reacts to that here. And uh, it's in the funny. Meantime, he never confronts Doctor Roman about any of this. That's shit. what I mean. Like that would be something where I like, he, almost he, like he'd we're to be pissed. We were complaining in Supergirl. Uh, where there was no emotion to this fucking death of the family, this abomination. Yeah. Here, it I don't know why, it seems to play a little bit better in my mind for him it not does. reacting. It does. I don't mind it as much, but even at the point where Kenan shows up and they're there, and they are looking at a plane, that it that really would be like, huh, that's, uh, you know, it's jogging a memory here, I just found out. And even with the point where they're like, maybe it'll come down to it, where... They're like, okay, you know what? Your dad is a piece of shit criminal. And then Keenan's like, you know what? I know what you did to my mother and what it, the government has done. And I don't know. Maybe Dr. Oman's like, well, no, no. That's what I'm working against and in whatever it, the case may be. Uh, Dr. Oman's up to no good. I expect the great 10 to take her down and the new Justice League of China help them. Yeah, it's weird. Up until like this point, I thought by the end of this issue, we were going to get to the point where, okay, we're against Dr. Oman. Let's fucking do this. This or that but it seems like she kind of turns herself around she does help you know she agrees to save keenan and then agrees to let the dad go as long as he has that comes that back and he's gonna get turned into the crap show. it's weird that she is still like involved on their side so we'll see how it goes yeah uh, I, think, I like I think this she's got to do whatever she can to save face so august yeah. doesn't come down hard yeah. on her for all this yeah. nonsense well, i like the book I really I like do. I like the book, too. I uh, found myself really enjoying the series. Yeah, I, I I have as well. This issue, like I said, it's, it's more of like a let's tie some things together. Yeah. Let's go off in this direction. You do have his dad with him, which I think is really good. And I like uh, the He is going to have to go safe. In the meantime, like we said, I don't know if we spelled it out completely. Uh, Wonder Woman and Batman are on this plane that is heading to crash into the capital deal, the political capital, to uh, cause trouble. So they're going to die if he doesn't do anything. And I like that, that he has to go save them. They're also going against his dad's brother, which I like that thing. There's a lot of dynamics in here. We also that have I really that fat kid like. that freaking Keenan was and picking the, on yeah, the, the first fact issue that on Keenum, this plane. He's on the plane, and he appears to be one of the only ones who isn't being controlled by a Starro compliance device, which I think is going to play out as well, because he's hiding in the bathroom. Like you said, you even pointed out to me what he's doing in the bathroom is inter- like going through he's rehearsing. a thing, he has to rehearsing to introduce himself yeah. to a very young stepmother as well, because he even yep. spells it out as like somebody who's not even that much older than him, which seems wrong. Uh 
But yeah, it, it's pretty His dad good. Dad owns an airline. He's gonna be banging fucking twenty I something. Know. I yeah, it's, it's like a little bit. I'm thinking that she's like seventeen. I, I don't but know what's going on. I don't know how things I, work in China. Hey, I don't even. I, I just know this either. airplane part. I actually had to go back because I realized halfway through, like I went a page or two. I realized what the hell did I just read? Where we see the freaking airport? They see the Shanghai Pudong International Airport. Yeah. When I originally read this, I was going by real quick. I'm like, did you think Sh- it said? Poontang or something? No, I thought it said pudding. The pudding. Shanghai Pudding International you're like, Airport. You're like, Shanghai Poontang. Uh, freaking, it's because of that kid, the kid uh, with his stepmother. You know, you don't know what's going on. Next thing you know, she's in that bathroom. She gets her hand stuck in the drain, and we don't know what next thing. His name's Levi, Eric, and you I don't got, know what's I, going on. I, I got to the part where Ming Ming's fucking giving the solar fucking powers, uh, like the solar flare to goddamn Keenan here. I'm like, did, did I read Pudding? I had to go back. You look back. You, you're my, like, I, I think her name's bad, Ming Ming, but I think the plane's called Pudding. Why do I want uh, some pudding? Uh, yeah, really, to me, that just shows you you're just like me. You just go by. You see these words sometimes. It's like, yeah, okay, let's move especially on. Especially the series. But, but the worst is you have to talk about it. So we have I know. To, uh, yes. But, yeah, uh, I like it. Like I said, I like the art a lot. I would give this issue, though. I think this is the worst of the issues so far of the five issues. Uh, I know you weren't hip on it right away, that first issue, but yeah. I think this is, but it's, it, it is an issue that you need to have and it really sets up a whole lot. Oh yeah. So I can't give it that much of a bitch. You know, I can't bitch too much about it. Uh, I was originally going to give it a seven. I think I'm going up to a seven five because of the importance of some of the things and I really do like seeing his dad, uh, and him together. Me and as I well. love the art. What would you give it? I love the art as well, but I think I would stick with a 7 out of You're 10 gonna for this seven. one. I'm just saying, like, I'm talking about this, and really so many important things happen. And re- even, like, when we were talking about the 10 coming back, to me that ups it as well because I really do like them. It's weird. The 10 to me, and we, between recording these, we were looking at old scores of ours and, and laughing at some of our old reviews, and the 10 to me are very much like Aquaman's outsiders. Yeah. Like, I want to know the so others. much more. The others. Or, yeah, yeah, the others. I want to know so much more about them, but I know that if we got a book with them, it'd be nonsense. That's what it, happened. There'd be you nothing. finally got a book, and it was terrible. Yeah, the others. Even that, I always mess up their name. The fucking others, the outsiders, the nobody, like all these fucking generic names. But yeah, the others were so cool. But yeah, that's who they remind me of, like that, that whole... Like, I want to know so much more about them, so I hope that they show up. They may not. It might just be August just yelling and screaming all the time on a monitor, but I hope they do show up. I hope there's some huge battle at the end. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to move on from here. Let's see what else we're going to bitch and moan about. We have a lot of bitching and moaning tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, let's continue. All right, mail for Eric. All right, Still where's don't my have a song? song for that one. Fuck. Mail flow, there is no more. We got the mail, 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 mail flow. How's that? I don't like Mail flow, kick your ass out the door. We're going to kick you to the curb, you fucking stupid bitch. Turd. How's that? Turd. Oh. How about this? Mail four. why did you make me marry you and have five kids? Is that good? It's getting real now. (laughs) Ah, yes, the first mail of mail four. I didn't want more than two kids. What do you think we're doing? Uh, Running a fucking orphanage here? God damn it. Why don't we have a sweatshop? Why didn't we stop? And why didn't you let me get that vasectomy? 
It's How's called that? birth control. Jesus Christ. It's not that we're religious. It's just that we like having sex. Fuck, I thought you I thought you were a goddamn Catholic or Mormon when I first met you. No, Five kids. Fuck. No. Mormon and fucking I'm moaning and I don't know. I, I'm regretting. When I see that fucking uh, my grocery bill fucking start just fucking going nuts. Only five milks this week. We're going to no, try. We're going to try to go with five gallons of milk this week, Eric. The problem is I made clam chowder tonight, and that takes about half yeah. of a gallon of milk when I make it, so I fuck myself. It, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy that I have going <laughs> on here with the milk. But, yeah, the first mail is G. G says, hi, Jim, Eric, and Reggie. Just Thank finished you. listening to your podcast, episode 96, and I have to say that I also love Dick, too, Jim. We we're both Dick fans. Yeah, he is not my Robin, but I just started – Following that character, after Kyle Dick, Higgins' awesome Nightwing run during the New 52. I like that run as well, though that as a whole, does. as a whole, I don't think I'd call it awesome. Though I'd love to. I, I look back at it very fondly. Uh, it had some issues. Some I of the really, scores don't reflect that, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, as in general, I look back at it finally. But we had a lot of Haley Circus that, that kind of ran too much, and then the some whole Chicago thing was, that never went well, anywhere. It, it, it was screwed by Forever Evil. It really was. So who knows what it would have been? And that's the weird thing is Kyle Higgins kind of got screwed by that and then disappeared. Eric. And also had to fucking deal with death of the family as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there was a great Nightwing writer. I wish he was back. I, I wish he was doing something. Tim Seeley wishes... I know he does stuff other than DC, but I wish he was back at DC. Tim Seeley wishes he was Higgins. I also enjoyed the episode regarding the arcade machines. Did you guys ever play the Konami uh, X-Men game with four, six, eight players? You actually looked this up. I'm telling it, you, I don't think there is ever eight. I only ever remember seeing the sixth one because there were six characters to the yeah. game. Yep, my brother and I loved the game, and my fave character was Colossus, and my bros was Wolverine. Which characters did you like playing as, Eric? Cyclops. Dazzler. Nobody wanted to play as Dazzler. Dazzler. Nobody. I never really played. I played it once when uh, G asked me. I said the one time I went to the arcade, I think they had it, and me and my buddy Jay and his brother Pete. My two buddies, Jay and Pete, played, so we had three guys going, uh, but we really didn't know much about Marvel characters or anything, so it was just kind of You know of what? I actually playing. think I might have I played, though, actually with six people at that gaming convention I went to a really? couple years ago. That's cool. That That's cool. I'm telling I love, like, like one of my favorite uh, video games, uh, uh, what's it called? Comic book video games, though, is Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and I, oh, that was you a know, great game. so I, I kind of like the whole concept, but at the point... I just, I wasn't in the comics, so it wasn't something I was seeking out anyway, and yeah. it just, it was kind of beyond my time as well. You know, I was already done. I was, uh, I was an adult by then, Eric. No time for games. He says, he goes on, uh, I love me Wheels on Meals, and uh, all the movies starring the three brothers, Jackie Chan, Samuel Young, and Yan Bao. And my favorite Three Brothers movie would probably be Dragons Forever because they don't just show their fighting skills, but they also show off their great acting skills as well. You mentioned Samu Hung in the last podcast, and I have to say I love Samu Hung too. Probably my top five favorite Samu Hung movies are Kill Zone. Uh, and he says that is probably the best choreographed fight scenes of all time. Eastern Condors, probably the most violent Samu uh, Young movie or a hung movie in, uh, that he's ever seen. I'm having problems reading. Number three, <laughs> Spooky Encounters. Number four, Magnificent Butcher. And number five, Dragon's Forever. 
he asked what my favorites were. And I do, I'm telling you, Wheels on Meals goes in there with me. I love Dragons Forever. Me and my buddy Brett would read, uh, watch that a lot. I also really enjoyed uh, Lucky Stars was one of them. I'm just trying to think. I didn't think of anything beforehand. Uh, you mentioned, what movie did you like? That's the only one. I'm telling you, I don't know Samu Hung from anybody else, but the one I knew I, he had to have been was in this movie, Heart of Dragon. I looked oh, it up. Heart of Dragon. Yeah. It's the only one that I think I've ever watched with these two together. And yeah, I fucking I, loved I, it where Samu Hung was his retarded brother. Yeah, yeah, you were tough. I like uh, Winners and Sinners was another one that I, I liked. I'm going, I'm looking at these because it's been a long time. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sure there's these. way better movies. Yeah. I, this one I watched Yeah, it was a just one you watched, yeah. Uh, me and my buddy Brett, my buddy Brett just had tons of uh, all, it, mainly Jackie Chan, but Sammo Hung as well, and I just, I love watching. We'd sit there, we'd play hockey, we'd have like a hockey game, and then go home, and I'd go home to, you know, go to his house, and we'd just put one on, I'd lay on the floor, and he'd lay on the couch, and we'd just sit there and laugh. And I laugh think this is like one of those movies that you would see on like UPN at like a, really? a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Samu was a uh, his uh, Jackie Chan's retarded brother in that, right? That was so funny. Yeah, yeah. He got caught up in a gang war, Eric. But yeah, he says, I loved how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps number eight this week. Van Diddy does a great job of setting up this new story arc and having a new Sinestro Corps led by Sornik was a brilliant move on the part of creative team. This change, the changes, this changes the Green Lantern Corps dynamic from a single dying unit to a surviving unit that must reluctantly have the Sinestro Corps join its ranks. I just, I want to know. I'm telling you, I know that we've talked about this. Where are those goddamn rings? We saw them go through the fissure. That was the first thing that we saw pretty yeah, much the after the people Bobby, died. Yeah. They went through that fissure to kind of give them, um, or give us at least, a hint that that's what they were supposed you know, that was the way out. That's the way and out. And yet we have not seen any of those rings show up. In fact, at one point, maybe Frank Lemensky would have become a Green Lantern. Maybe it would have found him then there. I don't what know. Do you, if you those know? rings went to Earth, they would have pissed off a lot of people. That I there was know. About I seven know. goddamn I Green Lanterns. Yeah, I'm also liking the dynamic between Sornick, Stewart, and Gardner, and I would like to see more in future issues. I also love the twist at the end where it seemed like the Green Lanterns were facing a classic villain, but then you realize that that villain was part of the plan of another classic villain. I thought the reveal was great. It just, it's, it's so much like Convergence. It, it really it, it really it opens up old wounds van skyver is one of those reliable artists whom if you see his name on a cover you know it's going to look incredible and van skyver right. doesn't disappoint here i absolutely loved his rendition of the new thread on the planet tomar 2 uh looking at that page i just knew that van skyver was not only a great artist but a true nerd that understood the characters of the dc universe i he sweat would it give, all over him he would give that issue a nine out of ten I didn't go that high. I'd rather the sneer nine plus a, what? What's that? Yeah, I don't remember I, what I gave it. I don't really myself. I'd rather I. I don't think I went as high as a nine though. No, I think not. I was disappointed a bit. I'd rather listen to your nine plus hour podcast episodes than spend thirty minutes with the frustrating Pac-Man arcade game where I lose every five minutes. I lose every two minutes. I. Uh, oh, speaking of which, I didn't even tell you we got a PlayStation Four today. Did we you? went and got one. Yeah, nice. like my kids bartered their goddamn birthday and Christmas money to get it. And when I got it home, I we were downloading some of the games that we had before it went before our PlayStation Four went down. And one was Pac-Man uh, Arcade uh, Ultimate Edition Arcade, nice. whatever the thing is. And we were playing, and I am fucking awful. I'm terrible, and I get so angry. I got so angry that I not only just stopped playing, I actually deleted it. 
and they were all yelling at me because they wanted a turn. I didn't give them a turn. I just You're deleted the thing. Yeah, I was like, fuck this. I don't even want to hear this game. I'm getting so frustrated. <laughs> Delete. Uh, yes, but thank you. G, the next Thanks, email is from Travis. Hello, Weird, Hello, Weird Science. I was happy to hear that last week when you read my email, you went off on a tangent for a moment. It feels like an accomplishment. <laughs> I haven't yet caused a full gym flip out, but I'm working on it. Here we go. You mentioned once that you'd be interested to know if hearing your podcast made me like a book more or less. I have to say that so far, listening to your podcast has only made me raise my ratings, never lower them. Despite how you raged about Justice League being bad for those first few kindred issues, I liked it. Is he trying to fuck with me, Eric? He wants to get so. me fired up. The fact that I'm now with you thinking it sucks has nothing to do with your influence. Influence. It just sucks, Eric. Okay, he's back, he's back on the even plane now. <laughs> on the other hand, you did help me to like Supergirl just a little more than I did, even without trying to. You didn't like it much, but somehow with your take on it, some things worked for me. I don't understand. Not enough. I'm happy though. somebody's enjoying stuff. It has gotten so bad. It's Terry. It's Terry Kurtzberger. It's the Terry Kurtzberger syndrome in books. Is as that was that's what happens. Uh, my book of the week this week was Wonder Woman. Oh my goodness! I'm not sure how this could have been more perfect. You hear that, Eric? I do. Where is it? You hear me, Jim? I gave it an A plus for art and five plus for writing, which comes out to a 12 out of 10, I suppose. But yes, it was worth it. I, I told you before that if you, as a joke, would rate an issue a 30 out of 10, it will come up on the roundup, the comic book roundup, as a 30 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Somebody did it. Somebody had like a 45 out of 10, and I read the review. It was nonsense. This review was so much nonsense. It's like, I can't give this a 10 out of 10 because it's four times better plus five and a, but do, but d. And then I look on the round. I saw it on the roundup. It, it, it did catch my the eye. Overall score. I think it ended up like the overall score for the. I wish I could remember what issue it was. The overall score ended up like a 21 out of 10. That's <laughs> the aggregate score. Everybody. He ruined it. He ruined the whole fucking process. <laughs> Uh, and that boy's what name jerk. was Jim Werner. Nah, I, wish. I would never do that. Uh, this book was tremendous. Yeah, back so back to time. Wonder Woman. Uh, what was it the one time? The best was you got so mad because the one time when we first started the site, we have a, you know, 8.5. We have a, a 1 to 10 scale, but you can go, you know, with a, a, a decimal place. Yeah. I, for some crazy reason, after doing the site for, say, four months, five months, maybe even longer, I rated something a 7.75, and it seemed right to me. I'm telling you, sometimes I say to you, like, this book is a 7, and you and you usually agree. Somehow that book was a 7.75, and it influenced me, Eric. It made me go crazy. So stupid. You're like, why the fuck would you do that? I don't fucking know. I had a problem this week. Did you see that I accidentally uh, published my Wonder Woman? I did. Uh, fucking wait. wait I sat tour. there and saw uh, two people saw it. I'm yep. like, you fucking People idiot. had seen it before. I fucking, like, two <laughs> seconds. And I fucking, I'm like, oh, shit. I accidentally published it at, like, 7.30 that night on I, Tuesday. I was going to ask you on Wednesday. Yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah, that was that was me totally fucking it up. Uh, this book was tremendous. Uh, back, we're still talking about Wonder Woman. I see Jim like the two, but he's about two to three points shy, in my opinion. Yeah, not according to Eric. 
His stealing pile of garbage this week was Supergirl. I'm very sad to say I didn't even read the whole thing. A few pages, oh, and I just couldn't take it. The art was so bad, he says. I know. Uh, it, Except for it, Cyborg Superman. Yeah, it's back and forth. I think we found something worse than Batgirl art, and that's saying something. And the writing, I'm out. That's sad because I love the TV show and love the Adventures of Supergirl series that came out before. But somehow... Or someone had to leave to make room for Marvel's champions, and it ain't gonna be Su- and it ain't gonna be Wonder Woman. So he's dropping Supergirl to make room for champions. Goodbye for think? now, I do it too. Supergirl. Also, I have to a uh, big. Uh, oh, I have to give a big wet disagree towel to America's sweetheart over there. That girl and Birds of Prey was finally, finally not horrible. The art was not horrible. The writing was not horrible. The art was actually almost good. Unbelievable! I, t- I, I said so- it's the best art. I don't know yeah. what he wants to be here. No, you actually, you you said. I think you even said when we talked about it earlier in the podcast because we did that a different day. I think you did say that you might have went a little too low. No, on your I did score. not say that because I, I stick to my. I know I'm sticking to my goddamn. The story that was not the flashback was fucking bullshit. Yeah, we're really doing just, the same goddamn shit we have done five over eight and over again. Harsh, wasn't it a five eight? 5. You gave 8, someone. Yeah. yeah, that's a little harsh. I want so badly for there to be a good background book or two. I'm buying these things over and over, and finally one of them isn't horrible. I give it a B for art and four plus for writing. That's what I don't know says. what that means. I need some help with Detective Comics. You didn't mention this in your review online, so here it is. After the fight is mostly over, the one guy jumps Batman and hits him with the paralysis drug. Actually, I think it's a girl. I it don't understand how this now gives them the upper hand. I mean, with the protective tech having been disabled by Batwing, couldn't Orphan just mop the floor with these guys in like three seconds flat? I love the book as always, but this part made no sense to me. Help me out. I actually... Here's the thing. Um... First off, they they paralyze Batman. The whole thing with the victim syndicate, uh, they don't seem to be wanting to fight. That, that's the number one. They're there to kind of prove what they can do. They're going to yell at their thing. The whole point of that was when that happened, that's when the fear toxin went and the, the police just opened fire and they slipped out. That's all it was. That, it went from one to the next in that progression. And I don't think they had enough time to mop the floor with anyone because they were too worried about people getting caught in the crossfire of that. And blam. even though they were rubber bullets, which made no sense, and there was the blam. And really, this whole issue wasn't going to be about that. It was more of here's who the victim syndicate is. This is their, you know, their plan. They want to be pissed off and this go is on. This secret origin. Yeah, and now we're going to get, you know, some more fights and, and whatnot. But I hate that Reggie was right about Superwoman, but I'm still going to give it a chance. It isn't coming off my list just yet. Now, here's the thing. Reggie might be uh, right on Superwoman this issue. I'm going to point to some other fella that was right from the fucking get-go arguing with two people about this goddamn piece of shit fucking series because it is not good. Uh, you and Reggie at the beginning, you were, you had, I, I was just going to say, you had so high a hopes for it. And I know that, you know, it, what, you were one of those like, hey, it's not perfect, but I, I hope that something happens and I hope that this and that, that is a wreck. Yeah. He says I'm the story you, I gets, didn't think the first issue was garbage. The rest that came after no, that, I just, all bad. It just seemed right away, though. It was like it didn't know what it wanted to be, and, and it was already starting nonsense. Plus, you know, having the thing where you have to have Lois die right away 
kind of seem like a desperate move to get people interested right away, and I, I don't know. The story gets almost good and then bogs down again. It really feels like multiple people are writing each issue. Some pages are great and some just make no sense at all. Anyway, I have more news. I, feel free to bleep out the names involved if you'd like to, but I'm so glad I did some pruning on a different pull list. I dropped two podcasts, and oh my God, life is better now. <laughs> Should I, uh, eh, fucking, um, he says, first I dropped iFanboy. Beep. Oh, my God. I beat the too late, Eric. <laughs> too late. What a, too late. What a silly podcast. They say nothing of value and try to make each other feel smart in the process. That's like the exact opposite of us. We, we say nothing of value Shut and up, try dummy. to see who's dummy. Who's the dummy? Just that sentence. See who's dummy. <laughs> the best thing they had going was that they make up superpowers for the people who donate. That was interesting once or twice until I realized it was the most interesting part of their podcast. Uh, and you know what that means. I'm sure nope. you could do it better anyway. Or maybe that's a segment for a listener. What would my superpower be? Uh, right now it's confusing me. But uh, I don't know. Uh, his superpower, he's very big on making the book of the week and the steaming pile of garbage of the week. So that's a very judgmental. I think that he is just like a uh, the you are the You are the toxic Avenger. Ooh, the toxic Avenger. I was thinking more of the Spectre. Like he is the ultimate judge. The and wrath when he, of God? He is not only – he is – Judge, jury, and executioner, Eric. And you know what? When he's done, he goes, you know what? You just passed the test. I didn't even know I was taking the test. I passed it, Eric. I passed it. I'm too tired to make up superpowers right now. You have a magnetic colon where it only attracts uh, fucking nails and fucking staples. How about that? Is that a good superpower? I thought that was part of the email at first. I had no idea what you were going for. No, I'm just saying that. That's what I'm saying his superpower is. That your superpower is annoying me. And that boy, happens. that superpower is always on. He says, maybe hoping eternal for Batgirl to come back from Burnside. That is, he is very uh, hopeful of Batgirl uh, with that. And actually, he does have the Batgirl. He's, ah, I'd have to think about it. Yeah, I see. Asia has an extension of that The garbage, power of nostalgia. The power to make me love. The power to get to those feels is what he has. The power to make me smile, Eric. Once that was – nobody has that power. Once that was gone, I quickly realized there was another one that needed to go because it didn't have that podcast to be better than. So I got rid of the DC3 cast. The problem with these guys is I almost always disagree with their ratings very strongly. They love the stuff that I hate and vice versa. Y you know what I'm thinking right now don't think i know that podcast oh i don't know it either i have to get it i it, please tell me that it's horrible and i'll i'll listen to it every fucking day besides fucking that their attitude about it just rubs me the wrong way good riddance now there is no there is room for more mmo podcasts to go along with weird science dc3 cast never i i I hope I'm not offending them. I guess I do. I really don't care, actually. But I, I definitely got to look them up now. It's funny. Right now, it's it. I'll fake the funk again, like I did with that oatmeal. Next thing I know, I'm going to be forced to listen to the podcast every day. Yeah. Well, hey, I love you guys. I, do you see them? Do you see anything about them? Do I? Yeah, I, I thought you were up. looking them up. No, oh, no, I thought I wasn't. you said you were. Okay. No. Okay. Well, okay. Long email. I apologize, well, but now. please never forget. Batgirl used to be good. 
Yes, and then he wrote back again. He had a Marvel question. He he is annoyed because he says that he says I just read the Riri Williams issue of Iron Man. It actually wasn't bad. I think I'll read the next one too. That's new Iron Man because you know. Spoiler alert, uh, Tony's dead. But however, one thing was very annoying. In the book, they mentioned that the baddie she's fighting was last defeated by the champions. There have only been two issues of champions so far, and this has not happened. What the hell? Was there some other champions group that I don't know about? Eric, do you know? No, I have no idea. I don't either. Or is this just some nonsense with Marvel's scheduling? I mean, this is the aftermath of an event that won't end till next year already. DC so maybe this cast, is just more of that. DC 3Cast seems to be the podcast of Multiversity Comics uh, website. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, great. I don't know. I barely know. Whatever. I'm confused. And yes, even when I write about Marvel, it is worth noting that Batgirl used to be good. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I didn't read that uh, Iron Man issue, so I really don't even know the baddie that you're talking about, and I, I have no idea. I'd have to look. Brandon, I read a lot no, of Marvel. I gotta, I gotta ask Brandon. I've read Champions, but I, I haven't read a lot of the other books. Only the some of the few ones that I was doing. But yeah. yeah uh, that DC, what is it called? DC three cast. Yeah, they, yeah, the, the number three. Not don't spell out. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he. He has that written there, and they oh, do okay. good. They do good stuff there. Do they? Not good enough. That's he what you him. heard. What's that? No, 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 he dropped him. I didn't hear the oh, do good no. stuff. I, you're, are, are we supposed to badmouth other podcasts here? Is that our thing, huh? Is that? Is it? Sure. Okay. I, I haven't listened to him. I'm going to listen to him this week. I'll, I'll check in with <laughs> him later. I'll tell you. Yeah, I can't really say anything bad or good. But uh, The next uh, email is Toby. Toby says, word up to the Get Fresh crew. Word I totally up. forgot to talk about this on my rant and rave this week, but I promised Eric a story about Kane Hodder. Oh, yeah. Kane Hodder. Picture the scene. It's a busy day at a Comic-Con in my hometown of Milton Keynes. Right. My brother, who has mental disabilities, the legit kind, is desperate for a smoke. So I am trying to guide him through the crowds and get him to an exit. I had hoped to get Kane Hodder's autograph, but he wasn't at his signing table. But as we're moving through the crowd, I hear a walloping whoop, whoop from out of nowhere. Uh, my juggalo instincts kicked in. I was wearing my whoop, whoop. Hatchet Man hockey jersey, and clearly someone had seen and was expecting recognition. I turned around, and motherfucking Kane Hodder stood a few meters away. That's awesome. I had completely forgotten he was a juggalo, yeah. and it was him hollering at me. I turned around and yelled, hey, man, I wanted to see you, but you weren't at your table. And he shouted back, well, come on over now, man. I, I was having lunch. At this point, I realized the crowds had stopped moving and everyone was looking at Kane Hodder, then looking at me, then looking back at him. And you could see on everyone's face that they were trying to comprehend why Kane Hodder was apparently excited to see some fat guy hustling towards <laughs> the exit. He said, come on, bro. Don't leave me hanging. I said, I'll be, I will be right there, bro. I swear. I just got to get my brother a cigarette. And he yelled, don't piss Jason off. And, and right. I said, I'm coming. Just give me five minutes. I'll be over there. And he said, hurry up, juggalo. And I swear to God, people had white whipped out phones at this point were taking videos of this shit. It was all nuts. <laughs> anyway. Awesome. My, my brother got his nicotine fixed. We dashed back inside and I tagged up, tagged up with Kane like we were Marty Janetti and Shawn Michaels. Nice. That's the heartbreak kid, Eric. He signed my Friday the 13th book and my DVD of the documentary film. His name was Jason. Then applied a chokehold on me for a picture, the one Eric didn't know about. He was totally awesome, was rocking <laughs> his custom hatchet man charm with pride. Instead of a hatchet, his wields a machete. 
Anyway, that's my Kane Hodder story. I also have another story where I was in an elevator and Kevin Nash got into it. I basically said nothing. And then when we got to the floor, I blurted out, you were the shit in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use. And he said, what? And I ran away because he was so fucking fresh. But anyways, that's my email for this week. One love, brethren, friends. And they were going to go from there. That's pretty good, Toby. I, I have some weird time i, uh, I got just, kicked in the face by vampiro at a place really um uh, my big things were did i ever tell you when we were almost in a uh in a elevator with jay-z no i never told you that and never. uh we were and this was me and my kids in new york and me tanya and the kids and we were about to get in this whole group of guys came in and next thing you know we basically they really didn't say anything they came into the elevator kind of grabbed me and i mean i'm not saying like they grabbed me and threw me they kind of just kind of escorted me off the elevator without saying much at all and then we saw jay-z go by he got in the elevator they went up and that was that was the whole deal it was funny yeah it was it was very odd but it was like almost like it must work out for him that way because i was kind of in awe like holy shit that's jay-z and i'm just that my kids were pissed they didn't know who jay-z was at that point they were very upset the other thing was the one time i went to wawa at the end of work at my old job i was coming home and went into wawa and donovan mcnab was there the old eagles quarterback Uh, yeah and it was fucking he was humongous like he was so big not even just tall but fucking huge compared to anybody i saw and i'm like you know what until i saw him there on a regular thing i i know you know this story no this was just because when they used to go to lehigh to yeah. do that, that it was like before. No, I don't know how I you never told me this story. Yeah, it just it was just something weird. And Tanya was there, and she was, and this is even before. This is way back. So there, we didn't have like cell phones that took pictures or videos or anything. But we were like all in all. I saw him, and at, at that point, little did I know he was a, an alleged drunk. Eric, I said alleged. Alleged. But yeah, uh, one of my favorite players, and I saw him. I'm like, God damn it, he's big. But yeah, I, I don't know. I have other crazy things. I met the guys from Weezer. Uh, yeah. way back uh and even got to like hang out with them when they were doing a sound check at a show stuff like that you know stupid things and then you know i met the guys from fog hat eric fog hat. fog hat but yeah right now we're gonna go off to christian he has a review of james bond hammerhead number two welcome to the weird science dc comics Dynamite review section where we are going to review a Dynamite comic book. And not necessarily that the book itself is, you know, awesome as in the description Dynamite, more is the fact that it is a book by the company Dynamite. And I am joined today by my buddy Jacob. That's right, his tyranny knows no bounds. I'm here too now. Yep, yep, uh, and I, was, I forgot to introduce myself. This is Christian. Uh, <laughs> this is professional podcasting right here. Um, yep, doing this for Weird Science. Uh, me and my co-host from the podcast Salty Playground are going to be reviewing James Bond Hammerhead Number Two, published by Dynamite Publishing. Do you like Do you like that Dynamite thing I'm doing, Jacob? We have a soundboard. Pull that clip. What clip? Oh, never heard that? What crap? What was that show where that guy would just say dynamite? It's it's older than we are, but uh, I I don't have that clip on here. I have uh, I have this. I'm listening. You know, that's close, but I'm thinking of something different. 
Uh, how about how about uh, how about this? It did not work out for that guy, Christian. I don't know who that is, but he sounds incredible. <laughs> AJ uh, from Good Times, who said dynamite. Good Times? Yeah. Is that a movie or a TV show? It was a TV show. That's what I thought. I thought you, you said movie. It was like, you don't have that clip from that movie? Yeah, it was from 74 to 79. That might have been a little... That that, that might have been a little before our time. By before our, a little bit, I mean 20 years before our time. Almost exactly. <laughs> oh, God, we're horribly young. Um... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Anyway, so we're here to review Hammerhead. We're already going off on tangents. Dear God. Um, so, this is... James Bond, 007 Hammerhead, number two. Written by Andy Diggle. Artist, Luca Casalangidia. Yeah, that's a mouthful of words right there. Uh, colors by Chris Blythe. Letters, Simon Boland. And cover by Francisco... Francavilla. Do you think I pronounced those things right, Jacob? Uh, have them call in and tell us what the correct pronunciation is. You know, the podcast we're doing this for actually is somewhat on people's radar, so maybe they will call in. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, this is... This uh, uh, comic book starts off with, uh, with old Jimmy Bond in the shower getting ready for... Uh, for some light party, and as he does, you know, shaving. It starts with the cover, which it, do- it doesn't actually have a hammerhead shark on it. It got like a great white, and I was I was disappointed already. Well, oh, see, see, you haven't read number what number one, but I have. See, the hammerhead doesn't refer to sharks, Jacob. It refers to this giant, like artillery cannon that launches ICBMs. But does that have a hammerhead? But no, that's called the hammerhead. That's his name. That's his code name. It's like uh, something that it, it honestly looks like something you would build in uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert. That's what it looks like. <laughs> like I said, it's a giant. T- it's a giant artillery tank thing that launches ICBMs. Uh, it's exactly something you would build build in Red Alert. It's re- all, all sorts of ridiculous. Ridiculous. What we do see, Mister Bond, going through his morning ablutions. Did I call it ablutions in the review? I think I did. I think that, I, that's creepy. I'm gonna stop now. <laughs> uh, no, it's, we've we've hung together too long. Anyway, so yeah, he's you know he's showering, shaving, applying the old uh, cologne, getting the collars right, you know, loading his loading his clip, you know, as get, you make, do every morning. Yeah, that's what I do every morning. That's what I, I probably should probably be doing that, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, and we get to see uh, the uh, invitation that he has to the gal- the Hunt Gala at the Blue Pearl Aquarium in Dubai. Gold on black, always classy. A little hard to read parts of it. I mean, I had to like tilt my head and kind of look, squint at it a bit, but you know. That's how you do. Next page. You get to see Bond going into the aquarium. He introduces himself as uh, Bond and goes, I'm expected. Uh, holding the invitation. Yep. And it's when we get to see Victoria again, which we met last issue, of course, who uh, 
works for the company that's developing the titular Hammerhead. He uh, comments on how exquisite she looks. He kind of blows that off, actually. He just goes, eh, look at this party. Well, it's because she is a strong, She's a strong, independent, independent woman. Yes, she doesn't ex- need no man. She don't need no man. Wow, we're, this is going to take us forever to get through this. Uh, yep, she just comments on that. And then, of course, what, what does he do next? What do you think old Jimmy Bond will do as soon as he meets the girl and he's at a party? It's time for James Functional Alcoholic Bond to get a drink. Exactly. And this is... Honestly, he does this in the way of the old Ian Fleming books as opposed to the movies where he's just like, I want a vodka martini shaken, not stirred. This is the old Ian Fleming. I'm going to give you a ridiculous drink request. This is a man who's been there and back again from the land of alcoholism with exactly what he wants. Just like Ian Fleming himself. <laughs> well, he got, he kind of died, so he didn't really come back. But uh, anyway, the only thing missing is, and God help you if you mess this up. <laughs> of course, this being Dubai, uh, Victoria has to comment that normally they wouldn't be able be able to get alcohol because it's illegal there. But she's like, I'm loaded, so this is all good. But it's Dubai, so money matters more. Exactly. And then, then she says, I haven't had anything proper drink except for tea in this country. And then James gets all angry. He's, if you're not drinking alcohol or water, apparently James has little to no time for you. <laughs> he, he doesn't know what to do with you when you like something that's not, you know, just ready to pickle you. And I, I prefer a tall glass of milk. He goes, milk? That thing babies drink? <laughs> except for me. I drink whiskey since I was born. Uh, they teethed, they teethed me on a whiskey, and I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, they, Victoria and him, you know, have some witty repartee, and then they they come in close for the for the smooch, and we get the hilarious "stay away from my daughter" bit, which I I've never seen before. You've never seen that before? Well, not for what happens for the next page. Oh, oh, the part where he's like, I was just totally joshing you? <laughs> Man, yeah, if you want to beg my daughter, go on ahead. <laughs> yeah, he is really oddly comfortable about everything that's happening. I mean, if he knows James Bond, he should know his reputation of, well, I think we all know James's reputation. Well, what's James's reputation? He's very polite. Oh, okay. He respects women immensely. Oh, Okay. I, it's, I, for some reason, I don't know, maybe I had amnesia, but I thought they could have been the opposite, but... <laughs> See, those movies actually get it wrong. In in Ian Fleming's book, he's the politest, most well-to-do man you've ever seen. Have you read Ian Fleming's books? I, I've read the cover. <laughs> I'll, ri- I'll, I'll give written, you... It's written by an Englishman, so I assume I'm correct. It is written by an Englishman who, who was... You know how he was drafted into in to become part of the Navy secret intelligence? Well, not personally. Well, he was drafted because he really wanted to get his hands on a first a first edition of Mein Kampf. They basically went, wait, are you a German spy? He went, no, well, now you're our spy. Can you imagine that enlistment co- conversation? 
So, uh, so, so uh, what do you want to do? Well, like a first edition of Mein Kampf. Nothing? No, no, you don't want to fight for your country? Nothing like that? He's like, nope. Just want that book. Yeah, no, Ian Fleming, uh, oh, first of all, his books are hard to read, but I've read a couple of them, and they are probably the most, they're, they're weird, they're racist, but they're weirdly <laughs> racist, like, in some of the weirdest ways ever, and of course they're misogynist, because, I mean, it's James Bond, they're, that, there's, they, they kept that in the early movies. Uh, any, anyway, so yeah, back, back to this comic book. Uh, they they all they all three talk and they're all they're all having a good jolly good time. All smiley about talking about netism. Well, it's a good thing, you know. When well, yeah, the... sure. It's that since she's competent, but well, that, what I learned from this Jacob is nepotism is always a good thing. Nepotism has never gone wrong for anybody in the history of ever. Yep. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, they, they they start going through the aquarium, and they're and then he's her father, uh, Lord Hunt, reveals that hey, I knew your dad, and he's all like, oh man, I he sold weapons to like the best of them, and now I have to sell to these Arab people. I don't feel too good about that. And she just says, it's it's a it's a line you have to deal with, and she kind of brushes that off too. Yeah, she is. Victoria is the master of brushing things off. She's <laughs> like, don't worry about that. Look look over oh, here. Uh, leave that to me. <laughs> yeah. And as they're talking, what happens? Get to see that fabled red dot. Yep, and then probably my favorite comic book sound effect word ever, I used it, I think, five times in the written review, was Fatoom. Because that is the sound the sniper rifle makes. Uh, it, maybe. It is not the sound... Actually, I don't... Well... Maybe it's the sound a sniper ma- makes when it hits in a giant aquarium. No, because it also makes it say... Oh, we're, well, we'll get... We're getting over a little ahead of ourselves. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, James luckily sees that red dot and is able to grab Hunt before the bullet hits him. And then they hide behind a marble bar because his James's logic is it's made of marble. They can't possibly break through it. And then what happens? They, they break through it like a champ. Yep, right through Lord's Lord Hunt's head, and that's when it also makes another fatum sound. We get the we get her we get Victoria splattering the blood of her father. Yep, you know doing the. You know, the cliche, oh god, well, not oh, she doesn't say oh god, but she just goes, no, no. And then everyone just starts running away as fast as they can because, you know, sniper rifles are going off. You know they run as fast as they can because the sound effect there is the, of course, classic, I.E. I.E. Never heard, I've never heard anyone in a crowd scream that. I don't think I've ever heard anyone scream that in real life, ever. You, of course, you I'm, want... not a, I'm not around a lot of screaming crowds. It, it sounds almost vaguely incriminating. I'm, I'm going to stop. Now. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know how to save myself from what I just... I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think too much on it. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so yep, uh, they're all running away, and that's when James pulls out. I'm going to assume this is his Walther. Because this is 
after, I want to say, it seems like it's the same universe as Ian Fleming, so it's definitely after Dr. No, and Dr. No is when he gets his Beretta turned in and gets a Walther instead from uh, uh, the Major, who eventually becomes Q. Uh, I'm trying to think of his, his... I think he just straight up named him Major Boothroyd after the guy that wrote in and said James Bond would never carry a Beretta because a Beretta is a terrible gun for these reasons. And so Ian Fleming went, you know what, this guy makes perfect sense and wrote that part out and went, and now he has a Walther. Now you live forever. <laughs> yep. And so he takes out his little pistol and is able to snipe that guy in the rafters yeah. with it. That's incredible. Two <laughs> shots and two hits. I don't. I don't. He's wasted as spy. He should be in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. And Bond gets the gold again. Uh, Imagine the showboating he'd do. It'd be incredible, and he'd fit right in with all the sex they have in the Olympic Village. Is it? You know what? I when I read that comic book where James Bond is just an Olympic star. Have they never had him show up at the Olympics to save some sort of threat, and he winds up do, doing the shooting? I want to... Can I write to their estate? Can we make that happen? <clears throat> I want to say that there was a movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was one of the ones with... Oh, now I can't remember his name. And he's always the one that I can't remember. And it's the one that... And it's the one that's... He was in the most James Bond movies. Let's see, there was Sean Connery. Then there was... Oh, the Australian guy. Alright, and you can't type in James Bond at the Olympics without getting all that stuff from the 2012 uh, Summer Games. Yeah, no, I, I'm i pretty sure that that he, that he's been in it. I can't... Maybe it's a spy who loved me. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, we're getting off track again. So yeah, he snipes him, and then goes and collects that guy's rifle, and, me, and knows what rounds they are, of course, because he's James Bond. <laughs> And then Victoria's still freaking out. He's like, we need to get out of here. And James no, responds, no! That first she says, my father's he. Then she brushes that off and moves on. It's because we've already established Victoria is the queen of brushing shit off. Her father had his face exploded in front of her, and she gives it, like, a second's thought. That's because she's got shit to do, like, you know, not die. Anyway, so yeah, she, she says we have to get out of here. James goes, no, that's what they'll be expecting us to do. And then they go off to go deeper inside the aquarium, which I didn't get that part. Did you get that part? I did not. I, arguably, since they're the only two left in the building, yeah, they're easy pickings. Maybe if they'd left earlier with everybody else. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know why staying the, going deeper inside the aquarium is a good idea, but... So yeah, they go and they go through this uh, water tunnel that uh, you know a couple of aquari the newer aquariums have, where you can go inside the aquarium tank, kind of where you're in the tunnel. It's pretty cool stuff. Bunch of sharks everywhere, and that's when from behind them some guy goes Bond, and then tries to hold her hostage, kind of. Yeah, that's a good point. They're in a tunnel. In an aquarium, how did he sneak up on him? And the fact that he did sneak up on him, why did they? Why did he announce himself to them Before and be like, "Hey, shoot <laughs> Victoria and then say Bond"? That's a hell of a better entrance. Oh, 
Or just shoot them both and be like, all right, mission accomplished, let's leave. And then monologue to their corpses. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, yeah, he, he goes, hey, Bond, and then he go, he just starts going, monologuing, you know, her is, uh, Hunt is dead, your mission has failed, give me your access codes to the MI, MI6 mainframe, and I'll let the girl live. And James, of course, goes, no, you won't, and then shoots the, the uh, glass in the tunnel with, the, with his rifle. And then all the water comes gushing in, and then James goes and starts fighting this dude underwater. Because he's a badass. We have... The guy's wearing... I don't know what this outfit this guy's wearing. It kind of looks like the uh, armor from Dead Space a little bit. The engineering armor? It does kind of, actually. Now that you're bringing that up. I don't know if it's supposed to be some sort of scuba suit. I don't think it's... It's kind of... It gives me the vague recollection of like SWAT armor when you have the uh, the bombing visor down. Yeah, that yeah, that could be it. But uh, so of course James grabs him and then he asks where Kraken is, which Jacob, you probably have no clue who that is. That was first issue. They were I, trying. I, I uh, thought James was looking for a sea monster. I thought things have gotten really interesting since I stopped paying attention to James. No, nope. Uh, what happened is James has been. Uh, um, tracking this guy down and he got close to one of the guys that worked for him who then instead of talking decided to kill himself and that's when James was officially taken off that case because M wasn't having any of his shenanigans I think by now they'd realize James Bond is 110% shenanigans yeah he is the most shenanigans so of course uh he asks him where he is, and the guy goes, the cl- this is the classic, I talk and I'm dead. And then James goes, yes, in that order. And then a shark comes by, and he shoves that guy in the shark's mouth, so the shark starts eating him. It's a huge shark, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this is like a Jaws-sized shark, so a shark you'd never see in the wild. It's but- it's honestly incredible to me that they managed to catch it and put it in the aquarium safely. Without it killing everybody in the town they try to get it from? I'd, I'd like to see that issue. <laughs> that was in the uh, previous issue of Jaws. That was that, was that whole arc. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he, the guy is getting chewed up, and he goes, Oh my god, shoot it, get it off me. And James, of course, goes, Give me something I can use. And he gives him a name, and then he goes, Alright. And then leaves and after saying, Bone appetite to the shark. And booking it out there, because that shark is apparently a man-killer. Yep. But James, of course, master of one-liners, did have to give a one-liner. He's given several one- he, he gives several one-liners, like this next one. Where the where Victoria is outside the tank freaking out, and he, she's like, the other man, is he, did you? And then James just comes up and goes, he bit off more than he could chew. Yeah, because she's clearly in the headspace, appropriate to, uh, to appreciate that joke. And also, I have to draw attention to the turtle that's just stuck on its back in this panel. I just not noticed that. Well, of course. It, if if you have fish flopping it... Oh, shit! Ow, God! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> anyway, if you have a bunch of fish flopping around, you gotta have a turtle on its back. Just com- completely uh, helpless, because that's what you do. Anyway, so, yeah, he goes and 
uh, face scans the guy that he shot earlier. And this is when he gets the information that the guy is Rando Markov. And I love the first name because that's how literally how little but how little this character matters. He is a Rando. Do you get the joke? Do you get I the do. joke? I do. <laughs> Place of birth, Yerevan, Armenia. Data gives him the date of birth, his occupation, which is mercenary. Which I didn't know that you could put that on any official forms. Yeah, that's an interesting job application. Uh, what, what's this on your resume? It just says mercenary. It, it, what you do you want me? Specific about what you did during this period of time? Not, not really. Well, I don't <laughs> think I don't think McDonald's is right for you. <laughs> That's a comic book I would read. Ex Black Ops mercenary trying to get a job at McDonald's. Like your your resume just has this huge gap in it. Would you like to talk about that? No. No, I would not. <laughs> That is classified intel. I told you I have to kill you. Well, I don't think I can give you this job. <laughs> I don't think this is the right fit for you. Anyway, so uh, we find out that his uh, last location was Al... Al... You want to you wanna take a stab at that name? Al Harajara? Sure, Al, Al-, Al- Harajara. Al Harajara. In Yemen. It's in Yemen. <laughs> there. This is why they say it's it's Yemen a- after this because that it, that name right there. I don't think even Bond could say that. He's just like you know what. This is Yemen. I'm I'm not gonna deal with this. This is nonsense over here. So of course Victoria goes. I'm cold because she's dripping wet from aquarium water, which probably probably pretty cold actually. Cold and s- salty because they're a shark. So it's. How are their eyes open in the Yeah, no. Uh, James Bond has eyeballs of steel to handle that shit. <laughs> yep. And he comforts her, and then right before, uh, right as he puts her co- his coat on her to warm her up, he goes, she goes, explosive rounds. They use my own, own father's weapons against him. You're going to find that man responsible, are you, James? And you're going to kill him? And if James Bond, of course, just goes, yes. James Bond, cool customer. I honestly don't know if I've ever brought anyone in peacefully. <laughs> that license they gave me to kill, I use it as often as I can. I, I don't have a license to accept surrender. I have to kill everybody. Or else <laughs> or else I'm breaking the law. You know you know that old saying, if you don't use it, you lose it? That's, that applies to my license. To kill. I don't kill it, someone, if I don't kill someone once a mission, they'll say, well, I guess you're all killed out, and I can't let that happen. I'm not suited for desk work, you see. Anyway, so, yeah, after he says yes, she goes, good, I'm going to help. And then we get to see this giant motherfucking jet getting, getting loaded. Yeah. Yeah, they, he says, where are we going, Yemen? He doesn't want to get any more specific than that. No, he does. He says their last location was the safe house in Al Harajara. Because he had to have that name again. She's, of course, dressed in all black with black lipstick, because that's what you do when you're mourning. You dress in the sexiest lipstick possible. You go out with a strange, suave man to go kill somebody. That killed your father. Honestly, she's a civilian. Can James Bond just drag people around on missions like this? 
Well, his mission was kind of to protect her, and she it's more of a she's going and he, he's just going to tag along. I'm pretty sure that's the excuse he's going to give when he gets back. Can you imagine the mission reports he turned in, and then she stuck around and we banged? Well, hey, you, you just skipped around. I mean, that's his every mission. Does, does he tell everybody? He's like, and then I met with the enemy enemy woman, and we had sex, and then she died. Well, okay. The I, enemy, I, wo I woke up, she her buried in gold. Only only the enemy spy, normally, the uh, femme fatale ends up dead, but the good woman, she doesn't end up dead. They end up They end up doing it at the end of the show. Also, do do you think you have to tell like, your handler that you had sex with an enemy agent? I imagine that'd be something they'd need to know. How many medical checkups a year do you think Bond gets because of all the sex he has? I imagine he just gets anti-STD anti treatments by the barrel. He might just have, like, an open prescription wherever when he comes back. <laughs> and you take this cocktail and get on your way. Anyway, so they have a quick conversation, and then of course the last two pa uh, the last two panels leading this page, it goes, "I wouldn't want to take advantage ever the gentleman, but you don't have to be, you know, don't have to be what." And then she takes her sunglasses and goes, "A gentleman," and then they're fucking, fucking on that plane. Actually, it's a different plane. Why were they looking at that plane then? It was just in the airport, and James Bond is secretly a, a uh. Airplane enthusiast. Is is that what's back at uh, his uh, his house where his housekeeper is? That's shit tons of model planes. <laughs> I would love to see that movie. It's just James Bond going meow with his model planes. Just painstakingly spending hours gluing those together. James Bond in model plane. Ooh, I wonder what this one's about. It's just him. Tinker model planes. There's there's one copy left of a rare edition plane. He's gonna kill everyone in his way to get his hands on it. <laughs> anyway, so my yeah. Kid, this, my kid wants this, and he'll be disappointed this Christmas. Bang. Or sir, he'll be too busy mourning his father. I I don't know. I don't write James Bond. That's sad. I know all of my James Bond. I'm I am. A James Bond aficionado. I went on a giant diatribe at the very beginning of my written review about about how much money the first James Bond movie made, as opposed to how much money it cost to make it. It made back 50, it made it back its budget fifty six times over. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen ever again in the, in the history of cinema. Yeah, they made it for one point one million dollars, and it made back like uh, fifty six point something million dollars. Yeah, it was a huge fucking hit. Anyway, then we get to see a scene where this helicopter is over the North Atlantic, and we get these two pilots who are having some some banter about drinking after this is all over. So what do you think is going to happen to them if they're really relaxed and talking about having some drinks? I don't think it's going to end well for them. It's true, it didn't, because, because that's when SRAM, as the uh, audio... It, the written audio is the helicopter gets hit plunges into the ocean and that's when a small little uh underwater yeah submersible thingy yeah submersible drone comes in breaks in there and gets a trident 2d5 
warhead, which is a nuclear warhead. There probably should have been more security than two uh, two guys in a helicopter. Well, well, I don't. Eh. Actually, I don't know the proper procedure for. There's probably a reason I don't know the proper procedure <laughs> for for handling a nuclear warheads. <laughs> I would have missed you, Christian, when they came to take you away. <laughs> After you just exposed those state secrets on a podcast. <laughs> Is it changing this to the WikiLeaks thing? All right. <laughs> anyway, and that's where it leaves off this issue. So, Jacob, well, what were your uh, what were your thoughts on this? Um, it's well, the part, hard part about judging miniseries like this is like it's a piece of a puzzle. It's really hard to accurately review it until the very end, where you can look at everything and how it all connected. You could, or you could just review it as a, this single issue. What do you think about this single issue? Um, I I'd give it a seven. That's fair enough. I, I, I give it an 8, uh, just because, like I said, I'm a James Bond fan, and and if you if people that are going to be listening to this episode of Weird Science, uh, if you are a James Bond fan, I would highly recommend this. If you're not a James Bond fan, uh, m- maybe not, because this, this is very much in the vein of... Yeah, this is almost like if you took a James Bond movie and cut it into 30 seconds. Yeah, but, uh, but like, Sean Connery James Bond, or Sean Connery or uh, Daniel Craig James Bond, because this is not the uh, goofy shenanigans of Roger Moore. That's his name. Finally remembered it. This is not a Roger Moore S. Bond. This is very close to, very close to the Ian Fleming Bond without the, uh, imperialist overtones, and the racism and misogyny. So, yeah, I give it an 8. And I think that's that's everything for this. You have anything to add, Jacob? Uh, I guess I'll be here next week now. Is this yeah. my punishment? This is, this is your punishment for being my friend. It's great. <laughs> Don't... If, if I'd watched Heroes all those years again, years ago, would this be happening right now? Probably. <laughs> yep, uh, next week we're going to be reviewing, uh, uh, we're not going to be doing a Dynamite Division beca- uh, of Weird Science DC Podcast. We're going to be doing an Image Instant of Reborn issue number two, written by uh, Mark Millar and art by Greg Capullo, which I reviewed last month on the podcast and on the website. Um I, w- I would like to review one company enough where I could just keep a thing, but, I mean, because I had to keep coming up with new alliterative names for each different comic book company I review something for. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's it for our Dynamite review. And uh, as... If you want to check uh, our podcast out, Salty Playground, you can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Um, we review TV and movies that have been adapted from comic books and B-movies. Uh, our B-movie review for this week, it looks like 
poll uh, on the poll wise that I put up on Twitter. Uh, Iron Sky is winning out, which is awesome because the fact that you've never seen Iron Sky makes me sad, and that is one of my favorite favorite movies of all time. I mean, it's modern day modern day moon Nazis. How can you not like that movie? Uh, sounds interesting. I, I'm just disappointed that apparently my choices they just don't resonate with our audience. I, I, I picked Snow Beast, which is an amazing name. Maybe maybe next week, probably not, they'll pick your pick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's yeah. Always, there's always hope, little Jacob. Really? Nope. <laughs> uh, anyway, yep. Uh, and you can also find us on, uh, find me on Twitter, at cold underscore Christmas, and then our uh, podcast Twitter, which is Salty Play Pod, and I believe that is everything. I'm tr- oh, and you can email us for our podcast at saltyplayground at gmail.com. And that is everything. So back, we're going to go back to weird, the Weird Science DC Comics podcast where Jim and Eric are going to review more things. And as always, I'd like to thank him for giving, this, giving us this opportunity to do this. And that is everything. Peace out. And we're back. Back with Reggie. Hey, Reggie. Yeah, you like that sledgehammer? I I loved it. Singing singing some sledgehammer. uh, Have you seen (laughs) Peter Gabriel lately? He went from like, you you saw him everywhere and then didn't see him for 10 years. And when I saw him then, I realized why. It's like Phil Collins. He disappeared for a while. And then I realized he aged, you know, 80 years it seemed. Yeah, both of those guys that weren't exactly young bucks when they hit their, no. you know, prime of their music career as well. But yeah, I don't know. I saw Rod Stewart though. That guy was still looking good. Old, but hey, he's, he's <laughs> he sort of looks the same fella. as he's looked for the last thirty years. Yeah, that's in a what, way. Yeah, sort of that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Richards Phil Collins. Actually, way. I say about Phil Collins. Phil Collins looked uh, a lot uh, the same as well. But Peter Gabriel, boy, he he took a turn for the worst. I don't know what's going on with him. He's not. He got, out he got money. He did some good drugs. He's not out doing sledgehammer anymore. You don't see uh-huh. that much. But uh, this is the Reggie section of the podcast, which usually I bitch and moan that it's the best. Be like, oh, Reggie got the best books. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't get that as again this week. I think last no. week we said that, that as well. But this week of the books you're talking with us, because boy, 
I saw that young animal score. Holy moly, are we packing up shop? Is that what's happening? Maybe. Are you, That's are, it. I know. I, you I, have I, the I, Eric rule right. set? I, I said. Did. I went in to work. I said, you see what Reggie gave doing patrol? And Eric's like, nope. I said, we're packing it up. Pack it All up, right. pack it in. We're out. And uh, I, I, these... I didn't have the same rule. Uh, I don't have the same rules yeah, as Eric, but I have to say, I, I definitely did vacillate on that. Like, I couldn't believe I was about to give it a, yeah. I'm not going to yeah, blow exactly. everyone's mind with we the reveal, but as high everybody. a score as I did, but I really liked it that much. Yep. Well, uh, these three books that we're going to talk about before that, because we will lead into that with you and Chris talking those books, those young animal imprint books. Uh, rebirth and not even all <laughs> rebirth books that we're talking about here uh but yeah y- your scores weren't as high i will say no. but we will start with one that is a rebirth book and one that i've been waiting for shit to happen for a while and what is that it's hal jordan and the green lantern Corps number eight r- written by robert vendetti art by ethan van skyver and jason wright with mogo in place at the center of the universe it's finally time for the green lantern Corps to spring into action the whole team rushes over to planet Zudar to rescue them from the mind-controlling space starfish Starro, only to find they've been shrunk and captured by the diabolical hoarder Brainiac. I sure hope the Corps spends the next six issues dicking around in a fucking jar while Hal Jordan pulls himself together from willpower molecules or whatever. Yeah. I'm almost to the point of considering the inclusion of the Green Lantern Corps in the title to be some kind of prank or inside joke. Now, here's the thing. Uh, before we even get into the nitty gritty, I did say I paged through this book uh, when we got it. We got the review copy and I paged through it and I said, you know what, Eric, the first thing, the big reveal is right away. Uh, Hal's ring that he made is searching for him because he is deceased. It says he's dead. Sure is. Um, and I said to Eric that that's a pretty good idea because we have Hal. We've gotten all Hal. Take him away for a couple issues and let's get the core and see what's sure. going on. But you're right. The problem is we may see the core in a bottle uh, going forward. But <laughs> up until then. Trapped. Like, yeah, why did and, you break my whole fucking core? Wait, it doesn't make any sense. Lost, lost army to edge of oblivion yeah. and trapped in a bottle. Yeah. And, even, <laughs> and even so, I will tell you right away, we're not talking scores yet until the end. I did like this issue more. Uh, than what we've gotten in, in the last couple, only because at least some things are happening, and that even if it is ridiculous. Um, just the ring searching for how I think is good. Me and Eric talked about this, that I like that, that it's not really in tune with the whole deal. Hal made that, so it makes sense that when it, it goes deceased, it's, it's it just gonna, only looks for him. It yeah, only it looks yeah. for him. It's not yeah. going to go to anybody else. That is a good a uh, piece of, I don't know if that's continuity, but it's more of logic uh, to me. Although, wouldn't it be funny if, if now it becomes just uh, Hal Jordan's ring, like talking, like a glomer or something, you know, or like, well, you know, my little ring friend. Like it's a kit? Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, exactly. That would be good. Well, Eric's hoping that Hal becomes like a poltergeist. He well, wants that. When, when, when Hal exploded at the end of last issue, taking out Sinestro, Lissa Drac, and Warworld with him, I'm thinking that like he became pure will. So why wouldn't he be p- become part of the power battery on Mogo? So the first person we see charge up the ring is Guy Gardner. It's Guy Gardner. So he starts haunting Guy Gardner through his ring, almost like Carol Ann and Poltergeist through the TV. That's what we were actually hoping for. But I now that you mentioned Kit, I think I want it as Kit, but I also <laughs> want him to uh, take everything literally like a robot. So yeah. when they're like, let's kick it. 
uh, Hal, and the ring's like, I do not have legs. Like, yeah, shit like go. that. That's, small it's small wonder. wonder. Yeah, it's small wonder now. So all of a sudden, yeah. Hal becomes Darlene? Yeah, and Hal, no, Hal's small wonder is all I want. And Darlene, all of those, I would I would think that's funny. It makes no goddamn sense. Uh, I also but it want to be say beady beady a lot. Just I want to throw beady beady beady. Ooh la la, Buck. That, that's what it'll say. And then go beep up boop. But yeah, uh, the, the other issue uh, that I have with this issue is that we are on, what, issue eight, and we're getting a lot of recap as well. We, we keep being so told. So much yeah, goddamn it's recap. So it's like odd. four pages, five yep. pages. Yeah, by now. Like, oh, forget and, having had yeah. to read the previous seven issues. Who gives yeah. a shit? You can jump you know, in right here. By you now, Robert. You guys might think I'm crazy for this. We do get a lot of exposition in this, trying to catch everybody up. I don't think there was enough for every situation we had going on. Like, John Stewart's been gone for a long time. The entire Green Lantern Corps has been gone for a long time. They should have been, like, given way more time to get caught up on everything that's been going yeah, down. But, like, but that's the thing. that We we don't need that, though. You, you always say this, like, we what you want to sit there and read 10 pages of John Stewart being caught well, up on things. You, that doesn't make a good issue. Yeah, John just Stewart, take him into the back room and be like, yeah. I'm going to tell you what happened. I understand that. It's dot. just from everything we were given in this, John Stewart barely uh, reacted to Hal's death at all. And it yeah. kind of bothered me. Yeah, but still, you just have to move forward. It, again, if if they're going to do anything, they should, you know, hey, let's go to the back room and I'll explain it to you. And if they explain everything to him, then it's going to be even worse. Because oh, even the stuff with the Yellow Lantern Corps... We we know this. We heard last issue they explained it to and everybody they run into they explain the same goddamn thing. I'm I'm sick of it. I am and so even, sick even of it. Even when even when Killog lets it out that fine finally that like he was in on the plot where Al Jordan took all the hate that the Green Lantern Corps and put it on himself became the renegade. Yeah. Uh, John Stewart barely wrecked. Nobody fucking reacted. It seemed like I'm like no, come on because I don't even. And even then, I uh, it it was nonsense to me. And really, when it, when Kilowog says that, Kilowog says, "Hey, he took the weight for everything. The universe hated about the core. Let the blame fall on him." Uh, me and you and Reggie were like, "Okay, I get it. We know we can move on." And yeah, other people. I, that is something that I do not think Robert Van Diddy and DC even care for anybody to know because they. I, I don't think saying. they're going to center on it. I don't think they're going to matter. You know, like, no, yeah. I don't think it matters at all. And the people who are jumping on this book, all you're going to do is confuse them even more. I think that was a line that was thrown out just so the three of us and you know yeah. whoever else was reading are like, okay, you know what, it's still in continuity. But the other stuff, like, like I said, the stuff that's important is the stuff now we've gotten uh, told to us seven times now in eight issues. Well, and at least they didn't talk ridiculous. again about how Jordan, his dad, was a fighter pilot and he was trained by yeah. Sinestro. Well, that, no, so that'll least, be when he comes back. At least we didn't get that again. When he comes back, we'll have that. But yeah, even uh, with the whole uh, thing Hey, remember, is, guys, Sinestro was my uh, mentor and then I turned yes. on him. Yeah, like last issue, that's all we got. We got mm-hmm. all of Sinestro and Hal. That's all being, we had you know, for that seven back issues. Issue. And then this issue, uh, I think that what they're really pushing is that Jon Stewart is the leader and he's going to lead them he's and the off leader. we go. But it, it just – you get a little the, – the stuff that I like, there's some big moments here that I do like. But again, we get the whole thing. We actually get a recap of last issue. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Like this does seem like they want this to be a jumping on point. For new readers, but yet you're only on issue eight, and most people were jumping on at Rebirth, so I, it really did seem ridiculous in a book that hasn't been moving forward at all. 
And then what I thought was funny was just they're there where we finally have the core and then they just have uh, one planet being invaded. Off they all go. It's like all of a sudden that's the biggest emergency that's ever happened in the universe that ever, you know, what was. And it didn't even seem like it was something like that. John Stewart tries to kind of push it as, a, oh, we're going to go off and this is our chance to show that we are back. And, the you know, the universe is going to – I don't know that this is a universal thing. Now it ends up being Starro at one point and then Brainiac. So it does kind of make – That's know, a big it, deal, yeah. It ends up being yeah. a big deal. But they don't know that at this time. They just go – this is the also, way Also, sending your entire – I mean, I understand that's, the Green yeah. Lantern core is diminished. But it's really a bad strategical thing. Yeah, it's thing. a bad you, idea. You know, like, that's bad move. You know, yeah. at least leave, I don't know, five people back on Mogo or something. Yeah. Or, and, and I mean, I guess Mogo's like, there. They're so. going to leave yeah, the Yellow Lanterns. They're going to leave the Yellow Lanterns there, and it's just like, Yelp, we'll leave you here. We're going to trust you not do anything, but Mogo will be there to make sure. And it's just like, really? Like you said, it's the whole core going off after the whole core was stuck in a whatever alternate universe whatever you would the call universe it. that existed before our yeah own. yeah uh, uh, it's just ridiculous to have all of them go seven off issues traveling you know what i mean yeah. it's like yeah, let, let these people chill out you know check their emails yeah. but they kick their legs up you yeah. know maybe no go back to their home planets go back to their goddamn sectors and that see what's going on but yeah they go off and it's starro and it's a big deal and yeah starro is we, we've got this week 200 percent more Starro yeah. than we've ever had in, in the, since before the new 52. But yeah, they go off and it is Starro and it's pretty cool. But the problem to me is it, you don't even get a chance to relax in the Starro deal because the Yellow Lantern shop Starro disappears. They want to know why, and it's that Brainiac as you know the the great collector. Brainiac 2.0. Yeah, the, and the Grand Collector will be pleased. So there's somebody else involved uh, who's the Grand Collector. And That's Brainiac uh, Alpha. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I actually think it might be something shit, a little different. Jim. But I know. Oh, I actually think it's going to be some other big reveal. It's, but yeah, they, they're collecting things. They collected Starro, and now they have the Green Lantern Corps. And Whoops. what the heck is that? Oh, that's just a, a vital His rotary call. phone is ringing. Dude, that's yeah, what it sounded like, fun. a rotary phone. There that's you right. Ring, but yeah, uh, you have all that. So then uh, the Green Lantern Court disappears. And, and you did see, like like you said, it even has a, that uh, Brainiac oh, yeah. slash Convergence look. I'm like, oh, no, they're, yep. in, the, they're in the domes. The I'm telling you, I did not going. need that. I had, like, PTSD flashbacks oh, my God. when I saw that goddamn I, Man ship's like, oh, probably no. dancing a that fucking That we were just going to move past that, you know, yeah. like, just forget about it and, you yep. know, for, forgive and forget. I tell but us. No, there uh, we go. Manship right. got his. Yeah, uh, I'm saying Manship's dancing back. a goddamn jig right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they show, they reveal it's Brainiac, and then you go to knock. Well, see, uh, not, even just, not even just Brainiac. It is the Brainiac that we got after the Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is kind yeah. of cool. That I redone like, that. like like robot Brainiac. I'm like, that's kind yeah. of cool to see. I like having him back. Yeah, uh, the ring goes to knock, and that's where uh, Ganthan inside uh, or is it uh, Sade, right? It's Sade and Ganthan. I always yeah. say yeah. it wrong. I always say, like, side. But, yeah, it's Sade and Ganthan. Ganthan's like, oh, it's time. Our exile's over. It's time we get going, bitches. And, and that uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, it's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, at least that's talking that's about. Like, all right, we're seeding something. Yeah. So, so Hal's, is Hal just going to save the day, though? Like, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I don't know. It's just going to be like Hal sweeps in and again saves the day while the Green Lantern Corps sits around in a jar. Also, yeah. three... Three things, most of them pretty small. Okay, so Starro was just to lure them yes. to the planet, I would assume. Yeah, but yeah when they, he wanted when, to collect when the Starro disappears, 
all the inhabitants are still have Staros. Yeah, they still. Yes. What's weird though, if which is you not think a bit. That, so we can, we can just like, say that maybe Brainiac has those mind control things, and he. Well, he it's weird. Like you say that that Staros there to lure them in. So do you think that Brainiac let Starro go onto the planet and then oh, collected yeah, he, him again? Yeah, we see that when we see Brainiac, see uh, Starro in the jar there. Yeah, I say he's in the jar, but I don't know that they actually, like, it was set up that he let Starro out and then collected him again. Maybe, I just, maybe he collected them both at the same time. I think time, that's yeah. what happened. I think Starro was just attacking maybe. the planet, right, and they showed sense. up, I mean, and then was, he, he was, was just, collected. Because I, I believe that Starro was there as a ruse to bring the Green Lanterns in to collect them. Yeah, but it'd be weird to let, to, like, you have Starro and let him go. To collect them again to grab the Green Lanterns. I just think I mean, was, wouldn't, I think wouldn't Starro might control them. citizens uh, lessen the value of the collected item? You know what I mean? Like unless he wanted a bunch that. of Starro controlled citizens. Yeah, again I think, though, I even think a that, CGC would probably grade that like a that's three. That's right. Then. But <laughs> even so, they show there's so many things that he has collected already. I don't know why he would have just picked Starro. Anything seemed to be an invasion, and they would have gone. I just think it happened to be that the planet was being attacked i think he was probably collecting starro and then the green lantern Corps just happened to show up and he's like holy yeah, crap was I like, got, hey, you know, yo, two for one take that too today yeah. you know uh, yeah, I, that, that's we, fine that was just a little we, bit that nagged me when we talk when he talks about it though it seems like he's only about capturing the green lanterns yeah i'm saying because i think that we he already has starro in the the bot he might have you know it, we're only seeing what with this last bit i think he's collecting everything i think starro's part of it because he's right there like i said it would be weird starro you know What's what I mean? That? that might be his eighth Starro, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I got, I got doubles, I got triples. So yeah, he's he uses got triples them to of it. Yeah, I, just, I, I got just the, the idea that maybe that just was the worst time for the Green Lantern Corps to decide to, uh, to go to a planet. Uh, before that, I actually thought with the Yellow Lanterns, I thought it was kind of pushing, and maybe it still is in the book, kind of pushing to like a new Guardians type book, which I would like to see that. In the solicits, it seems that Kyle Rayner is going to show up soon. Yeah. And he may even be the one who saves the day right here. Damn and, right. Uh, goes to as get long hell, as but... the Green Lantern Corps can't save themselves, that's the yeah. important part. <laughs> that's, just sit around in a fucking jar the whole time. Well, the other the one thing, thing I want to mention, I... though, is that Steg is in this issue, which is something that pleases me personally yeah. on, a, on a great level. Uh, uh, I... You don't see him all the time, but I was glad he got like, a couple yeah. of speakers. I, I actually, uh, what does it say? There's uh, 411 of them, and I yeah. don't know if that's going to include some of the yellow lanterns that showed up as well, what they're calling out, but the way, at least we have a number as well, uh, because they've been calling out like we've we've been depleted and all this, but I, I did like that. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I want to say that it does include the yellow lanterns as well, because I could have sworn the number was in the 300s before yeah, we talked it, about the green lanterns. It's weird to say that because right. they really do spell that out as the green lantern core, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. He, he doesn't know that he's got yellow well, like in there. The other uh, thing that, well, sorry, go ahead, Eric. No, okay, it's just a, one other little nitpick I have is just we have, Sorenek has been, you know, the rest of the core has been off in this universe that existed before our own. Sorenek and the rest of the green lanterns, they have been close friends for years. This like John comes off and was disgusted when he sees. I know father's he's so name. mad. I don't know why. It's like calm down, dude. You, she was, you know, she was a yellow lantern at one time before too. Yeah. You know, just but that was while, even so. even last issue. He was pissed off still last issue. It seemed it, 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 it's the whole thing, and it, I don't know. I, he's pissed. I mean, off. they, they worked mad. together before theoretically. I mean, I don't know how much of continuity they're putting in, but you know, it's not like it's the first time that the Green Lantern. I'm saying all of Jeff John stuff is canon. Yeah, That's I, what I would I'm think, just saying. Right? That, but, this is the same though. If you're, you have guys who are, you know, sports. They go and they free agent. They go to another team. 
The team hates them then. They're best friends. It, right? they, I mean, it, it happens in, in the NBA like, this year, the freaking tonight, actually, as we record. Dwayne Wade uh, is on Chicago. He's playing Miami Heat. They all fucking hate him now. They hate his guts. I, I think that's what it is. He, he feels yeah, like, well, you know, the you only civil him. one was Ayolande, which I really enjoyed their yeah. interactions. But yeah. like John just came up like he just didn't seem like himself here. You know, he does have the weight of the universe on since he is core leader now and they just got back and they don't even have long range communications, but yeah. he just came off odd to me. Like here's a I'm good friend you, of yours. So you're going to treat her like shit right off the bat. I think that yeah. this is what we don't realize. This is one of the first big things we have of John Stewart uh, since rebirth, like really had him act like anything. I think this is the way they're going. I think he is being pushed as a no-nonsense guy with the hard ass emotions back, a hard ass who's just going to do what they have to do, and you're going to go from here because really these first issues when these guys are getting their first like you know big parts and being able to do this, it is going to probably show you what they're going to be going forward. Again, maybe it's pushing. Maybe we're going to see John Stewart die. Like they wanted to before in the new Fifty Two, and maybe they maybe. want us to hate his fucking guts so that we maybe. don't get pissed off. I don't know. It's it just the blow. to me, it's just to me that if if I would sit there and thought, think to myself about how I would justify it, I would just just that John thinks he's a failure. He got the whole court disappeared. They have come out, but he doesn't know what's going on, and now he's doing it a different way, and and he's going to go. But really. In the, the DCYOU and the Lost Army book and the Edge of Oblivion, we had so much of that shit with him with his flashbacks to when he was in Yeah, the, but that was just in Lost Army. It never it really went nonsense. anywhere. That's what I'm saying. It's nonsense. So I think that this is them going like, okay, when we – and the, these characters, we have to get a clear-cut vision of what they are. I think Jon Stewart is a no-nonsense guy who's going to lead, and he's not going to be friends with anyone. I don't think or out of cares. all the, it's 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 weird too because out of all the like the four original Earth Lanterns, John was always the one who really didn't have a lot of characteristic in yeah. my mind. Like yeah, he was a Marine, he was a uh, engineer, but besides that, like he was the guy he who was could an just architect. like oh yeah, yeah architect yeah, yeah. engineer, Bob's yeah, he always did the architect thing, but because that's how he built his constructs. But like guy had a definite voice, you know. Kyle was a young one, he was an artist, like he had all this stuff going on for him. How Jordan ever knows the uh, the greatest Green Lantern of all time. And John, this was always that other guy. I just yeah, I I think that they're gonna push him as a like again. You're you're the leader. He's a marine. Uh, he's seen people die. When Hal Jordan dies, he, he doesn't have time to sit there and and get upset about it. He's like, okay, fuck it, let's move on. You got to move on. You can't just sit there. You know. Then you have guy who's there against that. Nah, he's he, there's no way he's dead. Like you have guy there to be the the emotion guy, and even then he's just like, you know, fuck that. I don't believe it. I really yeah. think that John is being pushed as just the straightforward leader who uh, can't care about anyone, and he's not going to be friends oh, with anyone you, anymore. And then saw that early that. on in like you know the green lantern core of the new 52 when he had to kill you know a fellow lantern to keep yeah, him yeah. talking like he's the guy who needs to get shit done no matter what no he's but the like, no-nonsense police captain and and hal is the you know uh crazy guy with the you know his techniques yeah, get results and the guy, guy is, is his partner you know we, it's basically a buddy cop situation. oh yeah 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 i think they're really pushing that but uh i did like the art Thought the art, oh, yeah. the, art really good. the coloring, I thought too, it was especially yeah. especially the coloring in space, those nebulas. The one, the other, the third thing that just bothered me, and it might not mean anything, it might be playing out later, but for all the exposition explanation they had, no one mentioned that there's a whole bunch of Sinestro Court members that evacuated before Sinestro and Hal. They're out there yeah. somewhere. Oh yeah, well They're, this is this is like, what this, happens. This I've heard important yeah. stuff. 
I've heard other other uh, podcasts even talking of this. I said, Derek, that a lot of these other podcasts are assuming this is the whole Yellow Lantern, the whole Sinestro Corps has joined them. It's not. It's just oh, this, there's a whole you know, bunch of other it's not that many. They've... It's just the ones that it had said like, no, this is bullshit. I don't agree with how Sinestro is going about this. And when the chance comes up, we're going to go off and, and do our own deal and join up with the Green Lantern Corps. But uh, yeah, they, a lot of people we got a bunch are, of baddies still out there. Well, and the way it's like you said, that's it's a bad thing that it kind of leads the people to believe that that's the case. That there isn't this other real, you know, these are the rebels. There's actually the Sinestro Corps is still out there in a big amounts, and yeah. you have these couple, uh, you know, this this uh, sect that, like that about a dozen, broke maybe apart. Or 20 yeah, it's not maybe. that many. So, yeah, there are a big thing out there, and we'll see what goes on with them. But what did you give it, Reggie? I gave it a 6 out of 10, partly because I'm gun-shy from having hated the last arc. But I also thought it was pretty late. Too much too much recap, which took up a full third of the issue. And the prospect of the Green Lantern Corps being trapped by Brainiac indefinitely really annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, I, I like the art a lot. I like that. I, I actually even like It's weird. I saw Starro. And that seems so cool, but then what happens yeah. with it, like I said, it kind of throws that out. Ganthic coming back is, is huge to me. I really yeah. like uh, Hal's ring. Uh, I like the fact, even though we know it's not true, I like the fact that they're like, okay, he's dead. And they even say, I don't know what happened to Sinestro as well. I'm interested in seeing that. The Brainiac stuff and just seeing Convergence uh, kind of thrown in our face again. That threw me off big time. That annoyed and, me, just the idea that that might be a thing. What I, I would Jeez. like to have had, I would have liked to have had an arc. This seems like this is going too quick from the core just finding their way back to the universe, not really doing anything. And, and even like what Eric said about Jon Stewart, I would have liked to have had a issue where they kind of regrouped. And then yeah. maybe a two-issue arc of them doing something, like saving something, getting the universe back on their side a bit before this happens, before they are captured by Brainiac. It's like they, they can't catch a break. And are they awful? Is this the point? Because, like you said, John Stewart is there as this hard-ass guy, but yet makes one of the worst tactical decisions there ever would be. Now, the one thing that he did spell out Mogo fully like how he is so i, I would assume oh, yeah. mogo is going to save them because he really did make sure everybody realizes that mogo is his own you know he is a green lantern and i thought that was a way to kind of like wink wink mogo is going to save the day uh coming up but really you went from multiple issues uh fucking too many issues of, of the core being lost and not doing it we never got to see them do anything still and yeah that threw me off but i'd still give it probably I don't know. I'd like to have maybe a seven, a six, five, seven. I'm going to go seven because I really like the art and I like Ganthet and stuff. What would you give it there? See, I like all the reveals. Even though I had a bunch of nitpicks throughout the issue, I like all the reveals you got. Like, I'm telling you, they amped it up for me each time. When we go off, we see Starro. I'm like, holy fuck, Starro. This is going to yeah, be awesome. Yeah. And then he gets taken away, and then I see, realize, holy shit, Brainiac. And not only Brainiac, but you're giving me a little flavor from the friggin' 80s. I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool, too. We got this old Brainiac. And, and, and possibly... really, you even say that because Convergence is a big reveal. Like, that, yeah. it was like that Convergence. Not that this is Convergence, but that was a pretty big reveal as well. Yeah, yeah what just, the bottle thing, I'm telling you, the, the Convergence thing, I don't even want to think about. It's I'm like, crazy. no, never again. But... I'm done with this. But I like Brainiac. I want to see Brainiac be a good big threat again like he used to be. Wait, like He almost came off like a joke even early on in the New 52 because, oh, now everybody has superpowers because of Brainiac. And, oh, he's gone now. It just it never felt re- good to me. I don't know. Um, but I also I look forward to the freaking uh, Ganthet and Sade coming back. We yeah, haven't seen yeah. them since Green Lantern's number 20. 
And yeah, it's been a long I want to see Kyle Rayner come to the series. I'm just getting like excited for what's to come. This issue looked great. I like the reveals, and I like that we're finally doing something with our Green Lantern core, even if they get trapped right away, which fucking blows. But I would probably give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would give. Uh, the next book, though, uh, speaking of engineers, yeah. uh, the next book, I really uh, – I, is it bad to say that I'd God like damn. to get it and wipe my ass with it? Uh, if, even, even if I didn't have – just I'm not going to let that just paper want... hurt me any more than this story did. It, yeah, you don't want you don't want to wipe a dry ass with a comic. I'm telling you, really you I want to. Kind of I want to because I want one more reason to be pissed off at this book, so I could fucking be just. This is a book. Now we are talking about Superwoman. I'll just say this is a book that we have said since the beginning that we would have dropped if we weren't doing this podcast at oh, the yeah. site. Uh, really, Reggie. I you are now you are uh, you can get combat pay just like me with Justice League <laughs> because I think this book is worse than Justice League because at least Justice League is nonsense, but it's nonsense that I can wrap my head around the nonsense that I can and follow. Yeah, and it's like okay, you know, you're a bad storyteller, Brian. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this book. It's like let's. Get a pile of shit and clean it up by adding another pile of shit on it because this book yeah. is full of nonsense. But yeah, go with your blur. I, I, I keep oh calling this book a ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's the opposite of decompressed. But the book we mean here is Superwoman number four, written by Phil Jimenez, art by Emanuela Lupacino, Ray McCarthy, and High Five. It's tough to be an electrical engineer, journalist, farmer in today's fast paced world. And even tougher if you've got weird lightning powers that are killing you with every use. Lana Lang has her hands full, but with the help of her boyfriend Steele, his niece Natasha, and her best friend, a ghost named Lois Lane, she just might make it a magnificent metropolis city. It's Lana and the Ghost airing Sundays at 9 p.m. on <laughs> WSTV. Oh in Metropolis, God. it pays to have friends in haunted places. WPIX. Yeah. <laughs> picks, picks. Oh my god! Well, I, I think my blurb is actually about three times better than the comic. Better than the, the thing. At the end, like, you wow, should you should add goes. seventeen characters that make no sense at the end, and then it'll be very accurate to it. Yeah, it starts off with. You don't like Tracy Thirteen? Where the hell did she come from? Who the hell is don't know. What the fuck are you doing no, with Tracy we, Thirteen here? We were talking earlier before we started, and we were talking about the next book, which is Gotham Academy. Uh, and Eric's like, "Yeah, you know what? I got into Gotham Academy, and it seemed like I was missing an issue. I started reading this. I thought I missed ten. I really was like, what just happened? Did I get mind wiped? That that it we, really is. We, the storytelling in this is very poor. And I'm, very I'm not poor. Down to the plotting, the layouts. I mean, there's nothing. I have no real problems with the panel layouts and the art isn't no that's you know, that's pretty good I, actually. I, feel, I feel like there are too many i feel like there are so many talking heads in this and so yeah. many times that lupacino had to render faces that yeah. some of them are off but considering so it's like it's like one of 20 are off so right. it's pretty yeah. good it's pretty it's good, good you know but i like every the panel is just someone's fucking face and nine word balloons it's yeah. ridiculous oh my god and I, how I, many I, characters are we going to get introduced to in this goddamn issue yeah and not even really be introduced because you don't yeah. and really the, the thing drop. that i'm telling i could not get over the fact that we have what eight 
eight to nine pages of Lana and Lois talking, and we'll get to that, but it transitions that it's not even happening, and she's in Metrop. Where? What are people around her thinking? Because they kind of were like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I, I don't even yeah. know what's going on. It, she's Is this just in her head? Because she does say stuff, and she says at the end, like, oh, that'd be a good headline. And that's what, hey, uh, Aunt Lana, what's a good headline? Who are you I, talking you know to? What? I'm honest, I read this right before we got on. For some reason, I'm telling you. You thought it, she was in Kansas at that point, right? No, and, at that point, I, I really thought she was in Smallville. And I yeah, thought that's she was what I'm thinking saying. back. But no, it, she is fucking insane. I'm telling you, yeah. I had no... She's insane. Describe this fucking story. So she's insane. What about everybody in in Bibbo's bar that have oh to be sitting God. there while she's acting out? What's going on? Because she definitely says at the end, like that'd be a good headline. Because uh, Natasha's like, oh, what what would be a good headline? Oh, nothing. Never mind. I was thinking I out loud. To thinking think to myself, out loud. Like, how did they get to goddamn Metropolis yeah. from Can- from Smallville that fast? And what's happening is Lana thinks that she's back in Smallville. She's at her farm. She's oh, you know what? And I'm an engineer, and I'm here, and I was also Superwoman. But oh my God, there's Lois Lane. Lois, what are you doing? Oh, you're a fake. Oh my God, what's going on? Put yeah, right and her, her reaction to finding out that Lois is fake is to fucking unleash the uh, you know demonic electrical fury. Yeah. It's like, is that really yeah. the best? Like, what is wrong yeah. with you? And, and she goes from th- she goes from Style thinking that it's like pre Flashpoint. Uh, Lois to thinking that it's uh, bizarre s and uh, it, nothing. And you makes know what pissed sense. me off? Actually, I'll tell you, I, I loved it and it pissed me off. Was they have that caption that's like, "Check out Action Comics number yeah. da 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 da." But now, having read the issue, we know that it's not that Lois Lane. So who no. gives a shit? Like it's it's, yeah. it's pointless to even reference that. Comic. They had a dude. They had a bunch of fucking editors' notes here telling oh, you yeah. to see this, yeah. except for those parts where I had no idea what was going there on. Where they introduced parts, characters. Yeah. They could have used an editor's note at least in one or two parts, but but I did like it. It was sort of a callback to like '80s comics, like. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. So, to me nowadays, I, I think I've even said this to Eric at some point. If you have more than two editor's notes, to me, it, you are yeah, not wrong. telling a good story. You're, yeah, you're yeah, not because you're you're going and referencing shit that you know people probably don't remember that you have to call that out. And boy. It's a mess, and, and Lana and Natasha. Now this one and, referencing action comics though is actually pointless because because the, yeah, these Lois are not the same. Yeah. So who cares what the fuck yeah. happened to that? Then comic. you have you know Lana met the other Lois Lane in Superman. You have even before see a uh, fucking Superwoman yeah. Rebirth. It's all of this Superwoman number one. You have all of these callouts. And like you said, all of a sudden you get things and you're like, where's the call out here? Because I don't understand half of the stuff. Lana and Natasha and Steele are in Bibbo's bar where you're getting Ace of Clubs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and you're getting, they're watching the news and shit about Lex and everybody is against Lex. All of a sudden they're really pushing this whole thing about Lex and, and Lena and that Lex isn't our Superman. And it just, this book, from the beginning, I said, had no direction, and you didn't even know what the hell they were trying to get at with some of the stuff. And this issue makes it even worse because you add a trillion other characters. Hey, well, do, hey do you Jim, think, what? have you met Bibbo's daughter, Joshy? Yeah, Joshy. And, and her fiance, Dan? Yeah, Dan and Joshy. And, and, and uh, Joshy, she doesn't like Lex. Uh, that, what the hell do I care? No, uh, well, just, I, I'm waiting for Superwoman to become one of a uh, honorary Sapphire Angel. 
What is yeah. that? Yeah. Who the hell are these I people? don't know. Like, where, where, what's going on? Well, they want to make uh, her an honorary sapphire angel. Okay, who are you? Yeah. You, now, uh, tell me, too, that, that page where we got, were introduced to Joshi and Dan, they're kind of. Now, if you look at the, the panel above that, does it look like Clark Kent is also in this bar? Yeah, it does. It looks like he's sitting there with some lady, uh, you know, drinking it up. But, yeah, that was probably just a, uh, I look, a bad I look choice. At him like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, yeah, go on, Reggie. You tell me what the fuck happened because this is your book. I, I don't know what's going on because it's all a mess. Sapphire Angel! Sapphire Angel. Are, and fucking uh, Lana and Steele, Lana and John have the longest whispered conversation. Like, yeah. you know when people. <laughs> You know when people do that when they just whisper and you're just like, dude, if you have to whisper more than two or three sentences, yeah, yeah just go somewhere gotta, and talk. We gotta go somewhere and talk. Yeah, this is right, really go I somewhere see else. Each other. Come on. Um, and it's like the, the like you said, it's so long and it's pretty important things. Like, yeah, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Well, I mean, basically, I mean, basically, I think what it establishes is that uh, Lana has some sympathy for or empathy for Luthor because, you know, yeah. she knows that something's happened. She thinks Mercy's at the bottom of it. You know, we know that Luthor is being held in yeah. a well, we'll find out in a minute what and, we think is he's held in a sub basement with his legs yes. useless. The but. other thing that I think this is, is that because everybody's, you know, yelling about Lex, even the Sapphire Angels think that Luther's useless and I think this is a call out kind of making uh, Lana right because she was wrong about freaking Atomic Skull last issue remember when Atomic Skull's like oh I'm being mistreated and Lana was like I don't care he she was a real bitch about it I think this is getting back to her being like a trusting person or whatever and she's right Lex as far as we know uh, is pretty good, but th- this bar scene, I'm looking, then all of a sudden, you, you get freaking uh, the Legend. jailbreakers, and you get uh, Natasha's dad, and uh, what yeah. the fuck is going on? I just want you to uh, stop for a second. There's a panel here that bothered me the entire show. It says, hey, uh, T, now that things are settled down, I was thinking we could connect this week. Just a minute, Letty. Damn it, Clay. My- yep. There, what? Who is Letty? What is who going on here? People? Yeah, what is happening? Well, yeah, well, it okay, seems I got like Letty is trying I, I, to distract Natasha from the TV. He doesn't want yeah, her to see her yeah, father. Yeah. But okay, who is she? What is happening? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it didn't even seem like this would be something like they're at Biba. They're at the Aces. Why are all these people like everybody they know are there? Where everybody and, knows. Well, 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 yeah, really, everybody knows their name. But yeah, then you get except for uh, Eric. Yeah. Not a big you get Clay on the thing, and he's yelling. Like, I know that usually when you have escaped prisoners, you allow them to yell into the, the fucking yeah. mic when they're being Everyone taken away. FaceTime, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works on the news. You yeah, know, and it's like, one. then, I mean, I'm telling you, it went from like one thing to the other so quickly without any explanation of any bit. Then people are just yelling, like, he's your father, Nat. Not anymore. I'm worried about Tracy. I'm like, who the fuck's who? Tracy? Yeah, what is going on? I'm in a cuckoo clock. What is going on? You have Letty, Clay, Tracy. I know Natasha. But then you got, oh my God, Josh. Sapphire Angels, Dan, Sapphire Angels. This here. is like four four pages yeah. where we have no clue of any of these fucking people in a book that's already too overcrowded with fucking yeah. people that we don't know. I think, oh my write, I think we should write you in. Just like oh, should, I think I am. Well, you, then, you're sitting you know, there, you order fries. You're like, I'm just uh, my there. name is Jim. 
You hear yeah. me in the background complaining that I don't know how to read the menu or something. Oh, that, <laughs> there's that Jim again. And then yeah. there's Eric there. You see him just in the corner smoking yeah. like a badass. Boosh. Yes. But know. they would have to say his name. Everybody gets names. So That's then, all. They'd be like, what do you think, Eric? Boosh. Have Eric. another Boosh. Eric? Yeah, no. Boosh. And like, oh, hey, Reginald Drinkwater. You're like, oh, uh, I got to go and exercise on the cosmic treadmill. Off Eric. you go. It's everybody's name. But it gets even worse because then you have Natasha and we're getting names thrown at us out of nowhere and then Steele has to use this point to say hey you know what we need a name to call you I'm like my head's spinning and she's like as so long as it's not Lady Steele they whispered for two minutes to talk about you know Lex Luthor but when we talk about your superhero name yeah. we just have a chat out in the yeah. open That's hey, fine, Nata- you know? and she's actually walking away at this point he's yelling hey Natasha you know we need a superhero name for you so we can have a call sign as you long know, as I mean, I'm not Lady right Steel, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not, or, or Iron Maiden, and and this is the stupidest conversation because nothing is resolved. She's, he's yeah. like, well, we're gonna have to come up with something later. Then I'm like, what is we, going we on? We find out what she wants to be called. Like, okay, yes. thanks for nothing. Lady Steel is Lady Steel's fine for me. I, I uh, don't have any problem with that. Iron Maiden's kind of funny, but Lady Steel, fuck it, I don't care. And yeah, and, and really, the minute that they name her, she's dead. That, that's my call. But it, even then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, she's gone. Uh, it's just, is this book kind of a call out to like a Silver Age book? Is like, is that what they're going for? With like, it's so just dense with no, shit no, no, going no, no, on, that, or is this opposite. just bad writing? It's, you know, it's bad writing. It's bad writing. You know, I did mention in my review there was a call out to some like Silver Age silliness as far as yeah. like you know fake science or whatever. But yeah. Silver Age book would actually be a lot fucking easier than this. Almost Heck. like the the opposite though. They would have introduced no new characters and they would well, have had much wrapped here's up. Here's the thing. Mission. Luckily, going forward from here, uh, they settle things down. And we don't get introduced to more characters in jail because now we yeah. get we get another Although we get the way savior. We do because- because now we cut over, and it's a fucking totally different guy that wasn't even on TV yeah, raging no. over at the you, MSCU. You would think like, that at this point, you would go to Clay. Guy? You know, you'd yeah. go to Clay at this point. Or at no, showed that he was there also. Yeah. Like, all we saw was Clay and Atomic yeah. Skull, and now this guy's here. And but really, I also, here. I don't know. that You go oh, to the go. Metropolis yeah. Special Crimes Unit off there and i don't know in the background i thought there was two roman coliseums i didn't know what was going on with that panel but yeah all of a sudden murdoch and fucking oh, yeah. savior and he's yelling shit i don't know what's going on he's the what is the deal and then that's yeah. where lana shows up and i think that the only reason this. maggie sawyer tases him and then lana shows up after like hey what's up guys yeah like, hey can i help <laughs> yeah and then it's like and then please maggie, explain to us how, what your new taser's all about yeah, first the new and taser then even that two powers before two panels before you have to have the mccu that's got to be spelled out by the editor then she's going to explain her taser that has n i n m i allots lots more volts so you have the nmi it's ridiculous and i really do think the only reason why uh they have this lois ghost lois there is because they just need Lana to have somebody to talk to. They don't want Lana to just be going around talking to herself. So this makes well, at it this point so... she doesn't need to though because she has Maggie. Yeah, but even that I'm not just saying this. I think in general going forward, I think they must have thought that Lana needs somebody to, to play off now, of. Now uh, Jim, I would agree with you. I think that makes perfect sense. If not for the fact that on the very next next page, <laughs> all of the action is told in captions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm what saying now, fuck? at this Why? point, there's a ton of people now. I really, really thought at this point, 
they were going to have Atomic Skull because he's there looking. I thought Atomic Skull for some reason was going to be able to see Lois. I thought somebody was going to like no, like Twitter hedge. I mean, no, this, I know. This is like it's an just nonsense. It's nonsense. But this and, page really pissed me off because we spent fucking six pages sitting in Bibbo's bar like, hey, Tracy, Sapphire, <laughs> Angels, whatever. But this whole thing, this whole conversation with Atomic Skull has to be told in like, and then, and then yeah. me and the Atomic Skull had a sit down. And, you know, yeah. it's like you couldn't have them actually interact. It's <laughs> and so you know what the best cheap. part is? The one part, it's like one that can be tucked away in slivers of time. He's talking about that uh, Atomic Skull wants to help and make this prison. that they, And Atomic yeah. Skull is actually talking, but we're getting the the uh, narration from uh, fucking Lana. Lana. Why yeah. would you even have – it's so ridiculous. Well, it's re- I mean, I'm we're looking you, at a picture of his face talking. It's really yeah, like talking. have a bird balloon there, yeah, for God's yeah. I Why understand we got to get to the uh, the MCU like uh, the friggin' <laughs> Metropolis Special Crimes Unit. Yeah. I know we got to get there. We got to talk to Maggie Sawyer. The transition though, by bringing Lois back, because like you you pointed out to me in the beginning, she's having this whole dialogue in her head where she thinks she's at her own farm with the ghost of Lois, and yeah. then we don't see her again. Now we go to the freaking police station, and then there's just a ghost of Lois next door. She's like, there again, and even I just at that don't point... understand the transition there. And uh, they have to uh, always have this part where she answers Lois and then, well, what are you, are you talking to me? Because, yeah, at one point, Lois said, uh, ask about LexCorp. And, oh, yeah, I will ask about LexCorp. And then Maggie's like, are you talking to me, Lana? Oh, yeah, sorry. I've been talking to myself lately. And even at the point where Lana and Lois have a fight about taking the fucking anxiety medicine, <laughs> it's just nonsense. But That's we the do worst. see. That's we, like we you are, with Eric, though. I mean, Eric did die ten years ago to this day. He did. Sure did. People don't know that. On a and night, at least just I like have this. Like this. Yeah, right. yeah. It, yeah. At least I have the a soundboard that I do. The worst I ever think. saw. Oh, it's just, but yeah, that we get a little so, uh, Lex. Uh, who, so who can tell me when Lex got sent to the fourth dimension? Anybody yeah, remember I, that happening? That just I'm came guessing, out of fucking I'm nowhere. I'm guessing this hypercube that he's in. Was always this way, but Ultra Woman could kind of like use it and see it with the like the Lena box, possibly. I wish, I, I wish they had mentioned that. It looked like he was just in like a normal, you know, whatever Metropolis no. glass walled jail last next. Yeah, time. that's what I now, thought. Now I he's thought in the and dimension with Kryptonite Man. Yeah, with like, Kryptonite Man. Why? A- another happening? addition. Hey, just throw another character in there, you know, just for the hell of it. It makes no sense. What is it, Eric? It's this. It's fucking nonsense. Yeah, I hate everything. See, see Eric? That, Damn right. That's Eric that guy from knows the grave. what he's talking about. That is Eric from the grave. That sounds awesome. It does sound no. awesome. Kryptonite Man, Eric. You love Kryptonite Man. Spoilers, man. Damn. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm he sorry. looks like a fucking <laughs> 70s porn star. I've he never does. liked Kryptonite Man. It's just, but where did he all of a sudden he just pops up? No, and no, even, we we saw him like two issues ago. Like Lena had control of him somehow. We didn't really have any understanding why. Yeah, but why how. is he here he with was Lex? Just there. Because Lex he's in his own he's in his own little time prison. Like, but it's weird because Lex, it, it's not like Lex knew he was there. Lex is surprised too. He's kryptonite, yeah. man. It's like all of a yeah. sudden he's just there. Hey, who you gonna call? <laughs> you, we've been ghosted, baby. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Also, over here, the captions on the page, the fucking oh blue type God. on the yellow caption yeah. sucks. Well, then I you go, and now we're gonna get we're gonna get more of uh, Lois yeah, and and Lana. And the problem with this is all this whole time. Now you have established that Lana 
just kind of disappears and rolls. I don't even know if this is going on because I know it is. That's how it's being played. But when we saw her in Smallville, it leads me now to wonder if anything is ever going on. She's she, having might, total fugue states. She might be in the Burger here. King drive-thru right That's now right. yelling about these things. And it is very, very wordy. All of a sudden you get Lois and Lana and boy, they are really going back and forth about, you know, the medicine and why she didn't tell Steele and is it because she, and she spells it out. I don't want to tell Steele because with this medicine, I feel better than him. <laughs> mm-hmm, and he makes me feel. Yeah, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it's then I'm going to open my window, like the curtains to my window and see the gestalt. Yeah, yeah, you, and you see that, but then, then all of a sudden you go to Suicide Slum where she's with Steele doing these experiments still, which we've seen before, and it, I, I don't know about you, but really, it seems like they've, they've done this enough where, Lonnie, you, you, instead of keep doing these experiments, let's try to find a cure. You, you're I not going to get, if all of a sudden this time Steele's like, fuck it, I'm going to lie. Oh, it looks like you're good. Look, 100%, you know, non-fatality. Oh, good. It, it's nonsense. She she knows yeah, they did that a what's PET happening. They did scan. They did yeah. three helical scans. Like, yeah. And she's like, again, run them again. This costs money, Lana. Okay, yeah. I want you to know this not <laughs> also, free. Also, I love when she's like, she's looking at it and she goes, hey, it's your machine. It can't tell the difference between tumor activity and general infection. Yeah. What? What the fuck does that mean? Either way, I think you're fucked. Who the and, hell and then, you know, knows? Uh, out of nowhere, then Tracy 13 shows up. What oh, you, this is yes. getting to be like a, a crazy enough, like the coming of Superman book, but not as fun. Like, I feel it, like we missed happening. like three story arcs that took place before this goddamn comic. I don't even know. Because things are just being know. thrown at us. Yeah. And then you go from that freaking uh, Metropolis is going to die, Tracy 13 tells us, and then back to Lois and Lana again. And that's where the Gestalt's just there. And they're looking at it, and there's Mercy Which makes Graves. me think this is, this is her having, like, I don't know, what you want to call it, a daydream or a, yeah. or a hallucination. Yeah, but then she somehow it, sees what's going on, it seems yeah. like. I know. Yeah, it's so it. fucking weird. Because then, yeah, then she's back in the fucking with steel. I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, you see Mercy Graves walking with the bizarre S's and, you know, they're going. the And shit just goes and there's Lena. And then Mercy Lucas. Graves turns into Lena. Yeah, yeah. And then there's it's Lena raising the gestalt out of the water and making it into a different ship. And then at the end, you got, you know, Tracy 13. You got the whole cast of characters there. And also, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a, a bad, you know, it's not bad. But I know some people probably will have a problem with it. It's like all of a sudden Lana has this fucking potty mouth going, and I don't. It's just nonsense. Uh, it really I, is nonsense. I, and, how and, do you talk about this book coherently? I'm telling you, anybody listening to this, I feel like they're going to be completely lost because I am. It's it's really it's unbelievable how yeah, how it is so un, like, unnecessarily complex this book yeah, is. Like even and, the fact that all right, so she's so she wants to take over Metropolis because. You know, Lex Luthor had hidden her away for so long. So the way to do it is to pick up a battleship, turn it into another weapon for some reason. Like another flying ship. And use it to take apart Metropolis. Yeah, and in the meantime, get your brother who you hate in a pocket universe with the kryptonite man. uh, And Tracy 13 is going to be fighting you with all the rest. Everything is going according to plan. Oh, yeah. And I love, I do love Emmanuel Lupacino's art. It's off in a lot of things. (laughs) Like you said, that last page. What yeah. the fuck is up with Steel? Jesus, he's it, a pinhead out of nowhere. It, I mean, I really, so think, I, I, really, I really think it came down to there's so many goddamn faces yeah. to do. And I think there was not enough time. Have this many things. And yeah. 
I think it was just like, all right, but some of these got to, you know, they got to just move along. Yeah, I think but there they, are, they, there she are didn't really have enough some, time. Even though a lot of the, the panels are the size of a postage stamp, there are some that look really nice. Yeah. You know, I mean, in general, the art is fine in this book. I yeah, wouldn't, yeah. I definitely wouldn't give it a knock. Well, it's funny uh, because, like so I said, much... I, I love Emmanuel Lupacino, but they because it's so dense with characters, yeah. like you said, and things, you don't even give her a chance to have, like, one splash page or one really, really kick-ass panel uh, because it's just a lot of talking and shit it's going on. It's always a face and an open mouth that's yeah, constantly yeah, in every crazy. single panel. It is crazy the amount of shit going on in this book that makes no And this no book would never sense. goddamn end when I was reading it. Yeah, it just would not stop. I, I actually was yeah, giggling. Like, I kept thinking there was, it was an ending. It was like, no, yeah. we're going to... I was sitting there reading it, and Rafe was watching Bob's Burgers uh, in the other room. I started giggling, and he's like, oh, man, is that a funny book? I'm like, no. no. I'm like, no. (laughs) I'm like, I'm giggling. Actually, I was giggling because I'm like, boy, Reggie has to review this piece of shit. (laughs) Holy shit. I don't even know how I would be able to review this. This, to me, would be seven reviews all rolled up in one, all the shit. I think it's just like, and people talk. And then more people talk. And then Tracy 13 shows up. And so does the kryptonite man. Surprises Lex in an alternate fucking pocket universe. And there's ghost uh, Lois who seems to be there but isn't. And good night. Good night. It's just nonsense. Boy, I, I'm just but, and the ghost. I can't wait till next month so we can find out what Natasha calls herself. I just cannot wait. I've got so many unanswered questions here. Do you, what do you what think is it? The Sapphire Angels? Is that the Sapphire Angels? Interstitial music or something? It was I, like I think that you know what they should have done. How about this? When you start up this book, start with you know Lois and Lana and possibly Lex. I don't even think Lex should have been like he shouldn't have been. And Lena, no. Go to Action Comics with that nonsense if you want to have them just being Superwoman and, you know, and do stuff with Steel. And uh, it's just this book makes no goddamn sense why it even exists. It can't last long. You said to me, Reggie, this week, you're like, I got to find somebody else to fucking review this piece of shit. I said, just hold tight. This thing's going to be canceled soon. Yeah, no, I, I think I said I would definitely. Well, yeah, on this, on this one, I'm going to hang around for a while. But, uh, you crap. know, I, I actually, it's funny when we got our uh, comps, I just flat out didn't even know it was coming out this week yeah, i totally yeah. just my brain just like glossed over it i was like oh that's why if anyone noticed or cared it came up a little bit later on wednesday i had to actually read it like on yeah. right before yeah. i reviewed it you know, but uh yeah it's it, it's just, pretty much it, sucks so what you're telling me is your blurbs are not going to be on the back of the trade uh unlike all of our glowing reviews that aren't in the trade i'm looking through here i'm paging through and i got to the one page <laughs> that has all of the uh people's talk about the uh young animal stuff and it's like all yeah. these oh one of the best new comics of the fall impressive and all these in the 10 out of 10 you had rave reviews for these books i don't see your fucking blurb on here i got so fucking angry i'm getting angry well, again I'm, I'm i'm hoping they'll take my uh spoken blurb for superwoman and they'll actually put out lana and the that would be good be a much they better show they, they hate us everybody Coming this who, summer on fox just yeah. just remember all you people are listening and we had mentioned like oh when we got the review copies we got to get that is where the line ends with yeah. their support of us so if you're like oh look listen to them fancy guys we're not fancy guys they no. fucking hate us we're they pretty much the bottom gods. of the barrel i, I think yeah. it's all it's all they give us these copies begrudgingly at this I, point i think because, that uh, i think we're like their retarded brother they, they feel bad for <laughs> us they're like ah, we'll give them to this and and really you don't feel bad for your retarded brother though Fuck no. Why would I? That fucking kid. And my uncle. Jesus Christ. He beat the shit out of me. I don't need that crap. 
Yeah, my brother is too. He's half Rotunda. He's freaking nonsense. But yeah, what'd you give this, Reggie? <laughs> I know uh, what I, I gave. I it. gave it a higher score than I should have. I, I gave it about half a point high. I don't know why. I guess maybe yeah. I was feeling good about the R, but I gave it a six out of ten. Nice, uh, Eric. You wanna you wanna say it together because I'm sure that you gave it a fuck you five because I did. What did what did dude, you give dude, it? Dude, thing is, I was thinking about it while we we're talking here, but like. I like the art. Like I don't lot, even like the art I that much. I can't give it a five because I don't want think people to think it's that high. Well, here's the deal. This is why I like the f- no. This is why I like the fuck you five on the podcast because it's never written for us. We we sure. are free to give the fuck you five. Reggie, I wouldn't like like there, there are times like you said where I have Justice League and I want to give it a fuck you five, but it's more of a three because I right. don't want the aggregate score to go up. We're we're not affecting anybody with the aggregate score, so you know screw yeah. that. Yeah, screw fuck it. Fuck you and, five, baby. Yeah, fuck you five. Boom. I go. And then we're going to do... But really a four. Yeah, really, yeah. Really, like <laughs> a, a two. A low, a low fuck you five, we'll say. Yeah. Yes. I, I, right. I real, I'm telling you, I was so excited for this book when it was announced. And even when I read the first issue, I was still kind of excited. I yeah, liked the first issue. I, I hate I reading this book. I there's, hate it There's so sometimes much. that I seem to be right occasionally. I'll yeah. luck into being right. I said to you guys that this book was heading for disaster, flirting with disaster. From the, It was Molly Hatchet from the fucking get-go. <laughs> I, I knew that there was trouble. There was just too many things without any focus from the get-go. Yeah, and even Even the fact that they killed off Lois that quick yeah. uh, just is which, an odd thing. Which was had... the gimmick, but, it, but it, it is kind of a portent for the way the rest of the book is, where oh, yeah. it's just like throwing shit out there. Yeah, constantly. just throwing it out there. Even that, I didn't mind because, you know, in issue number two of Martian Man, Hunter and the DCYU, he died in issue two. Yeah. And then the rest right. of the series was yeah. great. But is this can you can you say now that it's almost like they're they're regretting it and that's why she's back as a ghost? Because well, honestly, they, they better that. do something because we had the pre-flashpoint Lois having fucking dreams about her, giving her like uh, messages from beyond the grave. I yeah. need some kind of answers about what the fuck's going yeah. on. Well, I will say that at least Well, you're not gonna get him here, buddy. I'll tell you. You that. know what it, well <laughs> it's funny the, the only thing I like here is that when she's thinking back in her head and it's Lo- Lois is a little combative, like she really was in the book, and not this yeah. like whitewashing that she had with the oh my best friend who died. At least this Lois is kind of like you know a piece of shit a bit to her. But I know uh, we have one last book, book, one last book in your section, uh, Reggie, and it is a little better than than it, Superwoman. It actually was a little better than these other two. It was uh, Gotham Academy second semester number three, plot by. Brendan Fletcher, Becky Cloonan, and Carl Kershaw. Dialogue by Brendan Fletcher. Pencils by Adam Archer. Inks by Sandra Hope. Background painting by mm, Sessick. Mm, Colors by mm. Serge Lapointe. And breakdowns by Rob mm, Haynes. Mmm. Mmm. Sessick. Sessick. That's how it's said. You're What's with Matt Mizuguchi? <laughs> she used to be one of the best students in Gotham Academy, but since she joined that dumb witch club, all she wants to do is wander around like a space cadet and burn books. Well, Pomeline Fritch and the rest of the Mystery Club aren't going to let that happen. Eventually, after they sort of fart around and keep splitting up for no particularly good reason. Eventually, they find Maps and the rest of the brainwashed Witch Club members and save the day. But now it looks like Colton is going to be expelled from the Academy. I believe this is something we're supposed to care about for some reason. (laughs) I don't know who Colton is. It's so funny. 
that at the end they're like, and Colton, you're going to get exposed. Yeah. I'm like, really? The no, what the fuck? Like, oh, oh, all I guess right, he's going to be at home wearing those sunglasses. He's like a fucking, he wears sunglasses boy, at horns. night, that guy. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I don't dislike him, but it's just no. like, oh, he's always been like a C-list who get you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's like of all off. these characters, he's, he's not very interesting. He was always a guy that they would just be like, hey, Colton, uh, do this, break into here. It, yeah. Really, he was almost like a, a, a tool. Than anything else in the book, he really didn't I get. I like any. the man back kid though more than Colton. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, they even try in this issue. It's funny because you you know something's up with Colton because they really try to push his character. You get a little character development in yeah, this issue okay. where we didn't get before, but it's only to try to make you like, oh man, Colton. I, I we hardly knew ye, but yeah. yeah. It, it, but the the issue itself is is uh it's fun enough. It, it really. The, the key to this book being really good is maps, and having maps being mind-controlled, there's trouble. Like, you have it to did. get it, that. It, it kind of took away, and they had Pommeline front and center, and I, I don't yeah. think she's a particularly no. strong character. She's just sort of a bitch, but at the same time... It, it was odd to me that Silverlock, Olive Silverlock, wasn't front and center, because in my mind, this is her book, even though we all like it maps is. better. It is, but yeah. I, I think that this is part of what they're doing is to try to like try to get the other characters. characters. Yeah. And Olive's in her own, you know, problem with you know with Amy manifesting yeah. fake Amy the whole time. Yeah, so fake Amy. Another that's you know she has right a whole with. thing where she spaces out in the fire. It'll obviously figure yeah. in later. And it, that, like that deals with her mother and stuff. It, yeah, it, calamity. That keeps... that's, that's a cool callback. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's her mother. So you get that whole thing, and you 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 know this. Uh, Amy girl seems to be very connected with that as well, like wants her to go nuts and, and things like that. But uh, I don't know. There's a couple funny things where you see uh, the witches, you find out they, they're mind-controlled with the, these crazy hats. Like a Mad Hatter kind of yeah, thing going yeah. on. Yeah, so they have these yeah. hats. And the Which one thing I like... made me hope that it was actually the Mad Hatter. To me as yeah. well. Yeah, because yeah, we get the bookworm. Bookworm has been in this whole series, and I always do yeah. like seeing him. But uh, in the meantime, when they, they... I like the one line where they're like, I don't know, you know, you think that Maps is bad. Well, she starts throwing books in the fire. You know she's fucked up. Like, that's a yeah. big thing. But really, there's not a ton happening here, except, you know remembering who the other characters were and and well, whatnot i i feel kind of weird going to this issue like we were talking about this before we got on but like was it the last issue where we were introduced to the witch club kind of you know where they went into yeah. the woods looking for the and all of a sudden we have the witch's master plan going on this issue out of nowhere and it's all over i'm like yeah i, I would have liked a little bit more build up to know, like just what's seems- going on this is kind of how this book has been, even before when I was reviewing it, before Reggie did. Like, you'd have Damian Wayne there, and you wanted four issues of him, and yeah. you'd get one and a half, and everything was really rushed out. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. This book is an odd one anyway, because it's not a rebirth title. I said it's not selling well, and uh, it's just, I don't know how long it's going to last. So hopefully they get on from this and get back to just, just get Maps and Silverlock going and then have some fun again like they did, because that's what you need to have, especially with people jumping on Rebirth if they want to, you know. But this kid Eric with the asthma, I just don't give a shit about him. I know he's another one. He's like a whole, like, he's, you know, researching Arkham, whatever. Like, get on with it already. I just don't give a shit about him. Yeah. Enough already. Now, am I missing something with these characters? You guys know all these characters way more than I do, but like when they're going after the one witch girl who took the books and she jumps down the garbage chute or the laundry chute, how does Palm and uh, Colton get outside right where she's at right away? They don't really explain something? it. I mean, they, they no, run the other place. No, I think they just like they run the other. Yeah, yeah, I know, I but like they're they're right there somehow, and like it doesn't seem possible to me. 
Yeah, I just I think it's hours. just to tell the story. I'm right. telling you, I, like, tell you, I just didn't I know really... if I was missing out because I didn't read the last semester. Oh, yeah. there's nothing special yet. Which is, they're just very. No, it's like they um, they she's going down the laundry. They split up, and I think you're just supposed to think that they took a shortcut because oh, the girl does jump down and then she it? does go up the ladder, and maybe that took a while. I don't know, but yeah, there you they know, are. Uh, uh, I mean, it is bullshit, but it, I, I I'll accept that at face value. Maybe Colton so. will have. I thought like maybe I don't know where Colton had like teleporting powers. He took Palm with him or yeah, he just likes tech nope. and he likes to break into shit. Like I said, he, he likes to pick quick. locks and stuff. And, and he's a quick guy. He's quick on the draw. They do mention. I don't. I didn't know before this that he was gay. That he no. had. No, this it, is that, the first time. Yeah, really and I, like I said, I think that that was to kind of give him a little more character development, so that when he is going to get expelled, you're like, oh man, you know what, Colton, you know, I know him now, and it just was not that it's weird. It was just weird, just in general, for all of us, all of a sudden, to learn anything about him. Like for that, because like, really, it's true, and and the fact that he likes Kyle obviously is the point. Like that, so that's the connection. Why we should. Until now, he's just been kind of the goof-off. Yeah, he's yeah. a goof-off, yeah, but did he ever just try to hang out with Kyle any other issue before this? Because it yeah, seemed he... really forced out of nowhere, like, oh, hey, Kyle, you want to go together? Let's go over here. Come on, Kyle. I'm like, Yeah, well, Kyle, really? Kyle's maps his brother, so they yeah. always were and in a group. Olive's ex-boyfriend. Yeah, and they were mm. always in a group, but it was never, I didn't ever think that there was anything going on there. But then that's how they explained it. Like, yeah, you're you going to tell Kyle and, and whatnot. And, yeah, I don't know. That's a, you know, it's it's a crazy situation and whatnot. But yeah, there's not a ton happening here. You find out who this big witch was, and like Reggie said, he's like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on with that. Like, it was you also get to see Catherine Clayface's daughter. She's yeah. my favorite one. I like yeah. that. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like her too. I actually, of the people who are the side deals, I really do like Bookworm. I, I always did yeah. when, when he showed up. I thought he was pretty funny, and it's cool that he's there with the books being burned, and you know, the, him and uh, the Elith are uh, kind of against each other and kind of going back and forth. But even then, that seemed like I didn't care. Like you said, I'll be, it's, there's I'll be a honest, lot. For, for for a book with a fairly big cast, although still not as fucking big as Superwoman, I just no. want to point that out. I really, I really don't hate any of the characters. No, I don't except, hate except them. Except for Amy, which you're supposed to sort of hate her. Yeah, you know, she's yeah. kind of yeah, a little she's not real. And no, I'm telling right? you, even pa- Pomeline starts to verge on you want to you know slap her in the face a bit, but uh, and no, Eric's I just don't. Annoying with his freaking how much of a spaz he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like we said, Eric, we're not you know big on, but. Uh, I do like Clayface's daughter. She is great. Uh, and even, like we said, Colton, it's just, I just don't really care too much about him. He was always the guy just hanging out in sunglasses. That's all I yeah. ever thought of. He was like in, in Back to the Future, fucking 3D, with those yeah. fucking 3D glasses. I freaking... it's, it's not that great of a cliffhanger, because it's like, oh, I, you know, that's yeah. too bad, I guess, you know? Like, I'm not really that broken up about it. Well, yeah, know, th- so, that's but... the issue. The whole issue is, if he gets expelled... It kind of tightens up the book a bit. You know, the cast gets a little less. We can learn more about it. But I think that we're supposed to – it would be weird. I think that the the way they should have done it would have been the opposite, where we find out that, say, Kyle really likes Colton. 
And then when he's going, then it causes like, oh my god, you know that sucks. He just can't. That makes sense. Yeah. But this way of him doing this, it really doesn't tie anything together. And yeah, he's going to get expelled. I really don't care the, much. Me about like the big twist where he's going to be expelled, and that's the cliffhanger. I actually don't even think that's the big deal. I think the big deal is when he takes off his sunglasses. We see he has a black eye. Like, yeah, that's it's true. As his parents beating, he just got back from like you know uh, winter break. Are is, is his father beating on him? Are the kids bullying him? What's yeah, going on? Why, is I, that why he always know. wears and the shades? I don't even know if that was something that from before the last deal and, and whatnot because we really never see him without the shades, so we don't know. Uh, but really, you're going to do something? You have maps being expelled or even Silverlock. Then you're like, holy shit, what's going on? But Yeah, yeah that could be the end of the book. Like, yeah, if Colton yeah. gets expelled, I, life will go on. I, like I, I said, it, it might even guy. tighten things up because you have one less guy. To, to hang around, but I do like the art. I always like the art, and this yep. and really, uh, Serge Lapointe I think is the hero uh, with the colors. <laughs> I think the colors are awesome. Colors are great. You don't yeah, think I, mm, Sesic is? No, uh, I, I, I like mm, Sesic, but I yeah. really like Serge Lapointe, especially his work as a defenseman on the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, right. That's he definitely <laughs> sounds like he's no, an old-time right. hockey player. You know, There's this no whole, better this whole name. issue because it's a lot of it's outdoors. I yeah. think, and you know, it's all snowy. It's very it's outdoors. Blue. You know. It's outdoors, you know. It really it, it, gives yeah. a uh, – And gives, with the bonfire. Uh, it's just – yeah. yeah it, it's really good. The, the colors and art are – this is like you, you've said before about Harley. Harley always looks good. You, you may like one issue or one artist more than the, the next, but it always yeah. looks good. Uh, for the most part, Gotham Academy really looks good. It, it always does, and the colors are just outstanding. I, I really like it. And again, we're kind of nitpicking, and not really. You can tell when we there's not much going on in a book when we really don't have anything like. And then they do this because there really isn't a lot going on here. No, uh, it still was an okay read. I did not mind it. I can't I say I. that. I can't say that I would be like, oh my god, when the, when Gotham Academy first started. It was a book that even on the podcast or to Eric, I would say, and and to you, Reggie, or anybody, I would say, you got to read it. It's so good. It's it's so different. Yeah. It's so good. It's gone away from that. Like, I can't, and I don't know if it's that it's relying too much on knowing things going in. It's not a real good jumping on point at any point to me. And it just, it seems to be losing that charm. That it had before, and maybe I mean, it's this, just because this was it's a down so issue, long. you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, like I was, like I was, I was getting at before was this is sort of one of those episodes of a TV show that's just standard. Yeah, it's like, just there. Like here's the status quo. Here's here's everyone's yeah. relationship. Just reminding you, you could you could miss it. You could you could keep with it, but uh, you know, Eric. Eric is right. They could have developed it more, but I did yeah. like the fact that this was a two issue story. Yeah, I just, it just think moves they, on. I think they could have structured it better. Yeah. yeah. To give you a little bit more in the last issue and then, you know, led on to this. But like I do appreciate the arc. fact that they're not they're not just drawing it out for fucking five issues. Yeah. Okay, this entire arc just feels like a setup though for the next like how many issues going forward. Like, we have, oh, it is. Like it uh, Olive's is. mother, like what's up with Professor Pio and uh, Mr. Scarlet, the bookworm? Like there seems to be a whole backstory to that yeah, that but we have even no the, idea like about. Like you said, the whole thing with, with Scarlet's uh or uh, Silverlock's mother uh, how many issues did freaking Gotham Academy the first bit have? This has been a setup every issue with her. It's always yeah. been a setup towards that, and we never seem to get any closer with oh, anything. And, and I we mean, also set up Eric's new hatred for maps. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because no, she burned his, uh, his research notebook. notes. Yeah. yeah, so you have that. And I think that was because at one point, uh, Eric was really infatuated with maps, right? He kind of seemed I to believe be, so, yeah. It yeah, I think they just wanted to get away from that. I think that, that this was an easy out to get away from him. Uh, you know, but even that, he even had that little doll uh, like the uh, voodoo doll thing that they set that, that she up. she gave at, everybody. Yeah, yeah. He, she yeah. Gave her that. And he throws it in. I don't know how that's going to affect everything and, and whatnot, but yeah. Uh, and See, now, does Eric back. have a thing for uh, maps or Palm? Because he always seems like he's in Palm's room. Yeah, I th- think that he, uh, there, at one point... Actually, that was something that, that I didn't really understand. Is It looks like all three of the girls are in the same room, even though there's only two beds in there, but maybe Catherine sleeps in the fishbowl. Maybe, yeah. yeah, but I know yeah, Catherine yeah. and Maps are definitely roommates, and okay. it seemed like she had Pom- she had the book Pommeling took from Colton. Yeah. A little little confusing there, but whatever it was, I, Eric definitely did have a crush on Maps. Yeah. Well, remember like, okay. when we first saw Eric, he was actually drawing pictures of, of, of maps, maps, right? Yeah, he yeah, kept, yeah, and that was part of what was in that notebook was shit yep. like that, and he really was, you know, infatuated. I thought that it was a pretty cool thing because it seems like they would have been kind of a cute little couple and have that going on i think this was a way to put an end to that it didn't something happened brendan fletcher was like yeah i don't want to go that route i think this was a way to kind of get him to say fuck you guys i've had enough and reggie you'll be happy i think that he's going to just kind of disappear for a little bit and, and leave the book because he really doesn't bring that much to it at one point he seemed to be the male maps and it just it it's not working for me, but we'll see. We will see. Maybe he'll just go right in. Colton will get expelled, and Eric will move right in on the deal, and he'll be part of everybody. But I know. What did you give it, Reggie? Uh, I gave it a six point five out of ten, and probably could have gone five yeah. half a point either way. I actually, I think I'd go six five as well. Uh, it's it's good enough in the art I like. Yeah, I like the yard. I, and the thing is, I really thought I was going to be the low man on the totem pole here, but I would give it a 6.5 as well. Yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty solid score there, Reginald. You don't have to go anywhere with that. You get that right. 6.5. You you win score of the night. And <laughs> I don't know what you win, but you win something. But you know what else is going to go on? We're going to go off to you and Chris with your young animal uh, section of the podcast. Now, what do you, in general, are you pleased with the Young Animal books? You, you, I'm not oh, even yeah. just saying that you gave a, a, what scores you gave, but in general, you like the imprint so far? Yeah, but, uh, but both Chris and I, we are, and we're enjoying the books uh, yeah. by and large, for sure. It's funny, on uh, Twitter, uh, you get a lot of people talking about them. I mean, maybe it's just to us, and it's these certain people, but nobody says to us, like, yeah, you know what? Like, even Lost Boys came out this week. I really didn't see anybody, and there was a big thing in Lost Boys, too, that people should have went nuts about, uh, that me and Eric thought was going to happen anyway. Well, I'll even tell you that the epic saxman, the sexy saxman, is the guy who is a vampire hunter involved. Yeah, and me and Eric called it. Uh, We saw that coming from a mile away, but I didn't see anybody talking about that, but each week... I do see a lot of people either asking about the young animal books, like, oh, how's this or how's that? Or it's just the more and more where people – it seems to be a thing that's starting where people like to send us the their pull. That They'll go yeah. and get the comics. They'll spread them out. And, and it, I'm telling you, more and more of the young animal books are coming up in these people's pictures and even people saying, like, oh, I want to get into this. I want to do that. A, a girl messaged me today that wanted to know where she could get a hold of the Doom Patrol. She really wanted Doom Patrol, and her parents couldn't find it. And it's like they really – it seems like 
this might be working. I thought it was going to be a disaster. I'll admit it. I thought it was going to be an epic failure. It's that, Reggie's. Well, there are other Reggie's out there. You know, like, <laughs> like that's the thing is, is like, is like, it's these books are a tough sell. But and you know who's really into these Reggie. books too? Yeah, is uh, is repairman Jack loves these loves yeah, a lot it, of these I books. I see a lot of people loving it's it. Like, like, it's like I said, if, if they speak to you, they're going to speak to you very. You know, very deeply, and then, and yeah. I think that 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 people that like weird comics, and I you know, guess. yeah, uh, because I don't see anybody shit, like people aren't messaging me and going like, uh, when is like some Vertigo title? When is you know Unfollow or all these? And yeah, somebody did ask about Clean Room this week, but it's yeah. not often. Uh, it's more of I see like, oh man, is Shade the Changing Girl pretty good, or what's up with this Mother Panic? Or, hey, Doom Patrol's getting good reviews. Like it's all it seems. Cave Carson and, and yeah, Cave Carson. Cave Carson actually of all those seems to be the one that's left behind a yeah, little. Seriously. Um, but the other thing is, uh, Gerard Way is ultra popular. Like this guy is, has a cult uh, following. And it's not just the My Chemical Romance deal. This guy himself seems to be like a messiah. Like he has you. I think they did the best thing. Like people were pissed off that oh Gerard. I think that that was it. Must have been genius because I everybody's interested. All these people seem to be more interested than anything since we've started just even the site of a Vertigo book. The Vertigo books are never. There's nobody that care. They, they no, really no one don't. talks about it like and, this. And I'll tell you, just in our little personal, you know, space, our little bubble, um, more people are coming to our site to look at the young animal books than say Batgirl or Batgirl know, Birds of Prey or or, or, or Gotham, Gotham Academy. Academy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? That they they are more popular than that. And it's not just the number ones. It it has continued and actually to me, it it grows. Like yeah. the first bit when you did Doom Patrol and all that, I was like Boy, a lot of people don't really care. And since these have gone on, each issue is is picking up more and more steam. So I, I think that it's a success. And I don't know if this is going to be uh, carried over to, say, the Wildstorm stuff that people – it's not just that they want another imprint. They want some interesting things that they can't get anywhere else. And these are mm-hmm. – uh, I think that Vertigo, a lot of times the Vertigo stuff, to me, tends to kind of fall in like it, image – type books like they always uh, seem that that's to definitely me. true they're, they're always, they're, they seem to always be you know aiming for some kind of a movie deal or whatever yeah, but yeah something the, like the that the thing with vertigo is that vertigo you can or at least it used to be more like that you could get virtually any kind of book as long as it wasn't yeah. a superhero book it could yeah. be you know it could be a book about you know just a people or, or you book, could have yeah yeah exactly noir it could be like a whole like commentary social yep. it could even be a humor book now yeah. they really seem to be more trying to make like dramatic television. Yeah, like books. dramatic. It's true. Uh, but these I'll, I'll young, say animal young animal books so far, all these books are quality books. Yeah. Like, and they're, they're, they're really quality well and quirky that and, you can't. You know, you, like even Doom Patrol, you're talking about. Uh, I actually read it, Reggie, because your crazy score, and uh, not that it was crazy, <laughs> but and yes, I was completely lost. I I really didn't know a lot of yeah. what was going on, but. It just had this, like, I can't even, what is it, like a spark, or I don't even know how to explain it. It had, like, a a uh, a life to it, right? How would, <laughs> what am I trying to say? I don't know, but it, it uh, had a It had an energy to it that, as I was reading, I'm like, I'm reading something that I really can't get anywhere else, and especially DC. If I'm just a DC fan, I can support these, and you do get these weird 
weird things that are kind of you know you have superhero stuff, but it's it so does, it does it's seem so to weird. connect to the DCU, yeah. but in like in like the back doorways. Yeah. It's, it's not right up front. Like I, I don't think anything that's ever going to happen in these books is going to have any ramifications no. on. And really, yeah, DC I, comics, but really, like, they, you, might, you might like Batman shows up for like literally a cameo in Mother Panic. That's and, what I was going to say. Mother Panic seems to in, really uh, in Cave Carson. Mother so Panic though is one that really seems to fit fully in. Like if you want to say that, oh, it's a, yeah. it does fit in. And uh, but no, and, like and that was one. Story. Even Eric was was interested in at least to, to kind of yes. check out. I don't know if he did. I don't think he did. I haven't checked out any of the young animal stuff yet. Uh, I read uh, an issue of Shade the Changing Girl, and I and again, it's nothing. It's not my thing, really. But I, I liked it. I actually, but the Doom Patrol, I was like, I read it tonight. I was like, holy shit, that, that's pretty cool. Honestly, yeah, I was. I was... We sip on the lean for episode one hundred, we can read a bunch of animal, oh, young animal. I think books I, yeah, and, and then that, sense. and like I said, this leads me to think that that Wild Storm uh, stuff may have a chance. Uh, before, oh, yeah. when, like Eric even said when I said, but me and Eric not even talking to each other about it, both thought that the young animal's a failure. You were going to oh, get yeah. a couple issues. It was going to fucking I'll say, be a, I, a I wanted failure. to check out the Doom Patrol just because I enjoy the Doom Patrol, but after Reggie described how off the ball crazy it was, I was kind of like, eh, maybe I'll check it out a little bit later. And I, I now I'm saying I all mean, this. Actually, and you I, like the you like the Grant Morrison uh, case run, you know, the, yeah. from the 90s. I yeah. I think you could probably pick up this Doom Patrol and more yeah, or less get it. into lockstep. No. Yeah, yeah. I I I want to see how the sales go. Uh, but even though even if they don't, if, they're not going to set the world on fire. But no. even so, the the uh, people talking about it, the you know the hype around it, it's still maintained to me, and people are still talking about these books more than any of the birds. Like Frostbite, that Joshua Williamson book is on. It's I think the third issue will be coming out yeah, no uh, a couple weeks that. or whatever. I, I don't see anybody talking about it. Nobody's asking about it. Even like people are like, man, Gail Simone, wh- where did she go? She's not in the DC. She still has an ongoing, very yeah. good Vertigo book that nobody cares about. Nobody well, really like even, cares I, about that. I enjoy reading Lucifer. I don't hear anybody talking about no. that book. And I even like there's oh, yeah. that Red Thorn. There's a lot of great art ops. There's all these books that I don't think people are aware of because there's just no hype behind them. And that's where I think that DC doesn't didn't push. They really don't push the Vertigo books enough. No. I think they're doing a pretty decent job with what they're doing with the Young well, Animal. Well, you know what like it I is, said, actually, and, and, and this might explain everything, is that Young Animal has its own publicity and street team. Yeah, yeah, and so that, that probably does it all. why it's getting so much buzz. Yeah, and again, you also have Gerard Way is the big guy behind oh, it, yeah. and that guy has a built-in thing. But as we're paging through these books uh, tonight, you have a full spread of sure the Young Animal stuff with people with their quotes, not Reggie. Not Reggie or Chris, though, but yeah. all these people. So everybody who are going through these books this week, uh, print or digital, are getting that ad there about the things. And there will be people like, oh, you know what? The people seem to love them. I'm in. And I, yeah, I think it's a good deal. I really like it. I, you know, I, I think you guys like it as well. You and Chris like these books. We do it's like It's kind it, of your yeah. thing. And I really do think of all the people, I, I begged you because I think you guys – are the most knowledgeable on these books, and you put me and Eric to shame when we're doing our <laughs> nonsense, where we're picking, and, you know, talking about how guys are like acting like Fred Sanford and things like that. Then you guys start laying the knowledge down. So, but we're going to go off to that. And what books are you talking about tonight, Reggie? It's uh, Doom Patrol number four and Mother Panic number one. Maybe not in that order. 
Maybe not, but uh, we're going to go <laughs> up to that and see what's going on. Once in every lifetime comes a love like this. Oh, I need you. Welcome back. This is the Young Animals segment of the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. As always, i got Chris here, of course. How you hey. doing? How's it going, Chris? How are you? Are you feeling very young this week or more animalistic? I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you're kind of a middle-aged, middle-aged uh, beastly. I don't know what to call it. We had a brand new Young Animal book this week. Very exciting stuff. Uh, what, what was that one? That is Mother Panic, uh, number one. Written by Jody Hauser with art by Tommy Lee Edwards. Uh, meet Violet Page, dilettante by day, vigilante by night. <laughs> in this initial offering, the curtain is pulled back ever so slightly to introduce the reader to this broken young woman. Her mother has some troubles. Her father vanished or died during a hunting trip. Mm. Is this why she dons the monochrome identity of Mother Panic? Witness churlishness, unpleasantness, violence, and works of art that could shake one's very soul. And did we forget to mention, she's operating in the city of the bat. Yeah, that's the big hook here, is that this book is, I guess, the most directly connected to the DCU proper. Yeah. Although I don't expect it to inform the Batman titles or the, or the other way around. But, you know, uh, as we'll talk about, Batman does have his cameo, and I have a feeling... He will be making such a cameo <laughs> in <laughs> and, every uh, or nearly think, every issue. And isn't the uh, the bat signals on the cover, right? Is it? Let me take a look. Uh, oh yeah, there it is. Yep, yeah. bat signals right there, including a picture of uh, Mother Panic and and uh, I guess her, uh, her alter ego, alter ego Violet Page is also there, and a deer head, which we know is is something in the book. So I guess we'll just jump right in and start start yapping about it. Yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we meet Violet as she returns home to Gotham City after having what is described as major surgery. We don't know, we don't know what, <laughs> we yeah. don't know how, but uh, you know she's with a she's with a doctor who says telling her to take it easy and, and uh, injecting her with some kind of medicine. Uh, yeah, like she's, she's as a Pam Pan or something, or something. Still under some kind of care. I also like that she is flying in like a uh, looks like a solid gold Cessna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she's. <And>, <laughs> And I think uh, they, they this scene was kind of drawing parallels to the opening of Year One, Batman Year One. Oh, yeah? Where Bruce returns to Gotham and right, talks right. about how kind of cruddy it is. That's true. I, I didn't even think of that. But, yeah, he's coming in by plane while Gordon yeah. comes in by train, yeah. Yeah, and then Violet's talking about how crappy the city is and how it's a wonder nobody's burnt it to the ground just yet. Yeah. Uh, she gets off the plane, and she's met by uh, fans and onlookers. Uh, which is it's she's got a weird uh, a weird way she deals with them some of them she seems to appreciate she even like poses in a picture uh-huh. uh, with one and then uh, and then the other one she just flips them off well they wanted to comment on the fact that she was seen at view with, with woman, Shauna yeah. Schultz or something but yes uh, I, I gotta say what well, one little tiny thing though I do like the fact that um, her fans took pictures of her as a selfie yeah. Which, which I feel like is definitely in tune with like no one takes a picture of a person anymore. It's always you with a person, you know. It's, person, it's, it's, always, it's a, always the top of your head and the yeah, person and then whatever it was behind you. Or like, no one, no one just takes a picture of you know. When I go on vacation, my wife gets mad because I never take pictures of us. 
it's always mm-hmm. I, I'm a big architecture fan it's always buildings but like even even then you see it online like it's always like people in front of Leaning Tower of Pisa or <laughs> people in front of you know what I mean that's my my smiling fucking face in front of the parliament anyway <laughs> yeah you take my picture then I'll take yours <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Well, uh, she's home uh, in Gotham to, uh, she's attending a charity gala or something or another, right? Yeah, it seems that way. Some and, kind of uh, gala. It, it's it's not a welcome home party. It's some, some sort no, of No, certainly event, not. Yeah. No, and uh, as, she's, uh, as she's walking in, we go into flashback mode. And uh, we find that uh, Violet, as a younger girl, was uh, going to accompany her father on a hunting trip. Uh, before they left, uh, there was comments about her mother maybe not remembering her this day. Uh, so... It, there's potential for dementia or schizophrenia in her mother. Uh, we do see a little bit of that on display. Where uh, she talk? What does she talk about? Like the horses came or something, right? Uh, yeah. What she's uh, well, she's saying they don't have tongues. How how do they know my name? You you know, she's just uh, babbling a lot of yeah nonsense right here. But it, maybe it'll all be important later on. I'm sure. Here's hoping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after she gets in there, we uh, we pop over to uh, meet an older fella. Who's uh, making out with his bodyguard? And uh, I think he is, right? Yeah, it looks like it. Looks like, it absolutely looks like it. Yeah. And uh, then he decides to show him a work of art that he had commissioned. Uh, it's kept within a safe, probably to limit the amount of eyes that can gaze upon it. Uh, well, we don't even get a good look at it, but no. the bodyguard gets an eye for it. We and, see like the uh, back of a throne or something, some kind of yeah, ornate like, chair. I'm like, he's showing him a chair. Yeah. But. Uh, he gets an eyeful and he gets freaked out. We'll learn more about that later, though. Don't don't, don't worry. It's not just a chair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, we go back to Violet, where she is having an unpleasant time being unpleasant at a charity event. And uh, we have another flashback where Violet and her father are hunting. And uh, Violet is berated by her father uh, because she is uncomfortable taking the killing shot on a deer. Yeah. Uh, back in the present... Uh, Paige is, uh, is approached at the bar by a reporter looking to write about the mysterious death of her father. Because uh, the 15th anniversary is soon approaching, which probably places, uh, which probably puts Violet at, what, like 25-ish? I would think that somewhere, I, I, I was it thinking was. 25 to 30, and 30 yeah. probably be too old, but yeah, somewhere like that. And uh, while he's talking to her, you know, she chases him off, and uh, all the while she's watching the uh, this art collector guy who uh, showed his bodyguard the work of art. And uh, then we join their scene where the traumatized bodyguard attempts to flee the event, uh, runs into a crew of, uh, well, I guess, reverse bouncers. They won't let him out. Yeah, I guess uh, so. <laughs> basically, looks like, basically looks like a bunch of guys from Goodfellas plus plus an Asian guy. Why not? Yes, why not? Throw him in there. We got we to gotta be all inclusive. <laughs> and uh, they're not too keen on him leaving, uh, especially after he saw what he did. We don't know what it is, but mm. they do say that it's something that he wasn't ready for or he shouldn't have seen. So they take him out back to rough him up or blow his brains out, whichever way. Um, Mother Panic arrives on the scene, saves the bodyguard, who uh, we find out his name is Dominic. It's a uh, pretty brutal and violent fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's weird is we get some odd imagery during it, like in the in like the foreground. Yeah, uh, like yeah, she she throws a guy against the wall, and there's a rose with an eyeball in it. Yeah, and it's bleeding. Uh, yeah. Then she punches a guy, and there's a rabbit in an upended skull. Yep. Um, another one later on is a birthday cake. I, I can only hope this something will be revealed about that <laughs> later. I, I don't think it was just the artist was like, 
Gee, I'd like to draw a birthday cake right here. It's, uh, <laughs> and it's a bleeding birthday cake. Yeah, or or the or the the candles oh, the are melting to a amazing amount. But yeah, some it's it's looking everything. All those images look somewhat kind of unsettling and creepy. So yeah. uh, we we'll find like the, out. And we get like a dead swan with arrows sticking right, out of it. Yeah. And uh, a snake the eating snake a mouse over here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully, some of that will pay off. I don't know if it was just there for artistic uh, whatever's, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so, but I have been wrong many times before. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Batman arrives on the scene just a bit too late to yeah. really uh, take care of this. He literally just she, he literally just comes in though and says, "Hmm, that's it. There's, <laughs> there's your gratuitous Batman cameo, folks." He earned his pay for this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we got a uh, Violet and Dominic uh, re- returning to her home, maybe. By yeah. way of her floating, her flying motorcycle thing. I think that's on the cover as well. Is it? Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, you can, you can kind of see it. This thing yeah. sort of reminded me, and it's probably because of the white suit, uh, even hmm. though it's very different. But it reminded me kind of a Moon Knight. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. you know, Moon Knight, it kind of has a hang gliding thing. But something about this, like I, I just got the same kind of vibe of like gliding through the air. I don't know. No, Whatever. I'm, I'm with you there for sure. Yeah. Uh, they get there and they're greeted by the sound of her mother singing. Uh, inside this uh, apartment, her mom is standing in it like a it's like a merry-go-round or gazebo. Yeah, it's like some sort of, a gaze- of a, Oh yeah, but there there is a horse in there. You're right. Yeah, yeah so. there's a merry-go-round horse, and then there's like foliage around them, and these forest critters with uh, like big Disney eyes. Yeah, really weird. Yeah, so uh, don't know where that's going, but that was that was pretty neat. Um, we uh, go back to the party, and we meet the uh, art connoisseur again. His name is Mr. Hemsley. Uh, he knows that he kind of screwed up by showing his bodyguard the artwork. Uh, he asks, uh, I'm not sure if it's the same well-dressed guys or some other well-dressed guys. It's hard to tell, asks, yeah. Yeah, the, the yard is a little iffy uh, here and again. Um, uh, he asks if he can speak to her to explain his lapse in judgment. Suddenly, he opens this circular door. It looks like a paw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> leads into a mass of nothing. Uh, he steps on through and finds himself inside the artist studio, which is... Uh, again, it's like a pocket of just nothingness with a creepy, porous wall. Uh, the artist has a man hanging upside down by his feet and is holding a bloody knife because she paints with blood, you see. Mm. Yes. And not, not terribly original, but no. there you go. <laughs> and uh, we we close this issue with uh, Mother Panic having uh, Dom handcuffed to the toilet, and he, she demands he tell her what Hemsley is up to. Yep, and then it's to be continued. Then there is a uh, backup, which you said, and I think you could be right, kind of as a callback to the long Halloween. It, yeah. It's uh, sort of structured that way, but it's sort of unclear. Kind of like all the backups and all these young animals. It doesn't seem to relate Me, directly to the story, although this one has to do with Batman. But uh, it looks, I have no, it's, yeah, it's it three pages, with, uh, and I'm cool with it. I mean, it's fine. Because yeah. it ends with the guy saying Thanksgiving. Yeah, and because uh, in the long Halloween, if, if folks didn't know, it's about a killer named Holiday who, who would strike who on different murders holidays. on holidays, and they had left yeah. like little trinkets for every holiday. Yeah, and everybody thought it was going to be uh, Julius Day, the Calendar Man, but it it wasn't him. Yeah, we won't reveal the we won't tell you who results. It is. You have to go get that yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it it could be, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is one of these things as these backups accumulate, they will 
paint a bigger picture, but as as far as it is here, there's not a, there's a murder and there's a little bit of Batman content and it's unclear what it all means. But yes, uh, this is just the first issue, um, and you and I were not super keen on it. No, um, no definitely of all better. the of all the young animal books, this was the least good. This was the weakest. This yeah. was the weakest one. Um, I, I'll, I'll say, you know, and, and, and we did talk about this before, but my problem was for a first issue of a brand new character, the art is a little too uh, experimental, let's say. It's, mm. it's not bad. It's not bad no. art. I think it's very good noir-style art, very heavy with its lines, very, uh, you know, good spotted blacks and everything. I don't think there's anything wrong with the technical, you know, anatomy and movement aspects of it. But for introducing a bunch of new concepts and characters, um, like, for example, we're not sure if the guys that talked to uh, Mr. Helmsley later were the same guys that same guys, beat yeah. up his bodyguard. It's it's kind of unclear, you know, um, some of the stuff going on in the book just isn't totally clear to me. And I think part of that is through the artwork. It may be something we get used to uh, over time. Hmm. But as it is for a first issue, I think it could have been expressed a little bit more plainly. Yeah, I think uh, I think it... Uh, unless I'm just too dense to to pick up on it, I, yeah. I, I don't think I am. Well, I think this is I think this is your third comic, right? So you're, you're getting there. I, I think yeah, this is the third one I've ever read. <laughs> I think you're starting but, uh, to pick it up now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the rebirth just pulled me in. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I I was thinking you know it wasn't bad to look at. You know, I've, I'm fairly familiar with Tommy Lee Edwards and uh, never really had a problem with him. Uh, I I totally get where you're coming from though. It is. We don't. The story is so obtuse that having obtuse art only makes it more so. That's what I mean. I mean, I I definitely don't want to denigrate the art because I I do like it. Yeah. Oh Um, yeah, he's great. But but just for something brand new, you know, Mm. uh, you know, uh, well, just to talk about another young animal book like Cave Carson has what I might call a different art style, something like yes. you, you might expect stylized. less. Yeah. yeah, very stylized. But in that, we weren't being, even though we weren't familiar with Cape Carson, we weren't being introduced to a whole bunch of new characters and concepts that were hard yeah. to get across, you know? Uh, whereas this, this anyway, maybe, again, maybe I'm maybe I'm a little dense, but I, uh, mm-hmm. I just found, like, I felt like if it had more standard flat art, Maybe maybe it would have read better or read clearer, but who oh, no, knows? Maybe they, part of a look. And I do I do like that there is a lot of mystery set up here. I mean, yeah. we don't know what happened to her father. We don't know why she wears the costume that she does. I'm sure eventually we're gonna have the heart to heart talk between her and Batman. So that'll that'll that's more than likely on the horizon at yeah. some point. I think issue three or four, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you think that long from now? Well, you know, there might be. Uh, he'll be in. He'll be in every issue. He'll we'll probably. We'll issue. probably see him eating a donut next issue. Just uh... <laughs> going. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he'll just be going. Mm. That's right. <laughs> I love the donut crullers. <laughs> um, my my main problem here is, and and it might be, it might be the feelings I'm supposed to have, but I could not stand this character. Yeah. But I think that might be the point. So I mean, it's it's like a plus and a minus, because it is setting something up. But I mean, I I, I can't have any uh, any kind of empathy for her. Um, she's uh, just not. She's she's very unpleasant. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, this isn't as as we're getting it now. She's not an anti-hero. She's just a mean 
uh, killer, you know, or whatever, or just, just an <laughs> asshole. She's just like someone waiting into shit, beating the shit out of people. She quote unquote rescues the bodyguard, but you know, I don't. It doesn't yeah. even seem the way she seemed to have her own agenda for that anyway. To 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 get some. Uh, yeah, it was a means to an end. Yeah. So so as it as it's laid out now. This is this is I wouldn't even call this person a vigilante. It's she's just no. like a criminal just to run around beating up people. But I will see. What we need to see later is if there's some kind of redemption or there's a overarching reason. And I, I it definitely seems to be that there is a reason. So, but as as we get in this issue, I agree with you. She's just a not likable person. She's a, she's an asshole. And I so. think the most damning thing about this book is that it came out last. Yeah. Because the other three young animal books kind of set the bar. And, uh, I mean, Doom Patrol is phenomenal. Shade the Changing Girl is insane, but yeah. yeah, but it's captivating. Really good, yeah. You know, Cave Carson is, it's it, it's it's like a different flavor of Kool-Aid, you know? It's, yep. it's, it's not bad at all. And then this is just, just comes off weak. You know, in some ways, uh, what we're seeing right now, there's no reason this couldn't be a DC book. You know, no, this except, doesn't, except it doesn't, that she said F Batman. That's right. I think there is some there is some S words in there too. You know, but but yeah. beyond that, and and the way they write DC comics now, just throw stars on it, you're fine. There you go. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, as we're seeing now, there's nothing so outrageous in this. This couldn't just be a DC book, and you know, and it doesn't have to be, obviously. But I guess we just have come to expect a certain separateness from a yeah, young animal. Because uh, I mean, I, I mentioned in my review that. Uh, you know, we had a different vigilante in Gotham City ten years ago. That was Simon Dark, who uh, yeah. never really ran into Batman. You know, we didn't have the Batman cameos. I think that was kind of the mandate for the book, at least as long as I read it, that this is a guy in Gotham, but you're not seeing Batman here. But right. at the same time, it was still a, it wasn't a Vertigo book. It was a DC Universe book. Hmm. That's uh, I mean, that's that's somewhat like Gotham Central too. You saw a little bit of Batman, yeah. but it wasn't about Batman, and any often and it, was like sort of like a, a glimpse. Yeah, uh, you'd see his shadow. You see, uh, you see like a like a breeze coming in a window or something. Yeah, so it's um, you know, this concept of you know what else is happening in Gotham City when Batman is is napping, I guess, has been yeah explored before. But uh, I, you know, the, as far as I'm concerned, you know, this is again the first issue. It it could go. As high as uh, the greatest book we ever read, or it can sure. go to you know straight to the garbage bin as from here. But what did you what did you think of the first issue score wise? I, I gave it a I teetered between a six five and a seven. I think I'm gonna give it a uh, an an optimistic six five because I'm I'm coming back for the next issue. Even yeah. even if I wasn't even if we weren't reviewing it here on the site, I'd come back for it. Yeah. The, the issue didn't turn me off that much. I, I would agree with you totally. Yeah, I, I feel the same way where I'm sort of vacillating between a 6.5 and a 7. I'll give it a very, you know, strong 6.5. Like you say, there's plenty of mystery here, and I am interested yeah. to know where it goes. Um, but I just feel like there are technical aspects of this book that could have been a little better. And uh, I just hope that the character shapes up into something that I don't necessarily have to, you know, love her, but at least understand her motivations and want to read about it, you know, instead of Absolutely. just like, what is she? Is she jerk? But but again, there's got to, there's definitely more to it. The mother is obviously a big part of this, and mm -hmm. uh, whatever her surgery was, which may have been to give her, you know, these mother panic abilities. But um, that's that. So yes. we, so we, you know, definitely recommend it uh, for next time, and we will be talking about it whenever the heck that comes out. But there was another young animal book this uh, week, which was is definitely my favorite out of the batch, and probably, probably my my favorite, or definitely one of my top favorite comics right now. That was 
Doom Patrol number three, written by Gerard Way, art by Nick Darrington, Tamara Bonvillain. Special thanks to Marissa Louise. Casey Brinks gets a tour of Danny Land from Danny himself. A few things are cleared up for the reader, but Casey either can't or won't accept the fact that she's a Golden Age comic book character come to life. Hopefully she'll snap out of it before the bad guys from Tron send her to the Master Control program or whatever. Also in this issue, Larry Trainer has the weirdest nipples. He needs a shirt. He definitely oh. does. That, you know, that's... We'll, what's we'll talk what's about that a phobia? What's that phobia of holes? Like that trichophobia? Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Oh. It, it kind of oh, got... Gross. It's it, something about that really definitely got me in my, uh, you know, place that I didn't expect to. I was really grossed yeah. out by it. And yeah. uh, I was like, yeesh. But uh, it, it's definitely cool. Uh, we'll just leap right in. If you remember last issue, Casey Brink went into the back of her ambulance and found herself... Uh, in a cabaret lounge with Flex Mentolo, and he brought her to Danny Land, which is sort of a uh, Danny the Street, which became Danny the World, and then Danny the Brick, and Danny the Bungalow is now Danny the Amusement Park. Um, and it looks like the Morrison case era of Danny the Street, more or less, but sort of with a big castle on it. Right? Would you yeah. agree with that? I mean, it's got, you know, the thing about Danny, if people aren't familiar, is that he's a transvestite. So, yeah, he's a transvestite street. Exactly. So, but so there's a lot of quote-unquote manly stores. You know, there's a gun store, there's an army navy store, but they all kind of have a flair to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They all kind of have like a boisterousness, and you know, I love it. I, I love to points, see that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I like to see that they included that part of his character and actually got his voice very well. I thought. Um, so while they're walking through, we get uh, quite a bit of the Morrison case era backstory, and now I am just firmly convinced this is essentially. A continuation of oh, that. Oh yeah, era, they mentioned you know? Oolong Island. This is definitely a continuation. They, I mean, yeah, they, they, incarnation. They, they, they definitely do. I mean, this is this is definitely just just sweeping it all, uh, gathering it all up for redistribution. Yep. Let's say, uh, you know, and it, it's taking from a lot of eras, but definitely taking heavily from that Morrison era. Oh. Uh, so, but uh, Flex Mensilo tells her that the itty bitty bonsai beach ride will explain everything, and it's sort of like a, I guess a. Tunnel it's love type situation, yeah. Well, yeah, it turns out that way, but yeah, she gets into a little uh, boat ride and stuff. Then we go back to Casey Brink and Terry Nunn's apartment. We find where Larry is in a uh, bathroom with Cliff, and Larry's got like three holes in his chest, the, right above his nipples, and by manipulating his hands, he can make the holes sort of... Uh, Effuse a putty. I, I, it's hard to really say what it is. Some sort of a viscous black material. I it was the negative, uh, the negative energy, but it isn't. It, <laughs> is it, it? It, it, it might be related to residual. That. I don't know. It, it, you know, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't want to give away too much of what we're going to say. Although I still am not going to be able to explain it fully. But, <laughs> but whatever, you know, he he got these powers through a thing we're going to talk about in a minute. And so whatever that is, it might be related to the negative energy. But the way it's manifesting is more like a goop. You know, it's just something goopy and like very viscous about it. Yeah, it's it's gross. And it, and uh, you were talking about you know the the, the fear of holes phobia. It, yeah. It kind of hit me in a phobia I didn't know I had. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know I'd find that so gross, but I found it a little bit gross. He seems to be able to manipulate it with his hand um, mm. by making different shapes. Uh, yeah, he he references Oolong Island here and it tells a story of like what happened to him after. Uh, Doom Patrol broke up last time, which was, as I recall, Dan DiDio canceled it, was how they ended the last run of Doom Patrol. Yes, it is. <laughs> and literally, they referenced that in the book. Ambush Bug is like, what's a DiDio? I love What's it. a DiDio? <laughs> um, 
So anyway, he explains he was standing on the beach at Oolong Island and he got teleported somewhere. Uh, it doesn't say alien, it possibly, but he teleported somewhere. It looks like a big futuristic lecture hall with no one in it, and he's in some sort of a large jar. Uh, in, a, in a jar next to him is a humanoid uh, monster? Alien? I don't know what it is, really. Uh, his head sort of looks like... Uh, what the hell's that, that cereal with that square? You know what I'm talking about? Cracklin' Oat Bran? That's what, that's what his head reminds me of. Cracklin' <laughs> Oat Bran. <laughs> um, Odd-looking guy, and he's got three holes in his chest also, but they're both in separate jars. The, the alien thing uh, waves at him when he was there. And then someone somewhere throws a switch, and this... Uh, they've also got these things attached to their junk. Yes. You notice that? Uh, so whatever it is, <laughs> it kind of takes their essences out from them and seems to at least start to create some sort of other being in between them. This is like such a visual page. Am I explaining it terribly here, Chris? No, no, this is this is uh, as well as I'd be able to do it. Yeah, it's like some sort of scientific experiment happening and drawing the, uh, you know, junk energy from... Uh, Larry and this other creature and creating something in the middle and I think it's possible that that's the thing that we're seeing as Larry anyway, but that's that's jumping ahead into yes. Hypotheticals, so uh, whatever it is um, Larry says he went to sleep. He didn't remember how long he didn't even dream and he woke up right here on earth And he didn't really know who he was we saw that a couple of issues ago when he was smashing uh, those Russian nesting dolls and stuff uh, Terry Nunn comes home with mushroom pizza, and uh, it's funny, it looks like she's, does she deliver pizza now? I thought she was doing singing telegrams. And she just does whatever's door to door. She's maybe, the, uh, she's the brush man. Hey, this is also modern America, she's got, a, maybe she has more than one job, you know what I mean? She it's might. Not, it's not easy to make it in this world, so maybe she's, uh, pizza by day, telegrams by night, and, uh, she also shovels snow in the winter, but, uh. I think so. Um. Or maybe she was just that, just to get rid of Casey's old roommate in the first issue. But uh, anyway, she, she actually, to be honest, she seems to work for Pyramid uh, you know, distributors, right? From Watchmen. Yeah. She's got she's got like a patch with a, looks, with a yeah. uh, triangle on it, but it's still, you can't read it. You don't know what it is. So anyway, she's wearing a weird uniform. Um, and she sort of, you know, does her Terry Nunn thing and uh, acts non, you know, not very... Stunned by the fact that her apartment has been destroyed and there were several dead ruby-skinned monsters sitting around uh, yeah, she, she sees like a big hole in the wall and she's like, hey, we got a new window Yeah, she's like, oh, you need fresh <laughs> air? Well, that's good. We got a brand new window. That's good. Have you, <laughs> have you seen the cat? That's really her thing uh, Then then a version of the alien that we saw sitting next to Larry in the jar But it's obviously the negative spirit version of that alien uh, if you know what the negative spirit looks like, it's basically a black figure with like kind of crackling energy coming off of it, and that's what this is. Doesn't have the three-hole thing in its chest anymore, but uh, tells Larry that you've got to come to negative space because uh, it's time. You got to do your thing. Mm-hmm. Now we switch over to the uh, place where the ambulance, where Casey's ambulance that we now know is actually Danny Land in ambulance form. Uh, is being kept in an underground parking lot and these ruby skin guys that we saw before uh, we saw them since the first issue They run the interstellar fast food franchise goob foobers and they show up with hammers and uh, bats And we learned that they're called the Vectra. I don't think they mentioned that before. Do you remember that at all? Chris? I don't I think this is the first we're hearing of it. I went back a little bit I couldn't find where they they named them. I've just been calling them either the guys from Tron or uh, yeah. Ruby skin <laughs> guys, but yeah, they're called the Vectra and uh 
So they start smashing the crap out of this ambulance. Um, and meanwhile, in Danny Lane, Casey's on the itty bitty Bonzi beach ride. She decides to uh, jump out of it. In the background, we see cameos, sort of like animatronic representations of yeah. uh, Niles Calder. We got Crazy Jane. We got Cliff. We got Larry Trainer. We got uh, what's her name? Dorothy. Dorothy Spinner. Spinner. Uh, well, I, I don't think we've seen since the Arcudi run. I don't um, think she's been on panel since Arcudi. Was I she believe... in the clock and uh, Giffen run? I'm trying to think if she definitely wasn't in Burns' run. No, I, absolutely. I not. don't think she was in Clark and Giffen's run. I, I can't remember. And if because she, if... she dies in the Arcudi run, yeah, or she's in a coma. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. that never stopped anyone from showing up in a comic. This again. is but, true. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think technically doesn't she, doesn't she sort of die in a. At the end of at the uh, end of the Pollock run, but Pollock run too. But she's able yeah. to make a, you know. But anyway, um, and also yeah, East Boy. This might be. Here. Well, that's the thing is, she sort of seems to be going through a history of the various yeah. iterations of Doom Patrol. There's a, you see a Beast Boy there. You also see like the first Larry Trainer from uh, Drake's run. You see Rita there. She's just see her legs. She's she's giant. So giant. Um, she seems to be getting a kind of a Gun primer on uh, yeah. on all of the Doom Patrol, all the iterations, and they're singing It's a Doomed World After All, which I think is pretty funny. That's great. She but must not have gotten the who's who in the DC Universe. Probably funny. not. I bet she did it. That's why. They were like, <laughs> I'm going to bring you up to speed. You know, you know Wikipedia either? All right, we'll tell you what happened. But <laughs> uh, well, I would have told her, just listen to the Cosmic Treadmill. We'll get to That's it. Anyway, um, but anyway, she steps off through this visual tour. So... Uh, and kind of walks through, I guess, the background of it. And so this is... Uh, Basically, a brush up on the entire Morrison case run of Doom Patrol. I, you know, the, this is really, uh, really just, if you didn't read that, this will kind of bring you, at least in some of the concepts and themes, it won't tell you what happened, but yeah. I have a feeling these are all going to become important later. That's why we're seeing characters like the Scissor Men is in the first one, mm-hmm. uh, the painting that ate Paris, which is one of the greatest stories. I, oh, lo- I love that story. Uh, Candlemaker, which is also a very great that one. Of, that, that wrapped up Morrison's run. Yeah, it then kind of scared the uh, crap out of me. I, and in the yeah. <laughs> in the panel with the painting that ate Paris is uh, the uh, Brotherhood of Dada, which was the uh, Brotherhood of Evil, changed by Mr. Nobody. You got to read it to believe it. They oh, all God, seem to great. be sort of like toy versions of that too, right? They're like it yeah. looks like uh, the characters are like I don't know Fisher Price characters. But anyway. This page is like one of my favorite single pages that's been published in a long time. I Just know for, it really it's, is. It's total fan service, but it's 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 real good. It's it's really well done, and it's like it's sort of like I don't know. If you made an amusement park ride out of the Morrison case sort of Doom Patrol, it yep. might look something like this. Um, she eventually finds herself at the uh, at a comic book shop. Uh, the the entrance. This is another Morrison case thing, isn't it? Isn't this from uh, this is a Scissorman thing? The eyeballs and the crossword puzzles. Yes, this reminded yes. me of something, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was from. Uh, anyway, but she goes through a very weird door that actually is a mouth um, and finds herself in uh, Danny Land's comic book store called Danny's Danny Books Books and Games. Um, and in there, this is like my heaven because there's so much comic book parody shit. I love it. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I, can, I can really go on and on. I, I just wrote down a couple of them. There's a Dungeons and Danny game. 
<laughs> which I'd love to play. Uh, I love this 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 poster. So she's going, she's looking through a comic book box, and next to her is Spider Dan. <laughs> and it's a riff on the McFarland. Yep. Uh, Spider. It's so funny. It's it's oh, it's, it's the it's the multi. It's like the spider arm, multi arm spider yep. thing. It's so it's so good, and it's like. You know, it's stupid. Like, I, you know, there's nothing behind it, but I'd love to kind of go into that more. Like, what's in a yeah. Spider Dan comic, you know? <laughs> uh, the Uncanny Danny, which I think was a, was a great Dan. name. <laughs> so uh, I had a good time with that. She takes out a, a from, you know, randomly out of the uh, one of the comic boxes, she takes out a copy of Danny Comics, and the cover of it is reminiscent of Detective Comics number one from March 1937. If you match them up, you'll see that that one actually had the face of a very racist uh, <laughs> Chinese wizard or something. But you know they're very similar in coloring, and, and the the logo are very similar. And this begins several pages of comic book parodies that I loved and put this issue over the top for me. I mean, yeah. I could probably have gone through another three pages of it. I I just loved it absolutely, and and the smartness of it is. Uh, Danny is speaking to Casey through the comic, but yeah, well, well, we're reading what she reads, you know. Um, so it's a great way to get a lot of exposition out in an interesting way that isn't just talking heads and, and word balloons, you yeah, know. It's not a lecture. Yeah. Th- this is something, you know. This is we're reading a comic book along with Casey, and and it's there that we learn her origin story that uh, Danny created her. She's a captain of the St. Michael Children J- Hospital Jamboree Fighter Squadron. Uh, I think that sort of, it sort of takes from a few different Golden Age things, like the Blackhawks and uh, uh, what do we call them? The Newsboy Legion, right? Different yeah. things like that, but yeah, definitely a Golden Age type riff. <laughs> I love this this <laughs> image too, like there's so much to it because so you see she's she's busting out of a drum which was very common as we know in the in late 30s yeah. and 40s for the great character find of 1940 exactly if robin yeah. can do it so can casey <laughs> and uh so she's got these jets and each jet has like a different identifier one's got mm-hmm. polka dots one's got so it's like you already each of these pilots it implies they each have a personality you know there's yeah. a there's like a full story in here if you want to extrapolate from a casey book santa is there for whatever reason why not uh, we'll just throw him in there. Uh, we learn, you know, that that's where she comes from, and that somewhere along the line in D- Danny's many transformations, he went from just aggregating uh, weirdos, which used to be what he did at Danny the Street. He used to kind of get weird people from around the world, and they'd come to live on Danny the Street where they could be accepted. Now he's actually creating people. And with that power, he was able to manifest Casey into an actual person who sort of slipped into our dimension, I suppose, and forgot who she was, and he's been coming after her, uh, trying to remind her that she's very special, she's part of Danny Land. The next page, God, I love this page so much, Chris, it's a... It's incredible. It's a parody of, uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths number seven from October 1985, that was, uh, Supergirl's death, and mm-hmm. it's, it's so... Like, just for example, like, that was the 50th anniversary, as you know, of DC, and every comic had a big 50... Yep. In the corner, it was, and it said something. Even the banner said something like, you know, 50 years or DC Comics or something like that. They've used that to so that the entire title of this says, "So I imagine at this point you're having <laughs> some sort of existential crisis, and that's to be expected." That, that's and this, to be expected. <laughs> this is all in the correct font of that issue. It's so well done. That's I mean, right. And and even and even the stupid thing, the 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 thing next to it that would have either had the issue number or. I assume this was the comic, so it says, but here's the thing. Uh, 
Loved it. I just loved it. Uh, could oh, have done amazing. with three more pages. In this page, she also picks up this weird little turquoise and pink uh, Furby Glomer thing. I'm not sure what the hell the deal with that is, but anyway, <laughs> he's he's hanging around now. Um, next page, kind of goes kind of goes more into explaining, um, you know, the the background of Casey Brink, and it's this awesome like right out of Fantastic Four, you know, Kirby Crackle and. Uh, so like this super outer space thing. They even kind of bring in Bende dots to her to, her to an extent to make it look older. And and the background of the page is like cream colored to look like old pulp comics. Like old paper, yeah. So that this I mean that concludes our parodies, but I had a ball during these three pages. We also see in this page that the baby Casey Brink in the page, in the middle of the case in the Kirby Crackle, is missing her right leg below the knee. Uh, mm-hmm. that becomes important later on. I'm feeling that's an important thing. In general, so uh, when she's finished reading it, she notices she has. Now I'm not sure what this really was. Is that? A, I think that's a scar on her chin. It's either a scar or a vein. That's <laughs> it. It kind of looks like a vein. That's the thing. Yeah. I wasn't 100% clear. Maybe there's like a worm in her chin, but something, something mark on her that chin. That would surprise me. Yeah. Some, yeah, some mark appears on her chin, and she says, "Screw this noise. I'm not. I don't want to do this." She's ready to storm out. On her way out, the pink thing is now there, and jumps on her and says. Bug with two G's, mm-hmm. um, and so she's able to fumble her way out, and she finally does get out of the um, ambulance. As she's going through, Danny Land is falling apart around her, which is obviously because the Vector are smashing or have smashed the ambulance. Things are going wrong, and Danny's kind of like broadcasting reassuring uh, broadcasts. Pretty well done. On her way out, Casey's leg, also the, the bottom of her right leg, vanishes. So yep. she has to crawl along. It's sort of a crazy time, but as she gets to the ambulance, the Vectra, a hand comes out and grabs her. Um, they they kidnap Casey, who seems to faint right away. I guess they maybe they sprayed her with something. I don't know. And they stuff the Glomer thing into a bag. That's fine. <laughs> I love the fact that I hate that thing already, and I think I yes, think I think we're, we're supposed, supposed to. to hate him already. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's he he sucks, but he sucks in a very specific way <laughs> that I yes. think is important. Um, we do take a little, our, our usual, every issue, we take a little moment for something weird to happen with Niles Calder, and this time he uh, <laughs> he's making an orange robot that, that looks basically like Cliff Steele, but has his head, but an orange version of it. Uh, it gets up, and it punches him in the face, and then walks away and calls him a hand turkey. <laughs> I don't so, know what a hand turkey is. I don't, is don't really know. the kids draw I, around I, Thanksgiving? Having seen all of these and the weird things that are happening... I think we're going to find out this is all happening in Niles Calder's head or in some sort of a... Well, where did we leave him on Oolong Island? Is he still in that drawer? Didn't they put him, like, in a drawer they or, like, did. a cryo-freeze? They did put him in. They put his head in a drawer. But then he got the Superman body, right? That's right. He did after that, but but they defeated that. I think he, he ended up... Oh, you know what? I think he ended up dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they, they put Mr. Ne- the, the, the boy, the young kid, Mr. Negative, in a drawer. Yeah. Uh, okay. In the end, Niles Calder, I think they, they I can't remember how they got rid of super, the Superman body, but uh, yeah. they were able to defeat it, and that was supposed to be the end of him, but that's I happened. I read that run. That's happened before. Yeah, I haven't read that whole run in a yeah. while, partly because they never did the third trade. I have to go back to comics issues, but that's a... You need the singles, my man. I, I have the singles, but but <laughs> so I have to go I have to go back in I'll the box. You know, that's the thing. Uh, anyway, that's my own problem. No, no one else's. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Casey and the, the little Glomer thing have been kidnapped by the Vectra. Looks like, oh, and, and as that happens, the Vectra invade 
Danny Land. Their whole thing, if you recall from the first issue, is they want to find the unlimited source of food for their fast food operation, they're, Goob Foobers. And Goob Foober, yeah. Yeah, the, the fact that Danny can make his own people, they're going to basically serve a little soil and green to the people to, of the galaxy, I think is the idea. So that looks like it's totally screwed. We'll see what happens. Meanwhile, back at uh, Casey and Terry Nunn's apartment, this negative energy being that seems to have given Larry the three holes above his nipples. He says, we got to go to negative space. He's like, Cliff says, I want to come. He's like, well, we need a witness. So they vanish, and uh, Terry Nunn is, looks amused by the whole thing as she's reading a... Reading a magazine. A, well, so she's reading a book <laughs> now. Yeah. Hannah Hook. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure it's very important stuff. I probably should look it up. So, uh, and that ends it, to be continued. We don't know what's going to happen next, and there is no backup on the Doom Patrols, which is fine with me, because I can take yes. all the pages we can get. But I will tell you, um, I absolutely love this issue. Anyone that's read my review on the site knows I love this issue. Uh, I did not really think there was a lot wrong with it. And and my misgiving uh, to this point has been, will a new reader be able to jump in? That really has been my main thing. This really didn't strike me as new reader friendly. I wouldn't call... I care. Well, well, that, that's, that, it so much. that was the decision I made last issue was I was like there's a certain point I can't write for the new readers you know I'm, yeah. I'm not that so I'm loving it but I, but that's always been in the back of my mind I think this issue puts paid to that and it doesn't mean that everything you know this this comic will never be a everything is explained away nice and neatly and you know what I mean you're always going to be a little bit of head scratching here but if you didn't read Doom Patrol previously and you are curious like as to what Doom Patrol's about, or like what kind of antics they get into, this is the issue that will explain that to you. Uh, and I think that was a, a really good thing, and and done in a really great way with oh, yeah. the parody comics and with the, the amusement park ride. You know, uh, not just again, not just somebody standing there saying, and then da 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 da. da you know, uh, we had a little bit of that in the beginning with Flex Mentalo, but again, that was like two panels, so I wasn't too mad at that. Uh, what did you think? Uh, this uh, my comic of the week month maybe this was, Whoa. this was awesome better than clone conspiracy I'm sorry I shouldn't clone have said that what? <laughs> I tell you I still have Amazing Spider-Man on my pull list at, uh, at where I get comics from yeah I I haven't read an issue of Spider-Man in like three years yeah that's all right just, I, it just builds yeah, that's it's all right I, I, built. I think Peter Parker is the uh, CEO of PepsiCo now and Miles Morales Miles Morales got a police officer job so there you oh, go very good. Nice. So, uh, yeah, you enjoyed it, huh? You, you dug it? Oh, yeah. This was all... This, yeah, it just... It makes me wish I had more time to read through the entire history again. Yeah, it, <laughs> re- it really does make you want to do a full outrun. At least at, le- at least starting from Morrison. The Morrison bit. And then yeah, go cause... through Pollock, Arcudi, or maybe a little yeah. Burn, and then, you know, Giffen and Clark. Yeah, because Way is not messing around here. He is. He's doing. He's. He's doing some deep cuts. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, and. And when you actually can pick them out, it's like, oh, that's fantastic. I mean, when was the last time we saw the Brotherhood of Dada? Oh, on I love, and I love those guys. That, you know, oh, that, the one dude who can't read, and the whole issue is him writing a letter illiterately. I think. Oh, yeah, that oh. was so. You know, uh, and he's he's like writing to his mom, and it's. Uh, yeah. It's so. It's so good. I mean, that that oh, run. Excellent. I think I actually started reading that run with that arc. I think the first arc that's is the, not that. That's right? the painting that a Paris. Yeah, I think the oh, first arc so is crawling cool. from the wreckage, right? And they that's when they the go wreckage. after the yep. Scissor Men. And I didn't yep. start reading it then. I read it with 
picked me Paris, and I kept going, and then over time, I've gone back. Uh, yes, we had the scissor men, and then the uh, the guy with the butterflies pinned to the wall. Oh, right, that guy. The, the red, uh, red jack, whatever, the red, red jack, or yeah, something red, like that. Yeah. He was really Jack the Ripper. Oh, yep. it was so and, good, man. It, it, and it, he lived off the off the pain of the butterflies being pinned to the wall. You know, I know there are, oh, there, are, there are a so few good. people that have written us to say that they haven't been Doom Patrol fans, but they are liking this, even though that it's it's you know maybe a little difficult, but they are really enjoying the look mm -hmm. and the feeling. If you're enjoying this, you really would do yourself a great service to go yes. read those all those at the minimum. The Morrison Jonathan Case run. Uh, I know they're available on Comixology, so you can start reading them today uh, if you want. Yeah. I could, I can't yeah. recommend them more. And and if, if this is if this is to your liking, you're definitely gonna like that. I guarantee. You're gonna love it. I guarantee yeah. you're gonna love it. And it's gonna inform a lot of what this is also. So it's a win-win. But I I did something for this book that I have not yet ever done. For a book, a comic book, since I began reviewing comic books, oh, so many, whatever, a year ago, a year and a half ago, uh, I gave this book a 10 out of 10. Um, and I really, I really sat there, I, I was pretty much sitting at a 9.5, but I really was just having, you know, a dialogue with myself, like, I have no problems with this book. And if I have no problems with this book, how can I not give it the full score, you know? Usually I, I would hold back to say something like, well, it's not totally new reader friendly, or... Little too much yakety yak on this page, yeah, but that trains left the station. Yeah, well, exactly. So I'm not worried about new readers anymore, and I definitely felt like, you know, I really feel like a lot of other comics they would have handled this with a wall of text. You know what I mean? It would have looked like Superwoman, which I know you haven't even looked at, but believe me, it's like <laughs> I've got it somewhere. It, it, take take a look, you'll be like, I, you know, I could read fewer words in a freaking you know novel for God's sake. It's ridiculous, <laughs> uh, and it says plenty of words. So don't get me wrong, but the way it's presented is clever and interesting Quite and engaging you know so i i found this to be a perfect singular issue of a comic book of course you know you have to take into account having you know you have to read the first two issues to get the most out of it but that would be true i think of any series of any book of this yeah. time yeah no so what, I, uh, what do you think I, it's gonna it's gonna sound crazy but i agree <laughs> i'm Look sure that. no one's expecting that we are simpatico yes the, this is uh this is the perfect issue of uh, of Doom Patrol for for now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's this 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 series. It, is... I I can't figure out a bit a way it could have been better. That that really is what it can. And for me, those parody issues just oh god that tickled was... me to no to no end. And it's, it's and the so fact, creative. I, oh. I, oh god, especially that Crisis cover. I was like, this is the best <laughs> thing I fucking ever seen. I love it. Yep. So uh, I am having a blast with this book. This is far and away. The best of the Doom of the uh, Young Animal books, uh, oh, to my mind, uh, but that isn't to denigrate Shade and Cave, which we're enjoying, and you know Mother mm -hmm. Panic is uh, at least interesting. You know, yeah, the jury's somewhat out on that, but you know, uh, so far now that we've gotten all four four books, I'd say this is a pretty cool imprint or whatever it is. You know, like, this is a real neat little corner of the DC universe. Yeah. A lot of fun. Whatever, whatever they're doing to justify making it separate, it, it, it's worth it because it, it is. It has its own, obviously, its own flavor, and uh, you know they're able to, I guess, maybe apply a different marketing. I have no idea. I'm sure there are all kinds of accounting reasons as to why it has to be separate, but yeah. uh, it's it's working. I, I, I'm enjoying pretty much everything coming out of it to varying degrees. So. Good job, Gerard Way. I've never, I still don't know any of your songs offhand. But is the the Black Parade? Is that one of them? I couldn't tell you. 
I don't know. I bet if I, you know, like I said, I think I said this on the first episode. I bet I know the singles. I you know probably. what I mean, but I, I can't think of any of them. Yeah, I, I I probably wouldn't know him if he came to deliver a pizza to my house. But... <laughs> exactly. Like, I, <laughs> well, you know, a, a lot of, especially initially, a lot of people's reviews were, I don't like this comic because I don't like a My Chemical Romance, and I'm like, this really works in my favor because I don't know a damn, you know, I don't know uh, yeah, this guy here. shit. Like, <laughs> that's not going to affect my opinion at all. I mean, when that stuff came out, I was already, you know, coming up on uh, 30, I guess, and I wasn't yeah. really bad. I don't think it's ever been my genre anyway that ain't your jam no you know me i'm more of a you know new tribe called quest record came out today by the way everybody you don't cut yourself to just to see if you can feel i try not to i try (laughs) not to what is is that song cut my life into pieces this is my last resort right that's uh papa roach yeah (laughs) i always see kids quoting that online i've never i've never heard that song either but you're not missing anything. Yeah, that's all right you know that's (laughs) believe me and and if you think i was out of touch in the early 2000s I don't know shit about what's going on with music today, folks, so don't even, (laughs) don't worry about it. It happens to everybody. You will one day wake up and turn on the radio and be like, I don't know what this even is. Is this even music? I have no idea. Or or even worse, you're going to be flipping by an oldie station and you're going to know something. Oh, that'll be even, you'll be like, wait a second, this is an oldies? This just came out, oh, 20 years ago. 25 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, I was was in my friend's car like two weeks ago and I I don't know what it was. You put on some hip hop and Chris, I, I wish I could play it right now. I knew what it was. I couldn't even critique it because I didn't even know understand it as any music I'd ever heard before. I was like, I don't even know what I'm hearing. Like, you know what I mean? This could be the greatest thing, or it could be a piece of crap. It's not even like on a metric that I feel like I understand. So that's how out of touch you can language. get, folks. Yeah, I mean, literally, I might as well. They might, you might as well have turned on the Polish radio station. I would've been like, whatever. <laughs> But anyway, that is our two Young Animal books for this week. Uh, I think, you know, pretty positive week, even though Mother Panic wasn't loved. It definitely was not hated. A bit of a slow starter, yeah. So, you know, believe me, sometimes you come out of a book not, come out of a week not hating your comic books. That's what we call a good week. That's a win. Uh, You got anything else for him, Chris? I think we're, I think we're good. All right, well, until next week, I want you to keep it young and animalistic. Where is my father? Where is my brother? There I was. I'm Spoon James and I came to say. Fuck Spoon James, we all about that. Hey, coming straight out of Quaker Town with reviews for that ass. Check him out on Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Quick with a quip and on point like Deadshot. He could give a fuck less if you like him or not. With a voice that makes the ladies go weak at the knees. Jim, please, milk and cheese, you can suck these. If it wasn't for dancing, Mikey wouldn't have no fame. We all know that news with Jim would come off weak and lame. And without your soundboard to blow that foghorn shit, the only thing that you'd be blowing would be Reggie's fuck stick. And speaking on him, I guess you're grave robbing now. Did a Michael Clark Duncan die in 2012? Opinions out your ass like a colonoscopy. Make way for MC Clifton with his brother Ramanasadi. From the hottest next parts for the Get Fresh crew. Word to Eric, Jim, and Reggie for all you guys do. On behalf of all the fans who hear the pod every day, we love you motherfuckers, but mostly Eric Shay. Just a man, and a man knows a man. Uh-huh. Don't you know he's the man? He is the and man. And you know he never fails. No one but the pure at heart may smell just stinky fart. Sing it, Dustin. Oh, Eric Shea. What?
That's what I say, Eric. There's that horn for you, Toby. You son of a bitch. Every I time I needed I'm, that. I'm the one that I freaking I'm the one who plays the song every time I get angry. Like <laughs> you said it's it's when I hear the part about uh dancing Mike, the only reason I have fame is because of dancing Mike and the uh, the male with Jim would be lame without it. You son of a bitch, Toby. Ah. I got my eye on you across the pond. Yeah, me and Toby talked all day today. Yeah, and then really to, to let the veil down. It is Sunday now. Oh and when people, if people download this podcast, uh, when it goes up, it's probably going to be like two minutes after we're done here because everything's set up. Everything's going. Last night while we were finishing up, I, I was. I, <laughs> We were both tired as fuck. I was tired as these freaking muscle relaxers, which I'm not on today. I'm like, no, I can't. I can tell those things. I can see why people get addicted to them. I'm telling you. It made my back feel a lot better. But uh, after we were done, though, last night, we figured, ah, we'll we'll stop it for a bit. We'll finish up the next day. Uh, Since we only have two books that we're going to do now, I laid down, and I didn't want to take another uh, muscle relaxer because I started getting paranoid that I was going to OD and not wake up. So I didn't take them and I couldn't sleep. I was up at seven. Uh, I went to bed probably at five thirty. Yeah, so, that's when I went to bed. And, and it's weird. I am um I'm not feeling that bad. I'm not that tired right now. Just watch the Eagles game. They yeah. won. Shitty game. Shitty not, game. Yeah, not a great game. game to watch. It really wasn't. And uh, but yeah, I'm I'm ready to roll. You had some uh some shitty day I, yourself. So we're gonna pick you up, my friend. Gonna pick it up. I'll tell you, you, you have some I, issues. I, I, I didn't know if you wanted to get into I, I it. I gotta so. tell this fucking story. Yeah. How yeah, fucking it's crazy. crazy it is. I don't My get goddamn it. family. I don't get it. I don't get I, it, Eric. To give Wait, a before bad. you go, let me let me just let me uh, get you a little happy right now. <laughs> Look at him, now, now you can go. It, it probably makes you a little happier, but yeah, you had a fucked up day today. I'm telling. We got done the podcast last night. All right, we'll come. We'll get together on Sunday. Do the two books. Get done. I woke up this morning, and shit was crazy on my Facebook. I have. All these messages, I see that I went, first went to my instant messenger on Facebook, and my aunt's talking to me, and it is insane. It is insane, drunken, typing ramblings about yes. how my mother's a fucking bitch. I was going to uh, say, it's not like Brandon drunken ramblings. That's funny about being out no. and, and laser tagging even the week well, before. To give yeah, a this little is nonsense. Back, to give a little background, on Halloween, my cousin Eric, he overdosed and died. Yes. It was a fucked up goddamn week last week, and... uh so today I wake up and my Facebook is blown up. I get these fucked up messages and then I click on my notifications to see what's going on on Facebook. And my crazy fucking aunt has posted fucking pictures of my dead cousin yeah, in the hospital yep. on my goddamn timeline where yeah. my mother says, I don't think and this it, is appropriate. Again, this then, is not the pictures of no, no, your dead like cousin. Him, this is a like picture out. of your dead, dead cousin. Body. This is the dead body. Uh, did you see who tried to follow you today on Facebook? You? Yes. Yes. Uh, for some reason, I'm intrigued. No, I already, <laughs> I'm the I, worst I shut, person. I, I saw that. I'm like, I know exactly what this motherfucker's doing, but yeah, I, already shut, yeah. I already deleted the fucking shit. I shut right. It's funny, down. though. I didn't even realize that we don't even follow each other on Facebook because I rarely go on Facebook. Yeah, but I, actually, it was one of those that you told me about this, and it wasn't like, oh, my God, I got to see this. is like faces of death come home, baby. Like all of a sudden, no, it's it was just like, by me. Hey, Jimmy, yeah. I see a dead body. No, to me, it was like, God damn it, I got to see how fucked up this is. This oh is so God. fucked up that you're posting. And then, again, to stress this, this is her son. 
She yeah. is on Facebook posting to, to the public, right? That anybody could see her timeline if you yeah. didn't delete it. Uh, pictures of her son lying dead in the, on the hospital bed, I guess, when they took him. Because you said they pretty much found him dead. So they just yeah. probably took him there to kind of, you know, the coroner and do all that. I don't even it's know. fucked up. I don't know the procedure. I, I ended up just spending Halloween with his sister, my cousin Monica, who yeah. I love dearly. And we're just, just trying to get through everything and fucking just... My my goddamn aunt was never right after my father died. They were very close. Yeah. And yeah. this, she she's just been she's insane. I don't know. I'm gonna. Well, have to this block is her this is the aunt you have mentioned. Down. You've mentioned on the podcast a bunch of times. This aunt of yours is is kind of a little wacko. Uh, yes. Even before your dad, like she is a racist. She's a pretty much you know not the greatest of people. No, no, and, and allegedly. Uh, some of this stuff that went down with with your cousin might have been uh, by her hand. Like she, she at I least. Here's know. the thing: it's a legend. I don't know the story, but yeah. here's the thing: the way that you were told, she at least wasn't stopping things. That he, you know, no. she wasn't a, a positive influence in his life. So who knows no, no, what no. happened and, and shit like that? But it's just, it's nonsense. It's freaking nonsense. Oh, and again, so yeah, you, I don't you know. wake up to this after spending yeah. all night fucking talking about shit. You know, I went, went to bed at five thirty in the morning, got up. I think it was like twelve or some nonsense. Yeah. Now is she she was on fighting with your mom, but was this something like a uh, like what was me and look at how upset I am type of thing, or it was just this all out battles? It it was you fucking stupid bitch. I'm gonna rip your face no. off type of no. shit. And what, what just the messages gorilla? she was sending. She wanted them gorillas know. ripping faces off. Uh, it was a chimpanzee, fucking... wasn't it? I don't well, know. I don't know. I all I know is I think Dan had an unboxing video. Got his freaking. <laughs> Hello, weird science. There you go. That that cheers you up, right? Hello, Hello weird, weird science. science. How it's crazy funny. is I'm telling you, I do not like confrontation. I don't do anything to get fucking people like, you know, oh, look, I hear Eric Shea, here's some fucked up shit. I stay the fuck away from all this nonsense. Yes, yes. And it, they just drag me in. Yeah. It's you know it's crazy too because like you said we we did our thing last night we're up late talking about goofy comics and then we have to do uh, two more today and then you have a shitty day like I was expecting I, I did edit most of the podcast now so like I said when this gets done right up it'll be done and on yeah. uh, but really you don't really want to listen to a uh, uh, fucking comics or or talk about comics after a day of, of fighting or do you Eric? does that no, is that well, a i don't know it, honestly does I that kind of get you excited i'm like i'm gonna watch on demand the last night's episodes of ghost adventures and then th- i saw everything on facebook and then my uh my girlfriend's phone was blowing up for messages from my mom my cousin and then i have to she calls my cousin who they're good friends yeah. And then I just sit there with, on speakerphone as we all talk together and then find out that my cousin's been talking to my sister about all the fucked up shit with my aunt concerning me. I'm like, I yeah. just want to watch TV and be left the fuck alone. The Eagles are yeah. coming on. Yeah, that's what I did. I got up, uh, did a little shopping. We watched some Eagles. I watched some pregame. We have that uh, the thing we got rid of our cable. And yeah. we have the fire stick that we use to watch all the TV, and it's been working out. Every time I giggle the whole time, I'm watching. I do, though, the one thing, it's, uh, when you li- watch live sports on that, yeah. it's a little, it's not great picture quality just because no. it's streaming live, uh, but it's not awful. It's more of like a, uh, uh, kind of standard definition. Anything? No, no. The channel thing, that the app that we got, which, you know, might not be totally legal, uh, gives you the Fuck, full I can't deal. even record the games without permission. Yeah, it's great. I, <laughs> I get that. Yeah, really, you don't want to tear the tag off a mattress either. Exactly. Uh, no, I, I 
basically have the NFL ticket on the down low, Eric. Don't tell anybody. Don't no, no, he's got to whisper it. Yeah, nobody. So yeah, I, I finished uh, watching the Eagles, and for that couple minutes before we started this up, I was going through all the rest of the games that hadn't finished, like yeah. little freaking Cam Newton and shit like that. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. But uh, we're gonna get on and finish this damn thing so you can get back to your miserable life. Seriously, maybe, maybe this fuck? is this is your cocoon. This this is where you just just be with me, Eric. Me and your spoon, yeah. You could be the little spoon. You could be the little bizarro. I'll give you a pup pup. You can sit there. You could be all happy. <laughs> all happy. I don't even remember. I, I could actually go back and listen to the last thing we said because I, I think that we were a little down uh, when we finished. Here, actually, if I play part of the podcast during the podcast, that might implode the universe. That's right? some meta it, shit. It right doesn't there. that seem like a another here. story? I'll say another story where I was in an elevator and Kevin Nash got into it. I Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. And See, I, I think I sound a little down. I, it was, I we were it tired. Was like four, it was four thirty in the morning. You were on drugs, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that was some good times. Good times. Drugs. So we're gonna get back to the books Imagine here. Imagine the hundredth episode just... where it's possibly on purple drag. Oh yeah. Oh my. I'll I'll be dead. Yeah. I will. I'll actually last probably an hour, and I'll just fall asleep. <laughs> is what I'll do. Or uh, it's weird too. When I get drunk, um, I become the life of the party. Now you you think. You think listening to the podcast that people would be like, oh, you know what, Jim and Eric are always talking, whatever. You get me at a party, and I don't say a peep. I'm a church mouse. I'm sitting there, and I'm freaking scared in the corner, hiding. And uh, But once I start drinking, I all of a sudden, yeah. I'm freaking going around. Yeah, that's why I have to drink as well. That's why I don't do that sort of thing anymore, so I haven't had to drink. I haven't drank It's rid of all, my social so. anxiety right quick. I gotta, do you even know what uh, – we said it before. What exactly is in the purple drink? I know I it, it, it's no, like Dimetap, right? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Purple drink uh, because I really do think that we should drink that uh, uh, definitely. I see that Narcanon has a warning on it. Uh, effects of, here's – actually, I'm going to tell you – Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you right now what purple drank the effects include, okay? All tell right, me right. if this is going to help the podcast or not. Constricted pupils that do not respond well to light. Okay, well, I got this freaking bright-ass computer screen shining me in the well, face. That's, that's true. Like that. I was actually going with the fact we do this at night, so it's yep. not a big deal. So, But here, here's where it goes down. Uh, rough – Raspy voice. No, yeah, well, okay. That's not that's great, fucked. right? So we're one for one, What's maybe zero for two. Here? I don't know. Help, yeah, really. Slow slurred speech. <laughs> well, I, I can't even. I can't that. even say that fast three times. Uh, uncontrolled eye movement. All right, okay. that's going to be a problem trying to read. The, I, I can't even read it. Okay, well that goes with hard. the yeah droopy eyes. <laughs> Droopy eyes. That that sounds more of a uh, like if you're looking for a date, that would be a big thing. Droopy eyes is not going to really affect anything, you know, besides I'm looking not like anybody a with fucking idiot. Fucking eyes. Okay, slowed heart rate. Slowed heart rate. I'm okay with that. Okay, is that good? That's yeah, that's not that bad. That might actually help. I think uh, drowsiness. That that is a problem. That's a problem. Three a.m. drowsiness. The the other thing that we haven't really talked about is uh, Reggie is we're forcing him to do the whole podcast with us, right? I, as far as I know, because I don't Fair think enough. he has a book, so I he's really going to be. About it. He's just going to fall asleep. Okay, here's where I'm in trouble while I'm recording for things that happen: loss of balance. <laughs> I'm gonna fall off the chair and loss of coordination. I already am knocking shit everywhere. So you are I'm, already I'm the master drink. disaster. Oh yeah. Uh, this one though. Are you always on purple drink? I might be. Well, this one actually might uh, prove it, but I don't know that this would fully affect the podcast. It probably affects it a bit. Uh, paleness. 
Well, so yeah, I'm on the purple drink again. The worst again. pail you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you pull up your sleeves, it, lo- it looks like skim milk. Your your, your <laughs> freaking skin. Okay, the next one actually of all these, it is going to give us the most benefit. The most benefit because constipation. We won't have to take a shit there in the podcast. There you go. I never I take, take a shit there in the podcast. I take like seven. Seven. Or sometimes <laughs> I, while we're, we're talking, I have a bedpan. Uh, next one, urinary tract infection. I don't think it's going to go while I, we're I drinking one works. night. I don't want yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, the next one's the best because dental problems. And what would happen to me, that is true, because I'd fall off my goddamn chair and hit my fucking face on the desk. Dental problems, Eric. So, and, I imagine I'm sitting here all fucked up thinking my teeth are going to fall out. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the worst one, Eric, addiction. There oh. you go. Addiction. Yeah, I, I see here too. Um, it was widely abused. Purple drink was widely abused in Texas in 2000. That's very specific, right? But oh. the number of people abusing it began to drop. By 2011, the users were back up again. Oh, it's awesome. It sounds people so good. Re- I look at it too. And drank. It's, uh, it's the effects of purple drank on hip hop industry and sports. We got there. We got Jamarcus Russell, the freaking horrible quarterback that was a, a bust for the Raiders had some purple drank. Ah, oh, yes, Purple Drank, Eric. Now I know what we're going to call this podcast. Purple Drank. It's... No, no, that's episode 100. No, I know, we will. I, I'm struggling to find uh, what I will call this podcast. I'm but... telling you, especially since we took the night off. Like, we didn't no, not even that, but we also recorded some like things on Thursday. Yeah. yeah, we stopped things like Friday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It takes a long time to do this. Podcast. I do know that by this point... People are probably getting close to the 11th hour of the podcast because it's going to be a long one, uh, which they'll already know by this point. So I don't know what I'm saying that, Eric. We're going to get to the books. Let's get to these books, Eric. These books that are going to cheer you up. The first one is Deathstroke number six. Deathstroke number six, Eric. It's there. It's going to hold your hand and make everything all better. I don't want Deathstroke to to hold my hand. It's going to say, hey, no, just the book. Not Deathstroke, the book. Arms are going to grow out of the book. It's going to hold your hand and maybe even like... Rub your ass a little. I, yeah. Does that make you feel good? The, the smaller your back, maybe. Freaking rub your hold ass. Me, hold me close, Deathstroke. Hold me close, Deathstroke number six. Deathstroke number six, written by Christopher Priest, art by Larry Hama, Carlo Pagulan, Jason Paz, Jeremy Crox, and Willie Schubert. I will say Larry Hama is just the breakdowns. Carlo Pagulan is the the uh, the penciler. That threw me off a bit in my review. Uh, it did. I, I wrote it, and then I went later, and somehow I'm thinking that Larry Hama's the man. He wasn't the man. Eric. Breakdowns. He, he said, break it down for me, fellas. He break started dancing. Now. He did the, the cabbage patch and the running man. And then fucking, he running manned out the door, and then Carlo Pagulani, he came in and, and finished it up. But yeah, Christopher Priest. Can, ran the hell out. Yeah, really, yeah. Christopher Priest continues making me enjoy this book more with each passing issue. This one's all about Jericho. And while I've gone on the record as a true blue Jericho hater, I already am in love with this heartless little scamp, Eric. Heartless little scamp. I just want to go and I want to rub uh, fucking his head and mess up his hair. What do you think of that? It looks like Ryan Phillippe a bit. A even bit. if he, even if he stole my idea of celebrity voices for talking for the talking impaired. That son of a bitch. That I said it before. This was my idea. I've had this idea for years. It was something that me and my buddy it, Jay used to I talk never about. You it. No, you heard me mention it about a hundred times. <laughs> I even say we would be at work, and I would just say to random people, like, "Don't you think that people with a voice box would be so great if they had uh, voices of?" And Morgan Freeman's the one I always would come up with, even though I should probably pick a voice that I could do. Because I See, can't I do always, Morgan Freeman. I always think Pierce Bronson just because of that Triassa Horror episode where he was yeah. in the house, like Hal. Yeah. No, I, I think maybe like Howard Cosell. That'd be good, right? Do you think the problem would be is if you talked 
Like, say you did your voice and you were Richard Nixon, uh-huh. you would just tend to do Richard Nixon quotes with it. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be weird. But you can, And I would love to have the first guy do this and actually go on the road as an impersonator, but he's really not impersonating things. It's just a, a voice a monk that's doing it. It'd be so good. It's like that guy great. at work who was telling us about Jeff Dunham, and he thought all this time that Jeff Dunham yeah. just had a button inside his fucking yeah. mouth dummies yeah actually yeah. the guy we were talking about before uh, earlier in the podcast who wants to uh you know i'm gonna go as i'm gonna go as wrong turn he also thought that ventriloquist dummies were like set up that he could buy the dummy hit a button and the thing would talk to him uh, yeah i actually think <laughs> that he thought that it wouldn't just be pre-programmed things either to me the way he was saying it that's the on switch it comes to life it has the spark of life then eric the spark of life. Cyborg Superman comes, we'll gets the Odin fucking whatever, the raw material. Uh, Odic ore? Yeah. That. Odic ore. That is fucking nonsense. Fuck At least this book Superman. is not as much nonsense. And I don't know about you. This issue of Deathstroke, to me, was one of the most straightforward issues, uh, mainly because we concentrated a lot on Jericho. Now, there is a little you know, back and forth, but really most of it is a callback to everything that happened before. So I do think that this was a pretty straightforward issue, though I have one problem with that plane that they're driving but or flying in, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute because it starts off and they're in Africa. They're going back to get Red Lion. Uh, if you remember from Rebirth and the number one issue... You mean uh, Mateo? This, yeah, this is the guy that they... Uh, and it meant the president for life, uh, Bland. Bland. Mateo Bland. That's such a ter- terrible name. But I yeah, thought they that, were actually just making fun of him when they said that. Yeah, yeah, that he's Bland. Bland. He's a basic bitch, that guy, Eric. But yeah, they're going back to Africa. Uh, Deathstroke's going to go get him. And the whole thing is, this is where you get the idea of this book, where, again, it's double-cross, crisscross applesauce business, because at one point... The job was for him to go pretty much set up Red Lion, take his money, then sell him out. The super PAC money would go down. They would have a no-fly zone. I mean, it's a lot of complicated shit that happened I'm before. I'm telling you, I find myself not remembering how all yeah. of this works out well, because everything we had in issue one to now yes. – yeah, there's a lot of shit going well, on. And not only Scott that, but at the issues. beginning, yeah, at the beginning of the series, things were just kind of thrown at us. They really were. I, oh, yeah. They are starting. You can tell, though, to me, I, I seem to think in my mind that Christopher Priest is even addressing this a bit. Like this is where you would have, you know, you have issue number six. To me, this is where he might even be reacting a bit to how people thought of that first arc or whatever. These would be written a little bit you know, while the series is going on, because there are a lot of callbacks here uh, and kind of showing you what's going on. What's weird is they kind of leave those first couple issue things out there by themselves, but yeah. yet explain a lot of the stuff with Rose. They had There's a flashback with Batman that we just had. Uh, yeah, but great. yeah, he jumps into the African fucking war state where he's going to go and these rebels are going to they're trying to attack bland he jumps in in the meantime wintergreen's flying a plane that's on fire this is the whole it is a very big action scene beginning. And I'm you, i mean i was talking earlier how everything was reminding me of dark knight this week this yeah. does as well because we have that like sky hook that batman gets that chinese yep. dude out of the building yeah. with yeah have that here as well with deathstroke yeah. getting ready and, but out. the other thing i really like of susan where they call out it's a weird thing too they're like hey husan your new issue Sherwood, which I'm like, 
Boy, I haven't heard that name in a bit, and he does show up, and it was kind of, I don't know, that to me was a subtle call out to like, hey, Isherwood's coming, he was the tech guy, it was more to tell you, remind you who Isherwood Dr. was, Icon? than who's son, yeah, well, they, they go, and uh, he has these uh, steel boots, and I'm saying steel as in the character. Uh, yeah. And it's pretty cool. They're like retrofitted. I don't know. It was pretty cool. It, it, to me, it shows that Deathstroke is a guy who's going to get equipment. You know, Hussan's going to grab shit on the black market. They're going to do all this. I don't know why he really needed that. Like, to me, Deathstroke would be a more of a backpack guy, but he jumps off, and these things, you know, are rocket booths going around. Uh, they're very heavy. They have a little back and forth. Well, and, I'm just saying, it's like everybody wants to be somebody else in this because, like, yeah, Deathstroke yeah. has steel boots. Freaking uh, Mateo, the Red Lion, now has transformed the old Deathstroke suit into yes. his own suit. Yep, which and, and that is the suit that, if you remember, in issue one, that's the one he kind of dug up off of that dead body and took. So that that was a call out of but them. But then which I'm that telling you, I am left wondering who the fuck was that Deathstroke in the bar the one time when we saw he took his yeah, mask off? Like that's I, not Slade. It didn't look gonna, like Mateo to me. We're gonna have to see. I, I, who knows? I, again, I'm just dealing with this. The bloody plane's on fire. Deathstroke goes, uh, he gets okay, attacked by, by the Red Lion's lions and is like, hey, move him or lose him. Deathstroke's pretty cool right there because it looks like he's going to die. Uh, you know what I mean from lions, but he's more like, if, if you don't get them off, I'm going to fucking kill him. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Red Lion himself is almost like, you know, what is he, a lion tamer? He just yells to these things and they, they back off. But yeah, they blast off to go to the plane to escape. They miss their deal deathstroke shoots the boots off and they give the whole thing where yeah uh wintergreen even said if you when you fall you're gonna live but yeah. it will red lion the suit will maintain its integrity the guy inside is gonna die red lion and then that's where thinking it gets, to myself, that's not a very good suit in my no, mind and this gets so wonky for me at this point uh, only because at at that point, it looks like Red Lion does most of the saving. He grabs on the plane. The plane is upside down at this point. It does a little topsy-turvy upside down, but then when it crashes, you never see it right itself up, but it lands normal. And that threw me off a bit. Like, when it was upside down, I'm like, holy shit, now real crap is really going to happen. It just crash lands, and it's right side again. I, it just was like, I, I don't know why. Yeah, I guess. But to not see it, even if they would have shown at that I point. I don't know because, if that plane could do a loop-de-loop. -loop. I don't know. But when it does start the loop-de-loop, -loop, uh, you do see the, the uh, fire, the smoke. And that's all you need for me to see. Like, above them, see a little loop-de-loop -loop smoke. I'd be like, okay. Uh, but, yeah, they... They spell out to Red Lion, then, yeah, we got you, the money's right. They're, they're just kidnapping him again. It's, it's going to go back and forth. I expect that Red Lion is going to be a guy who keeps getting back and forth, uh, changing hands just for Deathstroke when he needs money. We all yeah. we, we laugh a lot of times like, hey, what does Superman do when he needs money? And see, yeah, Superman goes and he makes diamonds out of coal. Fucking Deathstroke needs some money, he goes and gets Red Lion for whoever wants him at that point. But I do like the call up because he's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we're doing this for the money. And it's a call out then. Hey, Richard. And there's Richard. Luis. He's like, we found out it's yeah, Luis in the last yeah, issue. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you know what? You, this is what happens. You fucking don't mess with my fucking kids, you fucking idiot. And he's there. And I thought that was a pretty cool thing where they yeah. actually took him. He has now done a loop-de-loop -loop in a fucking burning plane and crash land while Deathstroke's using fucking rocket boats. Like, this shit is something that crazy. nobody should see. It's crazy. So, yeah, it really does. It's like two guys fencing on fucking bicycles in a bag yeah. alley. Yeah, really. He's, people shouldn't see this, something like that. <laughs> uh, but then we go and we have Rose. And the Rose bit 
is her just we end up finding out rose is there with uh her brother jericho or half brother jericho's uh fiance and jericho himself shows up uh, she's but a yeah. weird character yeah who uh rose or the the no, girl jericho's fiance yeah she is weird i i really it's weird i i don't get a grip like sometimes i guess you can say it's pretty cool because i don't even get the true reason why she's even here. There, no. there are reasons, but you're like, I don't know what she's doing. And this is where I was talking earlier. I don't understand. Old Jericho seems to be a very successful person. He is in this skyscraper in Los Angeles. that billion-dollar idea of freaking having celebrity yeah. voices. Yeah, yeah you would think, but it's it, whatever. It, he, Joseph at, at W. Wilson, executive vice president, is outside his – of what? It doesn't say. I, I want to know what exactly he does. You think that he does tech because Isherwood shows up, but I, I would have liked to have known exactly what it is. But you get this weird back and forth with this, and I guess her name is Ateen is how you would pronounce it, almost like David Ateen, the guy who uh, sent that video in for Stanley Kubrick. Honestly, was, I'm telling you, I did not write it down. I was hoping you would say, I think it was, I, I think I pronounced it the entire time I wrote it as like Etienne. Well, it's but E-T-I-E-N-N-E, and I was going with the team, but the weird part of it is, is when Rose talks to Jericho, goes, you know, I'm going to say a team, but somebody will know yeah, the fine. exact yeah. pronunciation, but isn't that a boy's name? I'm like, no, that's a no. fucked up name that I've never heard of in my life. It's so weird. Uh, but yeah, she just basically uh, is there when she for said Rose. that for some reason, I thought all of a sudden she was transgendered. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I don't know. And maybe it is because of what we found out later about Jericho. But uh, she's there. She, Rose thinks she's pretty. But really, the whole thing, she's like, oh, you know what? I love my dad, and he's a piece of shit. It's a weird back and forth. Uh, but then Jericho's there, and Rose seems to not realize he's there, which is odd because he's right there. Uh, but, yeah, she the, the a teen goes, and that's where Jericho and Rose, we get the first bit of really an adult Jericho and the – bit with rose and and he's a little funky he, he's yeah. kind of crazy uh there's even parts where rose is freaking you know uh making jokes about them getting married he says that that's his fiance he's gonna get married and this is where I, he's like hey you I know was, what I, I was a little upset with this part though because when they're talking about their family things and how fucked up their father is yeah we do see the flashback of jericho laying there with his throat slit yeah and yeah. like slade trying to freaking resuscitate him and we see his mother there as well i'm like I want to know what happened after she blew, when she uh, blew shot in the his back eye of the head out. Yeah, and, then and how blew he the eye out. Uh, maybe we'll get more of that. I, I don't know, but yeah, it, it did. It was his fault. Jericho got, and it was the jackal sliced Jericho's yeah. throat. So we get this um, flashback here. We get the flashback with Batman a little yeah. bit. Yep. And I'm yeah. Like, I, just show me more of the stuff that yeah, I don't Yeah, I think know. that they're working. And Jericho's just, it's weird. All of a sudden, he's just really plopped into this. Uh, we didn't know the last issue with Damien. Uh, all Damien said was like, hey, you know what? Your brother got his, uh, your one brother got his neck sliced. And the, uh, we had no idea what Jericho went to do and what was going on. Um, just that the whole series, Deathstroke has kind of been saying, and Wintergreen himself has even been saying that he's trying to make up for what happened to his boys by being nice to Rose in his and own I way. Was, I was actually kind of upset until this point because it really seemed like the Christopher Priest were saying that Jericho, Jericho died. Jericho was I'm dead. Like, that doesn't that, make any that's what I'm saying. That's where even Grant's when Damien, 
Yeah, when Damien says it last issue, it, it really was left open of where Jericho was or if he was actually even alive. So seeing this was pretty cool. I'm not, a, I'm not a Jericho fan, but it's only because the only Jericho that I've dealt with has been fucking nonsense. That that convergence You're Jericho. The old, the old style uh, Oh, my Jericho. God, sitting there. If, if anybody was listening or reading playing Convergence, he's there playing a guitar and fucking painting pictures while shit was going on all around him. He's a peaceful soldier. Yeah, that drove me nuts. But, uh, yeah, uh, Jericho and, and Rose have a really weird thing. And it's funny because at one point, uh, Jericho even says, hey, should we kill Deathstroke? And he's not joking. He <laughs> really isn't. He he is very much, to me, one of the things that Christopher Priest is doing with this character. He's one of those guys who says shit just to see what the reaction is, yeah. to, to know where to go next. Uh, yeah, he's like, hey, we should kill him. And she's like, oh, you. He's like, yeah, just joking. He's not joking. Uh, but that's when Isherwood shows up. And Isherwood is there. Looks like he has some sort of meeting, uh, a conference with uh, Jericho and the company's in, I guess. Um, but, yeah, he was the tech guy they see. But you get that idea right away. Did you realize right away, like, Jericho's gay. He, he's a homosexual. I Right away when he's like, hey, you know what? Swing back later, okay? And I, I don't know. I guess the way he wrote it, I was like, yeah, he's a gay guy. No, and I didn't realize until the end of the issue. Yeah, I did. I realized. Right? It just was weird because there was no reason for him to swing back. It, it was a very odd thing to say to him. Uh, but I liked it. I, and it, it's not, the, what ends up happening at the end because of that and because of whatever is, um, I think is the best part of the book. It really, I said to you, for some reason, it really felt like a Watchmen, uh, sequence to me. I don't know if you felt the same. It just felt very, it didn't feel like this book, like Jericho has showed up and really has changed up the book a bit with, with him in there. But in the meantime, there's uh, Wintergreen and Deathstroke are going. They're, they're heading back. You see David there and uh, Richard, I mean, not David. And David. Richard, you figure, you see why, you get the beginnings of even that, of why he is against Deathstroke. And what he's doing is really to try to fuck De with Deathstroke, but has fallen in love with Rose as well. I'm telling so it's, you, though, I don't thing. understand his biggest problem. It just seems that he was unhappy with the fact that Deathstroke used to bang his mom. Yeah, I don't know if it's one of those where he thinks that Deathstroke maybe, maybe he ruined his family after this. Yeah, or or Deathstroke ruined his family. Maybe they, you know. And do you know who the mother is? Because she's dressed up, looks like a no, superhero of some yeah, sort. Like, looks I like don't a, know who she is. Off yeah, my head. so she may have died. It might be one of those where you know she, he just. This kid wanted a father. His, he doesn't have a father there. Deathstroke's now and his mama was just an asshole to him. Because where he's going from, you would guess from the ages that uh, this is around the time where he probably would have left his fucking family and, and uh, fucking oh, yeah, all dead and all that. Yeah. So he's maybe just an ass to him. I don't know. We're going to see. But, yeah, it's personal. He's doing this on purpose to fuck with, uh, with Deathstroke. Uh, what's weird though, in the meantime, you have this whole twisted turning thing is Deathstroke ended up being the one who set up the hit on Rose because, but was going to delete it. The whole sequence seems very odd to me when they're talking to Wintergreen it's, about it, it this It is so hit. odd because this freaking hit has been on the books for over a year. Yeah. And the only reason is, is because Wintergreen got captured and was kidnapped. Yeah. And, and it's weird because that the plan was to put it up on the, the dark net. And then just take it down because he didn't want to do it. And it's been on there, like you said, then then Wintergreen got kidnapped. It's just weird, that whole, you know, the whole concept It, it did not of that. really feel right to me. I don't know. It's just like yeah. Deathstroke. It's like, weird. 
Hey, Wintergreen, do me a favor. Take that off for me. I got some stuff there. I don't want to yeah. deal with all that. Yeah, okay, that's what he I'm gets saying. kidnapped just... and then Deathstroke thinks, I don't know how to use a computer yeah. to take yeah, this Yeah, that's down. what I thought. I'm like, why Why wouldn't you just get on it? Oh, man, you know what? What was Wintergreen's password again? Yeah. Why, you know, Usually he uses like donkey dick, but it's he weird. didn't it use it this time. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. It's Rose is hot. <laughs> She's a little girl. But yeah, uh, then you have a little dinner with Rose is having a dinner, kind of with a teen who doesn't even appear to be sitting with her. They Are they so playing weird. a game there? I are don't they like, know what yeah, the point I, of this goddamn section is. No, I is. don't either, because neither of them should be like anything. Like Rose out of her custom. We, we have said it, it is odd that like people... Rose. Yeah, and, and they're just they're sitting there in a restaurant, but not at the same table, and they're kind of talking to each other, like that whole bit where you're talking and not looking at the other person so people won't know. What, what, what are they getting at here? But yeah, she doesn't, she, uh, a teen doesn't like Rose, says, you know, I don't like you, you're a piece of shit to, to my fiance, Jericho, but half of you is good, uh, and you know, the other half is a piece of shit, go and find the real, you know, the good half of you, and it's okay. At one point, they even show where that's where Batman is saying to her, they have that flashback one panel, Batman's saying, you know, you're a killer, maybe even a murderer, I have absolutely no sympathy for you, and I like that, that's a callback, kind of to show you what happened, but also also to show you that Rose might be trying to change her ways right now anyway. And even that weird, like, said. you know, Hamung reference where, like, oh, he thinks Yeah, this Chinese. is the second like, time this has happened. Th- yeah. This is the second with the Hamung girl, and I don't understand why this is such a big thing. I guess maybe it is for her, and that's more of a character development. doesn't really... And then it's not she's really, like, she doesn't he, really seem to care about yeah, her. Yeah, it's weird. He's like, he all. doesn't know you're a Hamung girl. You know, I'm an American, and that's where it seems like, hey... Don't even tell me that the first time you saw me and knew I was getting married to your brother that you didn't think black girl. I'm like, where are we going with what this? What happened? This, yeah, this is just really odd. We're fucking Chinese here. What's, what, yeah, why why yeah. did they get all sour? They're just, see, plus there's the whole thing where, you know, the Chinese food kind of goes south where <laughs> shit goes I, I, wrong. I, I don't know. I, maybe Rose has a little bit more insight on her brother. It's like, don't don't expect the first thing you thought of me wasn't black girl. No, I just thought girl. It was weird to me. Yeah. But what, tell me what happened with the chef and, and her dinner. Oh. I, I, at one point, she just like, is that just like she has one of those, like I told you, where I would get muscle spasms and throw myself into the fucking kerosene heater as a kid? Is that I what happened? She I just don't. really is bad at chopsticks. Yeah, I guess. And then, yeah, she's like, I'm American. I'm not. <laughs> so weird uh but then you, the the issue basically ends then with my favorite part uh where jericho goes this is uh, a good part yeah it's really good and it's the big he, reveal of the book it is it's the huge deal he goes to go and see dave dave eric dr icon and he shows up and Dr. Icon shows up. He's been called there, and you realize through the dialogue and whatnot that uh, he's telling Dr. Icon, hey, listen, I'm getting married. Uh, I have a woman, you know, the, the translator lady that I have. I'm going to marry her. And that's when Dr. Icon's like, what the fuck? You know what? You're my gay lover, and I've done a lot. To, you know, he risked his life to do this. Deathstroke, if he found out, because this is Deathstroke's guy uh, from their original party uh, back in the day, if they – if Deathstroke finds out he's he's slicing his throat. And I'm not even telling you that it's because 
Deathstroke is a homophobe. I don't even think it goes that far. I think it's just like, you you know, stay away from my kids. Uh, plus, he's a younger guy, whatnot. I don't know. Maybe he is a homophobe. But they don't really go fully out. But no. this guy, the guy it's has... It's just the fact that, you know, this this colleague of his like, yeah. slave and is Almost like you, you took advantage of me to get to my son. And that's where even Jericho's like, don't even... But, you know, I'm the one who pursued you. And I'm Jericho like, to me... Yeah, well, I know. But the, the thing about this issue, it really, the way Christopher Priest writes Jericho is fucking awesome to me because he just seems so cold and calculating and freaking manipulate from just the bit that we got. He actually scares me a bit because okay, he, yeah. he, he is a psychopath. I think that he doesn't care who die, lives or dies and he's going to make sure if anybody's going to get in his way, he, he's going to, and he's going to kill him. And the one thing that we get is this marriage means something big to Jericho. This is something that he's doing, whether it's he has to, she's a beard, and he has to have safe face well, or, or something or present like, you know, this. Like, you know, this whole, like, love is not all about, like, you know, like, genitals or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he actually cares for this woman yeah. who wants to marry her. Yeah, I don't think he even likes her. I, I get the idea that he doesn't even care about her, that he's just playing a game with everyone. Just the way he comes off, I think that everyone he talks to, he's playing well, another he part of the game. He definitely has a bigger thing going on for how, like, you know, Dr. Icon goes, to, like, I'm going to go and start. Yeah, he's going to go. Straight. This is why I don't – if he really loved her – and all these things that he's saying, I don't think that would mean anything. He'd be like, fuck it. Go and tell whoever. I'll just deny it. You know, it goes beyond that. And I really do think that he's using her as well as he's going to use Rose. I mean, he's a bad fucking guy, I think. But he says, you know, you know, you can't go and tell anything. You're going to ruin it. And then basically possesses Dr. Icon and fucking he just falls to his death. He fucking fawns Gruber's uh, sure down does. to the, the thing. And I said just this. I don't know why, but just to me, these last couple of panels. And it is funny because I had just read a bunch of Watchmen uh, a couple weeks ago. Right. And I don't know this whole sequence of the the way they're talking to each other, and you have like what appears to be kind of a normal, but you know what oh, I'm saying. I think saying? it's mostly and the panel layout. I think it. I just think the whole thing kind of is supposed to be reminiscent, or if, even if it's not, it's just this is beyond. This scene is beyond something that you usually see in DC Comics uh, nowadays. You don't, you know, you see Superman, he's flying around, whatever. You don't get somebody who's going to possess another guy because he's going to tell everybody that they've been gay lovers and then he possesses him to go and fall to his death. It's pretty freaking heavy scene. And I oh, yeah. really, really liked it. Like you said, it's even the panel layout is like that. And uh, I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh I like. I like this issue just, a lot. There was just a lot that was left out to me because, like, getting back to Red Lion was very odd for me, especially since I don't understand like what was up with that Destro costume from before. And then we just yeah. kept having these flashbacks that didn't give us any new information. Yeah, like, I going forward. I don't to this even story. know because we've been we're, we've been wondering about that co- the the costume about the yeah. outfit, and maybe this was the way to kind of put that to rest that at least we know where it is and now we you still like you said who the fuck was that other guy because he didn't look like Deathstroke at that one point but maybe this is one of those like maybe that was just Mateo before yeah maybe that's what I'm saying maybe it it is and maybe Maybe him coming back and really because they really had that scene where they blast off with the steel boots and they missed the plane to really stress that Red Lion has that fucking outfit still. And so I think that that was a big deal. Maybe that's going to go along the way down the road. I actually thought that the way it was going to be played is that that 
suit was going to end up on the black market. You'd it's have just some like, fucking it phony like he was death drunk. With Wintergreen to kill people then. Yeah, and like, yeah. I just don't understand the connection from where we left yeah. uh, Red Lion to where we're coming back to Red Lion now with yeah. him working with fucking Wintergreen to kill people. Yeah. Well, the, the I big... don't know. I, I just don't understand what's going Who? on what, as a whole. Red Lion working with Wintergreen? Or... Yeah. Yeah, he's not. They went to kidnap him. I'm saying though, before when he had the Deathstroke's costume on, it seemed like they were, he was there when yeah, he was the Yeah, I remember, but the the only thing that was when they left him, basically he told them, "You you fucked me," you know, because they did. They exposed him. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. ended up shutting down his country and not allowing anybody in or out. So then that's where the rebels decided they were going to fucking go and take him and rebel. That's why he's fighting them all. So I think that it goes pretty well from what happened before. It's just not. It's not a. Uh, you know, a normal comic book story. It was a lot of politics that we didn't enjoy at the no, beginning no. and stuff like that. But yeah, these rebels are just, they're going to take his fucking, his White House that it looks like and, and just destroy it and kill him because they're poor. They have nothing. All these people in this country are probably starving. They can't import or export anything because the whole country's been shut down by the U.S. because of what happened. And it's just, they went in to get him. And it might even be like he is saving them. But he's saving, Deathstroke saved him because the, he wants a paycheck. He even says, yeah. you know, I'm doing this for a paycheck, whatever. And, uh, the big thing was when, uh, Red Lion even says to that, uh, to Richard, like, you're a fucking idiot. You tried to kill fucking Deathstroke's daughter. And then he's like, hey, you know, your friend. And the Red Lion's like, he is not my friend. We are not friends. And it's, it's just, I think that they're going to go back and forth with him over and over. I think that he's going to be in the book. You know, every now and again, and to me, it'd be funny, actually, by the end where he just keeps kidnapping him wherever he is. But it looks like he's going to get sanctuary somewhere uh, or he's going to be put on trial for war crimes. Who knows? Deathstroke's just doing it for a paycheck. But I, I liked it. I liked the art uh, a lot. I thought the art was good. I like it. This is, to me, like I said, I think that this was the most straightforward issue, even if we did bring back some things and that a teen was a little confusing. But more than... This stuff with Jericho, I really liked. I did like the stuff with uh, Deathstroke, even though we're not getting more of, you know, what happened with this hit and yeah, what's well, Jer- going Jericho on. Yeah, Jericho was the big spotlight of yeah, this. He was. I enjoyed this everything was we got issue. with him here. Yeah, uh, I gave it an 8.8 on the site. Okay, I'd probably give it about a 7.3. Yeah, yeah. Just because was... I just couldn't follow the story very well. And, like, you know, everything that we've had, like, beforehand leading into this, and even the Ateen character, I didn't understand the point of her or of what she was yeah, even I doing. I, 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 was, the, was she just there as a reason for Jericho to kill Dr. Icon? I mean, you know what I mean? There, there yeah. wasn't – it seemed that she was his translator that he claims he fell in love. Like you said – I don't. I don't think she, he even cares two shits about her. I really don't. I, I think that he is a psychopath who is just going to go through people and just kill whoever gets in his way. Uh, now we we'll do, see. we do we do say though that like previously to understand the Deathstroke issue you have to read it more than once. I did not have the chance yeah, to do that, yeah. so maybe on a second reading I could follow these. Yeah, things I read better. it twice. I I really liked it. I I liked it a lot. And the one thing uh, I did think Doctor Icon it made me laugh because at points he looks a lot like freaking uh, Black Adam. I was like, oh, it looks like Black Adam. But, uh, yeah, I like the next issue. It says, you know, the assassin and the Superman. 
We'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know if well, Doctor Icon. Now we got to get the fucking Superman. Like, but it's also like even the case. Maybe the thing with that I thought about Watchmen, and I'm not saying that I think that this leads into any sort of rebirth Watchmen nonsense. What I'm saying, maybe it's because Doctor Icon dying kind of reminds me of like it would be the comedian dying and everybody reacting to that. I don't know. It just really had a Watchmen feel to me. Uh, but we're gonna go and finish the podcast with a book that has not been one of our favorites. But I'm liking a lot more now. I'm liking it. Earth 2 Society, number 18, written by Dan Abnett, with art by Bruno Redundo, Juan Alberon, Rex Locus, and Travis Lanham. Our wonders are still trapped in the ghost world that the Pandora casket created, but now it begins to look like there's actually something going on here besides for Golden Age Sandmen coming out of nowhere and trying to kill our heroes. That's right, Earth 2 is being remade, and when we leave this issue, we see the 50s-era future metropolis that we all love. But we also have Commander Steel telling Batman, Huntress, and John Grayson that they have to come with him if they want to survive the hour. Yep. Yeah. Uh, not a lot to talk about in this issue. No, there's it's, not. It's it, kind it of the such, same as the last one, but I really like it. This was probably I, the hardest for me to rate just because we get a lot of the same that we got last yeah, issue. Yep. But what we did get, I really fucking yeah, enjoyed. Yeah, I liked. And you get this one, the big thing is to show Batman. And, uh, you know, Dick Grayson, Batman, his son. Oh, yeah, because I'll tell you, we had we had all the other characters in the yep. previous issue, and I wondered the whole goddamn time, where the fuck's Batman, Huntress, and fucking Fire Pattern? And yep. here we get a focus on them, which I really enjoyed. But we spend that time with Batman telling John not to call him dad because somebody might be listening. Yeah, he's like, hey, son, you got to call me Batman in the costume. And it's funny then, throughout this whole thing then, even two panels later, he call. I don't know, is it is it that bad to call Helena Helena, when she's, it's, you know, in her huntress outfit, because, yes. and he does that two panels later. It made me laugh so much. He's like, listen, you can't call me that when I'm in my costume. You call me Batman. Okay, Dad, I'm sorry. Hey, by well, the way, like the Helena. Mail, it's like the mail we had earlier talking about Night of the Monster Men when Batman said, on comms, we use our code names, but he's yelling at the whole goddamn yeah. time. Yeah. And even, here's the thing, too. It's like, hey, so I don't like this place, Dad. Me neither, John. Son, I'm in. Co- Why is he saying son too? He's it's so ridiculous that he's. He doesn't like the name left. Fire Pattern. Yeah, no, but I'm saying he said you can't call me Dad, but he calls him son, and yeah. then he calls Helena Helena. Then he, he just goes on and on through the whole thing when they're talking. They use their names uh, constantly through this. It made me laugh, but I did like it. But you, it's do- funny too. It's like if you think about it too. Even if there was somehow somebody was like the world was yeah. still there. And they were in this thing and somebody was watching. Nobody except for Ultra Humanite knows that John Grayson was aged to 16 years old. Yeah, 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 you have that. Yeah, you have that. Now, I don't know. It'd be one of those where he should have spelled out like, listen, don't call me dad because that puts you in danger. And that's even better. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Firefighter's got some badass powers. Yeah, it does. Later on, uh, another big point of this was uh, he actually calls out, like, I'm, I don't want to go by Fire Pattern. It's a slave name, Eric. He yeah, doesn't want to go is. with it. He wants to go with something else, but he has to figure it out. And I'm like, here we go with these fucking, fucking characters. Baby. That's what it should be. Uh, but why can't you ever have a character just like, you know what? I should be Robin. This is like August in the fucking Flash uh, book. I don't want to say my name yet. It happens all the time in these where people have to sit there and think so hard for these stupid well, names. What's Duke called? Yeah, well, Duke. At least you go by his name. He's the John's just like. Why can't John like? I don't even want a name. Just call me John. But just no. call me son. I've missed yeah. you so much, Dad. And, yeah, and there's uh, even at the point where John then yells out when Helena is getting attacked and he punches one of the salmon. Get off, Aunt Helena. 
like you're, you're blowing it again, buddy. But because of this, now, and, now in your mind though, does that mean that Dick is fucking her? Like you always say, all yeah. of my, yeah. all my was, mother's boyfriends would become Uncle yeah. Jamie yep. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it is Uncle Uncle. So is that, that fucking is, does stinky this Jamie. work the same way? Yes, I think it does, and I think that he's like, I know what's going on behind closed doors, you son of a bitches. But uh, I do like, I do like. Ultra show me a lot look, of things. Yes, the one thing that I don't like as much here is it does really push to be kind of the we been there done that bit because yes. then the sandmen attack and this is basically it's what we saw all the last sandmen, yeah. just because yeah, just as we it. as that robotic voice counts down till cohesion is complete yeah. and we just have to survive until then now, but, uh, before we even get that though we go back to our other wonders yeah. we're scanning this freaking you know the ghost like you could see the outline of buildings yeah but they're just ghosts you know did you, you see right before through that did you think it was weird that uh john could hear the voice did you think that was any? i really bit, did um, i'm telling you i found myself worried because in the previous issue the only person who could hear it was red Lois. tornado and yeah. she's a robot and so you she's know, a robot that so I, it really threw me off human i do to john that he's able and, to hear yes, this is, and is really real they, and then he points to it because he's like i don't know if it's a sound or if it's inside my head i'm like oh no what's going on I put that in my review oh god i'm so upset now and i was worried but i i do like it and basically this is an issue where people are standing around talking and i found myself very intrigued by it and very uh not i guess captivator it you know i was in the issue this what a lot of times issues like this you know me i fucking i'm out i just start i I read half of the thing i'm like i'm the reason I've been really captivated is because I'm anticipating this is the start of everything yeah. I've always wanted from Earth 2, where we'll get our, our old Earth 2 back. Everything will be fine. We can erase the last five years of shit. Yeah. And we can finally have our heroes in a normal world being heroes. They get to have fucking secret yeah. identities. They get to do normal superhero shit, and that's yeah. all I've wanted. I, I like it, too, because Valzad's there and they, with Fury and the, hey, don't Flash. I think it's Flash who says, like, you know, she's not taking this well. Don't, don't, you know, she, she's not, she's upset. She thinks she fucked us all. And uh, he's like, oh, you know what? She had to. Ultra Human, it was going to do something. We're still getting this point. What, what is this thing? A dream box? This cat, like, if Ultra Human had opened it up, it would have been different than this yeah, because this know. doesn't seem to be what quote-unquote fury would have wanted you know what i mean she doesn't even know what's going on so it's weird to think that at some point ultra human I, it was spelled out that he was going to shape this new world i don't know how to me well, it's this like is on have... autopilot when you open exactly. that thing this is what happens and maybe maybe it's just the play that ultra human I wouldn't have known that and he thought he could do something but it's weird that they spell it out again like you had to do odd. this ultra human I would have changed the world in his image i, I don't it's think that's how it well, works because at the beginning of the earth to society we had almost the same kind of storyline going on with terry sloan who had the genesis uh, machine and was going to remake the world but like the way he saw fit so it's along those lines but it it works so much differently here because we don't even know what the panda or a cascade is like even fury thinks it's weird because it should be this mystical object yeah and we got this robot voice talking to us now when when they're there do you think that before this issue is going on that the the outlines of the things around them were they're not really seeing them that they are actually in a white you know just a white out there and we see them just to have a perspective because at the one point that's when Valzad's like hey use your x-ray vision and look look it's a it's a city if you kind of see that already like when we're seeing at one point you even see flashy stand there and it looks like a an alleyway with a door and some windows like nobody has said like 
Uh, hey, you know what? There's all these buildings here, and it looks like it's coming together. Oh, it looks like a blueprint. It's not until Valzan's like, yeah, use your X-ray vision, and they're like, oh, my God, it's a fully formed city. No, it's Metropolis. We, we, no, we had that in the previous issue. It's just them talking weird. talking about how it looks like that. Even when one of the Sandmen grabbed uh, Power Girl and pulled her through the window. Well, he pulled her through. That's Well, that's when it became real, even yeah. when this happens. But it's weird. Why does Valzan have to tell them, hey, use your, your X-ray vision. Look, it's actually a city. You're only seeing a little bit more than what appears to be being shown anyway. It, it yeah. was just an odd thing for them to do there to me. And I couldn't remember if they were even like, hey, look, there's, you know, things are coming together because you can see it looks like buildings and things like that. I don't know why well, it, this x ray vision deal was such a big the, deal. That does lead to the idea that Val has where maybe the world is already shaped but they're freaking like dimensional fucking vibrations yeah. well, aren't even like yet. that though that like i'm saying he says that and i thought well it kind of already looked like that it didn't it doesn't mean like when they look at it the way the yard is at least it doesn't look like they see much more than what they see on the surface only like the insides of buildings is it that really what he's had, like it, there's it really more re- detail he says did, but, oh yeah did you ever watch the langoliers when that came out no no, there was a part at the end of the movie where it's all about like you know time just dis- like going to uh, yeah, yeah. church shit like that where the langoliers <laughs> ate away the past. <laughs> yes. At the end, all, the is Michael J. Fox in that one? Is, is no, Michael fucking, J. Uh, no, what the hell is his name? Panache. Uh, fucking. Oh, uh, oh a Balky. Balky, yeah. Balky, Balky was in it. Oh, all right. Yeah, so was yeah, Dean Stockwell. Okay. But at the end, they get back to the airport and it's empty. So they think they didn't do anything, but time hadn't caught up to them yet. So okay. eventually, they, the world just came alive right in front but, of them. Maybe it's and I've never seen the Langoliers, but even That's just what it reminded me of. even just maybe it's because of the, all the other things that we've seen and, and science fiction or whatever. The minute that they went into this quote unquote like I call it the blueprint universe that they're right. in or whatever, Ghost like you knew right away what was happening. It's weird oh, that yeah. we we've taken a couple issues to kind of spell it out because you could tell that even with the stuff, you know, cohesion ninety two percent or whatever, you're like, okay, the world is forming around them right now. I yep. get it, and it's really pushed, and maybe it, and it is, seems that the world does not want them to. No, no, and that makes sense because you would think that this whole thing, the world has a set, like a blueprint for what the world's supposed to be. They are either doubles or they're just not supposed to be there. Yeah, and it is it is spelled out kind of like, hey, you know what, I came back, but I'm I'm a little different. He even says that's Valzad. He's like, you know, I didn't put this S back on my chest. Did you change yeah. your war gear? And uh with Hawk Girl and she's like, No, I don't know. And he's like, Listen, it seems like we're oh, kind of re of uh, Fury. We've kind of remade a little well, he's talking at one point to Hawk Girl as well, and she's like, Hey, I'm not sure and he says, I'm not sure, Kendra, but the casket was supposed to remake the world, but it's changed in a little bit of subtle ways i don't understand what's going on you know the rest of the world has changed a bit some hasn't and yeah. uh, i like that call up because that is giving me more of an intrigue and that's what i want to see and you get that at the end where i want to see when this world and we've seen these sandmen show up because almost like a uh, you know a virus protection program they are viruses to this thing and all of a sudden these you know things are going to attack them because I just don't they're know an why anomaly they're like golden age like sla- like almost batman yeah, I don't know. Slash uh, again uh maybe that's just when this program thing that's made that's they're just the quote unquote like the like i said the virus protection that's that's their you know 
their job. I, like I don't blood know. Cells this whole yeah, thing? yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I don't know that we'll even fully ever find out why oh, they were. You, you would hope they would because they keep saying like, why do these look like you know? They yes, keep mentioning me. it. Yeah. Uh, then you go back to uh, Batman, Huntress, and John again, and they're walking around, and then it's so weird because they have that. You see the Sandman kind of. It's, standing around uh and really the only thing fury smashed a wall open she yep. just got pissed smashed the wall. everything's real on the inside and again john heard that and he's like it sounded like a wall smashing and yeah it's very odd it's like this is like a i don't even know not even like a twilight zone it's just really fucked An up outer limits they, jim something like that maybe because they smash open these walls that are being formed and inside is a legitimate uh, room that has already come to be uh, it's just it's so weird to me but i like it it's like the interesting weird you know what i yeah. mean that it's like oh, holy shit when we get to the end and the cohesion is complete and yeah. we see that the whole world comes together right before the rise yep. there's people on the streets yeah. cars going the whole world is real and i, I love the way it looks the yeah, and even right before that too right as it's the cohesion is imminent at one point it says it's coming there's like almost like a tornado going on and that is like the last ditch effort of these sandmen to go kick some ass they've got yeah. to kill them and i don't know if that's also the point where when this forms the sandmen are gone that yep. that is part of the cohesion part you know it's coming together when that's done they're done, and they go, and yeah, it is an old-time metropolis. It's an uh, old-time future metropolis, looks, yeah, which it's, I love. It's, it's our favorite thing. It's a world's thing. fair from the 50s. Yeah, I love that so shit. It's so great. It's like the world of tomorrow, and I really like it now. He spelled now, out, there is a God, welcome to Gotham, embrace greatness. Yeah, is Dad, it Mike that, was talking about that, right? Yeah, it, yeah, Mike, right? yeah. Is it one of those things here where the world has kind of, because of them even, that it's kind of melded into each I, other and things? We're going to find out. The thing is, they pointed out, like, in the past two issues now, this issue and the last, that everybody knows that this is Metropolis, though, when they look at yeah, the they way... Yeah, they do. The well, it, it has the Daily Planet. It has a lot yeah. of things, but it does seem to have... And also where they are standing. They're like, it's Metropolis. Everything that we say isn't quite Metropolis-like is not in their view. They're on that one side. If they turn that corner, there's Court Industries, there's the Gotham is down the other corner. So maybe it's one of those that they'll find out later. But yeah, there's there's some crazy stuff. I would have really have loved the whole trope of the guy standing in the front with uh, the Daily Planet. I would have liked to have had some fucked up headline that really like blew our minds or something yeah. like like Superman's alive, the actual Superman, and you know you you know something like that. Uh, we don't really get that though. The guy is there, like you said, it's like a futuristic deal. The guy looks like he's straight out of the fifties and he has earbuds in, listening to whatever device so is. Cool. It's fucking. It is. It's awesome. But yeah, there's Batman, Huntress, and John. And they're there, and then all of a sudden, who pops up to help them? Com Commander Steel Commander is right Steel. there, yeah. like right out of frame, like Kyle Reese from Terminator. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. But this yeah, is not like exactly. a Commander Steel that we have seen no. in this entire Earth 2 series, and, all and three series. And the big series. thing is, what had to me the big deal is, what happened to Commander Steel? I, well, I'm telling you, the last we, we saw, he's like dead. he was going to die. Yeah, we think he's dead. That's why maybe there is this different version that if any of the characters who died may have this alternate version of them, that would be why you don't want the anomaly. We said It's so weird. It seems like it would be almost like the past to even our Earth 2 characters. Like yeah. This seems like almost like the grandfather or father 
of our current Commander Steele. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. I And maybe that's where all of it's coming from. So that's why you can't have, you know, a Dick Grayson in this world because Dick Grayson shouldn't even be there for another couple generations. And yeah, I don't it, know. It There's just so this much shit be, going on, but it yeah. ends with this awesome cliffhanger that no, just, it's just awesome. leaves you fucking wondering and you need to know more. Yeah, and for the first time, now the second time, uh, in this whole series, since I've been reading it with you, I, I didn't read it at the very, very beginning of New 52. I'm very intrigued with what happens, and I can't wait for the next issue. And I'm like, God damn it, this, now here's a monthly book that now we're going to have to wait. I'm like, I, I actually want to know. In two weeks, I want to know what's going on because now all of a sudden it's exciting. It's really cool. It's the stuff that we like. Like you said, this future, you know, the future past look we love. We love it so much. One and, of my favorite things. Yeah, and is this going to be where all of a sudden you're going to get the JSA with the old characters mixed in with these new and all this stuff? I, I can't wait to the see. The world of tomorrow at the World's Fair. Like, the world the of tomorrow shit today. Is like my favorite things. So, yeah. Like to see, like I don't know, like I, I even go back to maybe like say if uh, you don't know what I'm talking about, the Iron Man two where they had the Stark convention, like back yeah, in the yeah. day when his father. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, oh, yeah, when he no, had the, not, the flying the car in the it movie. Was Captain when they, America. Yeah, yeah in Captain, Captain America. America movie, when he had the, the car. And I he's like, oh, and the, oh, I love it too. I love that. I love the whole concept, even like when they would have it, the old world's fairs, where yeah. they would have, you know, like I said, I made the joke, but it's like the world of tomorrow today. Yes. And uh, one of the best things I did when my family went to Florida, the one time we went, we stayed at a hotel, or actually it was like a motor lodge. Uh, and across the street, there was a quote unquote, like world of tomorrow, ex- like an exit. It was nonsense. Oh, so cool. it, it was a, it really was a piece of shit to everybody oh. but me because I loved, I loved it so much. And you'd have like, they were showing like there was a refrigerator with like, it, it was the whole thing. Like you see in the, there was one of the cartoons, the Looney Tunes had that as well, where yeah. it was like the future world, you know, and it did this. It had a fake refrigerator where you'd have like turkey and you'd press the button or even if it was like on the thing and it would like material it would kind of do this little movie thing to almost well, like you make know it even when they like, have those uh like these old black and white short reels or newsreels about yeah. this type of shit like the nuclear oven and shit yeah I, yeah I, I, I oh i love like it. all that yeah i do too and it's 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 a little different than steampunk which i do like steampunk as well but i like this that like you said it's a futuristic world of the past and yeah. i it, it i love it and it fits so well with this book of where they're going and where it's what it's supposed to be and all that i, I think that it's awesome uh what did you give it on the site well like, like i said this was the that's hardest the funny to... we're going on and on and i think i know what you gave the score and you're you're gonna start apologizing I think. no i'm not gonna apologize honestly it was very hard for me to review the art looked great but because we got so much of the same that we had last issue without a lot of like uh new ideas or moving no. the story forward but tell the cliffhanger i had to give it a 7.8 and no. most of that is out of pure excitement for what's to come i actually thought you gave it a 6.5 no, so, yeah, no. now I don't. I I could even go as high as an eight five. How much I like that, I, yeah. I will. I'm going eight five. Fuck it. Right. Uh, it's just I really like it. Like this fight in the Sandman over and over again, and like not really moving the story forward. Yeah. It just well, kind of like. Eh. And the the other thing about it is, uh, Bruno Redondo, the artist, was a big guy on the Injustice book, and I used yeah. to say uh, at every issue that he had, and he's very nice to us. At one, he called at one point we were his brothers, Eric, yeah. used to say to us. But I, I love his art anytime. And my big phrase that I would always say is, he really did 
draw the best version of every character he drew. And he's so good at drawing multiple characters. And I think even, especially the Huntress in this, I think is fucking incredible. That's great. I, all of them. I really think, and when you have a book where you really are, because of story, have no background for most of the issue. You're not even having a background. You really are going to concentrate looking at the characters, and they're pretty flawless. They they are fucking Donnie, awesome. Also, he took the time that he saved yeah. up for a background and really he, worked. On and his that's how he always was. In the Injustice book, you had issues where that book could have 15 different characters, and it it was a digital only, you know, digital first book where a lot of times it looked like the artist would go on there and kind of like, eh, you know what, I don't really. Not, not Bruno. Supergirl? Yeah, Bruno fucking kicked ass so much that people fell in love with that book with, and it was not just to me, Tom Taylor at the beginning. Uh, Bruno Redondo's art when in those issues he wanted, fucking awesome, and he's showing it now, and I'm so glad because I always wondered why he wasn't doing more or even on a main book. So maybe yeah. this could lead if they do have a rebirth, which I was going to talk to you. I don't even know that this book is something that will rebirth. Well, it's uh, a weird, we were talking about earlier this week. It'd be so weird to title this a rebirth yeah. because it is so outside the it's, continuity it's that outside we have the deal. right now. I don't know how because you're going to do this rebirth and the next thing you know, you're going to have, you know, the Watchmen yeah, stuff. That, how would this it, be it involved? It seems like uh, Dr. Manhattan, if this is the case, when he took the 10 years away, that was only Earth Prime, not yeah, Earth yeah. 2 or anything and like it, that. It, it was not a multiverse thing. Or he thing. fucked this thing a little different, but yeah, it's not. It's not the same thing, and it doesn't feel right to me to call it a rebirth, but I'd like to have a rebirth. I want this book to sell now. All of a sudden, I like it. I want to see what goes on, and I just worry about any book that's not branded a rebirth book down the line. Uh, Maybe it's one of those, though, that I say that, and you just have to weather the storm. You know what I mean? Like, in a year from now, is it going to matter if if Earth 2 has been around all this time, keeps going all that time? It might be accepted a little more into the fold from people because they've been going to the, you know, the comic shop all that time and they keep seeing it and they'll start buying it. I, I was just worried at the beginning where people find, oh, Rebirth, I want to get involved. And they go to the comic store and don't see the Rebirth and like, okay, I don't know anything about that. And up until this point, it was a real hard book to kind of just jump into. Well, so, I had somebody you know, on the site asking me this week, like, um, can I jump into this? Where's a good starting point? I'm like, there really isn't a lot yeah. of good starting points because we've a lot of stuff that we were doing here yeah. has been set up for a bunch of issues going I'm back. telling so, you, if, if you want to guess, it might be the next issue. Because at least the, now, even you know, it might be at least the last now, issue yeah. where it's just the start of the ghost world. Even I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, I'm saying like even if you have that, and that it might be confusing with the characters yeah. and them doing. Maybe from here on out, because they're in this new world, everything that happens to them will now happen now, and they won't rely on everything from the past. Maybe, uh, but yeah, I think that this is a good enough issue to you know jump on. If it, we're saying this, and six issues down the line, we might be like, holy shit, we haven't done anything, or we're backtracking again. And who knows? But it does seem like a fresh start. That last sure page, last two pages, when they show up in that new metropolis and then with Commander Steele at the end, it is fucking, it seems like a rebirth. It got me so excited. It's like it, all of a sudden everything's bright again. Yep. Everything's really good. I love I that, really, the really like it. Society, for the most part, it was a dark fucking yes. book. It seemed yeah, it like was it was dark, always night. It was a dark book at night and also dealing with a dead planet that they had no resources and there was, you know, wars a limit on it. You had freaking, uh, you know, uh, Green Lantern giving up his goddamn ring to fuel yeah, where's the thing. Green Lantern? I don't know. I was just going to ask, where is he? 
he's a huge character. You would have thought that he's going to show up at some point, and I don't know, and I love him. But, I don't uh, even know how I forgot about him. Yeah, and again, if you weren't reading it, it is Alan Scott, uh, yeah. Green Lantern. It's so good, but yeah, I, it's weird. He isn't in either of these no. issues. Yeah, he kind of disappeared, so we'll have to see what happens. I want to know, like, did Ultra Humanite, does he make it through here? I would think no, not, but... What about, like, uh, what about the rest of the people on this that generic Earth, too? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of questions. Like, is this where Dick is now going to go and try to find Barbara, and that's it's going to be almost like a... You know, know alternate deal where she doesn't know him and we're going to go through that or is she gonna is there going to be another dick like grayson all of a sudden he goes he goes to the grayson house and all of a sudden there is a little john barbara and yeah. dick right yeah, there's, there's a happy family and, and, and so yeah. him and john have to go off and just be batman by themselves yeah and that would make them you know that would be a reason why you would stretch you know you don't want your identity out because they are kind of doppelgangers that shouldn't be but there. no that shit should not happen because we're dealing with doppelgangers way too much yeah i know i time. know uh the other thing is as well where, like you said, Commander Steel shows up and, hey, follow me if you want to live just like Terminator. I hope that we don't go through 10 issues of this, though. I want to get things resolved and start I hope not either. Forward. Look, he said an hour. An hour in my yeah. mind shouldn't take too long. Well, he says uh, – we, uh, well, actually – it, it to me it wasn't like hey I need you for an hour he's like if you're out here for an hour you're gonna be dead uh, I just think that that's just something where the, they patrol they're always gonna be patrolling that I don't know we'll see what happens we'll see if it's the uh you know the hit squad of Sandman I don't know but I'm excited about it so we're talking about this and not any hardly anybody listening reads this book I, I hope that I don't get positive to uh, a lot of books all of a sudden I'm positive about Earth too out of yeah. nowhere. I really like it. I'm it's about really time. excited. And when uh, when this issue came, we got the review copy. First issue I went and looked at because yep. I'm like, I want to see what the fuck happens. And when I saw that last page, I'm like, ooh, look at this, Eric. Look, look at, at this. this. Oh, I was so excited. But, yeah, what is your book of the week? It would have to be Wonder Woman number 10. Mine is Wonder Woman as well. It's funny because this has been such a disjointed, uh, you know, uh, recording week. That I was usually, I'm like, oh my god, I, I forget what I gave this and that, whatever. But yeah, Wonder Woman was easily my book of the week. Uh, you want to hear what we're gonna get next week? You want to hear? Definitely. It? You want to hear it there, Eric Shea? We're gonna get Aquaman number eleven. Uh, you, you excited? No, not really. We're gonna get Batman number eleven, which may okay. or may not prove that I was right. May or may not. I don't think I was right, Eric. I don't think you were either. I don't think I was. Uh, Cyborg number five. Okay. Uh, Dr. Fate number 18. Fuck, that's the last issue of Dr. Fate. Yes, it is. And I looked at it, and I know how it ends. <laughs> Good for you. Say, I'm not going to say anything about that, Eric. Nobody Green cares. Green Arrow. What's that? Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. You'll care. You'll care. Don't say shit like Green that. Green Arrow number 11. I don't know really anything to say about no, that. No, it's I was Green really, Arrow. I'm tired of that I was that really upset right about the uh, Trans-Pacific Railway. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. They're going to be fighting those assassins that showed up. Murder on the Empire Express, Eric. Uh, Green Lantern's number 11. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I want to see old Frankie Boy see, uh, you know, what Thank you, Leminski, tearing it up. See what's going on. Uh, He-Man Thundercats number two, which the plan will be is for Brandon to come on with me and you and talk a little He-Man Thundercats. And if people don't realize from the last one, Eric did not really enjoy it as much as he wanted I to. Did not. And I liked it more than I thought I would. And it's I crazy. think it's mainly because I am not a He-Man or Thundercats fan. So I just Neither am I, Jim. straight up. Oh, yeah. You're a He-Man fan, really. <laughs> I'm sitting here Thundercats, looking at my you. Triclops action yeah, figure right next to my computer yes. here. <laughs> 
Remember that one podcast where we spent just talking about your action figures at the end, and I was making yeah. up names for them and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Justice League number nine, Eric. Oh, good. Yes, I may or may not have read that one today. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's I, I can't say. Can I say or can I say that? No, kind, no, you can't. It's, it's kind of down the middle. No, uh, no, Nightwing no, number no, nine. No. What, what, what? I guess I'm saying, what can they do? I know what they can do, and I don't want that to happen. Uh, Nightwing <laughs> oh, you number me. Nightwing number nine, which uh, uh, we'll oh, see. Oh, uh, it is the start of the new story yep. arc. I, it's I need start to be of the new story going arc. here with fresh fact, eyes. Fresh in attitude. fact, I'm going to tell you, it is a single issue tale. Eric. Oh, good. A single issue tale with art by Marceo Takaro, which we do like Marceo. Uh, but it's here. Nightwing is being attacked in his dreams by Dr. Destiny. And the only person who can help him is Superman. Remember, it That's was that right. Superman, Superman episode. But following Nightwing's yeah. confrontation with Raptor in the aftermath of Night of the Monster Man, can Nightwing trust a Superman he doesn't know? Don't, don't, don't. The answer is yes. yes. Or will his lack of trust get both of them killed? The answer to that, Eric, is probably no. no. Uh, we have Raven number three, where Ooh, Raven. You, you and yeah, oh yeah, you and Reggie were into Raven before. Uh, I wanted to like I that book so much too, like so, Superwoman. That last issue was yeah. fucking garbage. Yeah, though. we'll see what goes on with that. We have Suicide Squad number six, which All right, I was a little down looking. on the last one. That but. is the Black Vault part six. Uh, will you guess? I I have not seen this. I have not looked at it at all. I'm waiting for Boomerang to come back. And I said to you, they're really stressing that that Black Vault had turned Zod into this really big monstrous thing. And I really do think that Boomerang got put into that vault in a little, you know, vice versa. And uh, when he comes back, he's going to be fucking humongous and hilarious. That's what I, I, I just want to know how you fix that afterwards to get him normal size again. I bet you. I think what they said, I think there was a little line of there being this thing that might wear off. If I'm okay. not mistaken, I think they might have said. But instead, I would love – how great would it be if for like a couple issues they did have a vice versa or a Freaky Friday where Boomerang was – Zod was in Boomerang and and vice versa and you had fucking Boomerang running around <laughs> but it was actually you, you Zod. You say vice versa me. I'm already on board. Yeah, You it can't was, have a would, body swapping story and I'm not a part of it. Wouldn't that be so great if it was body swapping with Boomerang and Zod? Please make this happen. Freaky Friday so good. Suicide Oh squad. my god. It would be so, so – Oh, great. I'm going to write it right now. That's it. I'm writing it. Uh, yes. Uh, on the site, but not on the podcast, there'll be Suicide Squad's most wanted number four, El Diablo and Killer Croc. We yep. won't be talking about Hopefully. that. Hopefully. Hopefully it'll be on the site. Oh, that new Superman's still not up there. I don't know oh, what's God going damn. on there. You have Superman and number 11. Superman number 11, which uh, kind of does really lead into that Super Sons book. Uh, yeah, really I can't wait to read it. Yeah, they really push it. Uh, I did read that issue. Uh, it, it, this is not even out of fucking school or whatever because I love that last one. Yeah. It, just trust me. It, it doesn't go real far off the beaten path as well. It's good. really good. And Trinity number broke, three. Don't fix it. No, and Trinity number three, um, I'm worried, actually. Uh, does that shock you that I'm worried about Trinity? Because I yeah, really did bit. like I the first two issues. Last issue. That's what I'm saying. The way it ended and then finding out that this one is probably going to head to Gotham with Batman's deal, it's starting to worry me because we're not getting rules. I need yeah. some rules of what's going on. And a lot of people were taken aback like, oh, Poison Ivy, she doesn't know these ideas. 
you could take that and I'll I'll deal with that. I'll deal with that later. What I want to know is what are the rules of this mercy plant inside their heads? Uh, you know, what is going on? Can they just transport all over the place? Because it seems like shit's going on while somebody is also inside kind of yeah. manipulating stuff. I want to know more of the all rules. All of a sudden it's Dream Warriors. Yeah, yeah, it's Dream Warriors. When Superman goes up and he's like, hey, what, what are you doing in there? Welcome to prime time, bitch. That's he's like, what Best the fuck? issue ever. Yes. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> vice versa. Boom. There you go. Every so book. One is our actually, they have movies. these variant cover months. I want vice versa month or freaky Friday month. Just freaky month, it's called. And every How book is a swapping that? book. Okay, okay. For some reason, I'm thinking it was just covers in your no, mind. No, no, not covers. I want that? every book to have a swap. I want to have okay. it every single this is a, book. This is the second event coming out of Rebirth, the yep. vice versa. It'd be so great. DC, Rebirth, vice versa. Oh my good! Like father, like son. It's called there. Oh, Damien's so Batman's great. body and Batman's yeah. and Damien's. See, that would be awesome. That, and then what happens is when they go back, you always learn that the other one had a point, Eric. You, you <laughs> thought you were teaching the lesson when, in fact, they were teaching you. It always is. It, it would be great because especially Batman and Damien's perfect. They'd be screaming and yelling. They'd have the – I don't know what they would touch, a magic boom, a batarang and at, this, at the point where they're like, I wish I had your life. There you go. They freaking wake up the next day. Boom. And And you know what? Jason Todd, he could just go big. He doesn't need to switch with anybody. He goes to the Zoltar machine. He wishes he was now, big. Now, do you put big in the same category as those other movies like Vice Versa? It's it's a it's on the fringe. Yeah. It really is on the fringe. If it's if hanging I, there, but it's not yeah, quite it's hanging there. If we had a top five body swapping movies, I couldn't say that I would allow that to be no, on the list. That'd be an I, would, most. I would want to be I would want it to be and on I the list. I don't think I could. Uh, would it be sacrilegious to tell you that one of my favorites is the Freaky Friday, the newer one though? No, uh, man. I, movies I are really movies. Enjoy I, if they're one. good, they're good. Yeah, you you enjoy that one, right? With uh, Jamie I, I Lee seven, Curtis the and seventeen again count. It's yeah, almost it, like the reverse yeah. of big. Yeah, yeah, that's that's more of a big. Yeah, that we'd have like father like son, vice versa, Freaky Friday. Uh, and I'm telling you, both forget. And really, then there's people like, hey, what about the parent trap? No, no, no what the you hell don't you go there. That's no, twins. That's fucking twins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, parent trap. I even like the new but then parent you also trap. Have what's the her name? I, the worst like is I'm trying to remember. I can't even remember what's her name that was with Jamie Lee Curtis and goddamn fucking Freaky Friday. It was fucking, uh, Lindsay Lohan. Fucking, yeah, Lindsay Lohan, train wreck. It's so weird that I can't even think of Lindsay Lohan's name. She, oh, how you fallen, <laughs> you fallen, <laughs> Lindsay. Uh, yeah, she's she was great in that. She's such well, a cutie. Though, you have the sub, you have the subgenre, which I kind of put along these lines as well. Not very close, like big, but you have like just one of the guys, freaking Soul Man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's more of yeah, yeah. I was talking about that earlier to my kids. Like earlier this week, I was yelling and I I was telling about Soul Man. She's Soul man. Man's even a weird one though because that's a race switching. Sure is. Uh, you'd have a uh, the. Uh, very uh, poorly named Watermelon Man movie where that's the one where the guy wakes up, a racist wakes up, and he's black. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, Soul Man is – Soul Man I don't think should ever be viewed ever again. I don't think – Really? I think that how they – it's just so – basically – He's going around the movie in blackface, the, yep. and Ray Dung Chong is fooled by this and falls in love with him. I don't know what's going on, but it it should be where they preserve certain movies. There are certain movies that be stricken <laughs> from the record, Eric. Just strike them from the record from now on. Get rid of them. 
because no, no, no. I, I, so I don't mind Soul Man. Just think though, the reason that movie came about, and I was a kid, I saw it in the theater. Oh, yeah. I might have even laughed while I saw it, but this was when affirmative action really kicked in, and people were against it. That was what the movie was based on. Oh, he yeah. couldn't go to school because they had a quota for minorities that had to be filled, so he goes in blackface to go to school. It's awful. Freaking, uh, there, there's a lot of big actors in that movie. Sure are. It, it's not good. And, uh, also there was, um, I forget the movie. There was a movie where a guy finds out that he has a black son. I wish I could remember. This is another one. And then one of the big racist jokes in that is he challenges, uh, this guy that he works with for a father-son basketball game and oh, realizes, Jesus Christ. And, and the big line is, I'm the only guy who has a black son who can't play basketball. I'm like, this movie is such a piece of shit. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, there was a lot of shit like that back in the day, back in the day three years ago. Oh, there was that other movie too, and I'm trying to think. Who was the, uh, the scout and the natural? Uh, the scout in, uh, oh, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know the movie. God you're damn it, I can't then. think of it. But yeah. anyway, in this one movie, he's kind of a racist fellow, like, you know, it's like, you know, a good old boy, and he finds out yeah. that James Earl Jones is his brother. After yeah, like yeah. after like it's his mother okay. dies or something, I'm like it was a crazy it ass movie. It's, it's killing me because the natural is one of my favorite. I know. I actually have it up right now. I'm waiting for it. the fucking thing to load. Yeah, yeah. It's uh oh goodness. Then the dip up do Robert Duvall. Yeah, Robert Duvall. Yeah, a famous ass actor. I could not think of his name. Yeah. I kept wanting yeah, to think Robert Redford too. I think he's a great actor. Obviously, it's not Robert Redford. No, no. Robert Redford was Roy Hobbs. He was Roy Hobbs. You know what the best call out to that movie? The natural Simpsons. was no elf. Do you remember the part in elf? Do you remember what, that? What, the guy, part? the guy who owned the knights in the natural was the guy who owned that publishing company in elf. Okay. And at the one point, if you remember at one point, uh, I, I, he, liked to, on elf. he liked to sit in, in dark. He has this whole thing with Roy and like, I go in the dark. That's where you can really see him. When Roy leaves, he turns the light on and he starts yelling, Hobbs, get back here, Hobbs. You better get back. James Conn, right? Yeah. And well, no, in Elf, James Conn does the Robert Redford part and it's the exact guy who owned the team and and he, his name, last name and that is Hobbs as well. Okay. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. I like I it. I'm, I saw it the other day. Yeah, I saw it the other day. I don't even uh, think again. I've seen a whole movie all the way It was through. such a weird call-out in that movie. I thought, like, if we ever had the top five oddest call-outs in movies, <laughs> that, that's one of them. It was really odd, but I like that movie as well. I My family is a big Elf fan. Uh, my family is a big fan of the movie Sky High. We watched that's it what? again yesterday. I love it. I, I think that is one of the most underrated uh, superhero movies, and I really wish that it would have done well and they could have had well. more because I, I thought it was great, but I don't know why we're talking about movies, Eric. We're freaking extending this already long fucking thing, but vice versa. We're, we're going to have to all week, we're going to come up with our favorite <laughs> fucking vice versa switching movies. Though there isn't tons. We did talk about doing a list like that before. Remember we yeah. were talking about way back? That might have to be a just for the hell of it. It's a weird one out of nowhere. We have arcade this games. This something we the next enjoy one. want to talk about. Top 10 switching movies because we might have to do top 10, but yeah, that would be good. Maybe uh, 
a time where Reggie is uh, out of town or tired or whatever me and you'll do. I, Reggie, I think, likes those movies too, though, so I shouldn't exclude him. But yeah, that's the podcast, Eric. That is what we call episode 97. Uh, come to our site, weirdsciencedccomics.com. Check out all our, all our reviews. We'll have the new ones up on Wednesday. We have a thing, uh, Marvel Monday. Every Monday we review Marvel stuff and more people get involved than just us. There's some uh, other guys, Dan, Ryan, Christian, all these guys get involved there. Uh, Chris even does some. It's a whole conglomerate, Vermilion. It's a whole network he's of there. Josh, he, he's involved. Yeah, and uh, also thanks to everybody who contributed to the podcast tonight. And Definitely. also, what's the hashtag? Hashtag WSDC97? Is it 97? Like, yeah, it is 97. But it no, people, people just like to that yap. Much now. People just like to yap. I think they forget. They forget yeah. to say that, and then I can't find shit. Well, the thing I'm is, they want to tag all these people, too, and they run out of characters. Yeah, really? Yeah, we got to get like, that. Like, I, I want to talk to people. There are so many people tagged, though, I can't respond with, besides for a GIF. Yep. I'm looking right now. Like, just right now, out of nowhere, I actually have 47 interactions that I have not looked at right now. And you, God. But, yeah, go and listen to every other podcast that we like. Uh, every, you know, you know the ones. All oh, like. them ones. Avoid those ones I don't like, Eric. Yeah. Or actually hate listen like Brandon. He loves it as much as me. We listen to a lot of crazy stuff, but uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna end this. Uh, how do we end it, Eric? As I find the soundboard desperately. You good now? No. No. How do we now? end it? What do we say? Have a um, great week. Great Keep week. It weird. Weird. And Boomer lives. Boomer lives. <laughs> Now, one to carry up. Well, we're moving. Yes, see why I am. I'm not a prison. Let's know you see us so straight up there.